Superman, Superman, driving his truck. Look at Superman. Tomasi and Gleason wrote Multiplicity Part 1. There in the road stands a communist man. Protect Keenan Kong from the Gatherer Clan. Justice League incarnate. The multiverse they will protect. Earth 11, Aqua Woman. She is so hot, give me her number. The prophecy interferes. Keenan Kong disappears. Rabbit ears. <laughs> Come on back, Teddy Bear, and join us for some nonsensical DC Comics talk that's bound to take up way too much of your time. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. Eric, come on, little Rosa. Come on, Oh, away. Teddy Bear. <laughs> come on, Teddy Bear. This is episode number 105 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Come yes, on back it's, now. It's 105. I, I got a bear in the air, and I'm... Breaker, a, breaker. I, I'm driving a box truck, I'm hauling blood, I'm at mile marker 52, and I'm looking for a little uh, companionship. Uh, over. Mm. Over. Okay. Over and out. <laughs> did you like the song? Did you like Jolly Drew? I really did. I actually was going to start laughing during it. <laughs> I know. I actually was going to tell you to mute your mic because I, I think it was uh, his last time he had uh, the song. You actually laughed in it. thing is, I, I actually think I in between the two songs, I like I didn't, for some reason, I didn't think we're going right into the other song. I have no idea why because we always do. I think yeah. you could hear me laugh in between, right in between. No, I did not hear you laugh, Teddy. I think everybody else will. Rewind. Oh, Come on back, Teddy Bear. Hello and welcome. I, that's a soothing voice. I like that voice. I'm Come done with voices, back, Aaron. Bear. I'm done. I'm just going to use my regular soothing voice uh, and try to make it through uh, yet another week of comics, Eric. I have said to a lot of people that I'm not in a very great mood this week. Absolutely it's not. It's changed tonight, though, Eric. I'm oh, yeah? in a great mood. It's the soothing voice. It, it's making me feel a lot better. Hello and welcome to the official unofficial podcast for WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of January 7th, 2017. We're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Batman Podcast Network, Eric. We're also part of what I like to call the Get Fresh Crew. Can I get a whoop whoop? We got a whoop whoop for you, Eric. There's a whoop whoop. You want another whoop whoop? Here you go. He's having problems, Eric. Ship, Jim. Brian from Arkansas is going to say ship now, I believe. There he goes. And you know what that means. That means the podcast is underway, Eric. It's underway here on a Saturday night. We're ready to give you hours of enjoyment, fun, nonsense, and of course, comic talk. But first let me tell you, we are the NPR uh, freaking drive. I can't remember what they call it. Exactly. <laughs> that's my NPR voice, Eric. I've now soothed everyone to sleep. I know. That's right? what I was saying. Like, here we go. You know, I actually don't it's mind this, but I will fall asleep. Yeah. yeah. It was making myself get tired. I, I don't know. Uh, this is the weird sign shit show. There you go, Eric. I'm back. Boom. I'm back. I'm miserable. I'm a miserable prick. 
I told people they they were talking to me on the the Slack chat with the Get Fresh crew. Doop, doop. Doop, doop. This is what you get to hear on the Get Fresh True uh, True. The Get Fresh Crew Slack chat, if you want to be a member, you go there Truth. and you hear me tell everyone that I was a prick to Reggie this week. That's what they yep. got. Prick to Reggie. But yes, if you want to be a member of the Get Fresh Crew, Eric, do, do. all you have to do is ask me and then you pass the test, Eric. Hey, you pass the test. That's all it needs. It's not a very hard test. I know you'd still fail it, right? Fucking hey. You're bad with those ones. You, you get the test back, and they're like, listen, you get a 30% just for signing your name, and you're wondering why you have an 18% on that test there. You never they, know why. Dude. I don't know if they can prove my name is not Waspinator Shea. That's right. That That is the problem. Waspinator Shea. That's right. You know where you can find us on the intranets, Eric? You can find Everywhere. us all over. Our email is weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Email us. Just email us. Let's get 20 email sections for the podcast. We read everything. We read every (laughs) single male, short, tall, fat, skinny. All kids, short kids. All kids. Even kids with chicken pox. Uh, hot dogs. Farmer yeah, hot dogs. There's my, there's my son. Uh, you could be on Facebook or come to like us on Facebook. Weird Science DC Comics. You'd think after all this time I could get this fucking section right. Podbean. No. Weird Science DC Comics at podbean.com. There you Learning can actually subscribe to us. You can comment. You can make fun of Eric Shea, which seems to be what the Podbean comments yeah. are all about. I've never even told you about that. People no. bad mouthing you. I, I never can get the the comments though. You can't. I, Why where I you go, tell me at the end of the show now. Where I'm I go devastated. on the on the site when I'm on the site, like you would go to Podbean and try. You can't see the comments there. You have to get the goddamn app. It annoys me every time because uh, Dancing Mike likes to comment especially, so that's why you know it's negative to you. Okay. But the comment pops up, and I get the, an email. Oh, a comment on there. And I go on the site, and I'm like, you fucking assholes. You're making me get this app again, and then I go just for Dancing Mike to say you're retarded. That's all I, I say to him. I know he's retarded, Mike. I Everybody know. knows. We have a subreddit on Reddit, Reddit, uh, Weird Science DC Comics. We also are on Twitter, Weird Science DC. That's where, really, if you're going to want to get a hold of me for some live conversation, Eric, maybe a little Snapchat and some fucking mm. grinder, get, okay. get a hold of me there. I, I'm actually, everybody's on the Slack chat. I just want to tell you, we're moving this whole shit over to Grinder where there's a real party going on because that's when, Eric, you really passed the test, my friend. Grinder, <laughs> right? Rafe asked me this morning, he's like, isn't Grinder like the, the gay version of the uh, Tinder? I, I said, I don't know. That's what well, Eric told me. Boy. I said, that's what Eric told me, so I guess it's true. I don't know. It's Grinder, Tinder. It all started because uh, Rafe actually has discovered the hilarity of all those different dating places like farmers dating, oh, yeah. you know, the, the, the things that we said way back. Our, our thing was singles. You, you wanted the one that was like the was loser daters for guys with headbands and fucking no sight. That's that's See, your sight. That, that was not mine. That's what you kept yelling at me over and over again until I cried. That was your sight. That you. I remember it differently. I remember you saying, please, just make this sight for me. I, I need it. I am a desperate man, you told me. I said, dragon you have a fruit girlfriend. was not working. I said, you have a girlfriend you that you fruit? live with. and then, That is inappropriate. There, she came in that. and ruined it all. Ruined it all. She better get on the ball. She has lost. Her star is dimming. Tell her she better jump in a little because uh, the other night. 
the other night we were talking, and she afterwards asked you what we were talking about, and it ended up being a gonorrhea Mike. Dave. Dave. Gonorrhea Mike. <laughs> gonorrhea Dave uh, got you in trouble a bit because she ended up saying, like, why the fuck are you talking about me? That was actually a cross-podcast thing because it all started with you talking on 365 Flicks with Kevin Chris about purple hair, and then it led to... Fucking gonorrhea, Dave, and I told you I retired him. I don't that led to Logan name. yelling at a girl at a donut shop about how she has gonorrhea because she has purple yeah, hair. Yeah, that's what happened. We were actually we were in uh, the uh, Yum Yum Donuts. Yeah. We were in the drive-through and we went up, and the girl had purple hair. I didn't realize that Logan and them had listened while I was yelling stuff. Logan yells, "Oh no, she's got gonorrhea." And then we realized that we were at the window, and there is a speaker there that they can hear you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's got gonorrhea. She probably ran. She knew she did. She had purple hair. Change you know your name where, to Dave. You know what? No. I, no I'm not Dave. Dave. I'm, uh, there's no Dave. Dave. No gonorrhea Dave. Also, I'll Dave's tell you. Dave's not here, man. Dave isn't here. I, I told you uh, at work that Ethan had heard that gonorrhea Dave and came up with a lot of other characters for me to try out. Uh-huh. And they were all like... Uh, you know, derivations of Gonorrhea Dave. So instead of Gonorrhea Dave's, there, there's Crippled Steve. And then there's like, you know, they were all Steve's terrible. depressing. Nobody likes Crippled Steve. That guy eats a, a lunch alone every fucking day. <laughs> crippled Steve would probably have like a real high-pitched voice. He'd be real annoying. And, and also he'd always demand he's right, Crippled Steve. I don't like that guy. I really don't. We are on iTunes, Eric. And if you like us, you can leave us a review this week. Missy T left us a review, a rave review, Eric. Rave review. Yes, five stars. And uh, we did hear that Toby left us a review as well, but he's in the UK. Weeks ago. We don't know anything about the UK. You got to let us know. If you're in the UK, if you're anywhere, I'm not not even just UK. You're in China. You're outside of North America. You're in Canada. No, Canada's different too. So don't go North America. You're you're fucked. Mexico, anywhere you're at, if you're not in the US and you leave us a review, let us know. You know, message me. Let us know. If you're outside of Pennsylvania, just let us know. (laughs) If you do not live in Quakertown, let us know. Because I think that my iTunes just shows Quakertown. That's all it shows, Eric. Uh, but we also have a rant and rave line. But thanks, Missy. That was nice. Thank you, Missy. Thanks, Toby, as well. And by the way, it's Toby's birthday this weekend. We might have a little surprise for him next week, Eric. Oh, you're not don't supposed tell, to say that. Don't tell anybody. Uh, there is a rant and rave line. Uh, the rant and rave line is the weird science rant and rave line. I have these things written and it's like seven times. I actually, I will write. Are you a writer for DC Comics? No, what I do is I am like Anchorman. I will read. I'm Ron Burgundy. Whatever you write (laughs) on this fucking outline, I am reading. Uh, we have the weird science rant and rave line where you can call it 641-715-3900 and or extension 452-328 followed by the pound sign, Eric. Come on back. It's just that easy, folks. It's just that easy, Teddy Bear. And we have a couple this week. And here we go. We're going to start with Dancing Mike. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric. And hello, mother. My mother. She hold me. She's doing the cranberries, Eric. When I was out there. I was out there. We spent a long time singing cranberries the other day. Yeah. See, it always happens. Greetings from... East Tennessee, where it's currently about 17 degrees, and we are snowed in. Like I said, we are snowed in, so it's only a matter of hours before we start eating each other to survive. That happens. 
Uh, thank you for the long, long, long episode last week. I know that was a lot of work that you put in for that. So, again, a big <laughs> thank you for all you do for me and He's the rest got something of the up Get sleep. Fresh crew. He doesn't usually do <laughs> 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 Oh, Jesus. Oh, you enjoyed the theme song. I... Yeah. Know that I could not change the words "golden age" when the words "golden age" are in the actual song. Yes, I could are. not bring myself <laughs> to change those words in the lyrics. And like I mentioned in the song, you knew that I would have to say that. Yes. Um, so I just mentioned a lot of stuff in my emails as far as the book. So I just have a few random things here I was going to throw out. First of sure. all, uh, to give an audio component to something I mentioned in one of my emails, Brian is an Arkansan. That's how you pronounce that. Arkansan. Arkansan. Because that's the kind of thing us Southerners know. Okay. My He's saying first they're smarter. List is top five super friends. No, now, this is that. the old school super friends, so Ooh. I'm not going with any of the extended Uncle ones. Man's Since five. there are only five, I am ranking them five to one. Number five is Robin, who is much more of an accessory you to Batman than bitch. anything else in most <laughs> of the super friends episodes. Sure is. Uh, number four, Aquaman, yeah. who they kept relevant by throwing in undersea adventures. Every once in a while. Well, it takes up most of the world, Mike. Episodes. Uh, number three, Wonder Woman. She did have the cool jet. Uh, number two is Batman. And number one in the Super Friends is Superman. Ooh. I usually rank Batman number one in most teams, but in the Super Friends, I think it was Superman. He was the focal point, uh, the big cheese, as it were. And also, part of his name was in the team name. So there you go. My other Super. top five list is top five <laughs> Justice Leaguers. All right. Now, number five is The Flash. I love, love, love The Flash usually. Barry Allen or Wally West? Him at number five because number four, I would have to put Green Lantern. Uh, Green Lantern is um, Guess really, it's going really with the regular a powerful one. being mm -hmm. with the ring, et cetera, et cetera. What's a powerful weapon in the universe? Uh, Simon, Jessica. Oh. Here we go. John, Hal, Kyle, whichever Green Lantern you're talking about. Not Guy. Um, it is Green Lantern. I would put mm -mm. number four uh, in most cases. Um, number three is Wonder Woman. Again, the Trinity is pretty much going to take the top spots. Damn sure. right. Uh, so number three is Wonder Woman. Of course, she's very powerful. Not as powerful as who I put number two. He Superman. doesn't like strong women. Uh, one does. of the most powerful beings in the whole universe. I put I him know. at number two only because... I put Batman at number one because, A, I'm a huge Batman nerd. Uh, and two, um, Batman is usually the one that brings the deus ex machina or solves the problem at the last minute. So the motherfucking Batman. I put Bat and he's also the one who seems to be the most standoffish, but, you know, comes to the rescue at the end. It's like, oh, I decide I'd join you and save your butts again. Um, so that's my list of top five Justice Leaguers. Feel free to discuss that amongst yourselves. <laughs> so anyway, just a little quick rant and rave I thought I would uh, throw in again. Thank you guys for all you do. Hopefully this week's um, episode won't be quite as long as last week's because not as many books. And Agreed. again, a big, big, big thank you for covering all that. I don't know of anyone else who would do that. That's why you guys Most are people the are not the same. The oh, best podcast yeah. of the week. Even though Shay right. is such a freak. Ah, oh, goddammit. Freak. So, anyway, until I'm next going week, with the um, 90s. You're weird, a freak. Spotlight off and see you in seven. <laughs> see you in seven, Mike. I, I, you're a freak, my man. You're a super uh, freak. I thought I was lame.
You are lame. That's another song. He, the freak one never bothers me. I, I think that that always makes me laugh because I think it's a backhanded compliment to you. The other one, you're lame. When he's talking to his wife about those who are lame, Eric. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The next one a is... A weekly uh, conversation. This next one is what I like to call pugs, Eric. All right. P- maybe even pugs and hugs. All right. Okay, you ready? Pugs Pugs and, and hugs. Hugs. Hey yo, pugs and hugs. Are you, are you stalling? What are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm just looking at it. Yeah, I have to set this up. I, I, think that, I think that you're gonna be a little confused. Pugs and hugs, sir. Okay. Hello, weird science. Hey, I had to hey. call and let you know that uh, I bought my wife a stuffed pug for Valentine's Day. And now, this is what I've got to listen to. I like big pug and I cannot lie. Never let a hook pass me by. You can get hot pots or cuddles, but please don't let still tell us. So, fellas, just hug this tough pug, maybe. Take those arms up, come on, please, and give me a big old squeeze. I love big hugs. I love big hugs. Big hugs, sir. Pugs. Hiya. And Out of hugs. all the fucked up rant and raves we've ever gotten, I think that one disturbed me the most for some reason. I, I don't think know why. That I actually These other brothers can't deny. I, I think that the problem is, is that was a, a desperate man who was calling in his last. That that's pretty much a suicide note to me. It was like this say, is like, what I have to deal with all the time. I'm done. I'm out. Out, Eric. Why pugs, would you buy that? Hugs. And hugs. Like there had to have been something that she actually wanted besides for an annoying goddamn pug knew, thing. I don't think he knew it sang that goddamn song. I would hope. I don't know. It, oh, it's God. there. It's not like he's making it up. It's there. He played it. And you know what the worst? So like every goddamn anniversary, Jess always gets me one of those cards with like yo. What are those two characters? Yo yo and whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yo like a little green. No, yolo it's like and little goat? green rabbit. I don't know. But anyway, all the these cards have a goddamn about. music chip where they fucking go on mm. and have these high-pitched, annoying voices. Damn. And then I have to, you know, she wants to hear it over and over again. I'm like, why do you do this to me every goddamn year? Are you trying to remind me why you annoy the fuck out of me? You know, the one year I got one of those cards and I had it and I recorded Tanya yelling at me. <laughs> this is what I hear all the time. Her yelling at me, but... Uh, you want to hear the next? I actually know what that, that actually at the beginning of that rant and rave, I got scared for a split second that I missed Valentine's Day. Yeah, I know. That was what was weird about it. I'm like, Valentine's Day? What? This was last year? I had what to look at the goddamn thing. I'm like, what happened? Here comes the next one, Eric. There is a certain fella who is very upset with me. He's going to let us know, Eric. Here we go. Hey, bro. This oh. is great. I mean, Anthony in Cleveland, Ohio. I just okay. wanted to call and say how much I love your podcast. Jim and Eric, you Thanks, guys Evan. are awesome. <laughs> what a fucking joke. I'm kidding, man. This is Greg Capullo, bro. You didn't know it was me because I disguised my voice. Well, I listened for my <laughs> apocalyptic statement, and I did not hear it. So, fuck you, Jim Vernon. And I want to know what the fuck is going on over there. I I turn on and I hear all this talk about long-haired men and fisting on Fridays and your love of dick. What the 
fuck, dude. I cannot stomach this shit. You guys need to grow up and get an appropriate podcast. Shut I up, got Mom. A idea for you. Listen up, bro. Call that shit. I love Greg Capullo. A weekly podcast. Very about weekly. Greg Capullo. That's all you need to do. You're going to be put on blast, Eric. No, I'm not Jim Werner. All this homophobic, whatever the fuck, this gay <laughs> stuff. It's fucking disgusting on air talking about your fisting and, oh, it makes me sick. I got to go to the gym, man. That's it. Talk about fisting a Capullo out. Capullo out, Eric. That happens. Capullo out, but Capullo's back in with the oh. next one, Eric. Hey, bruh, this is great. I mean, this is Dalton. 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 Uh, Erie Pickle, is this Roadhouse? Right? That's I just awesome. wanted to call up and leave a message about how great you guys' podcast is. It's one of the best I ever seen, bro. Not thanks, Dalton. Heard. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah, oh, it's cool, Dalton. Fucking love it. I got you, fuckers, again. <laughs> it's not fucking. This great Capullo, the prank master. Capullo, bro. I just wanted to call one last the time. King. Since I didn't hear my apocalyptic statement, this is what What's... the Capullo is going to do. I'm going to commandeer your little Mealy Mouth podcast here Mealy Mouth. and put on my own segment for your three listeners around the world. For both of them, I think you just lost one last week <laughs> because you didn't give an apocalyptic statement. To the Capullo. So here it is. This is called Capullo's Corner. In Capullo's Corner, there's some epic shit going on over here. We're listening to Black Label Society. We're lifting weights. And we're drawing some badass shit. That's right. Because this is Greg motherfucking Capullo. And I don't talk no gay stuff here in Capullo's Corner. No, I only talk. Capullo is really concerned about gay stuff. Yes. Awesomeness. We're going to be talking about weightlifting. We're going to be talking about reborn. We're going to be talking about my rock opera, heavy metal Batman. That's going to blow <laughs> the fucking dicks of. I mean, see, your fucking gay shit is getting all up in my head. <laughs> you need to quit talking about your fisting and your long-haired men and all that mess. <laughs> Anyways, my rock opera, heavy metal Batman <laughs> with flames and dragons and unicorns and rainbows. It, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, that shit's going to blow the pants off everybody. It's going to go in deep in your assholes and what the fuck? <laughs> I can't do this right now. My head's not straight. Capullo, out. <laughs> Why do I picture the, the look of Greg Capullo with the outfit of Macho Man? That's all I, that's all I think of is he's there with the big hat and the glasses. Ooh, yeah. He's fucking macho man fucking Greg Capullo. I don't know. I'll tell you, it doesn't make any sense for me either, but I picture him as Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. I'm, and now I'm picturing him as Rick Rude. 
I don't know. I, I just like that we're getting in his head with this gay shit. <laughs> it happens. Oh, it does. It does happen, but it's going to happen again because <laughs> he called it again, Eric. Hey, bro, this is Jeremy. Oh, you pranked to you. Oh, hey, Jeremy. Texas, huh? I just wanted to call and say you guys have the best podcast I have That's ever, nice of them. ever heard. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, 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 this is so good. I caught you guys three times. You actually think three, that three brother. people would call you and give you congratulations on your outstanding, magnificent podcast? Bullshit, bro. <laughs> this is Greg Capullo. I had you fooled again because I disguised my voice so well. I am a master of disguise. Yes. Well, Jim Verna, I've yet to receive that apologetory statement. <laughs> so allow me to present you with Capullo's Corner number two. Hey, this is Greg Capullo, bro, and we're going to talk some news. DC Rebirth, massive Thanks. failure. The customers and the fans are leaving by droves. When they ask why, oh, no. it's because Greg Capullo isn't there. Attention! Oh, Greg. I, Greg Capullo, have just signed a new contract with DC. At ease, bro. At ease. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to return in the summer to blow the pants off of everybody. Now, let's go to some <laughs> listener mail. Yeah, Greg Capullo, you are the best artist I've ever seen. I masturbate to some of your drawings sometimes. Who's this fuck? This is disgusting. I love looking at your artwork so much, Mr. Capullo. You are my hero. You are my icon. I worship you. You is a god among men, Mr. Capullo. <laughs> Sign, Jim Verna. Well, my god, bro. Listen to you, Jim Verna. Sucking at the dick of Greg Capullo. <laughs> I guess this counts as an applicatory statement. So, Jim, Eric, weird, what, whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> Capullo, out. Uh, it does seem that many people have a problem with weird science. Yes, Capullo, out, Eric. Just saying uh, it, I mean. The, the, we have oh, so I many know. instances. I can't where... say it because I got a mealy mouth, I've been told. <laughs> you mealy uh, mouth I, I do have to say that I am on strict orders by Reggie to not give an apoglobatory <laughs> statement yeah, because he loves the Greg Capullo calls. Uh, Capullo, out, Eric. Until the next one. Hey, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> this is Richard Gray calling from... Omaha, Nebraska, and I really, really am tired of you talking about my son all the time. All I ever hear you guys say on that there Mealy Mouth podcast of yours is I love Dick Gray, son. I love Dick Gray, son. I love Dick Gray, son. Quit talking about my boy like that. He's only... Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> you means 18, just right? got got by the Capullo, motherfucker. <laughs> this ain't no Richard Gray from Nebraska. This is Greg Capullo. 
Got your motherfucker to pull out. And there you have it. No more Greg Capullo. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, his laugh is infectious, Eric. Every time he laughs, that is the greatest laugh I ever had. Now, what I really would like is maybe we could get an interview with Greg Capullo sometime, Eric. I, I don't know. I don't know. The way his laugh possible. sounds, it sounds like he's dying of lung cancer. It does, but that it makes me laugh every time. I love that type of laugh. Oh, so good. Greg Capullo, he's out, Eric. It's uh, like Muttley. Yeah, it is. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> I, I'm not allowed to apologize. I was no, told you're by not. Reggie. Reggie loves Don't it so much. Don't ever apologize for anything, Jim. I'm telling you, I get Greg Capullo's calls and I send them right to Reggie, and then it, it makes Reggie's day all that much happier. He loves him. He genius. He says everybody seems. I even said today on the Slack chat, people were talking, uh, hoping they were going to get some Greg Capullo. I said, Oh yeah, you'll get some Greg Capullo. And but, I said, Eric. I say every time I, I get them, I say, hey, Eric, another Greg Capullo. You roll your eyes. I'm like, people love these things. <laughs> I'm telling you, people were talking about the Greg Capullo uh, calls before I even knew last week's episode was out. Yeah, yeah. They love the, the Capullo. It's the Capullo, Eric. How can you not love the Capullo? But I do love Capullo. Jim Werner must not because, uh, you know, I am I am the object of his scorn, Eric. But, yeah, he's like the uh, the present-day jerky boys, that Greg Capullo. He's always Goddamn. He always fools us, and we don't know what's going on. But we're going to move on. Actually, also, I want to mention, uh, some people actually thought that was me. Actually, no, I'm, no. Not that, I'm not that clever. <laughs> I'm not that clever at all. But we're going to move on now. And all your voices sound yeah. the same. Yeah, really. It would be my Greg Capullo. <laughs> hey, Jim, Greg Capullo here. Ah, uh, yes, but we're going to move on. And I Jim, wouldn't have known to Greg say Capullo, the Black Label yeah. whatever society, that band. I wouldn't have been that good. <laughs> I would have said something stupid. Uh, but we're going to move on now, Eric, to the news. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese that's from under. And now You here? I'm here. You here, my friend? You got yeah. Greg Capullo over there, bro? No, I ain't no Greg Capullo over here, bro. No, nobody. Just you. Just you. Just Depressed me. Eric Shea. Well, we have one bit of news. Uh, this is something that you actually told me. One of the nights we were recording live, and I can't remember what we were doing. Maybe it was Sunday. We were just finishing up last week's podcast. Oh, it was. Yes. Yeah, so that's when that hit, because that would have been January 1st. Yes, and that's where this came out, because the big news is Jeff Johns is not quite done writing comics just yet, Eric. While nobody thought that Jeff Johns was completely done writing comics, it is still awesome to see him put it in writing. In a tweet telling fans what he is most looking forward to in 2017, he wrote this little nugget, Eric. Writing comics again. Stay tuned. Happy New Year. 
Now, you'll notice I don't get mad at Jeff Johns because I like him, Eric. Yes. And he didn't say at ease after it. The and also, he put one of those things up. He put a picture of Dr. Manhattan's yes. face up there on the tweet oh. to get everybody excited. Boy, thanks. You, you just stepped all over my news. You fucking I'm asshole. Sorry. If I that was wasn't great enough, he also shared a picture with his tweet. Wait for it, Eric. Okay. You dick. A picture of Dr. Manhattan. I had that with three exclamation points. I'm so I sorry. now I'm erasing the ex. There, I just erased the three exclamation points. I think you might have they, stopped the recording too. I, I don't did, know. Maybe they were explanation points uh, for you. Man, shut up, jerk. No other. I, I know the rest of it was all about you then too, and you ruined my news. No other details <laughs> of what is going on, but I know Eric Shea can't wait. I wrote you, son of a bitch. Now, now, let's get back on this trolley here. Be a no. Bit happy, but do you think this whole thing is like a ruse? He puts that up there to get everybody excited, and all of that comes out is that Tales of the Seven Seas Aquaman thing that's put in the freaking bat. What? What did no. you say? No. No, I think that he's writing that. Uh, that'd be funny. So. It's just he just the Doctor Manhattan just was because he he likes the look. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. He or he thinks he's now the Doctor Manhattan over at DC oversees everything, Eric. Dude, I uh, think he's that the would Dr. be funny. Manhattan I too. I'm telling you, I think that they have put that Seven Seas in the top shelf for any time that you know, say Dan Abnett or somebody else needs a break for a month and a half when he has vacation. I don't. Well, no, because when the hell did they tell us about that? Was it like it was, um, April? It was, yeah, it was. It was before Rebirth came out. We even heard that it was still a thing, yeah. and it was going on. I mean, initially, it was announced before Rebirth. It was going to be something that would just happen during the run, and in fact, that was when people thought. What he was saying was he was going to be taking it over when I still think Colin Bunn was on the book at that point. I believe and, so as well. And he announced this, and we thought, oh, my God, Jeff Johns is coming back full-time on a book. And then he had to kind of go and say, no, 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 it's just this arc. But really, we had nothing. Remember then, a little bit after that, there was a little bit of time, and then he – uh, tweeted out pictures, or maybe it was I. Who, who is it? Ivan Rice doing the art, I, I believe. believe so, yeah. And I think he even like tweeted, "The gang is back together," and and had like some fucking pencils he let out, and then nothing, or nothing, nothing. Kaputsky. But yeah, uh, this is obviously they're gonna have some sort of maybe an event, maybe a um, I don't know, maybe a Watchman. Mini series event book before, that's going to tie them. Watchmen. Yeah, well, maybe it's something that it's just going to tie them into this universe after to let us Watchmen. know what's going on after Watch, <laughs> Overwatch, Underwatch. There's all these. Yeah, I can keep Watchmen going. Watchmen 2, Sideways Watch, Watch Watch, Cylon Watch that Jim had as a kid that was kick pretty ass. Cool fucking Watch. Cylon Watch. It was pretty cool. I, watch I told the clock, that. Batman. <laughs> watch the clock. Catch up, Batman. Catch up. But yeah, uh, everybody's speculating. I don't know what the hell they're speculating. It's obviously, if he's coming back, it's going to be, you know, Rebirth Special number two. And finally, it would be finally something where DC, because I say this all the time, when they have these specials and these one-shot things where they put the number one on it, and it gets it fucking drives me nuts. At least we'll finally get a number two. Like, out there somewhere, we're still waiting for that Lois Lane number two. Or Joker's <laughs> Daughter number two. two. They never happen, but they always put that to sell. Sell, 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 Eric. But you know what? 
That's the end of the news, Eric. That's all God, there is. God. You stepped on my one fucking news story. Stepping on my goddamn toes. I'm so sorry, baby. I just what was a, trying to participate. Yeah, participate. Any other time, you're there fucking smoking. You walk off I'm to the smoking. bathroom in the middle of fucking news. I never walk up during news. No, it's mail. You, you yeah, bail right. all the I, time. I know it's going to be a long time. I can take a leak real fast. Yeah, yeah, you think so. But you know what? That That's a good segue, Eric. We're going to go off to the mail. So when I'm talking to my wife and shaming people who are lame, I always mention Eric Shay. Some people like to hear the news. Some people love all the reviews. The thing that We think of stories of the things we do Everything that we send in We love that it's going to Mail with Jim With Jim, with Jim, with Jim Mail with Jim Mail with Jim, Eric. This you know is what the music is to that one. song? Uh, yeah, it's a um, a Pet Shop Boys song. Because I, I love the music. I don't know about the lyrics, but I love the music. I, I was just li- listening to it, and I'm thinking, you know what? There's a bit of continuity troubles with, with Dancing Mike's song, because every section that he sings about is always his favorite. Yeah. And in that one, he says that he doesn't care about the reviews or the news, Eric. It's Mail with Jim that he loves. But yet, when we go and do the reviews, that's what he loves then. He uh, loves it all. I listen to the music. I don't know what the lyrics he, are all about. You just think, oh, no, it's about you being lame. That's why I put it first. Yeah, I love yeah, that. I I, that. That is my favorite line of all the Dancing Mike hits, <laughs> just to hear it. it. It's probably the least... Uh, you know, angry at you. It only says it at the very beginning, and then he he just avoids you. He is you. going out of his way, in my mind, on a weekly basis to discuss how lame Eric Shea yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, but then but then he's done. It doesn't come back at the end with the like, oh, you know, Eric's there, that piece of shit. You know, it, it doesn't end with anything like that. In the dancing Mike home. Dancing Mike and his wife don't have a lot to talk about, Eric. They they like the fucking <laughs> ice bears, the Smokies, and the talk about goddamn Eric Shea and how lame he is. They, there is not a lot to talk about at the uh, – I guess it's the Mike residence since his first name is Dancing. Dancing, Eric. yes. Dancing at the Mike residence. But this See, I want to know what his wife has to say. Who does she think is lame? Yeah, I actually, I want her to sing one of these songs. I want to hear her involved in this. Like, it, the, her song would be like, "Why the fuck does my husband listen to this bullshit? We have an ice bears game to go to, Mike. Let's He's get neglecting the fuck his going. family for you, fucks. Yeah, he, uh, he actually couldn't go. Well, I, I don't know. Actually, I don't know what happened, but he was saying earlier today. 
that he was going to ditch the ice bears tonight because it was oh, really shit. snowing, uh, and he he didn't want to crash. I'll say, he, he said that he was snowed in pretty bad. You know, I was yeah. like, I don't think you can really go to the ice bears game. He was the still debating it. He was debating those ice bears. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, every time when I'm hearing this, I'm like, Mike, you know, first off, he's whining about these fires. Now it's the snow. Eric, it just doesn't stop. No, that fucking, it's either one extreme or another. I'm extreme, telling you, Mike, that state... That state is a disaster area. <laughs> there is not a nice day there, it seems. Every fucking day there's an emergency. You better get this fucking Justice League down there. They'll stop it. They're good at stopping earthquakes fucking and shit. Drama Queen dancing yeah. like Oh, Jesus my Christ. goodness. Listen to him, <laughs> Mr. Drama Queen over there. Uh, the first mail is from Travis, and Travis says, So, after listening to Jim's soapbox about how content creators should be more engaging with the community, I didn't say that, did I? I, I decided to send a tweet that. to Steve Epting, who has been doing tremendously great work on the Thor comic at Marvel, which you right. actually review. So you probably know his work somewhat, right? I, like I'm telling you, I've, I've read it before the Marvel, is it now? Is that what we're doing now? Marvel yeah, now? Yeah, I okay, I read it before that change. I don't know if he was on it before that yeah, or whatnot. I, think that I the don't think one only has like one fucking issue or whatever. Yeah, but, but it was still, all right. You still have to go way back in your memory for that. You haven't touched yeah. a Marvel book in, in, Absolutely not. in a long time. He's also going to be on Batwoman, so now I'm excited for that too. Anyway, I sent him a tweet telling him how awesome I thought his work was. And he, now, listen, I'm telling you that what he says now is, is fine. And he responded, he told me, fuck you, Travis. Batgirl's better now than she ever was. He, oh, obviously he knows Travis, but yeah. now I, I actually was afraid while I was reading this that it was going to be one of these. Like I listened to Jim talk about this, so I got a hold of Steve Epting, and he told me I was an asshole. <laughs> uh, just kidding. He responded with appreciation. It felt great, just like you said, Jim. Yeah. See, I told you. I think the trick is to say nice things instead of telling them how you've started a Kickstarter to pay them to go fuck themselves. Like yeah, I I've don't done think that's ever anything the you should really team. say to anybody. He wants to know why the Batgirl team's not getting a hold of him since he's, hey, I started a Kickstarter for you to go fuck yourself, and they, they didn't <laughs> respond. Hope Larson, did, she did not respond to that one. Now, I will tell you, uh, Travis, I, I actually had to send Travis some uh, – you know, quotes and some reviews and stuff before because I had to show him that we were a little against so you, especially against Team Batgirl back in the New 52 when the Burnside oh, yeah. Batgirl started. We gained a little points with Travis. He, he nice. sent me back. He's like, now I know why I like you guys. because I yeah, was a trendsetter back in the day. You I put him on blast. That's the thing. You were, a, you were a trendsetter. You were the Lenny Bruce of reviewers right. that, at that point, Eric, because you went out on a limb. You, you pushed the limits. And, in fact, Cameron Stewart told you to go fuck yourself. He, he didn't start a Kickstarter, but he pretty much told you to go fuck yourself. And me. I didn't care. Brendan Fletcher I like. He cried. got a hold of us later and we talked to him. But uh, Thanks, Travis. And the next mail is from Brian from Arkansas. Hey, Hello, Jim, Brian, Eric, Arkansas. Reggie, Chris, Brandon, Trevitt, Dancing Mike, Aaron, Frenny, and Greg Capullo. Hey, I'm hey, sure bro. that I left someone out. I do apologize. Wow, Jim, it was such an honor to be such a big part of the podcast last week. And one of your favorite trending sound bites. What is he talking about, Eric? Could he be talking about this? Get fresh, girl. 
Was it Downer? Was that what he was talking about? Yes, that's your voice. Oh, so. okay. I was trying to do a comedy bit. No idea. I would hear myself 10,000 times throughout the podcast. Well, I'm glad you guys got a laugh out of it. I figured you guys do such a great job making us laugh that I might try and give you guys a laugh. On to the books. Batman 14 is my pick of the week. The art was worth the cover price alone. It was a great merging of art and story. Eight out of ten. <laughs> Damn, that review was easy, almost too easy. See, I, it's not. We've never said that this review game is hard, right? I've never no. said that. You just do it. See, it's easy. You get the reviewers one on one. Start reading the phrases. You just write it down. I see I everybody do class. it all the time. I see these people with their reviews. He says, "Let me try one more time." Batman 14 is my pick of the week. One time at work, I shit myself. The art was great, but overall sliders. I didn't really wrap up anything from the previous arc. Sliders. I fucking hate cookies and cream candy books. Tom King sliders continues to impress me. We should make a list of the best dudes with facial hair. Sliders. The book was a great mesh of story and art. Rogue One sucked. 7 out of 10. There you go. There's I, the, I feel like he's finally speaking my language. I always thought we had like, kind is. of a disconnect going on, but now I finally understand Brian from Arkansas. You know, well, that's the thing now. Now we realize that even people in Arkansas, they're just like us, Eric. They're yeah. just like us. Sliders, facial hair. There you go. <laughs> One thing, though, I will tell you, Brian. You made a couple errors. First off, no one hates cookies. And cream candy bars, whatever the fuck they are, they sound delicious to me, right? Rogue One did suck though. Cookies nope, and I, cream, man. Cookies and he cream. Put, no, okay. I fuck. Okay. <laughs> it's. A, I put. I fucking hate cookies, and cream candy bars. I thought they were two separate things. <laughs> I'm like, is he doing a bit right now? What are I we swear about? to God, I thought there was a period there. I fucking hate cookies. Okay. I don't know why you'd hate cookies and cream candy bars. I'm like, what the fuck? That must be something in Arkansas. Cream candy bars. <laughs> Uh, I do hate crazy cream candy. It's so funny. We're there. We're recording this. There's nobody here. I'm blushing. I'm so upset with myself <laughs> that I read that wrong. Uh, I can't oh, wait to times. hear the fucking calls for this one. Nope, I can't do it as well as you guys. Well, still love you guys, even though you made fun of me for loving Joelle Jones's art so much last week. I do believe I'm the only one. Edit. Where's our Where's our producer? Edit that out, my friend. Edit it out. Oh God. <clears throat> I'm, I might uh, have to have that as a soundbite. I'll have my first soundbite. That's just when anything retarded is said. I'll just remind myself <laughs> I'm the most retarded of them all. Oh no, it's all good, baby. Mm. I really am like, does he want me to play along here? Is this a bit? I fucking hate cookies. Uh-huh. And cream candy bars. What's a cream candy bar? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, when I put this mail in the, in the outline thing, I was even thinking then, like, the fuck are cream candy bars? Like, does he hate, like, say, I don't know, what would be that, a mallow cup? That's a cream candy bar. That's one of my favorites. How dare you, Brian, from our Fuck you, Brian. You son of a bitch. You see what you made me do? <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Brian Weston, Conway, Arkansas. Thank you, Brian. Get Thank you fresh so much. crew. Whoop, whoop, whoop. whoop. No, I'm embarrassed. I retire. I'm done here. Repairman Jackson. Jackson next to put us on blast, Eric. You can make fun of me with my hate of cookies and cream candy bars. What's up, guys? I have to address the elephant in the room. I'm talking about me? Ooh. I think you guys are too rough on setup issues or first issues in an arc. Uh, okay. 
A setup issue is allowed to be good. Without the setup being good, we don't get the great issues to follow the answer on all the setup. Without good setup issues, we don't get the shitty absolute disappointment that was I am suicide. I feel like you guys go to the well of this was just a setup issue too often. To the well, Eric. Now, I will say before I, I continue on this hate speech that a problem reviewing all the books that we do, uh, besides driving us insane, is yeah. that this goes back to where I – and I always forget who it was, but argued with everybody, including us, of – how it's it's hard to review single issues. It, yeah. it is. Uh, sometimes you're you're made to review because we do review all the issues. You're made to review an issue that really is part of the two issues in either side. You know, it's almost the cream in that cream candy bar Eric, in the middle, and it is very hard to review. And sometimes we have to go to the well because we're lazy and we say that's just set up. Usually, when I say something's a setup. Uh, in my written reviews, I always use the phrase like, this may be set up, but I like what it's set yeah, up. Yeah, I do That's that as my well. Like, if I talk about it, like, this is purely a setup issue, but it's still enjoyable yeah. nonetheless. I think that where repairman sometimes, Jack. Sometimes setup issues and are garbage. I'll set. ask you, and I, I didn't talk to you about this that much off air, so I'll ask yeah. you without, you know, setting this up, but I think repairman Jack is saying, that we use that this was just set up issue as a negative sometimes or most of the time that I would say it on the podcast or whatever. That's actually me trying to explain why I had to give it a little less of a score. And right. I'm actually apologizing, saying, yeah. listen, it, it's kind of set up. It's a setup issue. I'd love to give every issue a 9.5, but sometimes there's just not enough in that issue, which may be a setup issue. I really like that uh, you went 9.5 and not 10. No, I'm I'm with you now. When I give a ten again, I'm done, Eric. All right. Please, Lord, give me a ten <laughs> next week, please. I have Red Hood and the Outlaws. I really like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good it a option 10. right there. Make it a ten, please, please. Uh, no, I I don't know. I just the whole thing about everybody's worried that I'm too negative lately. I think I'm honestly, just as... I, like I like setup issues more than I like filler issues. No, well, that's where there's the difference. Bullshit. And the well of the setup issue, the problem is, I think that in Rebirth, especially because of the padded out issues, a lot of them are set up. They really yeah. are setting up, and then you'll get that big bang the next issue, like like Mike or Mike Repairman Jack saying, or you end up with I am suicide, and that's the the issue with me is he's saying we, set we up go to that payoff. well. Oh, uh, that whole I am suicide, I kept saying it's set up. I was giving good reviews. I was oh, yeah. giving good scores. They were good reviews, too, Eric, but they were good scores. And then when you get to the point where that's where you have to make the big decision as a reviewer, like, okay, I keep saying that this is set up, but I trust this guy and I set up. And then at the end, it's terrible. And then it, it really fucking, it's like a kick in the teeth. And honestly, at that point, if I'm like looking at the setups and saying these are good setups to what we're getting and get to the final issue of that arc, and there's no payoff to all that setup, I'm going to go even worse. Well, that's what I'm issue. saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like a kick in the teeth. When I got to I Am Suicide ending, I was like, you son of a bitch. And it, it continued this week How as well. How much time did we sit there and just look at the panels and put all yeah. these try to these clues together to try to piece yeah. together what Tom King was saying? Oh, we spent so much time. Off. I was just furious. Now, this is where some sites – that may not be as la non-lazy as us. They, I don't even know what I'm saying. Non-lazy, where it would probably be a complete review if you do the individual issues, and then at the end review the whole arc. 
yeah. you know, if it's a trade, review that trade, and then you can kind of go because you're never going to say in a trade there's setup issues. The setup issue that was jammed in the middle of there, it just kind of reads. You go by and you're yeah, going. It's part of the story. But yeah, sometimes these things are simple. But here he goes. He continues with his hate speech. Anyways, I'm uh, not really complaining. Just wanted to bust your balls with how often setup issues seems to show up. And an issue this jam packed with stuff happening in an almost uh, slug fit. Oh wait a minute, I skipped this whole thing. <laughs> say, what are you talking about? I'm having problems today. I say that just because I wanted to bust your guys' balls. It was because of this bust the balls business and say how absolutely fantastic I found this week's Superman. I would easily consider this the most developed and most substance in any single issue throughout all of Rebirth. The issue started, just moved. I feel like if this was any other issue in Rebirth, the issue would have ended with just a hint of the multiverse just League showing up, let alone them showing up, them relaying the point and seeing Keenan getting abducted while also getting a hint of the villain. Compared to the most of the other books this week, this was a damn tome of progression in a single issue. Fuck. It was just a setup issue. This issue was awesome. Now I will tell you, Jack. Now, we both agree. Yes. It's. Uh, I'll even now, spoil the, the whole thing. Too, um, I think it's a good setup issue. Really, if you read Multiversity, though, yeah. without reading Multiversity, I, I think you might lose some of that. Like I, 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 think I, I really would. do like this week's Superman. I think if people have uh, not read Multiversity, have no idea who the Justice Incarnate is, they might be lost a little bit. I think you're wrong because you know okay. why. I didn't fucking read Multiversity. I didn't read one single issue. That was before. I told you we, all about it, though. Yeah, but that was before. I, fuck, if I was listening, that shit, the way you that that had to be explained, there's no fucking way that I would have understood anything you were saying. Yeah, you did tell me about it, but I don't remember. I I went into this complete because that was actually coming out. I think right when the podcast started, or possibly even before. And if I, it I know was, it was during because we talked yeah, well, about the freaking uh, the more the Hitler issue. Yeah, that and yeah, but that was the part of when we weren't reading each other's books. So I was right. just going with you. You were telling me what was going on, and I liked it a lot. I, it's a weird one to make an argument about with the Superman book because I really enjoyed it. I, I said I enjoyed it as well. Here's a spoiler: it's probably both of our books book of the week. It, it really is. It actually made me smile the whole time. And yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm a little confused, but it's it's exciting confusion, Eric. It's, it's on not like that I am suicide where I'm like, <laughs> he's writing with his left hand, Eric. Holy shit. Anyways, this is where I, I started up before. Anyways, I'm not really complaining. Just wanted to bust your balls on how often setup issues seems to show up. And an issue this jam-packed with stuff happening in an almost slug-like status quo of rebirth, I feel like it being a setup issue should never even matter. Shit happens and it was great. Now, the other thing I've seen uh, some writers, of comic book writers, say that pretty much, hey, retards, every issue is a setup issue. Every issue is, has to set up something yeah. coming later. But uh, I think that when we use the setup issue, it's like an issue where – here's the thing. I'm going to probably say it during the Just League versus Suicide Squad. It really is. Now, the, you get – that's the problem, too. When you get these, like, six-issue minis, pretty much the first four issues are all set up. Yeah. And then you have a fifth issue that is like a calm before the storm, and then you end. It, it is a thing that we have done so many books that you get this pattern. You really recognize the pattern very quickly. But again, when I say it's a setup issue, I'm kind of just telling everybody, listen, I'm trying to figure out what went on and tell you, and nothing really went on. So that's it. No more, uh, no more using the phrase, it's just a setup issue. Okay. okay? Done and done. 
Now on a different topic, I want to talk about a theory on Midnighter and Apollo. The issue kind of threw me off when it went from Apollo waging his soul with Neuron and then Midnighter showing up. My theory is that Apollo actually won his wager and was set free by Neuron already knows Midnighter is there, so he is showing Midnighter what he wants. Midnighter to see for him to possibly get Midnighter's soul in place of Apollo, and he knows Midnighter would just fight to leave if he knew Apollo was no longer there. Let me know what you think, and sorry to bust your balls. You've been repaired. Now, we will talk later, later, about Midnighter and Apollo. The only thing that would kind of be odd, I guess maybe Apollo wouldn't know that Midnighter's in hell. Because yeah. if he knows he's in hell, that would cause a lot of problems. Like, Apollo, like... Apollo out, just like Capullo. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, Midnighter's fighting his way, Apollo out. But I'll go with that theory. I, no, I, I like will. that theory. It's very sound in my um, mind. Yeah, that's fine. And yeah, he'll give the whole, you know, if you want to, you replace it. But it's weird. Like, what are the rules in hell, Eric? Because if he says, listen, we'll play a wager to, you know, your soul for Apollo's, if it's not really Apollo's soul there, does that mean the wager? That's not a legally binding contract in my mind. Yeah, you know what I mean. That so there might be a little bit of an issue there. It's weird though because at the he point the we'll talk about it later. But at the point when they do wager for Apollo's soul, Apollo has no reaction, which is that's no. what was weird to me. Like they, he is playing at something, and fucking Neuron is he an idiot? He repeats the same thing that he was told was wrong two issues ago, right? <laughs> So yeah, well, he stupid. was told it. He didn't believe it because the game yeah, told him, Jim. The I game guess. of life the game. and death. I, I hate the game of life. The game of candy. That'd be great if they show and the, if candy lands out. It, it's actually like freaking uh, Bogus Bill Journey. Bill Bogus Journey, yeah. yeah. It's like Bogus Journey they're playing. That's I, all you I think he was playing? You think he was playing at that a little? Because it does seem kind of familiar. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of funny. I like that issue, too. That was close to my book of the week, here. Matty D's next. Hey, my fine feather friends at the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast and the Get Fresh crew. Doop, doop. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted a sound effect, Eric. I gave him a sound effect. Just want to say hello and give you my opinion on this week's third installment of the Justice League vs. Suicide Squad book. I really fucking liked it. To start off, the regular cover felt like a throwback to some of the Silver and Bronze Age covers from DC. We had our protagonist in trouble, the ominous antagonist lurking in the doorway, and a front, uh, a font on the front cover stating Prisoners of Amanda Waller. It just reminds me of the fun I had reading comics back when I was little Maddie D. The story itself was really good. I felt it really moved the narrative along. It's going against what I just said. Far better than other writer storytelling that we have seen in crossover events. Oh, like Steve can't write a story to save his life. Or Lando. Sure, we get a classic story trope of two opposing teams discovering they need to work together to save the world and Amanda Waller. But it has played out with showing uh, an exposition, which is how a comic should be. Plus, we get a hint that there is a big bad weapon that Maxwell Lord is after. That that helps increase the anticipation of the next part of the story. And finally, the book ends on a great reveal that the group coming to kill Waller is in fact a suicide squad. What do you think of that sound effect? Continuity problems. Oh, Jesus. For my final... <laughs> Why would Mail Robot tell us that? 
He's got my back, man. Okay. He, he, he Not only does he deliver the mail, he actually joins in to tell us continuity problems. You now he's continuity have, robot. You made me keep him here. I he's now to... continuity robot. Mail robot's <laughs> retired. I'm going to be calling out. What the hell for, am I going to do? <laughs> I need continuity robot later to go with it. That's your sidekick, the continuity kid and the continuity robot. Ride into town, ready for trouble. For my final not, I also, for my final thought, I also thought there was some nice character moments too, like when Captain Boomerang is teasing the Flash, and he turns it around on Boomerang, which makes Boomerang shock himself on the Flash's cell. And we see that Superman clearly knows how much of a threat Max is in any reality. I still think it goes. Give me continuity problems there. Give it to me. I don't have a problem with that. It's not this Maxwell Lord, and he's already and seen that, that he's wrong. Seen... He's wrong every goddamn step of the way. When is he, he... going to learn his lesson? This time he's right. He's still not sure about Lex Luthor. It's Luthorne. everything, though. It's everything. He meets anybody, and he thinks that they're the, the different version that he knows. He can't get hey, it through I'm his fucking head. I thought we... that Swamp Thing told me that he accepted this planet. <laughs> what happened, Eric? Swamp if, uh, Thing. If Blue Glow. If fucking hell. Blue if Rebirth glow. Had, if Rebirth hadn't Blue come along, <laughs> Rebirth hadn't come along, and Lois and Clark would have stayed going. I think we would have found out that Hank Henshaw was not on the up and up. But, but did we? No. no. Well, Wrong again. Either, Wrong again. I didn't even remember Hank Henshaw. Wrong again. Guy is never right. I'm, I'm telling you. At one point, he thought that Jimmy Olsen was a millionaire. Eric, he's no, not a millionaire. Not, not this Superman. I know. All in all, I give the book an an 8 out of 10 and look forward to next week's issue. He did. The only thing Superman was right is during the time where he was in hiding, he said, what the fuck kind of name is Clark Catropolis for a fucking blog? And then I remember there there was also this fucking side thing where he's like, why the fuck aren't they selling that for millions? (laughs) He was right there. He was right, Eric. All right. Next what a long thing. way we've come in action comics. Yes, thanks, Matty. The thanks, next Matty. bit is Andrew from Indiana, and he did say his uh his subject line was a not so roller coaster ride of emotions. <laughs> Greetings, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the rest of the sexy gonorrhea spreading members of the Get Fresh crew. Ooh. Jesus Ooh. I like it. it. Scares me. Unlike Eric, I've not been reading comics most of my life. It's so funny. You know where that that saying came from? Um, the first episode. Episode one, and I know. that that was nothing for like eighty-five to ninety episodes, nope. and then all of a sudden I started yelling at you about it again. It makes me laugh every goddamn time, you pretentious prick. I hopped on shortly after Rebirth, and your hours of nonsense each week have provided a lot of context for a beginner like me. I'm curious what your thoughts are on the DC Universe overall. Now, he'll he'll tell us what he thinks, and I'm telling you, Andrew, we're, we're in the same boat. Let's start rowing this fucking boat over a goddamn fucking waterfall and kill each other. At first, Jesus. Wednesdays felt like Christmas morning. Didn't matter if it ended up with greatness or garbage in my stack of comics. I was just happy to have it. Recently, it has felt more like Easter, and your parents are hoping you're too dumb to realize they're poor and feeding you off-brand candy. 
like Thanks, that candy cream man. candy bars there. Cream candy bars. There are plenty of books I look forward to, Wonder Woman, Red Hood, Green Lanterns, but the universe overall seems to have settled in at a predictable 7 out of 10. Some I good agree. arcs, some letdowns, but nothing that knocks my socks off. Even my favorite superhero, Batman, is leaving me lukewarm. King is a talented writer, but he seems to prefer style over substance. Always seem to have gotten so far as Batman collecting strays, Duke, Gotham Girl, and a confusing arc centered on a naked Bane. Are my expectations <laughs> too Hugo Strange. Or is, yeah, all naked. Or is DC as a whole uninspiring at the moment? Thanks for keeping the nonsense coming, Andrew from Indiana. And I do think that it's a little down. It really is. Uh, I know people badmouth the New 52. New 52 to me was strong for a while. Now, uh, yeah, you know, once we the got shitty DC, books were canceled. You? Shit yeah, that's what I'm saying. Up until then, now I say this, but what I just said, the shit did get, you know, filtered out very quickly at, at points. There were yeah. points where in the the New 52, books were lasting six to eight issues, and well, the like writing was like, on the wall. When Arkham Manor came out, it was an ongoing series. They're like, no, no, it's only a six-issue mini. I'm yeah. like, nobody yeah. bought yeah. this goddamn it's, book. It's like Prez, same yeah. thing. Yeah, oh, six issues, and then we were – I don't even want to get into that we were right. <laughs> Reggie gets mad at that. Uh, but no, I think because of this, you know, twice a month shipping and things like that, now we've had a lot of these books having 12 issues already, 12, 13, 14 now, and it just – some of them just aren't great. And in general, I think also because of the way they came out and there weren't – like when the new 52 came out, boom, you had 52 books. Yeah, and there were too time. many to read them all. So people, had to, I think that a lot of people jumped into Rebirth and were trying to get every book at one point. So as they started going bad, you were involved. And I think that kind of skewed people. And then once you start having to drop books, like we said, all these people, oh, I'm dropping this, I'm dropping that. It does kind of tarnish the whole, you know, idea brand, of what's going yeah. on. Uh, don't listen to us though. We're negative. We're fucking negative pricks. Uh, but. I don't know where else I'm going with. <laughs> it's just I, I'm not that excited about some of these books, even the ones that I really love. It just kind of that they, they're not as exciting now. Well, even that, I, the I ones I look why. forward to the most have been disappointing me, and I'm like, yeah. God damn it, what the hell am I going to do now if I can't even yeah. look forward to these books? Now I've said the Green Lanterns book is on my you know twenty five dollar pull list now, and even that I'm like I'm reading it and it's kind of I don't want to get Repairman Jack upset, but a lot of it seems like setup, Eric. Setup issues. Actually, issues. You, you know what goes on with me? I think Jack's wrong a bit. Uh, what I think in my mind, there's not just setup issues now. There's fucking setup arcs because yeah. you have two a month. There might be three issues, four issues in a row that are all set up, like a I am suicide. Really, like the whole thing Phantom until Lantern. the end. Yes. And yeah, really. We'll be talking about it later. The Phantom Lantern story looks like everything we've gotten with Frank Leminski was just a setup to get to the actual story with Wolf Doom. Yeah. It's just you get this idea like, God damn it, I'm I'm getting fucking, you know, bedazzled. I don't know, like bamboozled. Well, not I'm bedazzled. not even that. We'll My jeans are bedazzled, Eric. Nice. We're going to talk about Cyborg later on, but like. We are what, eight issues into that, and nothing has really happened. Well, We're still in the same. You want to keep going? This is the bad thing. Out. What is how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps? Same oh, thing. Yeah. Like right We're there, we just came up like, with Green two. Lantern Corps to do something. Yeah, uh, that whole opening arc of Nightwing that people went fucking gaga for. It really didn't amount to anything, really. I just some of these things are are really starting to get me down, though. Action a, comics, fucking, yeah. it took a long time to start doing anything, and we're still yeah. like worried about. 
like uh, mysteries that were set up in the first arc. But here again, I'll I'll go with what Andrew also said, which you agreed with. Seven out of ten is not that bad. No, everything is good enough to at least keep rolling. It's there are few and far, you know, between books that I'm saying you have to fucking cancel this book, Superwoman. But other, (laughs) there's not a ton of those though. It's just some are disappointing, and I think because Rebirth started and it really did like inject some fucking you know hope and and things Life. we were excited we were really excited a lot of these people jumped on well you're you're going into a phase now to me that is very normal shit kind of is is it's kind of play, not played out it's just the well now we're playing the, the waiting game because we had, they had, they set this whole thing up we got rebirth it started with a goddamn bang and then we found out that it's going to be a two-year plan. Now we're going to yeah. wait those two years. To yeah, really and I don't, I don't answers. even like the whole Watchmen thing. I'm not that concerned with. I really am not. Well, not only that, I told it's that we got we got the whole Watchmen. We got the missing ten years that goes along with that. We got the three Jokers they threw fucking at us yeah. back in the end of the New Fifty Two. We've got a lot of shit that we're waiting yeah, for I in know. between. I'm not waiting. I'm just saying each issue is just kind of the shit. A lot of times I read these things, I'm just bored. And then there's Mr. Oz out of nowhere just doing shit. I'm like, okay, here's a little snippet of this. I guess I'm waiting. I don't know if it's one of those. I was thinking this this week, and I I don't know if I can even say it to make sense. But uh, we love a connected universe. Love it. It's it's kind of getting on me now because every you can't have it. They want to have their things. This we'll talk about it. This happens in like three books this week where the connected universe doesn't really make sense i'll, I'll tell you right now one of them's keenan kong flying around in superman you said i don't know maybe it's later maybe it's this maybe he has that power now it doesn't make sense for what i'm reading right now we have fucking killer frost there saying oh superman i saw you above you gotta fucking play games in your mind going okay well she saw the new 52 superman the way yeah. the timeline goes and he when he even says to her who when i came out as superman you know people wanted no he's talking about another universe but yet it's the same kind of story but this is where some of this connected universe is actually starting to drag me down a bit where i go where they forced the connection when we started out with green lanterns where simon baz was on earth and not with the rest of the green lantern corps who just got back from like like uh, like that because you were gonna have to go and i will tell you i'm gonna announce during the i'll announce it now the the superman business you're gonna have to roll with it You, you gotta just say okay for right now the goddamn pre-Flashpoint Superman is our Superman, and that's it. And then we get Captain Adam, where you get the new 52 Superman, and then my fucking head starts hurting. <laughs> I'm telling you, coming up soon is going to be that issue, and it came up again today while I was just sitting around and saw Trevitt had, uh, had uh, what's it called, tweeted something a while back that I didn't see. Oh, the Wally West and Superman And the one, Wally yeah. West and Superman, and this is going to cause a tr- you know, troubles then, thinking, and Hakeem was the one who brought it up initially, on the podcast, where you're going to have to sit there and go, well, is this really the pre-Flashpoint Wally West? Should he know Superman? Shouldn't he? Is this, that, and the other thing? And it, it is. It's starting to get me down. I think that at this point now with these books, a lot of these books are showing not even just that sort of thing. That's more of a nitpick for me. But they are showing the cracks a bit in yeah. these stories where it's just getting me down a little. And, and most are kind of heading downstream they're not get improving they're just either you know the same or going down for them i don't know i i am negative right now i'm not in a very good place there <laughs> not in a very good place my friend i need some help i this is a cry Zola? for help for everyone out there a cry for help Eric. but andrew's email was in fact the last email of this section All right. and we're going to continue now with these books that i need i need help there 
I need some some talking. It'll be to. okay. We're, we're going to stop for a minute. We're going to take a break. Uh, you're going to cheer me up, okay? And then we'll come back. I'll be positive. Look at all those chickens. I'll be ready for the but. No, that can't do it anymore. Oh. I, I went to that well too many times. Repairman Jack <laughs> thinks I went to the well with the setup issue. Too many chickens there. I, I went to the well too many. <laughs> Maybe not. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Hello, motherfucker. Hello, motherfucker. Oh, I love that guy. That's what I'd say. Anybody, the way people were saying today, I, I actually throw it out to the Get Fresh crew and, hey, guys, would you like us to do interviews uh, just to see if people like that? Because I don't yeah. like podcasts with interviews. I, I'll admit it. I really don't. I like to hear the people that I tune in to hear every week. That's why when different podcasts have rotating, you know, Fucking hosts and host, things yeah. drives me nuts. I like to know, like people listen to us because they know that I have very bad irritable bowel syndrome, Eric. They they know this. It's something that they can grab on. It makes them feel like they know what's right in the world. They know that you have read comics most of your life, Eric, and they go with that. Uh, but I said if we did interviews, everyone starting with this. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> Just it has to be. If the guy does not hang up. He passed the test. He passed the test. Not, I guess I have to play the song. Every time we say that, I can play. There we go. He he would have to. Woman, man, interview, whatever. It starts with that. We'll see if they pass the test. Also, I think if we do interviews, at the end, we have to announce if they have passed the test and if they are official members of the Get Fresh crew. Doop, doop. Doop, doop. But we're going to go off to the books now, Eric. Get down to the nitty gritty. Views, Eric. Every single one of them oh, coming at gems. you, coming at you, all mine, mine, baby, <laughs> mine. I'm like, hey, what? Jim Please. This is my review. Hey, Jim Verna, listen here, bro. It's your reviews. I want an obligatory statement, bro. See, I can't do it. You, you no. know it's not me. Uh, this is a spoiler <laughs> podcast, Eric. We also have written reviews on our site, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. And this is the meat and cheese of it all, the books. Uh, I look forward to it every, every week, Eric. I oh, look yeah? forward to every single bit of it. Yes. Yes. I love me some books. It's weird. I, I did tell everybody again. I've mentioned this like a hundred times already that I was having a bad week, but it was, you know, my books were down, whatever. I actually liked your books better. 
Right. I, well, I was really. You, I had eight books. You had four. It wasn't hard to find something to like out of. Yeah, but even in books. general, even the ones like I'm telling you, we behind the veil, we've already talked like Captain Adam, Adam, and oh, stuff yeah, yeah. like that. Even those, uh, nothing of yours really got me that pissed. Even ones that we'll talk about tonight. <laughs> I don't that know. Upset me. Might hear some of them. <laughs> I'm telling you, not even close to say. Batman, which is supposed to be, you know, one of my favorite books, and it just it's everybody's favorite book. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I did even see some people in the Get Fresh crew say that they were actually dropping Batman, and that is That's fucking crazy. insane. That's insane, Eric. Insane in the membrane. Uh, but we are going to start. Yeah, insane in the brain. We are going to start with. What is the big book of the... The weekly book. The week, but also just pretty much the big book of Rebirth so far. It really is pushed. It's the first big event, Eric. And it's been okay. Yeah, uh, it's... I don't know. I, Honestly, this issue I am down on just because... Don't say don't it's know. set up, Eric. Repair and Jack, I'll put you on blast. He'll it's blast your ass. It's not set up, it's just He'll boring. blast your ass. I don't know. It's okay. I like it a little more than I think you did. Um, yeah. Only because I just like the characters, and we did get more of Maxwell Lord and his team, but not enough. Kinda. But I, I, we did get some though. And then when I was reading it, Eric, I had a great theory that I, I you threw had an amazing you. theory that blew yeah. me away. You actually, I yep. think we talk about later in this podcast about this moment where you want to find something and blow me away with. It's yes. funny because I think we're going to do it here, and then later on you're going to talk about how yeah. you wish you had something to do. I with wish this. I had something to blow you away because I always come up with these theories, and then when I was reading the book i had some sleuthing and you it was crazy the fuck out of this well here again though before i go on i want to tell you and you know, we'll give a little hints to other people eric though this may be completely wrong and then i'll look totally. like an asshole but i did tell you that this week i was listening to some podcasts and i get angry when they say stuff like oh and then this character came up and i don't know who that is when you could just look it up and yeah. i said to you when you were a kid reading your books, Eric, your funny books, uh, things would pop up that you didn't understand. You either oh. had to count on somebody else reading the book as well that you knew and ask them, which that is not always the case. I'm saying, I never knew anybody who read comics, yeah, really. Exactly. So, so you didn't worked. have that option. The other option would have been to wait and see if they the told you later. The only other option would be is to get some back issues and keep reading. That's what I'm saying. Or hopefully the you know it's something that will be explained later. But if not, you have to go with it. Nowadays, well, there is no reason for anything to come up without at least an effort to try to figure out something. If somebody comes up, I said to you, here's a hint again. If they give you a full name of somebody, look at the look fuck up because up. that means it's important. They don't just yeah. go and say, hey, Eric Lee Shea. Yeah. Hey, Maxwell Lord the Fourth. I'll say sometimes you might go down the rabbit hole and find nothing like a Terry yeah, Kirschberger, but for the most yes. part, it's usually important. I'm telling you, for the most part, it's, it's, one it's of the, pretty like, important. Rules of reviewing, right there. We yeah. taught we they taught that day one when I went to that community college course. Yep. Reviewing yep. 101. If they say a full name, look into it. Just just check. And where I'm getting at is nowadays, it's so easy. You can type in person with eye patch headband podcast eric shea comes up he comes yeah. right up Damn. that's all you need you don't even need full sentences to fucking find these things but i did do some weird sleuthing i have a theory again I love it, it might be wrong and then i look like an asshole but oh, whatever i love it it's good yeah. I, let's get into this all right we're gonna go with it eric just league versus suicide squad number three written by joshua williamson with art by jesus marino andy owens alex sinclair jeremiah skipper and rob lee skipper the just 
Skipper! The Justice League are held captive in Bell Rev, and while they're having some back-and-forth banter with the Suicide Squad, Batman and Amanda Waller are getting down to brass tacks about who the real villain of this event is, Maxwell Lord. Eventually, the two teams get on the same page, and as we end this issue, we find out that Maxwell Lord and his lost prisoners are on their way to our heroes because apparently there's a powerful weapon being housed in Bell Rev that will give Maxwell the means to change the world. Yes, yes. That's what we're calling them now, the Lost Prisoners, Jim. The Lost Prisoners. I thought they were the Lords of Destruction, Eric. I really did. I thought so as well, but we've been known to be wrong in the past. Yes, we have. That was just our made-up deal. I will mention that name the next book, though. I did put it in my blurb. But uh, it starts off, and it was funny. I I get there, and I open the book, and I'm like, why are they on the fucking moon? It really does look like they're on the moon, but they they are in uh, at the catacombs. They're going in. Man, Rick do I think they're the Batcave on the moon? Yes, it's Rick Flag and Katana. Katana looks very buxom out of nowhere. I, I just want to point that out. She looks like she's got she she went and had some work done there. I appreciate it personally. Yes, yes. So she's there, there, and the whole thing is a setup for them just to go down. Two things are happening here. Well, they go down. And it's just a pile of bodies. So I'm telling you, you there is nothing going on in this section. Well, of the book. I'm telling. Yeah, there's two things happening. You have to see the destruction that was what happened. I mean, we did see people going down, but this really points out, listen, the Lords of Destruction, as you like to call them, <laughs> not the Lost Prisoners, the Lords of Destruction, they, they really are that. They are going to kill every single person. This kind of goes later into setup with the, hey, they didn't Ooh. have to kill anybody. They, Well, I'm just saying, this is know, kind of a setup within here so that when it is said... They could have just walked out. No, they killed yeah, yeah. everyone. And yeah, they they killed everyone. In my um, mind, this is only here since they actually tell us later on that they killed everybody and even made sure to fucking do it as painfully as possible. In my mind, this is because they needed something for Katana and Rick Flag to do it. Yeah, they event. may, but here's the thing. I also think this is just to point out Katana's not really hip with this. She does like say, "What the fuck is going on? You know, aren't we going to investigate that sort of thing?" And Rick Flag's like, "No, no, no." Well, now the, the weird thing, the weird thing about Rick Flag here is that what an issue ago or two issues ago, he was arguing with Amanda Waller and saying this was full bullshit. What you're doing, he I am went- to be included. He went against what she told him to do. It yeah. ended up working out because he left Bell Rev to go get the Suicide Squad. In the meantime, they needed him to go get them anyway, and it worked out. But, yeah, yeah I think that this is also to show you that Rick Flagg is still on Team Amanda Waller, but Katana is not. And I think that that's going to be something that comes into play later where Katana may help the Justice League more than, say, the Suicide Squad because she really does see this, and this is not – She's not down with it. She really isn't. She it, Well, Jim, I could see that anyway because she was part of the Just League of America back in the New 52. Well, and I also think that this is where you're having a little bit of a problem because when we had the Suicide Squad movie announced and Katana was announced as part of it, first off, you didn't know what her role was. No. When it was first announced, you're like, what the fuck is she on the Suicide Squad? Then you find out she's this you know, handler-type deal. Uh, I think that this is to show that she's not really down fully with, with Amanda Waller. I don't know if that if it will come into play. She's not down with the wall that much. And Rick Flagg is, though. Rick Flagg basically says in his whole line, which is supposed to be the big line, I don't know. It, it fell a little uh, flat for me. It was like, in my short time with working with the Suicide Squad, I've learned Waller either gets her way or she lets you get yours. 
Okay, that's what. What are the other options there? Can, she th- just says for no. Me have my way. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. But that's where we go off to. That's the segue into Bell Rev, where they have Batman uh, looking like Hannibal Lecter. Now oh, he yeah, he's is being strapped wheeled up. to the infirmary. He's got a straight jacket. He's got the Hannibal Lecter mask. They're all on he there. He is in the strapped meantime. to a freaking like you know uh, what yeah. the hell are they called? Goddamn! Uh, uh, it's like a gurney. It, actually. It, more it's than like me, dolly. it's like a hand dolly. Yeah. yeah, they have them on that. Now, the the thing that I want to ask you, number one, where people have to say, why why do they keep his costume on? Why why when they get these guys in there, why don't it's they take Olive the, the cow off? I, I, yeah, it ends up being that, but really, it looks silly, doesn't it? He's yeah. there. They're in Bell Rev. Uh, the other thing that I want to know is, and honestly, Amanda Waller at this point taking the costume off, so there's no purpose. She already knows who it is. I know. But the other thing to me, though, is why don't they drug him? Why is he awake? Why is, is, she, is this a game she's playing? I'm, I'm joking. not joking. Is I it? No, no. The way she makes it seem when Batman does break out and get to her, this was kind of a test, and he well, just passed it. I think he failed because she said she. I think she has a pool in the Bell Rev, you know, security <laughs> deal, and and she had the hour before that he was going to break out earlier. Now she lost her pool. She's pissed. The, the wall does not like losing the office pool. No, but yeah, she gets her way, you get yours. It's Jim. just a, this whole scene <laughs> is very yeah, yeah. This whole scene is very odd. Now also. The, these poor workers. Now, I, Batman has to spell it out, which is funny. He's like, listen, I know you're doing your job overzealously, so that gives him the opportunity to kick their not ass and not feel bad. Goddamn nose. Yes. So he's like the uh, the karate-kicking Houdini. He's fucking killing the, you know, he's not killing him, but he's beating the shit out of him, and then I, it ends I, I up with... I love this one panel, though, like... He's just upside down, and they're like, stop him, he's got to, and like, then he's just bashing them in the head with his own yep. head. I'm like, yep. what was he doing right there? He is kicking their ass as he gets out of a straitjacket. <laughs> it's pretty badass. But it is badass, and I like the, this Batman. In the long run of this, or the long-term deal of this, there's Amanda Waller, and she's just like, took you long enough. I'm like, these poor guys who are working there just got the shit kicked out of them in Hopefully your little fucking game. Pay. It's a little game. But yeah, that's where... Batman calls around like, listen, you know, release the Justice League. What the fuck? Why were you taking me to the infirmary? And this is where me and you both had a problem, where she says, oh, you see this? This is my favorite tool. It injects a small explosive device into a person's brain. I could have used it on you, but I didn't because this is an olive branch. No, you, why would you be taking no, no. the infirmary? Yeah, you're, you're, you're playing the game here. completely intending on putting this yeah. in his goddamn yeah. head. This was going to liar. go in Batman's head. She is a liar, and unfortunately, her nose isn't bleeding, Eric, so she can't convince fucking yeah. Batman of anything. Uh, but yeah, then he's like, tell me the truth, Waller, but it's, it just makes me laugh. That she was indeed going to do this. There's no reason to set all this up, get him in this getup, get him going towards the infirmary so that he could break out, so that you could come down with a, a little, you know, gun thing and say, I was going to do this. Oh, it's it makes like a no, child. It's like, Batman's you know, confronting a child after they did something wrong. Like, I wasn't going to do anything with this. Yeah, Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it just makes me laugh, but it also upsets me a bit because I think that her doing that putting a bomb in batman's neck for some reason i think that sounds fucking awesome it does it'd be funny for them not to be able to do it to superman because the the thing but you see that she kind of can do this now the other thing i want to mention i'll mention at the end 
and I'll save this one little caveat to the end, but right. at this point, that's where Batman's like, why, you know, you shouldn't have the Justice League captured, this is bullshit, uh, but you go off to see the Suicide Squad, who are a little confused at how they got back to Bell Rep, because they were fighting the, uh, the Justice League, uh, that's where, which we already knew, but they find yeah. out, nope, Killer Frost pretty much froze everyone, though I Just did look League back Suicide at the last... Included. Yeah, I did look back at the last panel, and it looked like the Suicide Squad was not frozen. They looked kind of out and about at that point, but I'll go with it. Uh, why? This is one thing I actually have a problem with all the time whenever we have, like, freezing villains and shit like that. It's like, why is not everyone dead? Yeah, yeah, they were frozen like, It's death. the whole thing where they're just in a block of ice, but no, they're just gonna, like, like, they're fine until they're thawed out. Then they'll be okay. Yeah. I'm like, that doesn't make any goddamn sense to and, me. But we well, got to go with it. Yeah, and the the one thing, though, is... Why in these Suicide Squad, or th- this event, why is Harley always blowing bubbles all of a sudden? It, it, it's like every issue, it seems like she's blowing a bubble. And I, I don't know why it annoys me. It, it just, it's so silly. I got nothing here. <laughs> so silly, though. It, but there she is. She's blowing bubbles. She's there, trying but, to quit smoking. I yeah, they know. think it's pretty cool, though. They think it's cool that they were involved with getting the Justice League. They're all in these traps. But uh, the big thing is Superman to ask Killer Frost then, hey... You know what? Uh, actually, before that, before that, they actually have this like back and forth with each other. They're like, "Hey, where's Batman?" Superman wants to know where Batman is. Uh, Harley's there talking to Wonder Woman. Hey, you know what? We got in a fight, but I'll still send you letters. You know the goofiness. Yeah. El Diablo says to Cyborg, "Hey, essay, can you get my father's record clear?" And I didn't know what he was talking about. Nah. I'm telling you, if I missed something along the way, I, I guess I missed it. I, you even said that you were like, I don't know like, what's going on. I don't on. know El Diablo's father. Get yes. the hell out of here. Then you go, and uh, Boomerang is, is kind of trash-talking to Flash. Flash is stuck in this thing where it looks like, you know, it's stopping. It's making him – actually, it looks like it's making him vibrate all the time so that he can't access the speed force, I guess. Uh, I think this is something I actually saw uh, in the New 52 at some point when he was captured, but who knows. But they, they have a way to contain him, and there's fucking Boomerang fucking tra- talking <laughs> trash, and then – uh, Flash realizes that if he touches the cell, they're going to get shocked. So he says that he has bad breath and, and his thing. You said you like that. I, 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 it I just like any time we see Boomerang bantering with a hero, especially the Flash. Yeah, I, I, I don't just know. find it funny it, to me. This was the issue. I don't – I like the other ones with Boomerang. I thought that the dialogue with Boomerang was well, a little off this issue. The whole thing is like, hey, you got bad breath to get him so angry to the fact yeah. that he would go against this class. It's a little forced, but – I don't know. I enjoy just seeing Boomerang. I would have thought it was funny if he got Harley over somebody like to take selfies with him in the flash in the cell or somebody's like, this image of you locked up is being filed away in me head. That's all he says. He's like, I'm going to look at you and I can't wait if the rogues can can see you. I don't know. It just it didn't seem right. It it seemed like his dialogue was a little off to me, but that's fine. But it, it's all this Ain't back and forth Australian with each person. slang in there for you? I, yeah, I think that's what it might have been. But yeah, <laughs> then you say, go. You bloody. Yeah, yeah, you bloody git. But yeah, they have uh, Killer Frost as the big person. We said they're pushing her completely, oh, and yeah. this is where Superman's going to start the process to me of getting her to be good so that she could go on the JLA because he says, listen, when Amanda Waller said for you to, you know, take my power, you hesitated. What was going on? Why did you hesitate? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about and whatnot. Now, there is a thing that I thought was a little off because Superman says, listen, I heard Waller talking to you in your head, but that was the whole thing. That was why Boomerang was such an asshole the last issue because he was the one that revealed that 
and so Superman knew all the time, which I, I guess it makes sense. It just kind of threw Boomerang's whole you know thing out the window then, because Superman was aware of it before and would have told them. But uh, he did hear her, you know, say, you know, do yeah. it, do it, do knows it that I'll she hesitated. You. Yeah, and that's where uh, Killer Frost freaking says, hey. You know what? I was in I was in Metropolis. I was going to the symposium, this fucking you know thing, and my professor that I was with said that I'd never make it in college, that I should Dick just Boop quit. Professor. And that's yeah, and that's where I saw you fly above. You weren't doing anything, you just flew above and it made me inspire that if a man could fly, I could go to college. It, yeah. it's a little it seems to me like a little kind of force deal. It's, like it's I, if I'm bad. having a bad I day that, I can see that being like something you would remember and think back on. Oh you might, but if I'm situation. having a bad day, I, I lose my job and I go outside and I see fucking Superman fly by, I'm like, you know what? A man can fly, so this means I don't care, I can get another job. I'd be like, Fuck you, Superman, you fucking high and mighty asshole. I, I, it just it was forced. all of a sudden because you see him fly on a bad day you are now lex luthor Not, yeah but yeah or i'd just be like yeah look at him i wish i was superman i'd be like <laughs> frank lemensky mr flying man i'm fucking frank lemensky now i'm like oh fucking superman why don't you use your goddamn powers to get me a fucking job i just it seemed weird it seemed very forced but it's it's what's going to happen. It was happen. just a little thing there uh, I thought was a kind of a cool connection. Yeah, it's not to this Superman, but it's still fine with me because he is the guy, you know, the a shield inspired. It is, means hope, and he inspires people. I oh, like so, that. So she sees a guy fly and thinks, you know what? My professor who's looked at all my work and says I'll never make it. You know what? That professor's wrong because this guy's flying. You know what? I don't see that professor flying. Fuck him. No, really? But, yeah, the, the whole thing would be and the whole issue would be that's really not that Superman. The timing doesn't set up right. Uh, but this no. is what I was saying earlier. You kind of have to just go with it. Go with it. Yeah. You can you can say, listen, Superman, Superman. does not bother me at all that she saw the new 52 Superman was inspired and still like sees this Superman. Yeah, as but no, that. they're they're going fully. He doesn't. They, it, there's not any time that he's like, no, no, that wasn't me. And really, at no this point, to say that. But at this point, they would know that. They know that the new 52 Superman died and he showed up. So I'm telling you, he, she saw him. They're just going straight with that. That's no new 52 Superman that she saw. They're just going to play this from now on that whenever we see these things like that, it's who they say, you know, it's not even like, oh, I saw him fly and then later he died, but then you showed up. They're not even going to go with that nonsense anymore. This is what she saw and they're not going to play the game anymore because then he's like, he says, oh, when I came out and the people were against me and then I, you know, fought to be the, and you're going to do this as well. And, and I just, it actually bothers me more than I think because I say <laughs> that we shouldn't let it bother us. It, it does kind of bother me that they're trying to play it both ways, but it didn't ruin my score or anything like that. It no, just, I'm sorry. This it just doesn't bother me at me all, and I actually like the little moment even if it's not the Superman that she saw because yeah. Superman, no matter what, is going to inspire hope. Yeah, like I said, I, I think it's bullshit. I don't think somebody who's just been told that they're not going to go in college see like all these other people, like everywhere the guy flies, there's and nobody could actually in Metropolis have a bad day because he's flying around. I, I just, I just think it's no, say this. I, I think it's a force deal to get her I'm to say a bad why day she's and good. I happen to see 
if I happen to see a ghost somewhere, like if I have a bad day, I am now dedicating my life to freaking checking out the paranormal fucking field. Yeah, and you've never seen that, so there. I'm telling you, I, I, I have a great day, and I, I just, I don't even want to go into it anymore because it's not that important. It just, like I said, it just came out to me as being a very forced way to start the rehabilitation of Killer Frost together right. in the JLA. Which, That's all it's it gonna is. It's so weird because I don't know what's going to entail, but when we finally get that, you know, Killer Frost rebirth number one, um, it feels like we're already going to have most of that set up by the end of this anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I think, obviously, we're going to because we're only halfway through and they're already starting it. This isn't yeah. something that at the end you're going to have her just like, you know what, everything I just did didn't feel right, Batman. Can I be on your team? It's going to be that the next bit of issues, Batman has to see that, oh, indeed, she's not really playing by the rules of the Suicide Squad. She's a little better than that. She's not a bad person. She had this and that. She's being forced. They're really already even from the first issue are really pushing towards that they are you know being manipulated more than just the whole hey you're villains or whatever she they're looking at her as just being completely manipulated yeah and we'll see where it goes but that's where you go off then to maxwell lord and the lost prisoners and this is where i was doing my research because it has an island they're on like a little island and he is there to try to find somebody and he has this whole team they're there they look awesome they look they I have killed all the native people who are yes. protecting whatever he's looking for on yeah, the side. Yeah, whatever he's looking. And this is at the point where you, you get even, here's the other thing. You can't have Lobo doing crazy shit because he's going on the JLA, correct? Yeah, correct. Correct. So Lobo says, I ain't killing nobody unless I got a contract. And so that's right there. He didn't kill any of these guys. So when somebody calls them out and says, whoa, 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 Lobo can't be on the JLA. He killed people in this. He, as far as we know, when he was in the prison breaking out, he may have beaten some people up. I don't know that we really saw him necessarily kill them, uh, but here he I'm spells saying, it out. I'm saying no matter what, he killed a few dudes on the way out. Well, these guys are laying in blood and out of nowhere. He says, the main man don't frag nobody without a good reason or a contract, so Max better hurry the hell up with that high priest. So yeah, he's John, really, Johnny Sorrow, Emerald Empress, and friggin' yeah, Rustin are standing in a heap of bodies. Yeah. Lobos behind all this, like, nope, sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. And all cigar. that is, again, is to make sure that you know that he's not killing people right now. But you go in, and Maxwell Lord is talking to a high priest, a shaman, uh, who has gotten the shit kicked out of him. But, again, the big tell is that Maxwell Lord's nose is bleeding. And that but Jim, is the tell. That shaman's nose is bleeding, oh, too. Oh, he's bleeding, too, from getting <laughs> the shit kicked out of him. Even if you said to me, it looks like he's been sliced up and whatever. Oh, yeah. But he's had a he's bad like, goddamn day. And Maxwell Lord, again, he's one of those guys. Everything he does, he thinks that he is doing the right thing. He wants to control the world, to, you know, to save it from itself, yeah. really, it seems. And he's there, listen, uh, whatever's going on here, shaman, I, he's going to get free again. And if he does, who better to control him than me? And so we're talking about a person. Yes. And this is where the shaman's like, listen, nobody, your powers are useless. You think you can control him. You're not powerful enough to contain him. 
And then he keeps saying this. He's like, listen, you're going to help me. He's trying to use his powers on him. Uh, then you pull out and you see that it's Dr. Polaris. They have swords through this guy. And Dr. Polaris Levitating is using him in the his, air with his freaking, swords through him. Yeah, with his metal you know, abilities there like Magneto. And it's fucking, yeah. it's badass. That is badass. But yeah, uh, that's where Maxwell Lord's like, I can make the pain go away and I'll never help you. And that's where Maxwell Lord's giving him a little push. Not a little push. So what we're saying ah! is, <laughs> yes, what we're saying here, though, is that it definitely is somebody that he's after. Uh, whether or not this is necessarily the weapon in Bel Rev, he really is trying to get somebody if it, it's you know what I mean. Be, right? Uh, you would, but it's weird because you even spelled out that he's learned about this weapon in Bel Rev other ways. So why That's would the he thing, have to go? This, this weapon he is – because I just read the Justice League tie-in issue before we got on tonight, but I read the friggin' Justice League versus Suicide Squad days and days ago. So the one feels like – the Justice League tie-in actually feels like it was an afterthought, and they put that in where it doesn't really jive with what we yeah. have here for what I, how I understand this issue because – it seems that he got the information that this weapon is not is no longer on this island. It's now at Bell Rev, and that's what gets yeah. them on their way to Bell Rev well, at the end of this issue. And I, but I'll, in the Justice yeah. League, they tell like Amanda Waller should have says, "I have the weapon here." Again, and maybe it's a weapon that he's going to use because what he's doing here, he's trying to get somebody. He's trying to get somebody that he wants to use. The shaman is saying, "No, no, no, you're not going to be able to control him with your me- yeah. mealy mouth powers." <laughs> uh, but here's where I, I here's goes my theory. I, I was reading this. I'm like, this is weird that they're spelling this out. And it's such a weird aside that they're there. So yeah. I actually looked up. And the, the big thing, the only thing I could find uh, to look up was this island. And to try to figure out what this island, if it was important. So I looked up. Which DC is weird because Comics. they never named the island. No. And that's what's weird about it because they don't want to spell it out. So I looked up DC Comics Island. Right. And I went through and looked at pictures of comic book islands from DC <laughs> Comics. And one really does resemble look, what we have here. Yeah, it looks exactly like it. And it's the island Thalrion. And so I'm like, okay, that's the one that looks at, oh, I'll see what's going on. And when I was reading it, this is an island that is like almost like the opposite of Themyscira. It's the island of men. It's like the, the brother island. Yes, it's like a brother island of Themyscira. But on that island is Jason, who, is, you know, the Jason of the Argonauts, whatever. Yes. That is a big prominent person who's always on this island. The thing is, though, Jason in the DCU is Wonder Woman's twin brother that we yeah. haven't seen at all. We don't know well, anything we've about, about him. It. We've talked about it. He was in. He was mentioned in the Rebirth special number one. So why – the whole question for me and you was – why haven't we seen him? If he yeah. is Wonder Woman's twin, they're making a big deal. Why I'm haven't sorry. we seen him up I've to this point? I've been very worried that all of that was going to be retconned because of Greg Ruck's run on Wonder yes. Woman right now. Yes, but it was in Rebirth number one, so he yes. can't do that. He cannot. So if Greg Ruck is not going to go with that, what better place to put Jason in than the first big event that That's could right. go and push? So I do. Now, the other option would be Baby Darkseid. Uh, but I don't think they're going to go fully into that yet. Uh, so I actually, I'm my saying, theory if it's baby is dark side. You have a bigger problem then because you have to explain then Grail as well. Yeah, yeah. My my theory is it's Jason. Somehow and they it, have been controlling theory. him, and almost like the point with um, t- it would get to me almost like maybe the uh, Flashpoint Superman where they had him imprisoned and he, you know, yeah, he yeah. was always like this is something where they actually 
have had him in prison for, you know, this whole time, that he hasn't been able to get out. Now, is he actually there on this island where he should be? Or is this leading to maybe Amanda Waller and that they have him in Bell well, Rev? That, that's and what when it really say, seems like to me. In my mind, the I'm shaman that, it, finally, after that extra little push that it seemed to break his goddamn mind, yes. he let it out that somehow Amanda Waller has this weapon or Jason, whatever it is, at Bell Rev. And now, the only like thing, yeah, the thing that way, I think Bell, of... When I think about it, when they say, oh, where's the weapon? Oh, it's it's beneath Bell Rev. It's in Bell Rev. Bell Rev isn't a place that you really store weapons. You no. you would have people in prison, but yet is he a weapon and and what that would entail. So that is my theory. I may be completely off, like, but I do, think that we're, I do think that we're going to see Jason coming up, which would be awesome. And yeah. you'd go from there, see how fucked up he is. He's probably some fucking mutant, right? I, I would hope not. No. But yeah, they're they're going from the same. Is what he, is. he might be, but yeah, oh, he's probably like sexy as hell. But yeah, that's he, where in you my have. Mind, he looks like epic sax man a bit. That'd be awesome. But yeah, uh, Maxwell Lord comes out and he's like, "Hey, I convinced the shaman's high priest to give me what I wanted. So what did he get? Did he get the information he the of where he is, or did he get that's how the, I read the it. person that he got himself? I don't know how it is, but he's like, uh, you know, they're they're just he's got what he wanted, but now. Lobo wants a Waller. We're going to go get Waller. Now, the other issue throughout this whole thing is you're wondering, why the hell... Yes, Maxwell Lord persuades him, but why the hell are they so against Waller? And again, Maxwell Lord, he pushes you. He does not give you ideas that you don't have. So at some point, these guys have to be pissed off at Waller. He's just giving them a little more of a push towards that and being yeah. really pissed off about it. Instead of just uh, taking the fuck off and doing their own thing. But yeah, that's the thing then. He's like, I appreciate your patience, Lobo, but now no more waiting. It's time for revenge. And they're heading off to Bell Rev. Now, is this the whole thing where he – this is what the, this is where it doesn't go fully with me. If it's Jason – in Bell Rev, or even if it's whatever they're talking about, it seems like he's already knows before then that he's heading the Bell Rev. He, he wants them to think it's about Amanda Waller, but it's really he's going to have them go cause some chaos while he gets this weapon. Right. It's it's a little too late in the game to find out that where he's going is Bell Rev. Now I, he had to have known all this time that they were going to Bell Rev because he's getting people who hate Amanda Waller. So I do think that. It doesn't add up completely uh, to what we'll see, but we'll we'll find out. But yeah, in the meantime, you get more of the Just League and the Suicide Squad, and really not a lot happens. Uh, no, with them. we release the Justice League. We say, hey, we're all friends now because there's a bigger bad we got to worry about, yeah. and then we got to run down the freaking prison. Yep, we're going to run down the, lost, the prison. Uh, prisons. And this is where the repairman Jack would be mad with. I would say it's set up. Uh, I like it. I like seeing them. I really yeah. do. And you're seeing again that they're really stressing. Like they don't have to, but they really are stressing that they're badass. Like this is no, you know, fucking little pussies. Because now they're showing here. you. Yeah, they're showing you what they did in Bell Rev, which we already saw the aftermath of. But we're seeing them do this. Oh, in the catacombs. Yeah. Yeah, in the catacombs. Yeah. And I, I actually, I like it. I like the, I love the character designs of all of them. I, I just, they're the coolest team and I, I want more of them. So seeing this, I really enjoyed them. <laughs> if you notice too, now that I got to the point there, yeah, Lobo's just punching a guy. He actually has a big hook. He's yeah. not using it. He just punches a guy. I think they're really trying to show you <laughs> that he is not killing anybody. He's a contract killer. He, no one locks up the main man. 
but you know what? We're not going to go fully out. But, yeah, you get a little rundown of all the guys. You, you, it spells out Johnny Sorrow. You can't see his face or else you'll die. So the they have face. a look. They have a neat thing. Yeah, they have a neat thing where they they have had to edit the footage. I I like it. Uh, But it all just leads to them seeing Maxwell Lord. The minute that Superman sees Maxwell Lord, he goes all fucking heat vision. I I I like that. He is so upset. Uh, But yeah, again, though, this is not his Maxwell Lord. And he is learn this whole time. He has had to deal with so much, so from what Maxwell Lord in the previous continuity, like even him killing Ted, setting up the entire freaking Brother yeah. Ryan Well, that's, again, and though, also, what's weird, all the, though? All the backlash it was caused when Wonder Woman broke his goddamn Yeah, but neck. again, the, the weird part about this is, they're not telling you that. So people who jump on at Rebirth have no idea why he's flipping out. And I would have at least liked a panel of them, like Batman, going, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I think the guy's bad, but this is a little extreme. You don't understand. And don't even have him say it. Have what he's thinking of and have bits of that. But they're not going to go into it. But why then do you get him so angry that heat vision on? Like he's ready to kill somebody when he sees him. We know why. But other people will not have any idea. Now, maybe they'll get to it later where he will kind of spell it out. And to me, if he does... Tell Maxwell Lord, like, oh, in my deal, you did this, this, and this. Maxwell Lord will think that's the most hilarious thing he ever heard. (laughs) He'd be like, good, good for me. Uh, But, yeah, at the one point, freaking Boomerang's laughing. You killed Ted Cord. Who the fuck is Ted Cord? Yeah, it's funny to me, too, where that's where they show him. I know him, Max Lord. Boomerang's laughing. That guy, when when (laughs) Superman says, we need to worry about this guy. Why would you laugh at this? You have no idea. It's such a weird scene. Because he looks like a regular guy. Boomerang's yeah, a cocky saying, son of a bitch. What, Lex Luthor a bad guy in, in some continuity? He looks like a normal guy. Most of these guys look like normal. That guy looks like, you know, Steve Trevor. If Steve Trevor went bad, he probably could be pretty bad. It's just, again, it's just forced plus, for Superman plus, to almost kill him. The one picture, too, it's like he has that bloody nose that they have up on screen. I imagine like guy even has bloody noses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at him. I'm, they are so pushing the bloody nose bit oh, yeah. so much. It's like every every other panel, he's got to have a bloody nose. The guy is influencing everybody. Uh, but, yeah, you get a, a little past on. then. And this is where Amanda Waller says Maxwell Lord's past is a bit of a mystery. You Not ever really use a tampon anymore. to stop a bloody nose? Nah. What's that? You ever use a tampon to stop a bloody no. nose? Why the fuck no? would I use a tampon? No. Because it absorbs. No, I fucking pinch my nose and, and put my head back. All right, I haven't I had a bloody serious. nose in a long time. Neither have I. I uh, remember this as is a where, kid, I, I had that my mother yeah. used a tampon once this is, this is where it makes me laugh with Amanda Waller because she should know more about his past, but also she kind of set up a lot of shit that he's going to do in that yeah. Justice League thing that happened before this. And she says, you know, hey, his past is a bit of a mystery, even to me. While director of Checkmate, she goes down the thing, never once says, yeah, yeah, I kind of told him everything and got him yeah. this team and I did this, which I, I she wouldn't say. Up here. It's almost yeah. like the opposite of like, like not even the opposite. It's like uh, exactly what happened with Batman, where she, he was checking in on the Suicide Squad, knew all this shit, and then when something bad happened, uh, then hey guys, I need your up. help. Yeah, yeah. If Maxwell Lord didn't look like he was coming for her, they'd never know this info and, at all. Oh my God, and I'm she's sorry. given. What's that a, whole thing where she's going down is like, hey, I need your help because he's going to kill me, and yeah. that whole shot. Yeah, that's the, the best entire, part. 
Two teams standing there, and then the same shot the next one where all the Suicide Squad is laughing. Yeah, I actually I wish the up. art was better in that. Yeah. The, the two panels, the art's a little off, but I did like the scene. It's That's hilarious. A, and I'm telling you, even when we stop with Batman Tell and everybody's settled down, he has a smile on his face yeah, as well. Yeah, he's like, hmm, hmm. It's funny, too. I get too. the joke, everybody. Calm as down, they're all on. laughing, too, it's like uh, this, <laughs> the Justice League are like looking at each other like, boy, these guys don't take anything seriously. <laughs> it, it, but, yeah, that's, the, well, that's what it all leads to, her saying – they're like, what the fuck does Maxwell Lord That's want anyway? That's my favorite bit of the yeah, book and they're like, hey, the actual listen, connection to Maxwell we, Lord the yep, Superman has. Yeah, I just, it's it's weird though. To me, it just doesn't play out from what we've seen in Rebirth. The whole Rebirth has been about him realizing that people aren't the same here and to trust the people a little more. And then he just goes ballistic. So it just seemed weird to me. But uh, it's the connection though. And they're going to go and yeah, the team is on the way and they want to know why the fuck would he be against you? And she says that's it's because I made them the team and they were the first Suicide Squad and you have it. And there's another thing that kind of doesn't jive with us as well. No, not at all. Because, you know, if Lobo has been locked up, then what happened with that other Lobo series? Yeah, and when so he we had the whole and, Lobo series where Lobo, the, the new Lobo killed the original Lobo. And then we, and, and also and we even it, had Lobo and Stormwatch before yeah, that. Yeah. And the other thing is. The timing's a little wonky. You have to know, like, when did Saturn Girl show up? Like, was that – that could have been a while back, even I, though it was the Rebirth special. Yeah, but that yeah. could have been something that happened before. But it seems like Emerald Empress showed up to find the Legionnaire. She says it. So what happened after – what it seems after, like to me. So how is this the team beforehand? But I'll go with it. I, I really like it. And at the end, they I, have the I big hope they panel explain it to a satisfactory nature because it's one of the continuity and timeline errors that always kills me because yeah. we have all this before. Just like, you know who you're going to use. Make sure it makes sense, goddamn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, just the Superman thing just threw me off a little. It really did, just because the whole his learning process through rebirth has really been to trust people more, even though they're the ones who were villains I'm, in his I don't old think deal. He's trust Lex Luthor anymore. Yeah, he went to a, a fucking planet. Yeah, he's going to make sure to, that somebody's not killed for something that's, that that never happened. Yeah, because he said when he was going, he's like, I I don't think I should, but everything he's done is good. I it's just I just. To have that thing where he's just telling them, listen, we can't trust this guy. He has no idea. Jim, if you remember, guy. we ended that issue with uh, Superman agreeing, you are yes, guilty. Yes, you're guilty. <laughs> I'm just saying, it just seemed really over the top. Like, yeah. it, I wish he would have said why he flipped out. And why he flipped out, it was huge. It oh, is a, one deal. of the biggest moments in DC history. And it really is crazy. But yeah, uh, you know, and is it going to be like later he's going to be afraid that Wonder Woman's going to fucking snap his goddamn neck like he's going to try to go yeah i don't think that that is even going to play but, out you know, like, Ma- you know what i'm so saying going to have to do something really fucked up to get her to that point i though. know i know but yeah is it going to be like he's going to jump in to stop her from doing that because it was so crazy before is i don't know is he going to sit don't back think like, i want to see like- this again he would, like I'm saying, he would be afraid, but Maxwell Lord is going to have to cross a line first. Nine, and I don't know, nine. I don't see anybody who, like, dying here that really matters to Superman at all. You know, yeah. the only person I really see dying is Rustum. I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think out of any, it'd be funny if, it, this would be hilarious to me, is they, they have this, and the next issue, Maxwell Lord is like, kicking ass, and then all of a sudden Ted Court shows up. Hey, hey, no. anybody call me? Who called? I'm here, baby. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, shit's about to get real. But yeah, or, or even more ridiculous. I don't even know if that It'd is. It'd be more so ridiculous. crazy. How about this? 
Like Rustam says something, Maxwell Lord kills him, and then one more, Rustam, no! Yeah. Oh, no! Rustam! <laughs> so ridiculous. Snaps, I, I Maxwell Lord's You neck. know what's fucked up? I just, I just realized we could possibly be dealing with fucking Wonder Woman's twin brother, so there could be some serious shit. Yeah, there could be serious shit. That's true. That would affect her fucking big it time. Would. But we'll see. Like I, I said that I think it's Jason. It's just... It does seem like too nah, quick. Dude, that, that's or, or, a great connection. But we're on issue three. There's only yeah. three issues. It seems like, is that going to be like the big reveal at the end to go forward with something else? I don't know. I don't uh, know. What, if we go forward with that, in my mind, it would have to be in the Justice League book, and I do not want Brian Hitch writing that story. I know. I don't either. And, and the solicits don't seem to point that way. It's just weird. We'll see what's going on. Uh, I like the art enough. I did say that I'm one. Saying, the, the, the biggest I like laugh to me, Reno, but uh, it yeah. is the weakest art we've yeah, seen. So yeah, yeah. And the, the biggest series. laugh to me, uh, the biggest thing was that laugh point where she says, "I need you to save me," and that art was just not good. Yeah. And that's that's probably the worst part of it because when you see the lost prisoners, they're fucking awesome. I, oh, I'm yeah. telling you, that point where it's going down, like each of them and showing what they did at the catacombs was fucking incredible. I loved it. And I love the last Blair's panel. Dr. so goddamn cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is awesome. But yeah, I love the last panel as well. And that's going to affect my score because I think I liked it more than you. What did you give it? I gave it a 6.5 because yeah. mostly it, we didn't do anything. I, I, like there might be a big connection that we do get, but the way I read this issue, it's just we had the lost prisoners go to this island just to find out they had to go somewhere else. The end with them. And we had our freaking two teams just standing around and talking. And, you know, yeah, just getting, I us up to, like, getting them up to, like, the knowledge that we already have as readers. Yeah, actually, for me, it's weird because I can sit here and say, like, oh, I had problems with Superman. I, But it just, it's, this seems like an event book to me. And I really am enjoying it. I'm enjoying it more than I think I thought I would. And also, what we're getting it just seems bigger to me, even though when I read it, I'm like, ah, oh, I wish this was going on or whatever. So I'm going to give it a 7.5. It's actually, okay. I think that still is my least favorite of the, or maybe I gave the last one a 7.5 as well. I'm still pretty know. positive with it. I love the reveal at the end that they're the first Suicide Squad. It makes no I, sense. I don't care for it. Just it makes it no make sense, sense but this is the problem, though. If I'm gonna go with it, I'm going full out. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna listen to you and say Superman goes red eyes because I'm going with it, they need something where they don't like Amanda Waller as a team. I don't see anything else that you can go with. Why else would they all be mad? Now, yes, you can say that, you know, Maxwell Lord's pushing them completely. I like that there's a basis of why they're pissed. They're in a prison where who knows how long again that goes against continuity, but they may have been imprisoned for years just there for no reason. I mean, really, these guys might be bad dudes, but it seems like just because it didn't work out, Amanda Waller tried to hide them tried to hide them away, and they're fucking pissed. They want revenge. Well, that's like what you do I with like your that. ugly children. You don't want anybody to know they're yours. <laughs> Fuck no. You put them in the basement, you fucking throw down the scraps, that's what you get. The fish that's heads, yeah. The fish heads. And then they can come up once a year for their birthday. We celebrate their birthday. I like Do we? Right? Not me. That's the worst no. day of my fucking life, I that am, ugly goddamn child. You. I am with you as well. But we're going to move on to the next bit, which is a rebirth issue, Eric. It's the Maxwell Lord rebirth. <laughs> So nonsense. Uh, these, this reminds me so much of what we'll talk about later with the JLA Adam, uh, where 
They're it's really not a rebirth. Get the fuck out of here. It I has just, it on it. I, I That's the it, worst part of it. It has Max fuck. Lord rebirth, and I'm like, who the fuck are they trying to fool? That's what it gets me when, angry. Whenever we have this, we have that huge banner. It's a big deal on top. This is just a little afterthought about a oh. Maxwell Lord you don't, rebirth. You, you don't think they put that there so that people see it and go, holy shit, exactly another rebirth issue? Yeah. It just, but it looks this different whole thing. than any other rebirth we've ever had. It just gets me upset that they're doing this. As a way to just try to milk out some more money. Yeah. Uh, because well, this... honestly, we, we talk about, I don't even know if we talk, I, th- I think it's when we talk about Green Lanterns later on, but, um, they gotta really make sure that the, the reader understands, cause in my mind, they think that everybody's a goddamn idiot. Yeah. Hey, that's what this, this issue We gotta have this Maxwell Lord book because we gotta make sure that they know he has these powers and his nose gets yeah, blood. That's basically what it is. This is all about his powers. Uh, Just League number 12. Written by Tim Seeley, art by Christian Doucet, Matt Lopez, and Richard Starkings. Tim Seeley jumps on the Just League book to give us a Maxwell Lord rebirth issue, and while we learn a couple of things, it still came off a bit as meaningless. In the end, we find out how Maxwell found out about his team, I put the Lords of Destruction era, <laughs> and kind of why he is not a fan of the Justice League. Also, if you haven't figured out Lord's power yet, this issue will pound that point in, even as it tries to make it a surprise. And it, it is. This is all here to show you, even to the point where it's revealed and Maxwell Lord has to stress, you're the only one who's ever fought it. So then you go the opposite way, like, holy shit, that must be pretty powerful. Amanda Waller. That. I'm like, geez, we know this. We <clears throat> know. I, I hope everybody knows hope that so. he has the power of suggestion. And when he gets it, he has a bloody nose. That, that's <clears throat> all we're really going to get. And like I said. And the whole we, thing in my mind is played off like one of the backups from the Suicide Squad book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This actually, if they had enough issues, this could have been a Suicide Squad backup because Instead really, of that that's what Frost happened. last issue of Suicide have this leading into the the event. I'm like, that would have worked fine for me yeah, because I, you don't need an entire issue to tell the story in my mind. Actually, I didn't even think of it. I think you're right on. I think this would have been a Suicide Squad backup, but yet I think they're like, no, no, no. We can get another 2.99 in. Yeah. Uh, this way. And yes, it is the Justice League book, so that sells itself anyway. But having it as a quote unquote rebirth issue is going to, you know, jump the numbers a bit and an event book as well. Uh, <laughs> time. It's like covering all their bases for this book to yeah. sell. Yeah, because it does. It even has the same kind of thing where, where you were having these, uh, backups where Amanda Waller was pretty much interviewing everyone. This yeah. is what you have. This is exactly what you go. And you have this Task Force X black site in in Illinois. And really, they're on the top floor of a goddamn fucking apartment building, it looks like. I don't want to be the, the floor below. Shit probably goes wrong here all the time. Uh, it's weird, too. You have Maxwell Lord, who is a pretty much a, a badass, and you have him just in an apartment. I would have had him somewhere, you know, a little more secure. But she's I'm asking. sure they got some kind of badass security system that, like, is hidden. Yeah. Yeah, better security. You know? It looks like there's two guys guarding the door, and at hey, the end it kind of shows that. Guys. I'm telling you, <laughs> at the end it shows they're they're a little weak willed. Maxwell Lord just says, "Give me your guns," and they fucking Look, walk if out. If I had to stand there all goddamn day every day, I'd be pretty weak willed too. Well, here's here's the thing: when you're doing this, this little My story, and it says this is set before the events of number one. The and I think that's one of the main problems of this. It should have come out earlier. Yeah. It's coming out at a point where, even like we said, we know what Maxwell Lord's about and all this. So you're like, you know, I know this. Why are you get? And the other thing of him finding out where the catacombs were, 
uh, we've already seen this as well. So not that we know how he did it, but we've already seen what he does. So it, it, I don't know. It kind of it just seemed too late in the game. Hey, do you need to learn how Maxwell's mother was overbearing? We got yeah, well, that. Well, we find you. that we find out why he wants to control the world. It's pretty much he has mother issues. At, at the point, it's funny. Amanda Waller goes the opposite and thinks he has daddy issues. It's yeah. more the mother. Um, but yeah, it starts out. He, she's interviewing him, but then they show what happened. There was a train. He derailed a train. They thought He thought there was metahumans in. You're getting a whole thing in there where you have to also realize he hates metahumans. This is what leads to him pretty much hating the Justice League as well. Uh, and their compassionate but, nature fucking yes, jokes. Yeah, he doesn't need that because he's as strong-willed like Ma- his mom. Mommy told mommy me I don't need him. no compassion. And we said we think that this whole train thing and all these dead people, he just <laughs> set this up. Just because he wanted to get it's, Amanda it's Waller. It's almost like forcing an interview with somebody. He had to yeah, derail yeah. a train to get an interview with Amanda Waller. She showed up and said he passed the test, Eric. You, you <laughs> passed the test. You get the interview. But, yeah, he's captured. Dead shots there with her. And he's like, listen, you gotta, you know, you got to listen to me. And grabs her arm, and she punches him in the face. He's knocked out. Uh, but then you see he has a bloody nose. And I'm like, are they playing around? Did she punch him in the nose? But later he has a black eye. So I think he was trying to influence her already. So he was already trying to do that uh but they're in my mind he was really trying to influence her to punch him in the face maybe and maybe that was the way that he was going to get taken in for this interview he passed the test again but (laughs) she it's weird you have to have this whole thing to really show you amanda waller's a badass that doesn't want to be fucked with because later she gets completely fucked with her uh but yeah you get a little background of maxwell this is probably the info that it's not like we need this info for the event I, I want you to tell me if this makes sense because it's the biggest problem I have with the book, and it's the stupidest goddamn nitpick in the fucking world. It just bothered me, though. We, we, we find out that his name is Maxwell Lord the Fourth. The Fourth. His father's named Albert. Does that bother anybody? Does that make it sense? It might. Maybe it's he's, I know that there are some people they skip generations with these it's names. It's weird yeah. to me when they now, do that. I, I know his mother's name is Maxine, but it yes. still doesn't fly in and my maybe, mind for some, whatever the, reason. Maybe the whole thing is is that it's her. No, it doesn't make sense because it's Lord. I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I, maybe. I'm just curious if this makes sense to you because in my it mind doesn't. you need that whole you know each generation is named the same goddamn yeah, thing. Yeah, I think you can skip generations with those it's names. Like I didn't me. have a James Album Warren of the Fourth, but if my kids go with that, you, you could go with that. But, I, yeah. I don't think I could go with that. I say this is fucking wrong. Give them a real goddamn name. They are not yeah. the fourth because yeah, you are not the it. goddamn third. You they piece of shit. They might do it. Why am I calling your kids piece of shit in the future? I, I don't, don't know. know. They, they are. They're. You could just go now. <laughs> they're. They're pretty bad now. Uh, but yeah, you find out that he was a member of Cadmus. He's also was part of and the OMAC checkmate. initiative, and you know, and checkmate especially. Uh, it's kind of a cool call out. I like though. It says, "Listen, you know, you, you were loved in these organizations that you were in, but the other people you didn't play well shade with." And, and it's shade and spiral, and shade's great because it's that father time that we said and we love. That's it. the when little we school at, girl. We were looking at trades the other day at the comic yeah. book shop. We completely just forgot that father time was in the body of a little girl yeah. with a domino yeah. mask. And we it, have so funny that. because people would just see shit. I, I would love to think <laughs> in somebody's mind that they're like, what the fuck was he up to? Because you have this little Asian girl with a domino mess. That's actually like, the head of what, shade as father you, time. What, Whenever you were a part of these other organizations, like, you know, underage sex trafficking, they yeah, weren't a big fan of that. that's what it seemed. <laughs> like, Shade has now turned into really a bad thing. Now, the other thing that Shady makes me laugh. Shade more like it. 
What makes me laugh is when that happened with the Frankenstein Agents of Shade, when Father Time came out, that was just one of his like transformations. When yeah. he goes to younger again, they couldn't find another one of them because they even, even in that book, they laughed at him like, oh my God, this is what you get. He's like, listen, I can't control how I, I de-age and start it's over like a again. like Doctor Who regeneration. Yeah, and it makes me laugh that they have that one. It's like almost like a dig on the Father <laughs> Time. But the also thing, the other thing is Spiral. And yeah, book. not only did he work with Spiral, he didn't. He tried to bring him down. Then Tiger, oh, who they show, revealed them. that he was a double agent of Checkmate. Checkmate Th- yeah. There was not a lot of times they quote-unquote worked well together anyway. You know what I mean? It's so weird that they throw that out, but it's okay. Because they were at the end of the, the series. The only thing Checkmate I can really showed up to pretty is- much kill Dick Grayson. The only thing I can really imagine is Maxwell Lord being behind the syndicate that went after freaking uh, yeah, Helena Burton. that's what he was. He was part of that syndicate that went to go get Helena, and then in the meantime, Tiger and uh, uh, Dick were trying to stop, and he was trying to kill Dick, and then Tiger and revealed he was and a Tiger double, was agent. double agent. Yeah, it was nonsense. crazy. But no one's ever talking about that ever again. He's no, now the so head it, of spiral it doesn't and was always it been on the up matter. and up. And in the new fit, or in the rebirth so far, every time they mention Spiral, Tiger shows up, so yep. it makes sense what they're trying to go about. It just made me laugh. Uh, it really though, Father Time made me laugh. I'm like, God damn it, we just <laughs> mentioned Father Time. It's so he's so cute. But yeah, uh, they're talking about then how he rose through. Uh, checkmate. But actually, it starts off where she's Amanda Waller's like, "Hey, listen, your father was a piece of shit. He had got a lot of money, well-known pharmacist deal. He didn't do research. He had this, you know, diet drug that ended up giving people cancer. Uh, there was a big to-do, and he he committed suicide. He couldn't take it. He committed suicide. Uh, and really, Maxwell Lord doesn't seem to be that upset. But then when Amanda Waller says, "Hey, let's talk about your mother," he's like, no, he won't talk about his mother. And I'm not so sure that he even likes his mother. He just wants – now she's dead. But I think sorry, he really – At the end of the event, we're going to have – it's like almost a uh, Norman Bates type of shit yeah. where he, she is stuffed in a goddamn was, room and talks uh, to her. Yes. I was thinking more it was like Lethal Weapon at the end when they, he goes to the grave. But uh, in the meantime, I thought there was a weird thing now. I want to give you a little theory here. Uh, they're at the funeral of his dad. The people are, you know, hounding his mom. Hey, Maxine, what are you going to do? What are you going to tell Max? What are you, this and that? And she goes into the funeral home. His nose is bleeding. Do you think that he's sitting there like, um, I wish my dad was back? I went like almost like that, that it turned into him almost subconsciously trying to suggest to his dad to come back to life. Like, I don't not know. That I honestly he just to. took it as this is something that, like, he had afflictions that would later manifest into his, yeah, like, his power. I actually power, think but... it was – to me, it actually made me think, like, oh, man, that's such a sad scene if he was just sitting there like a normal kid saying, I wish I could make my dad come back to life, and somehow it was manifesting into his power. Obviously, it won't work. He can't yeah. do that. But it would that's a end cool up idea, giving him a. It, that way, but it I actually like that. made me very sad thinking that that's what's going on. And his mother seeing this is like, you and your fucking nose, like she almost knows that he's a sniveling little kid right here, wishing he had his daddy. And he's, she yeah. puts an end to it. And she does. Listen, I love your dad. I, I kind of like this power. Like she, she tries to convince us and him that she was in love with. She I was gonna say, him. I would say originally like a gold digger. It's more like a power digger. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like she's, that's all she was interested in yeah. the influence that he held. And once he didn't have any more. Fuck that guy. Yep. And she, he was weak. She he was gives a coward. Him a speech. And this speech is basically what runs his whole life. It reminds me of uh, Shallow Hal uh, when his dad was dying. and Oh, no, it was uh, was it that or Dirty Work 
when his, when the dad was dying, he's like, you know, don't listen to these pieces of shit. I think it was Shallow Hal, actually, where his dad was dying, and he's like, I don't you know, don't get married. Though. Women should just be, you know, objects of your affection. That was what my father like said to me. Yeah, and it, it influences him. This is his whole life is based on what she tells him right here about how people need, you know, there's rulers, there's the people leading, then there's the followers and the people who are too weak that you don't Look, deal with Maxwell, them, you get rid Maxwell. of them. There are lovemakers and hip shakers. Yeah, I don't want yeah. you to be either of those. You'd yeah. be a powerhouse. Don't house. be any of those. You know, be the thing. And this, the, you go back to Waller then. So the big thing is you're you're being told that his mom, who we won't talk about. Waller is not privy to this. We are, but he's not telling Waller any of this. Uh, and he says, you know, or we find out his mom was a piece of shit. It just said, yeah. basically, you should rule the world. And if you don't rule the world, you're a failure. So, you, you know, he's going to go with Second that. Second place is first loser, Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from here, you go and see what he has done to go with those words. He has manipulated everyone that he's worked with. He has forced people to kill themselves. He has forced people to do shit that they didn't want to do just to get fired or dead. And it starts with the head of Checkmate. It's so weird. The, the one, though, like the uh, the white king freaking who had uh, was this dismissed after a WikiLeaks hack where it sounded like yeah. he had child porn pretty much on his computer. Yeah, he like, had tentacle he, porn. Whatever. Tentacle yeah. porn, I mean, it's that, porn. it's that fucking, that crazy Japanese tentacle porn with it, the fucking it, women getting all, fucked by a It's all squid. crazy is all I'm saying. But It's not exactly is, child porn. I guess it's, <laughs> it's not exactly child much. porn. All right, yes. all right. I went a little too far there. But yes. Do you think he influenced him putting yeah. the tentacle porn on the computer or he influenced somebody to do the WikiLeaks hack? No, I think it was the tentacle porn. Okay. I think I that here's sure. the problem. You, you go, I think the big part of that was there was eight gigs of it. This is something that if somebody went and looked at my computer and no, saw that I had. Gigs. Yeah, yeah. If I had <laughs> tentacle porn, I had one picture. You'd be like, boy, that's fucking, I can get out of that. Oh, you know what? I don't, my kids. Oh. Yeah, you yeah. have that much, which he must have just sat there and said, man, you really love that tentacle porn, don't you? And that right there is enough. This is like the conversation I think in his head. He's like, man, you probably go home at night and download 80 gigs a night. Okay. He goes home and does it. It was the amount I think that was just – because actually, eh, tentacle porn, it's, a, it's the amount that's fucked up. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it starts with Checkmate where you see uh, Jason Cameron, the leader of Checkmate, where they are – there's a uh, – Trigon's followers are attacking yeah. them. They they want to take them, and they are kind of cornered. They look like you know shit might go wrong for Checkmate. Checkmate secrets might be. They got a bunch about. of information they're that they're standing in between. And like I, these yeah. freaking cultists. And I think that this is the best one because you see, and without knowing, you, you're like, okay, what's going on? Because oh all yeah, of this sudden, part was done really well. And yeah, all of a sudden, Maxwell just starts like, you know what? You're more of a hero than anybody, like, and goes through the whole thing. And as you see it, this guy is trying to fight it. You can see he's trying to fight back, and he can't. Maxwell Lord is completely influencing him with his power, and J Jason Cameron can't stop it to the point where he just runs out to attack these zealots. He's crying. Because he can't grenade, stop himself. Like he's open grenades. Yeah, he's, he's got live grenades then to blow up everything and, and pretty much suicide bomb these fucking people. And Amanda Waller's like, you know what? You know, he did save Checkmate there. And then you go down all the things and it's just, it's not the individual things. It's, it's just a line of things that have made Maxwell Lord able to get promoted throughout the ranks because of 
you know, and tentacle porn, tentacle porn, and things like, oh, this person had an affair here, and this person gave say. It's all stuff that you can just now you know that he was just giving them suggestions to do oh, yeah. these things, and it's fucked up. He doesn't care. He has no care in the world. Uh, then so. Again, I think it's pretty good. We're finding out his power set. We're finding out that he doesn't care. He's just a power-hungry guy that his mom influenced. It's just not that needed. You no. know what I mean? I don't really get that upset for the issue itself. It's just the, yeah, the unneeded. Issue, the issue's not bad all, no. overall. It just feels like an afterthought, really. Yeah. And so you're going to have all these things where now you have to set up, why does he hate the Justice League? And it was the whole thing. Checkmate and Maxwell Lord were going to be this, you know, UN peacekeeping force. And when the Dark Side invasion happened, they were there. Uh, he really did overstep his bounds right away and say, you know, we're in charge. We're going to show how shit goes. We're going to take down these freaking gods that are trying to save us. If this would have happened, he really would have been in control of the world in his own way. Like they would have been the peacekeeping. They would have been the Justice League. Really, he would have been essentially. Yeah, he would have been fucking Superman and Batman all rolled into one. Because the Justice League intervened. And yeah. stop this whole invasion. Then Argus, like, you know, his shit was shut down. Argus was given the liaison yeah. thing to the Just League. So pretty much whatever Maxwell Lord wanted to do was put on the back burner yeah, forever. I'm, I'm telling you, if you want to have this and go with another villain that this is exactly like, this is like the ring showing up for Frank Leminski. It's about to go on his finger. He thinks he's got everything he always wanted. And then it zipped off to go to Simon Baz. That's what the Justice League are here. They show up. Yeah, they show up, <laughs> and it's all done. Now you don't need a UN peacekeeping checkmate. Now, again, you want to talk about what ended up happening. He went back to checkmate, and they kind of turned evil because of all this shit. But he hates metahumans. He can't stand them. Uh, Waller was there. They had met there. And then all of a sudden, that's where you get the idea or you find out. He is only there. He's allowing this interview almost because he wants to get information from Amanda Waller. And it's like almost like when he saw the Justice League where she's showing him this, he's like, okay, now fuck you. It's down to business now. Yeah. I'm going to start my plan right now. And this is where he says, you know what? You have this weapon. You have these lost prisoners. You know what? Wouldn't it be great for you to just be able to open up and tell me things like I've been telling you? It's got to be a It'd big be so bird great. and hold on to yeah. all the secrets that you do. Yeah, Amanda wouldn't Waller? it be great to just let it go? And uh, where are you kidding? Keeping these so-called lost prisoners, and she fucking tells him, catacombs, prison, Death Valley. He's like, oh, right, isn't that a relief? And I really love the dialogue here with him. It's really good. You really get the finally, fully how he goes about doing the suggestions. Like, we did see what he was saying to the lost prisoners before, yeah, yeah. but that was very straightforward. That was pretty much, yep, you hate Amanda Waller, right? We're going to go get her. All right, guys, let's go. This shows you how he can influence somebody who doesn't want to let the info out. And Uh, even with that, you know, they could fight against it as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it's done really well. And to the point where while he's saying it, he starts getting that nosebleed. And that's where he then says, uh, you know, isn't that a relief? There's one more thing, Amanda. And after that, you'll be free to forget this ever happened. Tell me, is the item still in the bowels of Bell Rev? And she says the item and never says yes or no. And that's no. a big thing because when I read the Justice League, because I did read this first because this right. was one of the ones I reviewed. For some reason, when I saw that and they went to the shaman and stuff like that, I actually thought that she said yes. 
And I was like, wait a minute, now he's over here, but it does make sense. But it's funny. If it's the weird to go to this other location that's when you what I'm already saying. believe if that the it's co- in Bel-Rev. Yeah, if the coincidence is that he goes to this island only to find out again. Like, I wish that that whole island scene would have been before this. And he was, dead. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it would have made a little more sense, but it, it doesn't. This says it's before. Uh, so this is where I'm left wondering, is the person he went to go get something and the item is something of that that villains is it something to help control is this something that's going to magnify his powers for what we get right now i can't say either way but the way i read it before is that they are one and the same yeah well here is the thing though because just him saying item here and not person the only thing that maybe he goes to the shaman i i want to get this person oh you won't be able to control maybe this item is something that will you know that she needed when they did have these guys as the suicide squad like just bombs in their head is not going to be the you know the be all end all of some of these guys yes so maybe this is something that helps control now i also want to say i forgot to even mention in the just league suicide squad uh, why don't they have bombs in their heads? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe that was before I mean? brain bomb technology. Yeah, but it, they've been in jail. She could have done it last week. They could have just went there and done it just in case they get out. And now they're out. They just press a button. Yeah, it doesn't stop Lobo. It slows him down a while. Yeah. I don't know how long it takes them to regenerate a fucking head, but it's going to take them a while. And and you get, you know, Rustum, he's dead. Like, he's out of the game now. <laughs> he's he's done. Dr. Polaris, done. Uh, you know, Emerald Empress, I don't know. They get the whole deal. But uh, it's weird that they don't have those bombs in, in their neck. But like you said, it would be pre-neck bomb deal. So if that's the case, then I do think maybe this item was something that they she used to control the team. And now he needs it to control this person that he went. That's just my right. theory. But uh, in the meantime, I'm saying right, right now, I'm just going to stick with how I read it originally. Because yeah, I'm yeah. Saying, you should, in my mind, you should really read this before you read the yeah, issue yeah, three of Just League versus Suicide Squad. But for how I read it so far, I got to, in my mind, stick with the fact that they are yeah. one and the same. Just yeah. because. Well, well, we'll see what's going on. Like yeah. I said, it, maybe he ha- actually has a better plan than Batman had and I am suicide, Eric. But, you know, there's a couple <laughs> pieces that, a couple pieces fall into play. There's nobody fucking making bubblegum fucking rafts in this. Uh, Amanda Waller realizes that he is influencing her, and that's where she's like, oh, now I see you have this ability. You can control people. It seemed weird that she didn't guess this before because she was hinting I think it seems weird that it. his arms are fucking chained instead of in handcuffs. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like big, thick chains. Uh, the other thing, though, maybe, I don't know. I can't even tell you that maybe they were pressed for time because they should have <laughs> handcuffs uh the weird thing to the me chain. is she's been pushing to the point where you do think that she knows that somehow he has controlled them she's bringing up all these things oh it was it was a, a fucking coincidence that this person did this this person did that uh, it's weird that she let herself be alone with him but she did and she breaks out of it. She's the only one he says, the only one who's ever been been able to it's do that. It's one of those things where, like, you know, Amanda Waller, in my mind, wants to get these inf- the information that she wants, and even though she she does eventually get the information, he she now knows how he was able to like move his rank up. Yes, yes. She didn't he knows, expect she this knows thing. It, and, exactly. And, but, no. Yeah. 
And I love it because they do it's it's a melding of art and story error. Because when Amanda Waller realizes and they say he really has a I mean, his nose is fucking bleeding because he is struggling to try to keep her under his He's control and he can't. Yeah, he is. And he can't do it. But he does. These guards, like you said, these guards are bored there. They they don't have much willpower. That's the other thing. Do you think years. that this is gonna be where a Simon Baz and a Jessica fight it because of their strong willpower? Does that come into play? Uh, I don't know how strong their willpower is, but maybe. No, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, he tells the guards, hey, give me your guns. Wouldn't it be nice for you to just give me your guns and walk out of here with me? And he says, hey, listen, Amanda, if uh, you do anything, you try to stop me, I'm going to kill these guys. That's where I think, yeah, you know what? I, I don't know that Amanda Waller would care about that. No, nope. Like these two guys, I Not think that she would just she kill would them com- right there. She would completely kill them right there yeah. to uh, make sure that he is contained. Yeah, I have a feeling she'd pull out a gun and shoot fucking Maxwell Lord right in the face as he kills these two guards, and that's a win for her. So yeah, that doesn't that doesn't go well with me no, at the end. Not, but you end up with him, you know, heading off to see his mom uh, and dad. They they got buried next to each other, but it's more he's talking to his mom and he's like, "Listen, you Fuck know you, what? Dad. I'm gonna control the world. I, my my power of suggestion only gets me so far. I have these guys that are gonna get me into you know a different deal, and also somebody else who will break down doors that I really can get into. Because he says, "I plucked them all for you, mom, and soon the one man who's truly worthy of power will be in control. It's him." Uh, I do laugh too. He made his mom's fucking gravestone. It looks taller. Than, yeah. the dad, than the dad because, you know, he cares about her. Um, but, yeah, it is, I really do think it's like that's the last dig that the fucking Maxine can have over I, I Albert. Know, I don't know if it's that or if it's just a perspective Tell issue. Me, they're right next to each I other. Know. I think I, it's bigger. I, I say, okay, I think it's bigger, too, but it's just so weird. It's, it makes me laugh, though, that he's like, <laughs> nope, my mom's stone has to be bigger. Uh, but yeah, and also if you look, he don't leave no petals on his goddamn nope. father's side. He doesn't care. I'm surprised he doesn't piss on it and then kick it. But yeah, eh, that's the end. He's going off. He has his dossier of the lost prisoners, and he's gonna go free them from here, uh, where we open up the story. It's okay. It's not it, bad. Like, nothing like bad about the story, story. And I don't mind the like what we learned in this because yeah. in my mind we learned more in this than we did in the Justice League versus yeah, we Suicide did. Squad. Now, again, we said earlier we said this was like they they really want you to really like the three people who don't know that he can control people's minds and make suggestions. They really want to spell out what's going on to these people because you can't have the guy just walking around with bloody noses and people confused. Uh, and it gives so you a little you bit more get, idea of why he would hate the Justice League. Yeah. And, you know, that whole thing with that, the man. That's the problem, well. though. The, the Justice League part seems a little, like, a very pitiful. Like, it's very petty to yeah. me. I know that it ruined his whole idea, but then he's gone from that. That is so long ago. That was, that like, so 2012 yeah, or 2011. Yeah, so, yeah, really. And it was even, you know, that's the part of the 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 uh, new 52 that we weren't even privy to most of the books because that was the shit that happened right at the beginning and uh it just seems like so long ago for him to hold that weird grudge because he could have done other things but it does show you it shows you why he's mad uh and what's going to go on uh because really when we talk about these as a whole what do you think maxwell lord's big plan is is it to kill the justice league I think it's to just, you know, kill, kill Amanda Waller, kill the Just League, and just be a ruler of the world. Yeah, I, it's weird that that's the thing that everybody just thinks the whole thing just is concerned with Amanda Waller because of him 
going, you know, telling the team, hey, we're going to go get him in a Waller. Like I said, I just think that he wants whatever that thing is in, in Bell Rev, if it is a guy, if it is Jason, or if it's something to control him. And then, yeah, in the meantime, he wants to kill everybody who's going to get in his way. Uh, but we'll see what goes on. I gave this a 6 out of 10. I actually probably would go up to maybe a 6, 5, or a 7 now that we talked about it. The thing is, I'm saying I would go 7 myself because I do yeah. think we get more out of this than we do with the issue 3 of Justice League yeah, versus Suicide I, I, Squad. Yeah, I think so as well. It's just, again, this just seemed like a, a not filler. It just seemed like a money grab to me. Like, I agree. It was not fully if necessary. If it wasn't here, I wouldn't mind either yeah, way. The little bit that we get I think would have been easily served in a backup of the just, of the Suicide Squad, like you said. Yeah, or, uh, dense form I think would have worked even, or even better in, than we have here. Yeah, or even it could have been in one of the issues of this this whole event. It could have been at the very beginning uh, of the story. And because or even it at came, issue zero. Yeah, well, it came out late. This would have been really good if it came out before the goddamn event. Would have been yeah. nice. Or the same day as the first book, maybe. But we had to finish Brian Hitch's fucking stellar goddamn genie story. You couldn't <laughs> fuck with that, Eric. Hi, hi, hi. But yeah, I, I think I was a little harsh on it now that I read it again. Uh, but we'll go Good, on. You get to more the next... positive as the week's going on, yeah, baby. Yeah, I said usually it's after I read it like seven times. I'm irritated by it, but I have to admit, like you do get some info. Yeah, I like the art. The art was really good, and yeah, it was. I'm. I love that fucking spread where they show the the parademons fighting. So badass. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. So yeah. I might even go seven five, Eric. I'm gonna be positive. <laughs> no, I, I I did give it a six on the site, but I, I think I'll go to a seven actually now that Look, I've had some time. I, I could I could go see an Aquaman stab a parademon in the throat with his trident over and I over know. again. That, it's such That's a badass the, scene. It never gets old. Never gets old. Let's go to the next issue, Eric. Eric. Superman number fourteen, written by Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason, with art by Ivan Rice. Joe Prado, Marcelo Maialo, and Rob Lee. Seems that some mysterious figure is going throughout the multiverse and kidnapping Superman. Only thing is, when that list finally gets our villains, villains gatherers to come to Prime Earth, they're more interested in getting Keenan Kong instead of our pre-Flashpoint Superman. Hopefully with the help of the Justice Incarnate, Superman will be able to find his Chinese counterpart and put a stop to whoever is all about going around taking Superman. Yep, I want to ask you, uh, just off the bat before we go to the tip for tat, um, do you think that this is pointing to as well that this Superman is not exactly what he thinks he is? Or is it just that he's a man out of time because his universe actually doesn't exist anymore? That, you know, the others are from a multiverse. Uh, so you can't say it's just because he's not on his own Earth. I'm saying uh, it's the latter. He is the man out of time. So, so however this list works, like uh, the Superman of this Earth, for the most part, is believed to be dead. So they're going yeah. to the other counterpart, it, the Chinese weird. Superman. It's weird how they go with this because at one point I was just thinking, well, they wouldn't think he's there. But the Red Sun Superman shouldn't be there as well. And they are after him. You know what I mean? It's not well, just I'm, that he's I'm on a the different Red, Earth. Red Sun Superman, in my mind, was taken by the Gatherers and somehow well, he, I'm saying, escaped yeah, the, and he escaped. made his way to this Earth. But it's weird to me that if – this whole thing, this is the – just before we even talk because I did enjoy this issue. But the whole thing with me is that Keenan – Con Keenan just doesn't seem like in a multiversity type of way is a quote-unquote Superman. I, I know agree. he's the Chinese Superman. I know this whole thing. But because he came about from a solar flare experiment – 
put on him. It does seem odd to me, but it's kind of a cool shout out. If you're if you're a fan of Kong Keenum, which we are, it's almost like this is him being, you know, he's now made the major he's recognized. leagues. Here. He, 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 he may just even, passed the test. He did pass the test. He may be an all-pro now because, yeah, this really spells out that <laughs> I, in I, the multiverse, he is considered a yeah, – he's a Superman. And if you really want to go about even going in even more, he is our world's Superman. Not pre-Flashpoint Superman. He is being recognized by guys who their main job is just to collect every world's, every universe's Superman – that that's what he is here, not pre-Flashpoint Superman. I don't know right now from what we get here that it is every world. It, it seems whoever behind know, well, this it's... has a list, he's checking it twice, and there are specific Supermen that he is looking for because also with the whole thing where, you know, Keenan Kong or Kong Keenan, however you want, they say Keenan Kong here, so I really just want to say that. Yeah. But um, he is not, you know, the specific, like the normal Superman that we have in all these other worlds, but neither is Captain Carrot in my mind from Earth-26, I believe. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. He is not a Superman. He is Captain Carrot. I know, but, but they, he is all they the do. List. They do have my little bunny, cute little bunny suit, <laughs> Superman suit. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Uh, it's just weird that I'm saying I'm not looking fully into it or whatever. But as a casual observer, if you would go into this, you do think the way they're spelling it out is they're trying to get all the Superman. Now, again, this is a multiversity type deal. You read multiversity. I told you we talked about it earlier that you think. You know, it's kind of a prerequisite, kind of. I don't agree because I don't know much about multiversity. I still enjoyed this. But this also, did this not bring up in your mind shit that happened in the JLA of Brian Hitch as well when all those supermen were dying? It's like anytime these supermen like this. Oh, thank I think, God I didn't even think yeah, about oh, that. Oh, I though. thought of that fucking nonsense and, and just because of that. It ruins my day whenever I have to think well, about that's, that. Well, it ruined my day. That's what the problem was, is that when I saw that, I'm like, oh, no, because, again, I didn't read most of Multiversity. I was right. just told what you had to say about it. I don't listen to a whole word you're saying, my friend. I I, in I ear, one ear out the other. But, yeah, it starts off. And uh, Is there anybody who really doesn't like Red Sun Superman? Really? I don't know. It's just a lot of fun seeing him in the freaking yeah. you know, the sickle and hammer or whatever it I'm is. telling you, the minute I saw this cover, like Repairman Jack earlier, thinking that we didn't like this issue, we're going to have issues with it. The minute I saw the cover, I'm in. I yeah. fucking love it. I thought it's the greatest thing ever because I love the idea of the multiverse. I love all these different freaking – I love Calvin. And Calvin then, Eric, on top of all of this, we get Atomic Knight Batman, which oh, I've God, been yeah. talking about for weeks. And all of a sudden, he shows up. I, I wish I had that power with money. Because you, you mentioned Atomic Knight, uh, you know. We seem to have that power with everything but money. Yeah, it is. It is weird that I kept going on and on about Atomic Knight's uh, fucking Batman. He shows up, though. He kind of gets dissed. Uh, but, yeah, it starts off. Superman is. He's whistling while he drives. Yeah, a, I guess he's not Knight working. Normal Hamilton County just driving through the countryside when all yep. of a sudden he comes across a red sun Superman sitting in the yep. road all fucking beat to hell. Yeah. And, and in it, case you don't know, Superman knows Russian. Yeah, he knows Russian, Eric. And, and it's a weird thing, too, because I do think that a lot of times where they have the, you know, the quote, kind of the way they do the font and stuff like this. This went on a little too long yeah. with them actually speaking Russian and then knowing what they're doing in the captions. We get the idea. All he has to do is say, 
I know Russian, and, and you go with it. it. It was a little confusing at one point. Uh, it, not even just confusing. It cluttered it up a little bit too much. Uh, but, yeah, even the, the art I thought was great in this. I love the part where Superman just stops the truck, and then he gets out, and as he's getting out, you see him switching out of his Clark Kent garb into Superman. I thought was awesome. Uh, but, yeah, there's Red Sun Superman says that, you know, shit's going wrong. Uh, Keenan Kong's in trouble. I escaped these collectors. They're after now, us. Th- th- when he talks about how he escaped the collectors, I can't, he's like, I can't explain it. Still caught in the dimensional wake of my escape. I could see a blue light surrounding this yeah. place, bright yeah. as the sun emanating from you. And I'm like, and it says, see Superman annual number one. When you think of Superman annual number one, do you think of a bright blue glow emanating? Well, it was that handprint. That's the, they've I been pushing it's this the whole so, time. I know, but yeah, I, so I think weird. of it because it annoys me. Because it was what we hated then. The problem that I have here is that Red Sun Superman saying, "I I left there. I know what their next target was. Your world. It's another Superman, Keenan Kong." And then you have to have him find Clark. It doesn't make sense to me. You know what I no. mean? That it is such a hokey way for him to explain why he found Clark. Himself. Why is there this bright blue glow, though? Because why you're supposedly fix that. No, why isn't he just trying to find Keenan? It's like, oh, I'm supposed to get this Keenan, but instead I'll follow this blue glow because it inspired hope. And it is a hokey way to get them together, but it's okay because I, I do like them together, and that's how the story now, has to Now, does he actually because... say that he's uh, about they're after Keenan Kong? Yeah, or is that he, like says, as I fled, says that? he says, as I fled, I heard the name of their next target from your world, another oh, Superman, okay. Keenan Kong. And it does go against the Kong Keenan uh right way that it goes in the book but that's okay but yeah, yeah I, this I is like where superman then superman says it's funny too because superman does say how did you find me and then he, he explains uh, the blue light he explains, I actually I can't explain it. <laughs> it we're we're nitpickers i yeah. actually wouldn't have cared one bit if all he said was i know they're after keenan kong Come on, we have. To, I wouldn't say like, why did he find him? Why did he go to there? I would have just went with it because it's Superman and he showed up. But when they go and explain that blue light, it does throw you off a bit, though. That's what I do think of the Superman annual is that stupid thing. But like you well, said, it was supposed to get they rid they of that. It. Yeah, I don't understand the timeline here, but they maybe say, it didn't Superman get rid of one. it. Maybe it made it whole, Eric. It made the whole world blue. It's but that blue, a blue thing was world. terrible. I don't know. But anyway, but it's like bright as the sun emanating from you. It gave me hope that I wasn't alone. And I swear to God, because he's kind of interrupted here because he's blasted by the gatherers that are yeah. after the Superman. But he's like this. It really reminded me of Jean, oh, young Jean-Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport. Because I, too, am Superman. I, I too, want to fight in Ziku Mate. <laughs> I, I, too, I will make my dad proud by becoming a Superman. I read this, so all I could hear was young Jean-Claude Van Damme, because I, too, yes. am Superman, uh, and he's blasted uh, by one of the gatherers. I will not be a punching bag for your son, you piece of shit. There you go. End scene. But yeah, they, they, the collectors come, and there's this whole thing with the list, and you know there is the joke now, 
They like, have hey, this thing. Do not jeopardize the list. They keep saying the same yeah. things over and over again. We find everything we are looking for. Do not jeopardize the list. Yeah. They spell list with a Y. Yes. Do you think there's something more to this, or do you think it's just a clever way to? I think I think it's just to make it look. It makes it look alien, alien, Eric, with the L Y S T, and also you can even say that maybe they even talk with like a lisp type deal. Uh, But yeah, they don't want to jeopardize this list, which means they have to eliminate least, least, oh, least, oh, we, we. But uh, you know, they're they're doing this whole thing. It basically is, you know, contain Red Sun Superman, eliminate you know, pre-Flashpoint Superman because they don't need him. I, no. I don't know why they have to go to such extremes because they don't need him. They have to kill him, Eric, but it, it ends right. up okay because he's fighting back. Uh, but yeah, you get a fight between the two Supermen and these collectors, uh, and they kind of team up a little. That's where Superman says, hey, buddy, you got some heat vision? And yeah, they go. One thing I do want to point out earlier, I did like the whole idea where Red Sun Superman almost seems to go about like, this may not be the first multiverse bit he's been at because I think that it almost goes to like he thinks he's gonna have to explain things a little more and he's like yeah you know the most Superman's like yeah yeah I'm kind I, of aware of this whole yeah. concept but he's like you ever hear a Telos that would be great <laughs> but yeah that's the weird thing too is because this Red Sun Superman should have been at some point on fucking Telos but we no won't because go into that, that was a previous timeline that like was, uh, Red it, Sun that's Superman true. see but the shit gets everybody confused oh I understand it really does though bringing up Telos and Convergence is just getting you know <laughs> people angry uh, but yeah at this point they're fighting Superman says hey you got uh, heat vision <laughs> of course I do comrade Fuck yeah and then they go to town. They go to town on the collectors. And, uh, yeah, they, they do them in. They, they blast them all. And, and once that's all the heavy when... lifting is done, the Justice Incarnate comes in. Yeah, they, they, hey, we're here, What everybody. I say, Eric, is that is perfect timing is <laughs> what that is, my friend. Because they show up, and I'm telling you, at this point I'm having fun. When the Justice League Incarnate show up, the score has gone up at least a point there because I love them. I oh, yeah, love I get them. And, as fuck when I see this. and you know what this makes me want is a book with them. I really do. I want a Justice League Incarnate book or just bring Multiversity back and the maybe th- I'll the read thing it. This is, time. I actually am a, I was very afraid to like read this book and review it because of how confusing Multiversity was for me yeah. with dealing with all these different characters and the fucking, uh, what, I don't even remember what it was called now. The, oh, the Gentry and the Black Hand. And yep. uh, like, they, no, I'm sorry, the empty hand and that. The empty Land hand. Wilson was, yeah. went so fucking out there that I found myself confused at every goddamn turn of that story. Yeah. Now I'll, I was I'll afraid going. going into this because I didn't want like in my mind I was a little happier because Tomasi and Gleason were gonna well, yeah. helm this. So I'm like, okay, they're gonna explain things to me. I'm gonna be able to get on the trolley. But I was so goddamn scared. Yeah, and and the thing that's great is it almost is they they do addition by subtraction. They don't go too far into it. No, they not at do all. spell it out enough that I understood what was going on. Uh, you don't really need to know, you know, the Hitler world of fucking multiversity and shit like that. <laughs> you don't know. You don't need. And this is something where some other writers might have gone a little too far into it with crazy jargon and stuff. Calvin Ellis shows up. He explains it well enough for me. Uh, I see what's going on. He introduces the Justice League Incarnate, which I think is great, except he doesn't introduce Batman, which is no, my favorite guy. I the, don't know why. It, it made me laugh so much. Hey, these are my friends. This is Mary Marvel of Earth-5, Aquaman of Earth-11, Red yep. Racer from Earth-36, freaking, you know, Green Lantern of Earth-20, fucking Machine Head. Machine Head. He Machine Head, Machine head gets like, mentioned. Uh, no Batman. It's, it's to- funny, too. No, no Atomic Knight Batman. No. 
No, Atomic Knight Batman even goes aside and he's checking out things. He's stomping on some of the gatherers' heads while this shaking of hands is going on. Like, they really don't want him involved. He is their, no, their he friend. T- he tagged along. Uh, I'm tell- he's like somebody's younger brother that they have. He's not included in the group. They don't want him in the group. He's not supposed to be in the group. He just hangs with them because somebody's mother is making it's, them. It's funny, too, to think about. Cause the way I remember, it's been a while since I read Multiversity, but I think Atomic Knight Batman was more integral to that story than mo- like mm-hmm. all of these characters besides for Calvin Ellis. Yeah, it's weird that almost they're thinking like, ah, everybody knows Batman. It's the coolest Batman there is. I think that <laughs> what, this is something where the minute that you start a talking to me about Imaginex things and figures right, and right. stuff. This is the one that immediately you should have the fucking wings. You hit a button and they spring out. Oh, it's I'm fucking saying, made it, for It that. doesn't need to be the whole backstory of Atomic Knight Batman, but it could be like a variant suit for the regular Batman. Yeah. Just yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be so awesome. But yeah, you see them as they're talking. He is still over there stomping on people, but I love the team. I really do love the team and wish that we would get some book with them. I think that Multiversity is the only book that they had a part two. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, that should because I'm telling you, we ended on a fucking huge cliffhanger. How there's more than one multiverse going yeah. on, and I'm telling you, Grant Morrison just left it there, and I'm like, yeah. I actually didn't expect to ever see any of these characters no. ever again in this That's capacity. Cool. And I was wrong, actually. It's Calvin who actually says to Superman, uh, you know, hey, there's an existence of the multiverse, you know, eh. and then you know. Clark says, Superman yeah, yeah. says, yeah, I'm familiar with that. And it's good. You don't need any more. There you go. You go. But, yeah, they're after Keenan Kong, after they introduced hey, Calvin, the Just League Incarnate. The thing is, but, though, I had I had one problem because I, I think they there might have been a Calvin Ellis story in uh, like, uh, previous continuity. Uh-huh. But when he says – There hey, was. What do you there have was to one say? issue that had okay. him in. Because he's all like, what's up, Mr. President? I'm like, how do you know he's fucking yeah. Mr. President? Yeah, it is weird. He, he shouldn't know that. Uh, but yeah, they go and, uh, they're gonna go and they're talking about Keenan. The, the thing is, hey, Keenan Kong has been, you know, the guy they're after and they go off and that's the weird thing. When you go to see Keenan, he is flying. That yep. is a huge thing if you're reading the book. He can't fly. He has to have Batman with his, you know, gizmos and gadgets power. and Wonder Woman. They have his, to do it. Yeah, well, he may do this. We haven't seen it yet. So seeing this is a little off. And I, right away, I'm like, why is he flying now? Now, it does set up well that his dad is dead here, which, spoilers, yeah. in the book, he just did die. So this might be, you know, it's and obviously it's the, the aftermath of that. The art style, but it does seem more like a mature Keenan Kong than we're having. It does. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's also, to me, for what we're reading in his book, it's weird for him to be anywhere w- without Batman and Wonder Woman as well. I'm surprised they aren't there, except that if they were there, they would have been able to put up more of a fight. Yeah. Uh, but he's there. It looks like he has a bucket list, that he has things that he's going around, especially since his dad died. And it does seem like he's going through things where, because they even say, we have our list. He's like, yeah, I have my list too of shit I want to do. But yeah, because he's there and he's like, you know what, Dad? I wish you were here. You're right. This is something you need to see. I wish you were here with me. Uh, but then the collectors come out. And they start attacking in a different crazy way. They have these balls and shit. Thing is, too, and I'm telling you, right now, I, I was thinking it when I was reading this book originally and reviewing it, but I, I couldn't come up with it, and I still can't come up with it now. But I feel like we've seen this before, where the, really? we see these monsters pull out this black goo out of their mouths that create a ball that yeah. wrap around the I people and consume them. Unless like it was something in multiversity. Talked, I feel like we've seen it and talked about it, but I can't put my goddamn yeah, thing on don't. I don't know about it. The funny thing is, is I have a big problem with the second 
second panel of the balls because the ball that goes towards Keenan is too perfect and ends up looking like maybe his pants had fallen off and they're trying to sh- not show his ass it, it crack. It seems like an edit. Yeah. It, I actually, when I was going through it really quick the first time, uh, just looking at the art, I thought was it was a hole a, in your book. I thought it was an out edit. I thought that somehow he was uh, testifying against a mobster and they accidentally put the black dot uh, not on his face because it, it's just it's too perfect. It yeah. really is. It needs no something light reflecting in there. Off it or there's yeah. no fucking and color then variation. again, maybe it's a black hole, you know. But it it doesn't even seem to have like a 3D ball look no, like it does all. the next deal. It's it very just odd. Black circle. That's it. It's almost like that wasn't supposed to be there, and they put it there at the last second because of, you know I don't know. The other ones have like these like rays coming oh, off yeah, of that. You does tell not. There's depth to it. Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. Uh, but it does. It, it takes him. It consumes him, and he gets taken away. In the Pretty meantime, just, you... in my mind, it's just incapacitates because the gathers just pick him up, open a goddamn vortex, yeah. and walk through. In the last yeah, second, yeah. Superman and Justice League. Yeah, they show up. up. Justice Superman, League incarnate. Has the the best timing ever, Eric. They show up again right after the fight. They they this is how Useless. they survive. Yeah, yeah, they are because they keep showing up at the bad things. But yeah, they're gonna trace Keenan's biosignature. They're trying to. They say he's in danger, and that's where we see that he definitely is gone to uh be collected. And, and wherever this place is, it is outside of the multiverse because yeah, they, they can't track sense him. him. Yep, they can't track them. Then the issue pretty much ends with. Well, something. we get a, we we do get a lead though because right when Superman runs up to try to grab him out of the portal as they're going through, yeah. and he ends up pulling a uh, one of the gatherers. One of the back. gatherers. Yep. So we have at least a lead going forward in our next yep. issue. Yeah, you have that. Uh, in the meantime, you have whoever has collected all of these things. You know, you can think that it's Brainiac. I, it's something more than that, right? It, and if it's Larfleece, I'll, I'll call say bullshit. That in, my, in my mind, it is Super Doomsday. Like, you know, because uh, somebody uh, told me on the website, they left a comment talking about how Superman did fight Super Doomsday at the end of like Grant Morrison's action comics okay. run. Yeah. And uh, they did defeat him. but And then in, at, at the end of Multiversity, he showed back up and was kind of reprogrammed okay. as a hero. Okay. I think he's like his, – his whole main goal originally was to go through the multiverse and kill Superman – I think he's kind of back to his old tricks, but now he is eliminating them as well as taking their power. Yeah, well, it's weird because it ends with Captain Carrot. He gets taken. Uh, you know, he's like, hey, where am I? What are you doing to me? Ah, and then he basically is reverted to just a real rabbit. So, yeah, Which is he's weird. Yeah, and, and he's I'm doing, telling you, I guess he, he took the cartooniness away. Yeah, he just—he's no longer a uh, you know a man rabbit. What is what is that? Uh, Anamorphic anthropomorphic. I I always get it mixed up, but yeah, he is just a real rabbit now. He's only a rabbit with a little costume on. He's not a thing that can you know do anything. He's a rabbit. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like. But really, what does that lead you into seeing? Like Keenan, it makes sense. He goes to Keenan, takes his power away. He's just a kid again. But what happens to Earth forty three Superman? Does he just does he take his power and he's just like that Earth Clark Kent all of a sudden? You I'm know guessing, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just very odd uh, what this means going forward to what he's doing. And as we see, he has collected a shitload of goddamn Superman. They're all sitting in these cells, and the one that's most important to me is Val Zod of Earth 2, we see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see a bunch of these, and yeah, you go through and you look at all of them, and they're all pretty cool. Uh, But yeah, you see Val Zod there. Uh, But yeah, that's about it. What what did you think of it? I, I enjoyed the issue. It is pure setup. 
But and like, like not a lot go not a lot goes on in this issue. But I was like, you know, I even put in my review where I, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors to make you think this is bigger than it is because of the characters it throws at you. Yeah. And it did. Uh, even if there's not a lot going on, it got me excited, and I had a lot of fun reading this issue. But like we said, the Justice League incarnate this always showed up a second too late and didn't do anything. I know. They, but they I am just happy did. with where we're going with this issue. Yeah, I like it. I don't know where I, I did get us going. It's funny because I forgot all about this issue. We had seen the cover a little bit before, yeah. you know, a little back when they had solicits, and we. I forgot all about it when it when it came, and I looked at them like I had a smile on my face. I thought this is pretty fun. And uh, also, you know, and I, the, I look. I look forward to where we're going to go with because the Superman does not belong on this earth. I want to talk yeah. about that more and have these other Superman discuss it, how what it means for the multiverse as a whole. Yeah, but I wonder if I give I, it an eight point five out of ten. Yeah, I'd probably give it an eight five as well. I liked it. I just I don't know how long the arc is. I actually didn't while, look into it. So if this is like a two issue arc, then I don't think they're going to discuss anything, like you said. So I don't <laughs> it know. It better I'm be a long fucking arc. When we, when we go off to the break, I may have to look into that and see so that I can piss you off because you will be pissed off. About, hey, that's a even three issues seems a little short for some story Especially like for that. Something that feels this epic to begin with. Well, that's the problem is when I we have Batman coming up. And when I think about Batman and this two-issue Catwoman deal, I start to think like that's what they're playing at here. This is just a placeholder till the next big story. I hope this is the next big story because it's very interesting to me. I'll check it out. And when we come back with the next bit of mail, I might have some info. But that is the segue. We're going to go off to mail section number two. Dose. Dose. It's mail with Jim. mail section number two dose i did look eric the multiversity superman story is a three issue arc i'm actually kind of upset about that it is upsetting i did say i'd want more but at least it's not two you get you know we'll have that middle section then uh the last issue actually says multiplicity finale superman new superman and justice incarnate make their last stand against their multiverse spanning foe and the Man of Steel discovers another clue to the truth of his existence, Eric. Ooh. And that is number 16. Actually, number 15 says, Multiplicity Part 2, Superman and New Superman fight alongside an army of supermen from across the multiverse against a threat trying to wipe them all out of existence. Plus, John and his neighbor Kathy investigate a hidden horror that seems to be growing in their town. <laughs> all of a sudden, that shoved in because I think that after... The multiplicity one, it does go into a story with that. It's called Dark Harvest. Okay. Uh, that's uh, Is that 17. all about the uh, Black Mercy, Jim? It says Dark Harvest, which is Superman 17. John and Kathy go deep into the woods at Hamilton to find a horror that hungers for the new Superboy. Is they go that horror Jim Werner? Because he hungers for that Superboy as well. You think it's Swamp Thing? No, Dead Man's Swamp. Remember that? Ooh, yeah, it probably is Dead Man's Swamp. She, Kathy don't like going there. 
If Who she's going to go, what's he pulling a Maxwell Lord and fucking pushing her towards there? Poor Kathy. He's Kathy's got that big fucking, blue eyes. Kathy's, gra- Kathy's grandfather's up to no good, Eric. Sure is. I, I heard another podcast, and they were talking to like, uh, the Frankenstein one. They're like, yeah. And then Frankenstein, Lois, and, and Clark fly off, and there's some guy. must be his farm because he looks out, and I don't know what he's looking at. <laughs> made me to laugh. Uh, but then again, me and you are idiots as well. Sure. Right? We're all idiots all in this world, especially when it comes to mail section number two. I don't know what that means, but the first bit of mail is from Andy. And Andy says, greetings, my unworthy subjects. Nah, just kidding. You're cool, James, but I'm not sure about your racist partner over there, Eric. God damn it. I don't know about him either. I spent all day. Why are you and Reggie pushing this so much? I spent all day crossing town looking for Mild Storm Comics back issues, only to find out in repeatedly and publicly humiliating fashion that they don't exist. Fuck you, Eric. Thanks a lot. Mild Storm, where's my, where's my soundboard? I'm off tonight. I'm having a lot of problems. Where is it? Where, here we go. Wait, wait. And the Mild Storm comes out. <laughs> See, it, it exists. Do not trust a man who would drink an entire Andy bottle of Andy just cannot find it. They do exist. I said, listen, what comics are you waiting for to come out, Eric? And the Mild Storm comes out. Oh, the Mild Storm comes out. Does it? Yes, it does. It exists. So anyways, speaking of 90s comics and how certain people still categorize people by color, I thought I'd be cool to mention that 2017 marks the 20-year, yes, 20-year anniversary of the Superman Blue, Superman Red series. Right around this time, two decades ago, I had an amazing hairline. Jolt was my drug of choice. You know (laughs) Jolt, Eric? It used sugar, the real thing. That's what it had on it. And Superman went through a pretty cool transformation to a being pure energy. Can I do that? Ding, ding, ding. Pure energy. This shit made headlines, y'all. Do you remember? Do you remember there? I don't remember it making headlines, but I remember when it happened. I, I think he meant Jolt. That oh, Jolt yeah, that made headlines. Jolt made Actually, I no, loved, I don't remember when Jolt made headlines. I love Jolt. I really did. I had sugar, the real thing. And also, I think it said twice the caffeine. It was actually, really, it was a little bit ahead of its time. It was pretty much like an energy drink deal, but, you know, Coke, obviously, or Coca-Cola, or Cola. What am I saying? Cola. I don't know. Flavor, I, I was an RC Cola kind of guy myself. No, Jolt was good. No, I, I really I liked Jolt. I liked it. Main point of interest being Soups gets his new blue energy containment suit in Superman 123, May of 97. The issue was written by Dan Jurgens. Huh. Yeah. Any chance you could suggest this issue to those amazing, open-minded, non-racist folks at Cosmic Treadmill? He's talking about Chris. You should hear Reggie. Boy, he talks a mean streak while we're off the air. (laughs) He's not racist. He just hates me and you, I think, sometimes. Great show last week. Having my mail being read last made the first 10 hours and 43 minutes (laughs) totally worth it. I had to pee the first 10 minutes in, but it was worth the wait. My doctor says my urinary tract should be back to normal in a few months. Had only Eric talked faster. No hard feelings, though. Jive turkey punk-ass motherfucker. I thought, jive turkey fool. Keep up the great work. Who cares if it's all meaningless, right? Shout out to the get wet food. Meow, meow. Love always. Lord Andy and the land of Cleve. Ah, yes. Andy. uh, Thank you, Andy. I I didn't know anything about Superman Blue or Superman Red. 
I can't even say I was getting fucking cues then. I was just fucking raising a family, like every working day show. <laughs> I was a sucker. Dancing Mike is next. Dancing Mike says, hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, mother. What's up, Mike? <laughs> uh, it's funny. When I got this, I was afraid that Mike was pulling a Michael again and that this email was going to be exactly what he wrote or said in the rant and rave, but it is not. But I do have to say this. <laughs> <laughs> my scares goodness. me every time it starts I don't so i to. bought two books this week batman number 14 and death of hawkman number four batman was disappointing this week as it just seemed to be a filling issue i think this whole rooftop story might be a way to tread water until the iron bane storyline begins mike i think you're a smart fella because I, I agree there was one page uh one page mention of the 237 people killed one fucking page meh I Man. don't mind seeing Batman and Catwoman doing it and doing it and doing it well. Doing it well. And beating up villains, but it was largely unneeded and really felt like filler. The interior art was okay for the most part, but sometimes the faces made the characters look totally retarded and or 70 years old. Or both, yeah. Yeah. I think they look like both. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't a big fan 70? of this issue. No, they shouldn't, uh, but my uncle is. <laughs> I think my uncle has to be 65 now. What the hell? What are they feeding him? I don't know. The, the guy actually just lives on the hate for me, beating the shit out of me. He, he got a lot of exercise doing that. He he did a lot of fucking exercise beating the shit out of me. It's paid off in the end. He wasn't a big fan of this issue. However, I do like the cover by Stephanie Hans, which shows Catwoman as the epitome of a coquettish L'Oreal. Lorelei. Coquettish sure. Lorelei. Enticing the stoic Batman to surrender to horror allure. I can't read. Uh, I didn't like I the cover as much said. as everybody else. I, I didn't really like that cover. I'm in the minority. Okay. Reggie put it as one of his covers of the week. I, I wasn't really impressed. So let's move to Death Man, or Death of Hawkman. A coquettish Lorelei. So let's move to Death of Hawkman. I know Eric Shea was throwing some shade at this in his <laughs> review, but I put him on blast for it because YOLO. By the way, I've been using these phrases all week, and my wife says I'm not allowed to listen to the podcast anymore. Ah, so it's kind of ambivalent, but learning, uh, po- but leaning positive on this issue until I read it again. Reading it again probably raised my score two points. I'm giving it an eight. He is the goat, Eric. Up from my original say, he threw score. He shade at of me six. about my score, but he was originally a point below mine. Yes, and he went up to an eight. He said that this is lit. The art is gorgeous as usual, and we get some good character development for Hawkman, showing that he was has some respect and decency when the situation calls for it. And we find out what Despero had planned all along. It's pretty crazy. So yeah. I'm hyped for the last two issues of this mini, and really want to see Hawkman make good on his promise on the last page, or die trying if we are to take the series title at face value. So I'll wrap this up. Might send another email later. Until next time, you'll soon shake with fear. Never knowing if I am near. I'm sly and I'm shameless, nocturnal and nameless, except for Dancing Mike, or if you like Jack the Knife. What do you think of that? That is a little Judas. I don't know what to think of that. It's from Judas Priest the Ripper. Okay. Judas Priest the Ripper, except, you know, his other things. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I didn't mind Death of Hawkman. I think 8 is a little high. So do I. I, And I I was really disappointed with the Batman 
Catwoman. I really was. I think there's a lot of issues in that that's not even just issues of, hey, we didn't get answers. Like, hey, why didn't he go the fuck back and help Gotham Girl? It goes <laughs> beyond that. There are some parts of that that you'll hear us talk about later that just don't make any goddamn sense to me and really will not – and here's the whole behind the things. During uh, – today on the Get Fresh Crew – the Get Fresh Crew Slack do, chat, do, do, do. They, uh, we had a big argument with Trevitt. Trevitt was there as the honorary defender of Tom King's story of Batman because he had listened to another podcast uh, where there was a big what Tom King find interview. The time? I don't know. He, well, he's sick right now, so he's probably just laying there. Uh, he he realized if he put the, the pot smoking down for a little air, he has all the time in the world. He doesn't have to worry about shit anymore. Or he'll tell me he went full out on that, and then he just laid around. I don't know. But he was we were on the chat, and he had listened to this interview where he said it was awesome. I'll even say it was on Word Balloon podcast. Mm-hmm. And he said it was really good. It's really long. Tom King explaining the whole I am suicide deal. And then people were giving him shit like, oh, if he has to take three hours to explain it, it's not good. You know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But Trevitt was there to keep saying, listen, I, I trust Tom King. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to see what's going to end up. We can't judge this until it's over. And I agree with him for the most part. The thing that I told him and everybody else why I was mad was the I am Gotham story paid off at the end. You had Gotham die. Gotham girl went on where it led into the next story. You have this payoff. You didn't have a payoff in the I am suicide. Not and I'm not, I can't say now, hey, it's going to pay off at the end because I even brought up Brian Azzarello's run on Wonder Woman. And the thing that you need to do, it's a fine line of doing these long stories because what everybody's saying and what Tom King's saying is this story is more of like a 24 issue full story and it'll pay off the problem is you really have to give bits and pieces of payoff throughout so that people remain interested and that's what he did at the end of I Am, I Am Gotham when Gotham died and Gotham Girl went nuts and all that and stuff. And they explained the power set from yes. what we saw originally. Awesome. It was great. Like, you, you have this little bit of an arc. Yes, this continued on because he did go to Santa Prisca supposedly to help Gotham Girl. So it did carry on. But you had that big payoff that was like, holy shit, it was worth reading these six issues. You went to the I Am Suicide, and by the end, I felt betrayed. I felt like I was laughed at. I'm telling you, this is how angry I was for the amount of effort I put into trying to figure out Batman's plan and saying to people, people like, listen, Batman's saying that line over and over. I'm going to break your damn back. I'm gonna, and I'm like, no, 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 just wait. It's going to show something. We had fucking theories out the wazoo. Oh, yeah, and, and I stopped halfway through because this I is the do greatest it. thing because people may say, well, Jim. You're, you're a fucking idiot. Why are you doing that? But that's what makes a great story. If I had 80 theories and one of them hit and the rest Tom King showed how much smarter he is than me, that's awesome. Even if none of them hit, but he had something I didn't even think of. Like I'm telling you, that whole fight with Solomon Grundy, I'll say it all over and over again. That fight with Solomon Grundy and I Am Gotham where I was so angry, I'm like, why the fuck did we have three pages of him fighting Solomon Grundy and Batman going, oh, you know what? It took you a second later. We found out later it was because he didn't want to use up his his fucking powers because it was killing him if he, if he did. Gotham being is who, who yeah. I'm talking about. That made it like that was a moment of clarity that was just like, holy shit. 
you know what? You are a fucking smart man, Tom King. You are you a fucking rightist. fooled me. So it went from me being so angry about that thinking it was filler to him showing the littlest scene that I had problems with actually was a huge scene in the end. I don't want to wait two years for this. You know what I'm saying? Even, I do. Even 24 issues. I said that is like $75 of fucking issues for me to have to wait. You need to give us something. And don't try to make us feel like dummies. You don't want to read a book that laughs at you. That's what it seems. If you want to do that, have me open up the third page and have it be one of those tinfoil things that I can see my fucking face in there. I'll fucking have a hoop. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? There's my life. Jesus Christ, I'll jump off a fucking roof. I just, I need more. More, Eric. You alright, baby? No. It just gets me angry. And and again, I'm saying this as if I was mad at Trevin. I'm not mad at Trevin. And he was even playing some devil's advocate with the whole thing, trying to explain it. But he has complete faith in in, uh, Tom King that he's going to do it. The problem is, is as you're reviewing it and going on, you have supreme faith in something you're just this might be my you know half glass you know glass half full half empty type deal but you're gonna put so much fucking faith and then at the end of it fucking he's gonna kick us in the teeth though i i think that he's good enough to bring it back though i do think as well i think where paramount jack has even said to me at points uh he just thinks that Batman is not a character that fits Tom King, and I agree with him. I really yeah, do. Yeah, we talked I, about that before. Yeah, I think that he has these – he's better at the quirky stuff, like, say, a uh, a Vision or even a Mega Man. And even Grayson. Grayson's a side guy, and he turned him into a spy, which ended up being, like, a quirky thing, and he was really good with it. Uh, but, yeah, this just seems a little bit too – I don't know, too confusing for confusing sake right now. Yeah, he's he's on that word balloon explaining that it was, you know, is, this was an was amalgam of the What's that? I don't even think it was that confusing. It just wasn't well written. Well, I'm I I'm telling you what what he's saying and what Trevor is trying to promise me is at the end after 24 issues we're going to find out why he had Wesker not use anything on his hand to be fucking Scarface. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. This is where this stupid rant started was that I don't think like stuff that we had problems with the Batman coming up that you're going to hear us say like why are all these villains showing up at the same fucking rooftop and yeah. and always getting blindsided by Batman while Catwoman says a fuck fucking nursery rhyme type thing like i don't how could that be explained later right Got it. unless unless it's explained why batman took an entire issue just saying i'm gonna break his goddamn I back know. i will not be happy with it i know maybe we'll get that maybe we will we we thought that this the whole thing was just a setup for so people would pine for the old fucking bane uh, let's go on Eric. okay let's move on thank you mike we're <laughs> gonna move on now to a guy that I like to call Hakeem. I do believe Hakeem is calling from the Great White North, Eric. Hakeem says, Just need a recommendation for some new 52 reading this week. My comic book store is having a clearance sale for some new 52 trades to make way for Rebirth ones, and I figured it would be a good opportunity to read up on some of the events that happened prior to Rebirth. I took into consideration some of the series you guys talked about and asked to get Fresh Crew in the chat, some guys at my comic book store, for some recommendations on what I should buy. I'm narrowing it down to the following. Number one, Jeff John's Aquaman Run, Volume 1. Okay, that's pretty much would be the first arc. Number two, Batman and Robin by Tomasi. 
Number three, Superman Unchained by Scott Snyder. I heard this is the best new 52 Superman series. Number four, Batman, Volume 2, Court of the Owls by Scott Snyder. Number five, Grayson, Volume 1, Agents of Spiral. You already gave me kick-ass recommendation with Jurgens, Lois, and Clark pre-rebirth run, so I'm hoping you can help me out here. Which of these titles would you recommend me to get? Now, Court number of the one, Owls. Number one, I would say... They're all pretty good, and the, the weird thing is, is the one that I would probably avoid first, if we're going to go down that way, mm. would be Superman Unchained by Scott oh, Snyder. Oh, I avoid that completely. I don't mind it, and I, it is going to read better in a trade. Um, it's not important. It, it didn't It didn't end the way it was supposed to. Sure. It just ended, and it's like, here's the thing, Akeem. If you're looking to read some stuff just for pure enjoyment, not have to worry about stuff, and putting all that, then, you know, you could pick any of these, really. Superman Unchained is still okay. I liked it enough. But if you're looking for something that is important to what you're reading now, I would say it would either be Batman and Robin or Batman Court of the Owls. Because uh, even Grayson, for what it's going now, it, it's it's great. I love yeah, I'm it. Saying, we're not going to deal is, with that in the great. future, though. It doesn't seem like ever the again. The problem, though, also is... Volume 1 isn't anywhere near the whole story. You're going to have to keep continuing. The Court of the Owls story, you can just read and, and go there. The Jeff Johns Aquaman run, the Volume 1, you can just go in and read. And Batman and Robin, uh, if it's the Volume 1, whatever it might be, I do think that those arcs were pretty contained within. Now, they did continue a story throughout, but that would be like the nobody story, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you could read that and and like it, and that's the the bet. And really, to me, of all those, if I was gonna pick, I know I love Court of the Owls. I'd actually say get Batman and Robin uh, by Tomasi because that's the one where really that made you fall in love with the new Fifty Two. Really, that was where it, you were reading. I was, it and you were, thing is, I was really I got really into it, but uh, starting out, I thought it was a little rough, and it took me a little bit to get into that first really? Batman Robin arc. Well, that would be. But I be still enjoy it the, now. But I'm saying that would I probably be the first six issues. Uh, Court of the Owls is it? That's a winner too, though. Yeah, I got to go. You Court know. of the Owls for my pick, though. Yep. Uh, it's just weird because if that Court of the Owls, there was also like the Night of the Owls. Like the the whole story didn't end with that one volume. I don't no. think. I think so. There's another one. It, it's a weird one where I think a lot of these you're gonna have to get the next volume if you want. Uh, like I said, Grayson Volume One I loved. It's just. You know what I mean? It, it's not as important as. You know, I what? could go. I could go with Aquaman Volume One, Batman and Robin yeah. Volume One, and Batman Court of the Owls. But I would, would just go Court of the Owls because it was such a big deal when it happened. Yeah, yeah. All right. And he says that you know he thanks us for that recommendation, Eric. That Grayson though is pretty good. That is pretty good. But uh, we'll go on to uh, Brett. Thanks, Akeem. I hope that you Thanks, get Akeem. one of those, two of those, whatever, and enjoy them. You got to tell us. I'm gonna get some uh, trades tomorrow. Are you? Oh yeah, you you are you? I didn't know yeah. you were going out tomorrow. I'm not going out tomorrow. Jesse's gonna go work at her oh. parents' shop and write down you're the street's comic You're gonna shop write down where... a list. No, I'm actually gonna. I don't want to write down a list because I, for some reason, want her to take a picture and send it to me so I can decide what I want, what they have. It's not going to work out well. It's not going to end well. The next one's Brett. Brett says, hey, guys, I'm probably just an idiot, but I can't find your pod on He-Man Thundercats number one. 
I, I actually already responded to him with this, but I, I said I wanted to read as well. Did you guys discuss this? I see number two and three, but not number one. I've been trying to look through the timestamps on the older episodes, but I can't find it. If you could hit me back with the episode Impossible Timestamp, that would be greatly appreciated. Shit went wrong with that first one. Yeah, he said, I found and read the, the review on the site. I'm probably just blind. Thanks for your help, Brett. No, you're not blind. Nope. We we never did record that. Brandon, that was the first time Brandon was going to record with us, and his Skype went wonky. And we and then it was over, and then the, the week had passed, and we said, just fucking forget about it, so we started up with two. No and one's said, asking for He-Man Thundercats number one. What is yeah, there on? is. Brett. I Brett's know, asking. that's what I'm saying, but we're talking about it at the time, though. Uh, if no, but I'm going with what they say in, like, uh, advertising. One person equals ten trillion. That's right. Guy on Twitter today said that he loved the podcast. Just wish we didn't talk that DC stuff. <laughs> Actually, he said, I'm loving the podcast. I wish you talked other stuff, you know, with the DC. And I wrote back, we're dummies. We don't know any other stuff. This is all yeah. we got. We struggle with this. He said, uh, Brett continues, P.S. Brian Hitch's Just League story plot reminds me of something I would have tried to write in fifth grade. Just rethink all of your favorite 80s crap and mix it up to make a story. Here goes. Just League number 20. We open with the Flash going on a jog through the woods where he runs into Harry, for, uh, Harry from Harry from uh, the Hendersons. That would be shaggy pretty Shaggy man. So let's yeah. turn that into Shaggy man. Flash notices that he's drinking with Lois in the woods. So he's, he's Shaggy man getting drunk with Lois. We find out that this is the reason why Lois is always in the woods. Harry and Lois sneak out nightly into the woods to listen to Smash Mouth and share their thoughts over a glass of wine. Now we're heading to the 90s, Eric, in the late two, two, or the late 90s. Flash, seeing this, feels a need to tell Superman of his findings. On his journey back to the Smith Farm, the Flash is inter- intercepted by GoBots. Uh, but you'll never guess who's leading the GoBots and why they're attacking the Flash. See, in my mind now, the GoBots are now Honey Bun and Ding Dong Daddy. Okay, well, and why they are attacking the Flash until the next comic. Solicit for next month. Just League 21, Facts of Life. <laughs> Spoilers ahead. Tootie is the ringleader of the GoBots and is taking right, right. revenge. These, these are oh, the skull no. girls Here we go. in my mind. I thought you were going to say Tootie was Amanda Waller. No. <laughs> That'd be a good Tootie. GoBots and is taking revenge on Mrs. Garrett, the Flash, Green Lantern, and Booster Gold. Is Mrs. Garrett, do you think, is uh, Granny Goodness? Uh, Mrs. Garrett was going to be Amanda Waller in my mind, or yeah. uh, Helena Bertinelli still running Spiral. Yeah, she has to be old, though. Mrs. Garrett's old. Freaking, I think Granny Goodness. Uh, Flash, and Booster Gold's okay, involved okay. now, so Granny this, Goodness works, It's Granny right? Goodness and the Furies. Okay, that's good. Because Booster Gold's involved, so you can mix up some crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, they must fix the timeline before we create a new crisis. Will they do it in time? Will they? I think no. that. Uh, I think that what he'll do it would be like. Uh, just think of this story. A bunch. Of, the Justice League gets in trouble by the president, and the president makes them all go and sit in a room in the White House where they find out that they're not as different as they thought they once were, Eric. <laughs> That's what happened. And then they write an essay at the end, and then as they're walking out, Superman Sincerely puts on yours, a jean jacket and fucking fist pump jump. There you go. And scene. <laughs> and then in the meantime, the next story is you have uh cyborg he's in the uh watchtower they actually go out on a a trip they all go into the boom tube but when they get there they realize they left flash 
Back Home Alone era. Oh, no. And that, that's when Despero and some other villain that I can't come up with go to break into the – and Shaggy Man. We'll go with him again because he has that card. They go to break into the Watchtower. Flash has to get them out while still maintaining a regular lifestyle and gets in trouble. There you go. See, and what then, I got is I'll know where the freaking Justice League are fighting and Cyborg is struck by lightning. Which causes him to be like, you know, he's aware now. He's like, guys, I don't know. I feel different. And everybody realized, oh my God, Cyborg is alive. And then he, they have to, he has to spend the next three issues saying, no, I've been alive this whole time, you fucks. And then they have to go. The military comes and try to take him down. And then Steve Gutenberg comes out. Now he's shitty. Steve Gutenberg. Oh my goodness. How about this one? They have, they're all there. And for some reason, Cyborg is a wanted villain. Like Uh, he's done something. And what they have to do then, they have to disguise him in a little bear costume. And they go, they get hungry, they go to McDonald's, and dancing ensues. They start breakdancing, Eric, and everybody, including the police, are all breakdancing, and they love it. How's that one? It's called Cyborg and Me. me. (laughs) It's called Cyborg and Me, Eric. We're going to go on now. Thank now you, the Brett. Justice League are going to find Chester Cobblepot's fucking hidden treasure. Ooh, who are they? Batman. <laughs> it's our time down here. Down, down here, here. It's our time. It's our time. <laughs> Up there, it's our parents' time. Uh, Simon, Bruce, you, you, Simon, for Batman, some your parents are dead. Shuffle. Shit. You fucking asshole. Like, almost all of them, their parents are gone. Up there, it's our dead parents' time. They gotta find the treasure, Jim, because some land developer is gonna take over the Justice League Watchtower. That's it. Wayne Manor is built on an Indian burial ground. (laughs) You move, you move the, you move the clock. You didn't move the bodies. You you moved Wayne Town Wayne Manor. You didn't move the Batcave. You didn't move the Batcave. You didn't move the Batcave. Then at one point they're in Metropolis. Uh, there's a parademon attack. Superman goes and says, "Listen, Mayor, the parademons are fucking attacking. We gotta get people out of the city." What the fuck are you talking about, Superman? It's the Fourth of it's July. Fourth you know July. that's our biggest season. We can't get rid of this. Yeah, fuck you and your parademons. Oh, we're gonna need a bigger city. Then they, they need a bigger city, and then at the end, smile, you motherfucker. Parademon. Smile, you son of a bitch. Parademon. I, I like to misquote the Smile, <laughs> you stupid fuck. That's my way I say it. Brandon says in his right. mouth. Sup, fellas? Shameless pug to start things off. Got a surprising raise in promotion at work this week, so that's nice. pretty cool. Also, I can actually interpret... Uh, my notes, I jot it down while listening to the podcast, which doesn't happen too often by the time I sit down to write this email, so double win there. Rant and Raves, Greg Capullo's cameo last week was a top five all-time Rant and Rave, without a doubt. I've never heard the real Greg Capullo talk, so there is not a soul alive that's going to convince me this wasn't really him calling <laughs> in. A clip or two needs to be added to the soundboard immediately. Brah. If you haven't already done so, I'm extremely angry right now. Have fun. Slam, brah, slam. Rant and rave, Greg Capullo. Come back to us at some point for another cameo. (laughs) We already got it. We need you, brah. Fans of rival teams. I hate these motherfucking people who live somewhere and play this route for the rival game. In Buffalo, we have to deal with the occasional Miami fan, our main rival. 
it's weird that it's not Patriots fans. They're yeah. a little closer. To, but no team is really overly popular besides the Bills, mostly because I think people in Buffalo love to wallow in self-pity in the Bills' streak of 17 years without a playoff appearance. It's crazy. Plus snow, eight months a year, pro- provides them outlets to do so. I also feel like the Miami fans were more prevalent when Dan Marino was a thing, but they've been as shitty as we have for the most part lately, so that almost always hurts a rival. Now, when I lived near Washington, D.C., there was a huge percentage of the population that were Cowboy fans in Redskins territory. Even a lot of the kids I taught, by huge, I mean uh, it was almost for every three Skins fans, there was a Cowboy fan to match them, just like in or near Philly. These yeah. Cowboy fans were utterly obnoxious to the point I would pretty much have to cheer for the Redskins if I had a gun to my head having to choose, and I hate them too. They both beat us in Super Bowls. Fuck the whole <laughs> NFC East besides the Eagles. Because they all have beat them. Yeah, because the Eagles haven't won a goddamn Super yeah. Bowl. So yeah, basically, Cowboy fans are everywhere and also good at being obnoxious, even more so when they win or are good like right now. Say, so, yeah, I agree with this point made last week. Sorry, people over the pond. En- enough American football talk. Back to comics. Batman. I can get down with a little Batman Catman ship or Catwoman Catman shipping. <laughs> and yes, I'm saying shipping to piss Jim off. I he's he works for FedEx. He knows about that ship in there. Oh, I don't yeah. know why we need a whole issue of them sexing and punching, but I didn't hate it as much as it appears everyone else did. I don't want King off Batman. I kind of like what he's done overall. I just want a little more solo Batman kicking ass. No team, no superpower people. Just Batman versus a classic villain one on one. I feel like it's been a while. I, I agree. Like that too. I'm, I don't want Tom King off the book. I, I think that'd be silly. Silly. Superman, this is my book of the week for sure. Now We're I'm due not for a usually... good Mad Hatter story in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not usually a huge fan of multiverse stories and all that nonsense, but I feel like Tomasi and Gleason, if they do it, using uh, using but avoiding all the Grant Morrison nonsense and mumbo-jumbo, it will be coherently done and make more sense so far. That's so what I was thinking. Yeah. And that's what we said. Uh, I'm okay with these Superman mini-arcs. I just want them focused on Superman and John and not Superman and Frankenstein and issues with his ex-boo. Justice League versus Suicide Squad stuff. Not bad, not good. Really not much happened in either of these issues, but I'm not really mad about it. He's right along with us, right? Seriously. I am now well informed of all parties involved, motivations, regardless of how much nonsense I need to sallow through uh, to move forward and expect the next issues to really wrap things up with a bang. With that said, if I have to read another issue dealing with this continued setup and more setup nonsense, I think I will have to come to the conclusion that this is all Josh Williamson may do uh, well before quickly just wrapping things up and forgetting the rest. We will get that Suicide Squad tie-in next, next uh, week. So we'll see what that's all about. Basically, I'm okay right now, but getting slightly nervous about this here event thingy. Shout out to DC finally getting me to purchase a Justice League comic for the first time since issue number one of Rebirth because Hitch is not writing. More of this, please. Uh, Fall and Rise of Captain Adam. Insert sound clip of Tally from South Park saying, I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what's going on. Is that okay? That's not bad. I actually have never. I've only heard Tally like one time. To, Honey ho! That, that's, that's not all Tally. No, isn't it? Then I don't no. even know who the fuck. Who's that? That that was Mr. Hanky. Okay, who the fuck is Tally? Tally's a sentient Tally that gets high all the time. Then I would never know what that is. After he gets high, he says, I watched the first season of South Park and then I was out. Uh, because this sums up my thoughts on this book exactly. He's not Mr. Hanky? No. 
I didn't even know that that was his name. It looks amazing. This character looks cool as fuck. Does he go like, I have no idea what's going on. Is it like that? No, not at all. How about, I have no idea what's going on. That's actually that not okay? bad either. That's not bad. <laughs> These are all shots in the dark. Tony, I haven't actually heard Tally in probably 10 years, so I don't know off the top of my head anymore. Yes. I vaguely remember seeing him in cartoons. Uh, it looks amazing. The characters look cool as fuck. I vaguely remember seeing him in cartoons I've seen, so I wanted to know more about him. But all I know right now is he blows up, and now he's in 1994 for some reason. And I didn't pick that. up... I didn't even pick up that 94 fact until I read Eric's review and heard the spotlight. So imagine my confusion at first. God did. That makes you smile, doesn't it? A little bit. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know. You're there fucking doing karate moves. God <laughs> damn it, DC. Does Tally go like this? I don't know what's going on. Is that good? No, man. How about this? No. I don't know what's going on. Something no. like that? No, nothing no. like that either. God damn it. DC just Should introduced me to, to someone I have no clue. I can't remember the one I did before now. DC just introduced me to someone I have no clue about, then go all Martian Manhunter and issue two on him, like Rob Williams did, after I care a little bit. I'll still check out at least number said, that two. That was badass. What? Fucking Martian Manhunter number two, where he died at the end? Come on, that's a yeah, badass no. way to fucking have Brandon, issue number Brandon's two your main character me. I like that. Uh, I like that series up until the last three issues. I think Brandon agrees with me. I'll still check out at least number two to see if I get hooked, because this dude looks pretty sweet. I should like I should like him, I think. Just tell me who and what this character is besides he blows up. Also reading, also reading this kind Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything if you don't know who Dr. Manhattan is. No, but I'm sure Brandon does. Yeah, I, re- I do know from reading it, but that doesn't tell me anything. You tell me Dr. Manhattan, what then? He walks around, he's blue, and he's naked? It yep. doesn't really tell me anything. Tells me nothing. That that fucking book's a piece of garbage. I'll tell you right now. Don't listen to the score I give it later, because now I'm getting angry. You trying to explain <laughs> it with other things that need explanation. That's like I'm telling you, this is like the generalities that fucking drive me nuts when I get in arguments with my wife, and I'm like, she's like, you never pay attention. I, like, give me an example. You know? No, I want to know. Like before? Oh jeez, yeah, I fucking leave. I'm like, if you're not gonna give me fucking concrete deal. I don't need a, a fucking question that leads to seven more questions. Also reading this comic, I swear I had flashbacks to sitting in chemistry class, staring blankly at a chalkboard, having no clue what anything means, with all the science-y, goobly-gook no, in here. No, I felt the same way about Less that. of that, please. And uh, it, would it be like this, Aaron? I don't know what's going on. I think this joke's falling flat, man. It's that, that's not what it is? It's falling <laughs> no, it's flat because is. your reaction... I don't even think you're paying attention to this mail. The, the one time attention. I asked you, you're like, huh? <laughs> Marvel Minute, because Jim always forgets. Unworthy Thor number three, with or without Trevitt. We don't know. Possibly with. All right, gents, I'm out. Brandon at BMUR3660. He did record a bit with Trevitt, but it got uh, it had some issues. It had some Techn- issues, yeah. Technical difficulties it had, but we're going to go off to that with Unworthy Thor number three.
I'm not I'm not making that promise here today because McKenna is is awaking off the chain. So. <laughs> uh, I had to explain to him the importance of um, not getting his way all the time because they were playing yeah. they were playing hungry hungry hippos and he's freaking out. There he goes uh, yeah. trying to get in and he's yeah. freaking out about the yellow the yellow ball and I was like he's got to understand he can't get it all the time you know. <laughs> like, I was like, what are you going to do when like, you play with other kids? I was like, you're going to bite them or something? Like... <laughs> oh, we have this discussion in Candyland. When you get up near the top, and then you get like the goddamn peppermint or something, and it sends yeah. you all the way back, McKenna wants nothing to do with that. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I have no luck as it is, first of all. So you win every five out of six games as, as it is. <laughs> like, you are going back. There's no doubt about this in my head. <laughs> I'm gonna win once, damn it! <laughs> right? Like legit, like she doesn't even have to cheat. The girl wins five out of six games when I play her, oh, and it just drives me crazy. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Anyway, we're we're getting into uh, unworthy Thor number three here. Uh, Weird science. This is uh, Brandon. We're coming at you guys with the Marvel Minute. Um, special guest this week, and probably be uh, a guest for. The year, as long as he don't get sick of me, we got uh, Trevin on the line here. What's going on? So uh, th- this is take two for us, guys. We're bringing, bringing this to you early Sunday morning. Uh, we had some recording errors. Uh, all my fault on this end, uh, and, and we had some bad echo going on. So so this is uh, early edition Sunday morning of the Marvel Minute before our football games. Uh, we're bringing you Unworthy Thor 3. Uh, that's written by Jason Aaron. Uh Artist Kim Jacinto and Oliver Coipiel. 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 There we go. Uh, I, I haven't taught in about two years, so my name, my name um, pronunciations is so out of practice. I only and, heard it somewhere. That's the only reason why I know how to pronounce it at all. Yeah. And then we got a uh, color color artist Matthew Wilson. Uh, so we're gonna get on the other Thor book too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said um, yesterday, that nobody's ever gonna hear. Uh, I, I think they just try to keep the art real similar. Um, since Jason Aaron's writing all the Thor books, you know, they, they might as well keep the same look to them. Um, yeah, keep it in some aspects of it in the family, yeah. whether it be color or inks. Yeah, which is cool for, for the collection because they've started dropping omnibuses for, for this uh, Thor run, I'm pretty sure. They did. They have a collected edition, and oh, it's a beautiful hardcover. I yeah. saw it on Amazon the other day. Even though I have all the paperbacks, I was super tempted to pre-ordering. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I've this has really been the first Thor book I've I've gotten into, um, and it's it's really kind of grabbed some interest. But 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 we're gonna get into the blurb here and, and let you guys know our thoughts on issue three of the unworthy Thor, um, not Mighty Thor or. or they keep changing the title of this book. Which, God of Thunder. Yeah, it's throwing me off a little bit while I try to look up what the collection is. But uh, anyway, it's been months or years, maybe. We're not really sure since Odin's son has been deemed worthy to carry Milnor. After a lot of thinking, drinking, and a secret tip from the Unseen, Thor, with a little help from Better Ray Bill and Toothnasher, his giant killer goat, decided to dust off the old bootstraps Go after a rumored new and improved hammer, which happens to be Ultimate Thor's hammer uh, that arrived in this universe after the ending uh, of Secret Wars. Well, folks, two issues in and things have gone off the rails. We've got the golden-haired god. He's currently imprisoned by the Collector. 
where he's forced to act out the sequel to Groundhog's Day, much to his dismay. Can Thor escape this nightmare a la Bill Murray? Can he get access to a hammer to help him feel worthy again, or will he remain the collector's god bitch for eternity? Uh, let's dig in here and find out. Um, so, so we kick the issue off uh, pretty much with Thor fighting his way through uh, groups of troll-looking motherfuckers, I guess. I, I don't know what you call these guys. Um, they but, look like, yeah, they do look like trolls. Yeah, I, I guess they're just trolls, we'll say. Um, Thor's fighting his way through just a group of them, uh, on his way out of the collector's jail or trying to escape, uh, while also getting access to this, this new hammer that he's, he's heard rumor of, um, before he's defeated yet again and basically dragged back to the clink, um, you know, this time as he's making his way across the ship, trying to get get access to the hammer, it seems like he's kind of taunted by flashbacks or, or some sort of magic uh, that, that's basically reminding him that he's unworthy and and shouldn't have shit to do with any hammer, I guess. He got pretty close in the first issue, right? I, yeah. I remember he, he looked like he was so damn close. And, yeah. And he's so strong. I they uh, I, They sucked the ground around the hammer. That's right. Um, basically these troll dudes that he's fighting now, I think, and they took it to the collector. Um, so yeah, he, he's gotten close to it before. And this is kind of like his mission, uh, his, his new mission in life to, to get access to a hammer. Um, you know, if you haven't been keeping up with Thor, he lost, uh, one of his arms kind of in the lead up to, the Secret entire Wars. Secret Wars event, yeah, the eight months later stuff, and uh, it looks a little blackish here, but I think that's just kind of a coloring issue, but I personally think it looks more badass when, when it's kind of like drawn so it looks more adamantum, adamantium uh, Ad Adamantium. <laughs> adamantium yeah, Adamantium. There we go. <laughs> Uh, I, I want it to look more like, you know, Wolverine's claws, I guess. is what I'm More thinking. metallic rather yeah. than um, looking looks like so uh, like a sleeve a dominatrix would, would wear or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I compared it yesterday to like, uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony's uh, jump shot sleeve he wears on his arm. You know, that long, like, uh, just spandexy thing. It looks like that with a glove on pretty yes, much. That, that, that is what it looks like. <laughs> but uh, that's serious. Anyway, all, all these dudes get back in jail, uh, get Thor back in jail. Um, you know, they, they have a conversation. How the hell are we going to keep him here? He keeps breaking out. And, uh, this one guy references, use more chains. And they're like, we have used more chains. We've used all the damn chains. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> like, use all the damn chains. I mean, they have his neck, his back, his arm. <laughs> like he's got chains wrapped around him every which way, his hands tied behind his back and he yeah. still can't continue. <clears throat> The mighty Thor. I wouldn't be moving, but I'm not Thor personally. So, um, you know, while, while Thor is stuck in all these chains uh, in the least sexy way possible, he is also being taunted by a nearby cellmate uh, who he quickly ends up discovering is uh, a dog. It's, it's a hellhound uh, with a little bit of connected history to uh, his brother and his newly uh, added into history sister. Ooh, I think I remember the last time we recorded, um, we we just mentioned that it was called that Loki would call her the dog Thorry as like yeah. a bitch name for Thor. Yeah. But right here, it's uh, I guess the dog's actual name, even though it looks like we are going with Thorry for the rest of the season, <laughs> uh, is going to a season series, uh, is Death Ripper. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, I would rather be called Death Ripper than Thory, personally. <laughs> I don't oh, know yeah. why he's going to roll with Thory, but... uh I mean, Death t- Ripper, the Devil Dog, or Thory? <laughs> yeah, Death Ripper, Hellhound, or Thory, Hellhound. I don't know. I know which one I'm rolling with. But, um, yeah, so anyway, Thory, or uh, Death Ripper, he's got some connected history to Thor's siblings. Obviously, like Trevitt said, he was named by Loki. Um, Thory, that name, not Death Ripper. Uh, no. And then he was, um, which is kind of, you know, a dick thing to do. You change someone's name to Thory. Uh, it kind of sounds feminine, obviously, and insulting to Thor. Um, in, in some way, I think that was Loki's intent. If I uh, know Loki always, in any way, always Loki's intention it, to it, upset Thor in some it, shape, way, or form. Yeah. The Golden Child, you know, <laughs> yeah. that Golden Child rule. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He he he's adopted, so you, you got to expect a little bit of backlash there. I guess if if they got a big, strong godson, you know. That's true. Uh, <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, anyway, um, also. Apparently, this dog was taken prisoner by Collector when he was hanging out with Angela and Midgard somewhere, who, who is Thor's currently written into history sister. Uh, she's Queen that hell. she's that chick that got uh, bought by Image, I think. There was That's some Angela, rights. There was a fight for Spawn because she's from Spawn, right? Yeah, she yeah, like yeah. An, Angela. Um, yeah, she was like an angel or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there was some rights thing with her, and Marvel ended up. I don't know if they gave him gave Image money for the rights, or if they ended up winning some court battle. I don't really know what one. Yeah, because I, I think it was a character maybe Todd McFarlane created, and I think I mean this is you know pure speculation. I think yeah. it was a character he created, so he felt comfortable using it in Spawn, and and ended up being a big battle. And Marvel has her. For some, yeah. Not that she's really important. In yeah, no, I, it's like they haven't used her since her series was canceled at seven. So I don't know what the big hubbub was all about. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it's like they're trying to drum up the sales. See Andrew, queen yeah. of hell number seven. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. That, I think that's literally the last issue that they made. That's it. Seven issue <laughs> series. And yeah. That's kind of weird. Goodbye, Angela. All that money on the lawyers really paid off. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we we also got uh we find out Toothnasher, Thor's killer giant goat, is um also captured and present in the collector's jail. Uh that this like I mentioned yesterday, it might be my favorite pet in comics. Uh I mean this thing looks sweet. Reminds you if you if you haven't seen it, uh a little bit looks like the dog a little bit from Never Ending Story with some giant badass horns on it. Falcor. Uh, I yeah, looked it up. There we go. Actually, that's, I didn't, actually, that's a lie. I didn't look it up. I was at work today and I was like, Falcor, that's yeah. the name? <laughs> yeah, one of those like come to me moments, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> but this, this character I actually like. That dog fucked with me as a little kid. Uh, it scared the shit out of me, to be honest with you. Um, had that nice deep soothing voice though. Yeah. Uh, it, Hello. It, it didn't soothe me. It scared the shit out of me. I'll tell you that. Uh, that, that I legit had nightmares about that dog and Freddy Krueger. That was like my go-to nightmares as a kid. I don't know. Oh yeah, Freddy Krueger was. Yeah, and, and some and some first. movie where the stairs like turned into a slide and you couldn't get up them and you, you'd fall down them. That oh was my, my other like go-to nightmare scenario when I was a kid. I know what movie that is. I just can't think of it. Right I know. Now. I have no. I still to this day don't know what movie that is. Uh, oh, People Under the Stairs. Is that it? I was going to ask the, Eric. I keep forgetting to ask Eric. 
Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure it was people under the stairs when the, the little black kid who gets into the house, is, they're trying to get away, and they run up the stairs, and the oh, stairs yeah. go flat, and they slide down. I yeah. think that was it. Could have been something else, but... Yeah, you're sense. probably right. I, I mean, yeah. I don't even think I ever saw that movie. I think I just saw that in the previews, and it fu- freaked freaked me out as a kid, you know? So, uh... Yeah. <laughs> those were my night- movie- nightmares till I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was such a it was kind of a drag even off topic a little but i have to say it the previews when we like when we were kid, i think we were on the same age so we probably saw it at the same time yeah so uh the previews made you think it was a scary movie but then it, when you see the movie it's it's not really that scary no, people under the just... stairs end up being these goofy little fucking people who aren't scary at all and they end up being <laughs> nice it's just weird oh yeah that ruins it right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> Can't. If you're living under basement stairs, there's no no reason you should be nice to anybody. No, it's such <laughs> a weird moment when it happens too, because the kids are all scared and, and the guy's like, "Hello." That's what <laughs> I call that's what I call bullshit on the whole Harry Potter series. He had to live under the goddamn stairs. He would not be a nice individual. He would be no. a miserable fuck. No, you'd be an evil bad serial killer. Yeah, future serial killer. Um, <laughs> Eat people. Yeah, I, I, mean, I just I don't know. <laughs> Random, back back to uh, Thor, right? That's what we're talking about, Thor. <laughs> yes. Thor, um, is chilling in jail, basically catches a a godlike type flu flu bug, uh, and he he starts going bonkers, trying to break out of his chains again, which he he does successfully. Um, however, he's got like these electric kind of jail bars on his cell. He's having a he's little a trouble. Yeah, he's having a little trouble with those. Um, getting getting by these new kind of electric bars, and that's when we see Better Ray Bill kind of pop back in the picture, give him an assist, and bust him out. Unless he uh, grabs on the bars like a badass and like squeezes him like he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, like, yeah, like like he doesn't care they're hurting him, but he's not getting out of there that way, you know, until no, Better Ray Bill pops out. pops along. Yeah, he's not getting it. Uh, and to promptly thank Better Ray Bill for busting him out of prison, he decides to uh, a pat- attack his old pal um, <laughs> because he has uh, a fever right now, and it's making him a little bit nuts. It's uh, Thor's version of the Berserker Raid, like Wolverine's Berserker yeah. Raid. You know, yep. like he just goes nuts and gets way stronger than he normally is and beats the shit out of everybody in sight. Yeah, anybody and everybody. Um, including poor Bill. Yeah, poor Better Ray Bill. Uh, at this point, they kind of cut from the Thor uh, portion of the story, and we we get a um, kind of zoom out shot of this fishing ship approaching the collector's base, which it looks like an elongated Death Star, basically. Um, and, and that yeah. sh- that ship's invited inside. Totally it looks like a Death Star, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not it, crazy. It really does. And and I thought it was round until you pointed out last night that it, it actually, in the top of the page, you can see it actually going back more like a blimp. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I, I don't really know where the collector hangs out. I'm not super informed on the, like, um, you know, the higher ups of the Marvel Universe, the uh, Eternities and all those dudes, really. Yeah, the very, universal beings. Yeah, I know very little about them. Um, oh, only thing I really know is that now Ulysses is one of them. Yeah, that's bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> that is such bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't set up at all. Like they, They're talking about just all of a sudden Ulysses having a vision, getting sucked to heaven. When oh, yeah. There oh, yeah, was no reference. You. 
Yeah, there was no reference to any Ultimates stuff that happened, which has been dealing with all the the uh, outer space crap, and, and you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just random. Eternity just shows up. Eternity yeah, it was just, just so I think it was random. Eternity just shows up and is like, hey, um, we've he, been we've been scoping you out, and you know, we, we you're you're our new draft pick. Of, I know, uh, but but Eternity should have never showed up because Eternity is in chains, like currently captured and kind of imprisoned, so shouldn't be like making head honcho decisions that, oh, you're a new cosmic being because, you know, I'm the boss, basically. He, yeah, he's that's stuck. the one that looks like space, right? Like, when you when you look yeah. at him or her, like, you could see space right yeah. through their body. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the one. Yep. Yeah, that's eternity. So, but anyway, um, the ship enters the Death Star, and uh, we find out inside this fishing ship, Proxima Midnight and Black Swan, uh, Pawns of Thanos, have literally murdered everybody aboard. Um, and used uh, the cover of this fishing ship to sneak into the collector's hideout. Uh, they're looking for this hammer, same hammer Thor's looking for, uh, that Thanos is also apparently aware of and, and he wants for himself. I don't. Here, here's the thing I thought about last night after we kind of discussed things. Uh, everybody wants this goddamn new hammer, but everybody knows the old hammer nobody could lift up but Thor. So what makes I, anybody think they're going to be able to, like, control or lift up this hammer but Thor? I had that same thought, like, three hours ago at work. I was like, why does everybody want – none of them can use it. I know. Like, I don't. What are they going to do with it? Stare at it? They just <laughs> all want to put it on a trophy shelf somewhere, I guess. I don't – Yeah. But but I'm fine with it. Like, it's making for a cool story, but I was just – I'm like, maybe Thanos, because I think he might have lifted – uh the previous hammer, hammer when he had the Infinity Gauntlet, something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, I think that that would he, give him the ability. Maybe, maybe Thanos wants it because he's dying, and it, maybe he thinks that it'll extend his life. Yeah, that, I, I just don't think it's going to tie into that book. Too many series. I don't know. You think they'll tie into each other? They might. I mean, I think Thanos. I think Thanos is an ongoing because um, I think. Well, no, this just says three. It doesn't say three of five. But I, I was hoping Thanos was a miniseries, but I, I think it might be an ongoing. <clears throat> but um, it might tie in. I, I That would be pretty cool, but you, you're right. I, I, I doubt it. Yeah. Well, uh, back to uh, the scariest chicks you'll ever meet in your life, Proxima Midnight and Black Swan. They, they kind of leave this ship, and they have uh, a mystery guest, hanging out with them who's just covered in a robe got looks a little bit like uh dr oz and uh yeah it does look like doesn't it yeah just a little more feminine of a figure basically um yeah the body frame and everything like how they shape it like you can tell they want you to know that this is a woman yeah and and just some of the things things it says or uh at, at random points but this mystery guest is kind of being tagged along for the ride it seems and being treated like garbage by the other two yeah, like it's called dog and um, yeah. So so they're they're here for the hammer as well. Uh, Lead on dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I wouldn't even say that to a dog for Christ's sake. You I know, know right? <laughs> and it's the way they say it. Like they give like a dot 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 dog. Yeah, like, like she's like stop calling me dog, and they just say it eight times more. You know, more. Like, yeah, you're teas- worthless. Teasing <laughs> the shit out of her. Anyway, we we cut from the ladies uh, to to the Thors, and they are still fighting the shit out of each other. Uh, we, we find out Thor Odinson is actually infected 
uh, with the warrior madness. And you looked that up yesterday. Um, and you yeah. basically explained a little earlier where you said it's kind of like Wolverine's berserker rage. Yeah. And he gets 10 times stronger than yeah. he normally is. He don't care just, if you're good or bad. He's just fighting to fight beating the shit out of people. Basically what he's doing to bill right here. Yeah. I just, I just noticed in this, the, the two, the top panel, the, um, the top and the one right below it, you can tell like Thor punches beta Ray bill. And then beta Ray does those, that cross arms. Like he absorbed the punch, but it would in the cartoon it would be like as if he did that and took the punch and he just slid back on his feet which is pretty awesome like uh, i didn't notice it before but i'm noticing it now because you can see the the dirt from the ground spitting up on both sides of him as he slides back that's pretty sweet yeah all right let, let's stop for one second i lost my program here i just uh, want to i want to make sure it's still recording yeah it's still recording all right we're good sweet i'll just have to edit um Anyway, uh, we get to basically find out that Thor is attacking Beta for his hammer, um, but Beta has offered him this hammer, you know, before they, they started this journey together, basically. So it's a little weird that uh, that Thor suddenly, this is his reason for attacking him, but, you know, again... Yeah, he graciously War- turned it down. It's yeah. Oh, hammer. Yeah, he's like, no, that's yours, dude. Stormbringer's yours. Uh, Not but- to mention these... Probably like I don't want your bitch ass hammer. I want I want fucking Mjolnir, motherfucker. I don't, so I don't know I don't know where those goat hands have been, dude. I don't I don't <laughs> yeah. want to carry your what hammer. A, or what kind of weird dog you are? Whatever the <laughs> fuck you are. Bill. I don't, yeah, I don't know what Bill is either. He's like a goat dog because his face looks very snoutish, like a dog, doesn't it? It does. He he looks he looks like a a dog with arms and legs. And like so a dog whose lips were chewed off because his teeth are always like gnashing out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's like the, it's like a dog skeleton almost. Yeah. Um, well, these two's fight get interrupted eventually when Thor goes to grab for the hammer after he kind of gives Beta what look what looks like to be a knockout blow. Um, Proxima and Black Swan and the mystery guest, however, stop Thor from getting Stormbringer and kind of whack him across the face with this staff she has. And then Black Swan like does like kind of a Cyclops optic beam blast to Beta Ray and knocks him down. Uh huh. And then we eventually get the uh, the mystery guest showing her powers, and this is kind of where uh, the second clue provided in in the issue that makes me think it's the Enchantress. She usually has a a thing for Thor, um, and, and there was a point that this character mentioned earlier. You know, I can't let him see me like this, which is why she's covered up. Um, it's actually right here, right under uh, Black Swan doing the optic blasts, where she says it. The Prince of Asgard, I cannot let him see me like this. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, the the blast that she uses on the two Thors is kind of green and magic looking. Uh, so, th- so that's kind of your second clue. I mean, I could be totally off because I read very little Thor. You it know, does look enchantress comic, though. but that would be my guess. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think uh, I think it could be a good chance. Now, I mean, for a second when I was reading, um, I swear I thought I saw Enchantress, but I think that was something. I read so much, I think I'm just blending shit together. Yeah. So, but I think you're you could. There's a better chance that you're right that it that it is Enchantress. Yeah. So, um, well, basically, the, these chicks they they find out that. Uh, the hammer that they're sensing in this area is only Stormbringer. It's not the ultimate hammer. Um, 
So they want nothing to do with this scene. They don't feel like fighting these dudes, and they just vanish. Poof. Uh, they're out. Uh, Irish goodbye, these, these suckers. And um, they, they run into the collector at the next site they go to, who's just longingly staring at this hammer, trying to figure out, I guess, how to get his hands on it. Yeah, he's really eye fucking that thing. Like. <laughs> he sure the he sure is, man. He he's like buying it drinks, trying to get it home with him. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you like some candy? Yeah. Down here? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a van with no windows. Just take this, yeah. take this butterscotch, please. Um, <laughs> when the girls show up, they they spring into action against the collector because obviously. This hammer is what they were summoned to get by Thanos. Um, it causes a little hubbub and a little bit of fighting. Uh, and then suddenly the hammer just decides enough is enough and, and, and goes off. Uh, it sends a blast kind of circling, uh, putting a little mini moat around the hammer, basically. Um, yeah, it just bangs everyone back and creates a hole in the, like a crater. Yeah, it it's gave itself a moat, just needs to be filled with water there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the mystery guest slash enchantress asks collector, how the hell did you do that? He's like, I had nothing to do with that shit. Um, it must be sense and Thor is what they come to, uh, the decision of, and then we get another, uh, you must be free again. Yeah. <laughs> they, they know they're in trouble now. And then, uh, we, we flash back to Thor one more time. As Thor cleans himself up, uh, doing his best Chris Helmsworth impression, uh, really chopping the shit out of his hair. Yeah, leaving, he's cutting it all off. Leaving the beard, uh, throwing a flannel on, and uh, getting ready for for some work here with Better Ray, Hellhound, and Toothnasher, who Better Ray also freed from this jail. Grabbing his badass axe. Actually, I think he's using the axe as a mirror to uh, cut his hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah, because he's got like a little piece of stone or so. I don't know what the hell he's cutting his hair actually with. Um, I think it's a knife. It yeah. looks like a little jagged, shitty blade that he took off of someone he probably murdered. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, we should mention that Thor, up until this <laughs> point, has been traveling around on his... Um, Goat. Space flying goat and yep. just murdering people yeah. uh, while cocked. You yeah. know? I mean, he's, he's whacking a few back and, and beating the shit out of people, which is what Thor does. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's This is really surprising to me that I haven't read more Thor comics because uh, a early 20-something Brandon roaming around Buffalo, New York can kind of relate to Thor just drinking and getting into just trouble, you know? You can really identify with that. <laughs> yeah. like, it should really drink. probably be my favorite character, to be all honest with you, you know? <laughs> uh, a Thor comic is basically a Buffalo Bill's tailgate each month. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a Buffalo Bill's tailgate each month. <laughs> yes. There's actually a cool story in... Uh, the Mighty Thor in the second hardcover, I think it was like issue seven or eight, where they tell an old Odin son Thor story about uh, about a, a Viking man who he helped become a great king. And, you know, th there's just so much drinking involved. Like, basically, it just makes Thor look like this this angry drunk who just wants to drink and beat the shit out of people. Like, yeah. That's all Thor cares about. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, th that pretty much brings it close to the book is these uh, better Ray, Thor, 
Odin Sun, Hellhound, uh, Thori, aka Thori, uh, Toothnasher. They set off to go commit more murder, um, and, and get Thor this damn hammer once and for all, um, and, and bring an end to this miniseries so we can get a, a Thor, a male Thor back in action and not just Odin's son rolling around, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, that would be nice. He is on the cover of the Mighty Thor 15, so I think his story is going to bleed in with the Mighty Thor. He was also in, uh, one of the artistic teases at the end of Civil War Two, so uh and oh, he that's had, right. That's he had right. possession of the straight up old school Milnior, so uh I, I don't know what that's teasing at, but um that, that looks Maybe Jane finally succumbs to her cancer or something. Yeah, I don't know, but he had he, he had the metal arm and the hammer, so I don't know what's going on there. Because Jane friggin' like, you know, she's got cancer, and she the one consistent thing in her book, she never, like, she gets her treatments, but she's never getting them on time, or she's always leaving before she can go in. Like, there's going to come a point where her cancer's going to get so aggressive because she decides to yeah. go do something while being and Thor. And doesn't, doesn't, when she becomes Thor, like, it expels the chemo, like, the chemo stops working? Isn't that, like, one uh, of the twists? Yes, it um it help it makes her die faster. So yeah. the more she is Thor, the the you know that she's taking a, a bigger risk with her life. Yeah, you know? she's she's like Gotham girling herself there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. All right. So you guys know how we do things. Uh. We we don't give you the ten point scale. I tell you to buy it, to borrow it, or to forget it altogether. Uh. So I'll give you some thoughts of story and art here, and then Travis going to give you his thoughts, and uh, we'll let you know what. But we ultimately decide uh, before we close things out here for the uh, the week. As far as story goes, I mean, as I said previously, uh, I, I just find this story to be enthralling personally. Um, store, store, Thor rolling around the uh, the universe, you know, just on a mission to get his hammer back. Just a one track mind. Uh, whatever he has to do to accomplish his goal is is being done. And uh, he, he's just gathering an interesting team along the way, um, you know, of, of frenemies, basically, that uh, that is just an interesting group of dudes. And uh, I can't wait to see how it really kind of wraps up. And I, and I hope the ending has been as uh, gets as stuck as as the story has been through these first three issues. Um, as far as art goes, you know, the art is is obviously superb. Uh for the first three issues, I like this one the least. I uh, just kind of feel like some of the faces and things were a little rushed. Um, but, but other than that, it, w- it was something I thoroughly enjoyed looking at and, and reading all the way through. Uh, so this would definitely be a uh, buy on my end of things. As far as Trevet goes, he's going to let you know what he thinks here. Yeah, I really love this book. It's definitely one of my top five books that Marvel has going right now. It's almost a damn shame that it's a miniseries, but what else would they call it once yeah. he gets the hammer? Yeah, it's not no, I know. Really Thor anymore. Um, you know, Jason Aaron, he's pulling out all the stops here. Uh, there's only five issues, so we're not going to put up with, you know, no bullshit, no nonsense. It's going to be right to the point, action. Uh, the story is very tight. I, I love how it's like a fantasy, like kind of everybody getting together as they go on this mission, like a Lord of the Rings or like kind of like a never ending story with Falcor and whatnot. Um, the art is great. Uh, I can't wait to see what comes next. Uh, this is a total buy for me. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Eight. Yeah, I agree with you all the way through. Um, and I don't know how how uh, how much that means coming from uh, a guy who buys everything under the sun. <laughs> but I would I would buy this book. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so so that's the opinion of two guys who just like to again read comic books and uh, let you know what we think. I guess. Um, so that's going to be it for us this week. We're going to send it back uh, to the guys to to let you hear about DC, which is what you guys came to hear anyway. Um, but we're going to be signing off here. If you're looking for me all week long, you can find me on Twitter at bmer3660. And Trevor, where can they find you, man? You can find me on Twitter at Afrin Addict, like the shit you spray up your nose when it's stuffy, and at Instagram um, at Trevitt's Comics. Cool. Uh, so that's it for us, guys. Uh, we'll come at you next week with another Marvel Minute. Um, and, and I'm not sure what it'll be yet, but it'll probably be pretty good, if I imagine. Uh, uh, there's some good stuff coming out next week. Yeah, yeah, there's some interesting books. So we'll talk to you next week, guys. Adios. Thank you so much. That, that, that was Dancing Mike. Oh, oh, thank you, Dancing Mike. And Dancing Mike will get to hear some of my reviews here. I did not have a lot of reviews. You doubled up my reviews. So it's fucking it crazy actually, this week. And it's actually weird. This section, though, will have two of my books. Let's get Jim's uh, stuff out of the way. Let's yeah, get well, also, it will have the first time, I think, ever in our whole existence of the podcast that Batman – did not make the first section of reviews. Uh, I really do. I don't think that's – it has fallen. It, it's <laughs> fallen. It's back to the minors for you, Batman. You're going to the Smokies. That's what that's he's right. going to be on, right? Dance my, right, Patsy Klein. Wink, wink. Nudge, <laughs> nudge. Actually, it has nothing to do uh, with the quality of the book, though I'm not as hip on this book as a lot of other people were. Uh, it's just that these, I don't know. I think if the quality time, were better, this could have taken Superman's place previously. Well, actually, yeah, we'd already we've already talked about Superman. I don't know why it just didn't seem even just the thing. Superman to me always feels like more of super. a. It's a super booker, but also <laughs> just with the Justice League, like Batman to me. Is on the Justice League begrudgingly. He's you don't play there, well with others. He's there to keep an eye on everybody else. Superman, he's the Lois told us he's the shining light of the Justice League, Eric. So he's you know, the heart. 
He is the heart. So Batman got slipped there Fuck only you, because of that stupid <laughs> Maxwell Lord issue that I'm not sure what we gave it since we're recording these out of order. But I know what Good I gave time. it on the site. Uh, I'm going to look into the future. I think you're going to say that the issue was okay but unnecessary. We'll see how Wouldn't this kind of be like going like not – I don't know, looking into the future, but we've I've already said my score, so it's very Well, odd. I'm looking into the future how we record it, and now you're warping my brain. Oh, yeah. Let's do the time warp again. Come on, you're man. You're warping – oh, don't even say that. That nonsense. Is that done? Is that done, that, that fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show? The, the other day my wife was talking done. about it, and she's like, I only like to go – see it live because of the crowd i mean you go see that crowd you oh, it is it awesome live, live. Yeah. yeah when was when's the next time you're gonna go see it never Fine. you're an old man you fuck you're never gonna go see <laughs> that fucking piece of shit again yeah i'm gonna go see guar too because i want somebody to shoot semen on me eric that's all i need in this, going to see in this day of aids i'm gonna see guar i'm gonna get aids at a fucking guar show i don't need that I don't tell me that it's not real don't tell me it's not real. I, I think it's real. They're shooting semen at you and shit like that. I, I think it's real. It's real to me, Eric. I'm like, I'm wrong turn when I, I come to real. these things. Any sexual thing like that, I think it's real. Bam. Got the AIDS real bad. Speaking of that, there's a little bit of loving on the rooftops, Eric. The rooftop. I'm saying there's no protection going on either. I don't think there is protection. The only protection they have is Kite Man is playing wingman on the side. He's watching out for him, I think. Kite I don't Man. Know. <laughs> Kite Man. Grappler. Shit. I'm telling you, I, every time I read this issue, and it's like the fifth time, I, I find something else that drives me nuts. But here we go. Here we go, here we go with the negativity. Strap yourselves in. I, you, I, you I feel bad. Positive, Jim? I don't know if this is a positive. Because I'm no. sitting here, I'm looking at the cover of Batman, right? Yeah. And I've never noticed this before, but that first A in Bat, yeah. it looks like the A in the cover of The Evil Dead. Oh, that's, that's positive. That's a positive, right? Um, I like how they spell Rebirth. They don't misspell it. No, no, that's no, why I, I, I do want to point out. We're saying all this. Um, I, I don't. I said to you today at work, we're, we're there working, and people are getting all excited. Especially this is like Wednesday. Usually this happens. It's later on Wednesday, but today we're we're recording this on Thursday, so it's Thursday as well, where people are just starting to read all their books. They got them, and I feel so bad because people get on Twitter and like, oh man, here's the, these books were great. This is what I read. And I'm like you in these chat rooms. That's right. I, I can't keep my fucking mouth shut. Cause I, uh, but the problem is, is they'll ask me, hey, weird science, what do you think about that Batman? And I, I, I can't fake the funk. <laughs> I'm like, it was okay. Oh man, what about this? I'm like, here we go. All right, I got to get my fucking thinking glasses on. Okay, here we go. Get out the fucking abacus. Boop, do you, do you borrow my glasses for that? Yes, I put your glasses on because I don't wear glasses. And I start, you know, well, I didn't like this, 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 and this. And then I feel like a dick. And that's kind of actually we're about to start this right now. And at, right when I started saying like, oh, you know, we're, we're talking about the cover. I feel like a dick. I really do. <laughs> People love these things. Just don't listen to us and get depressed. We, oh, we hear this not, sometimes please. where people do listen like, I really liked it, and you ruin it for me. If you like it, don't let fucking two dumbasses yeah, from Quaker Town fucking ruin your fucking fun. We want to have fun. We can't. I don't know Look what's going inside. on with me. I, I, Yeah, that's what happens. I told you today you were making a stake to kill vampires at, at work. Well, so what are you going to do, do at work? work? And you came up with me with this fucking long ass steak and you're like, you're pressing it in my fucking back. And you said, 
Where's your heart so I can stab you in the heart? I said, there's no heart there. You're never going to find it. There's no fucking way. I don't have a heart. Well, I started thinking to myself, like, you always show up to work before the sun comes up. You're allergic to garlic. I'm allergic to garlic. The pieces are finally starting to fall into place here, Jim. I'm pretty pale. I don't like the sun. You look good for 85. That's true. I don't look good for 70, but 85, I'm, I'm kicking it now. Told you. And once we hit about, when I hit about 70, we're going to do, we start a new thing where we get on uh, YouTube and I'm the grumpy grandpa video. Do you have right the now. tin ear? I do have the tin ear. I don't have purple hair though. So we don't have to worry about that. Uh, I don't know. Catwoman kind of at one point I was waiting for her to take off her freaking mask deal or uh, cow, if you will. And uh, I was hoping she had uh, purple hair. Eric, I thought there was trouble. Thought there was trouble. But this is Batman. This is Batman number fourteen. If you enjoy this issue, just just don't get upset at me. Don't get upset at Eric because I know that he doesn't like it either. He might like it a little more than me. I don't know. We're gonna see. But this is Batman number fourteen. Can you tell just dejected how dejected I am? I am. It's just, it's really starting to get to You've me. Been this way that, all day. And this is it. This t- fucking two weeks, Tanya said. I was telling Reggie. Me and Reggie got in a fucking battle. Cause I'm Boom. just, I'm in a bad mood. I almost killed wrong turn. Wrong turn, yeah. Then I get in a fight with Reggie. I yell at my wife. I'm freaking yelled at you. I, I want to punch you in the face every time I see your fucking smug ha- face show up. All I'm like, here he goes. All I want you to do is to help me make weapons to fight bad. I, no, I, I figured to myself this morning, that. I'm sitting there at work and I'm like, if he shows up in that fucking Superman's hoodie, <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill him. No, I, I actually changed my hoodie today. Did you even notice? No, I, I yeah, didn't. Yeah, I had my black uh, Nike hoodie on today. Yeah, we're the hoodie duo. Uh, but no, I, I just these books are starting to really get me down a bit. And it's not just the books because, again, we're talking about Batman. We're going to get to it. <laughs> Fucking hold your horses. We're going to get to it. This issue is not horrible. But the fact that everybody loves it and I don't, it's like I've not been invited to the party, Eric. I want to be at the party. I wanna, you want to play I, pin the tail on the donkey. I got you. Yes. Reggie told me today that he thinks I should. He said Ritalin, but it was Adderall. He thinks I should go on some Zoloft, whatever. He th- he wants me to get on these drugs that I start to not care, and then I'll just sit here. Ah, oh, Batman. That was good. That'll be the whole podcast, me just saying that because I'm fucking insane. I want to go to the party. That's all I want. Just invite well, me. Uh, man. It, I just want the invitation. To, it's hard to get excited for this issue from after we just left these – this is the last arc. I am suicide in such a disappointing matter. Yes, and this is an epilogue. I do matter, mention in my matter, little blurb. And also, the other problem is because people will hear, like, you do the I am suicide arc, like, oh, hey, Batman, it's he's in Santa Prisca. He's fighting Bane with this crazy duo, you know, or crazy group. Some Sounds people might awesome. jump on. Some people may. I don't know as many as when all of a sudden you say to them, hey, there's a two-issue arc here with Batman and Catwoman. I think a lot of people that are jumping into this issue don't. That this is their first one. Like they, they maybe they even stopped. They I, I hear a lot of people. I hear a lot of people saying, "I didn't like that. Uh, I am Gotham arc, so I stopped, and now I'm back and whatever." I like oh, that arc. Those back. are the good old days. I like days. that arc too. Yeah, I really <laughs> did. Now I, I will mention right now, just for a little food for thought, Eric. This is the epilogue to the "I Am Suicide." Batman has come back into Gotham. It appears to be possibly a day after he's arrived. Maybe they don't give you timing, so in, you're in gonna have mind, to guess like, at you know 
this is he just got back this day. He talked to all these different people during the day. Now it's nighttime. Yes. And he's explaining what number happened. Number one. But, why isn't he going right to Gotham Girl? This is one of my major points here. You know here. what? Do, do, do your write-up. No. Write -up. Do your I just want to get – just just keep that in mind as keep we start. Keep it in mind. Keep it in mind as we start. Oh, we're going to go way too far. We can't go back Keep in mind. Uh, you know, just ask yourself, why isn't he helping Gotham Girl? Oh, Batman – I always start at my blurb. Batman number 14, written by Tom King, who again – my writer of the year, Eric. Writer yep. of the year. Art by Mitch Gerards. Gerards. How would you pronounce it? Gerards. Gerards. It reminds me of uh, Gil Gerard, who played Buck Rogers, Eric. Mitch. Actually, I'm, I'm looking at it now. It looks like Gerards. Okay. That sounds, too much like, that sounds too much like Nads. So I, I'm not going to go with that. Because then Mitch... Gerads ends up being itchy nads, Eric, and that is not something a young kid wants to be called at that recess. Eaton Wiener. Eaton Wiener. Poor Ethan. Mitch Gerards and Clayton <laughs> Cows. Mitch Gerards is one of those triple threats, Eric. Uh, Tom King gives us an I Am Suicide epilogue that feels more like an annual story than the ending of an arc that left me with so many questions unanswered. This issue felt forced at times, padded at others, and left me wishing for something else. People have told me that they like this as a bat and cat story, but I was just disappointed. I couldn't even bring myself to write a really good fucking. Part. I'm telling you, I was just disappointed in Batman for his character. All yeah. the shit he let go just to get a little piece at the end. Come I on. I know. I just there's there's a lot of issues to me. Number one, it starts like I said. We'll start yeah. even without. Where's I wish Girl? I wish there was a turn uh, a timing. You know, a timestamp. Say yeah. weeks later. Days yeah. later, that so even night. Even weeks later doesn't make sense to me. Like, cause this has to be as soon as they get back because yes. she's still out and about. And That's the problem. Because she's out and about. Because going back to Gotham, he has to already have taken uh, Punch and Julie to Arkham. Yeah. So right away, you're already handing people over. Wesker is being in this progressive facility. He's being held, handed over. So at this point, they number one. I don't care what you say or do. I don't care if it's a Batman, whatever. When they say the president is involved, there is no way Catwoman is not off of that goddamn bubblegum fucking raft and not put right in the black gate. There's no way. It doesn't oh, matter. Initially, you're thrown off, too, because we're dealing with the Justice League versus Suicide Squad yep. arc. This uh, is another event, part with the timing. I know what you're going to say. I'll say the last issue of Batman, we had Waller breaking the back gate, which started the events of Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. And now here... While that event is still going on, he says, Waller kept her word, yeah, kept the president her word. signed off. So Waller there was no word. working with Batman. There was, saying, the, there was no. no word from Waller ever. There was nothing you that were we saw. You were motherfucker. And at one point, when Waller, like you said, went in and broke into the Batcave, and they say, oh, you know, Alfred's there. Hey, it would have been different if he was here. Yep, it would have gotten pretty messy, but he's not here because he's going, he's off at Santa Prisca in a plan that I put into effect. Oh, yeah. my. What was me? Remember when she's pretending that she made a mistake? And, oh, yep. that must have been my mistake. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's going to die. Waller never had a word. The word that they would have had is from Jeremiah Arkham, something along those lines. Because the word might have been, I'm telling you, in this case, though, the word is after they have played nice already and stopped them. Yeah, uh, yeah it doesn't make sense. Squad because if that was the case. I hate, I hate doing the timelines of this. Yeah. Sure no, this is all fucked up. 
This it's completely it's, fucked up because it ruins if, the whole arc. The if you the go, arc. yeah, if you go by, if you had something and, and kind of went into it a different way, the problem is, is Catwoman out and about does not make any sense. No. If this is weeks later where Batman has fought the Suicide Squad and, and you know, Maximal Lord and all this, Catwoman would be in jail. Yeah. There's no way that you, oh, Waller kept her word that he goes over and she's in Arkham at that point still in the death penalty part and they go okay president signed off she's now uh you know life without parole, life without parole yeah. they don't let you out of jail to nope. celebrate it's not like okay batman you can have her and then batman just ah let's take the night off you can't do this you can't i know that this whole thing is still set up that batman insists that he knows that he will find out that she didn't do anything but this is but a huge then, problem it's a huge problem especially where this issue falls where it falls we're in the middle of an event you can't say this happened after or you have to put it in there this happens yeah. after events of the you know the just league versus suicide squad it it makes no goddamn sense and her being looked at as of now without any other proof as a killer of 237 people who's now no the death penalty murder in because the world she's pretty much also let me ask you like waller kept her word president signed off death penalty's gone life without parole why what did selena do for the country what did she do for anything all she did was help batman go and get psycho pirate in fact all these other things you no, can't psycho even tell pirate, me I'm you, in my mind it was waller going for this fact alone just because waller screwed up it even though it yeah i know to be her but that's nothing that the president going. would sign off on if the president say it's trump we'll just go with this trump now because some secret organization fucked up trump now signs a thing as president says, you know what? Uh, I'm going to commute that death penalty to life without parole for this person who murdered 237 people. It, it's not happening. It is so forced in the story. Also, just like you, uh, as I'm saying too, just to wrap my head, and this is we're not even in two panels into this issue, but the whole thing about Batman leaving Santa Prisco and going, okay, you know, uh, Wesker, you're he. It's acting as if. These people, Bronze Tiger, uh, you know, Wesker, Punch, Punch and Julie, Julie yeah. have done something for, like, society to be able to say, okay, Bronze Tiger, you're paroled now. You know, you're out of jail. Really, all he did was help Batman. He didn't help anybody else. And, well, we got like Psycho you said, Pirate off the, off the friggin' streets. Yeah, but Psycho Pirate was in Santa Prisca. They, they don't care. He was in another country in, in a prison. There's not, it's not like the president or anybody or Waller, and just Waller here makes me think that she was involved in those other people too. So it makes no sense. But that that's not here nor there. It just gets me upset because now th this issue not only didn't give me any answers that I hoped as an epilogue yeah, I thought seriously. would. It, it's starting with that Waller bit. Things are going off the rails even more, and not seeing him at least say, you know what. We uh, luckily I got you know Psycho Pirate. It's a good impersonation, isn't it? <laughs> it's a terrible bad. Luckily, hey, I got Psycho Pirate over there to the Bat Cave, and then I did, and, and Psycho Pirate helped out Gotham. Girl, that's it. Sound like Greg Capullo. That's it, bro. I got that. That it's it's so forced a way to start and all this just to get this issue with Batman and Catwoman and the people who are like I really liked it this Catwoman and Batman together number one Batman does not seem right and um, and just the, the whole I, issue is I, nothing it's a I lot of smoke and Batman mirrors. I Batman seems right for the first couple of pages until Catwoman goes and says 
can't we like you know do something just for us tonight? No, here's up the until thing. that point, I liked what we got going in, except yeah. for you know we the timeline fuck up. Just but. if I really want to nitpick though, you know, there's Kite Man. Kite Man's doing something. You would figure that he's gonna get him, and the the GCPD are gonna show up and you know scoop him up and take him back to prison. And then when his lawyer says, "Oh no, a convicted uh, fucking murder of 237 people helped take me down. Uh, what's going on? A vigilante and a murder? What the fuck? He's out on so, the street. So that, you're this telling is why he's me. Always out in the streets. So you're telling me, spoilers, right? Now, well, what I'm telling you is, all of this is just forced to make an, a two-issue arc because they need something to pad. And really, if you want to ask me this why, is so goddamn padded out though. I'm like, and, we, we have yes. this night with Batman and Catwoman. Where you want this connection? We had these two letters, these beautiful goddamn yep. letters yep. written in "I Am Suicide." It was so great to show the connection between these two people, yep. and we're gonna fight crime with these freaking really quick panels, yep. and then this progression. Where well, yeah. I'm telling you, the one thing that really messed me up, I know it was just this whole thing. Like I, I'm guessing it was a, like a writing choice just to have it like the the flow of it. But yeah. at the one point, after he's done, like we get those small panels of Batman and Catwoman punching these villains in the face, yeah, and then we go move on to other villains. Why are all these villains showing up on showing this up one Showing up at the pier? same exact place. Yeah, at, at the one rooftop. Catwoman doesn't move. It's like Batman is, is going and getting okay. them to bring them back so that they can punch them. Setting them up in the yes, right Catwoman place. Catwoman says her one little run. Yeah, she says her line. She's like, okay, end scene. Let's go get the other guy. Let's go get Film Freak. Set him up. All right. And, and, Superman, and it just gets me. And uh, the, the only thing, this ended up being resolicited, these two issues. The only yeah. thing I could think this is, this is a last second epilogue they put in because I don't think they want that I am Bane to be happening when the Justice League versus Suicide Squad story is going to uh, confuse people because I think that might even have Waller. Who knows? But yeah. something about that, they didn't want it to start now. They wanted it to have its own you know, space at the end of uh, at the end of February is when that yeah. comes out. All this event will be gone, and you know, you'd even have the people like, "Oh, if Batman's fighting this, how could he be fighting Bane?" And that, you know, that nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Especially this now supposedly being a more connected universe. I think that's all this is. These are two issues. They're going to be a bit padded. This one's really padded. I mean, oh there God. is not a lot to this. Now, the I'm one saying, big we, thing. We really loved the fact when we went to Arkham in the first issue of I Am Suicide, where we got to see these characters in a very, like, well-done way. They're going through Arkham. You see Condiment yes. King. You see Kite yep. Man. You freaking. Yep. You, you even see Saturn Girl, which was a fun yeah, thing. Yeah, Saturn Girl was there, and it kind of was, yeah, that and was a pretty good we call. we already out. had this fun, though, in All-Star Batman, yep. where Snyder yep. was throwing every villain at us in the goddamn kitchen Yeah, this sink, is what this reminds fun. me of. This reminds me of like a, a missing chapter in an all-star Batman with the amount of villains that show up because at this one point – now, the, the big thing to me is the promise that Catwoman makes, and because this is two issues, you're going to have to wait until the next issue, but I think it's something that's lost for what happens at the end, is that she says, listen, I did kill these people. Batman, yeah. no, you didn't. I'm going to prove you did. No, no. Well, you know, why don't we just have this night? Don't take me in now. Let's have this night, me and you. Uh, I can't. You'll run. No, you'll catch me. But then she says, listen, just give me this night. I promise you tomorrow I will tell you exactly what happened. So we're going to find out. That's the big thing that she throws out there that I do think gets lost in the shuffle by the end because of all the padding 
and the smoke and mirrors that goes yeah. on because this is what happens. And it's a great – I'll tell you, there are two parts of this book that I think are goddamn incredible. And it's it's a combination of art and story. And it's when Batman's talking to Selene and Selene's like, oh, you know, Batman says, what would, we, what would we do? And she says, oh, it's late. The air is cold. Our beds are warm. Uh, what do you want to do? She says back to Batman. And this is him looking over the shoulder and seeing the bat signal. That, that was a great I think scene. that is awesome. This is where the story is still great in my mind. Yeah. Where I'm really and getting it continues into it. because and, then and the then next it goes scene. Away then. Well, here's the deal. I think it continues a bit in the next scene because there's Clock King, and I yes. will give them credit. I said to you, I give them credit. This is the Clock King that did appear in the Emiko story in Green Arrow. Green Arrow yeah. This is that. This really isn't like the this Clock King. yes. This isn't the Deathstroke Clock King. Whatever. Now again, not we can think. Clock King. No, no, not the <laughs> old Jammies guy. This is the Arrow, the Green Arrow Clock King. I don't know why he's out and about. I don't know why he's in Gotham. I, just, he, I can suspend my disbelief. To, he wasn't able to take out Green Arrow, so he decides I'm going to go to Gotham yeah, and take yeah. on Batman. He's like, I'll take I'll on Batman, but again, I'll suspend my disbelief. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like it. I really like as he – you see Batman. Batman's there, and they're in a clock tower. Uh, clock King, of course. He's talking shit. There's the clock behind him. Batman is hiding in the gears, and I love as Clock King just like, you know what, Batman? Every second, every day that goes for four years, the next seconds, hours, they're entirely under my control. As this goes on, you start to see Selena coming from the background, and I love the concept that he has planned, Clock King, oh, has yeah. planned for every little thing that Batman would do. He never thought Catwoman would be there. I think nope. that's awesome. She comes smashing through, and they, they take him down. And, you know, she just punches him right in the face. And then she says, are we done? And then you get the signal again. And he's like, yeah. well, now the issue is going to be padded to the extreme. I don't know if I've ever read an issue. I know that in Rebirth I haven't this much padding because basically it is Catwoman and Batman going and fighting uh, the amount of villains that this are out in this night ever. oh my god and again that's fine but it's just ridiculous because you get you know you get amygdala signalman magpie you are getting the b c list things that are supposed Jinx to make you chuckle Jake. the problem is man, the minute i boss, get which werewolf. people even called out today uh oh condiment king and I'm like, Condiment King, you motherfucker. He was in Arkham that when was Batman bad. was putting together his Suicide Squad, quote-unquote, when this thing went. And it was so it was well like done. Ago. Yeah, it was so well done in that first issue of I Am Suicide. Now, I think there might even be people listening to this right now going, you fucking asshole, he wasn't in that. No, yeah, he was. He it was. wasn't spelled out. It wasn't put in your lap like this. It was great because he was going through Arkham. It's right after Kite Man. And he's like, oh, you know. And then you see Connor King and he goes, hey, Batman, catch, catch up. up. And ah! it was the, it was, that's hilarious. I Seeing love that him again, so I'm like, really? Now you, you want to nitpick? Why is he out? He was in Arkham. Well, you don't Kite just Man get out. out of Arkham in a week. And then oh. that's where then you get Kite Man again, and I'm like, fuck, this is it's too much. We've seen Kite Man three or four times in this series. It's not funny anymore. It is a oh. joke that I, I said to you. It's almost like somebody who has told you a joke, explained it, told you it again, explained yeah. it twice, and then told you it again, and you think it's supposed to be funny. It's like when I my buddy went and saw mother. Dave Attell. He went and saw Dave Attell, and it was the exact routine that was on the the fucking cd and nobody laughed because you it know was that, that for 15 years and the problem is with comedy 
Repetition does not help comedy. It really doesn't. It, it kills it. But yeah, you get you get Batman and, and Catwoman talking throughout this. Like, hey, is this every night? Most nights. What do you do when you have downtime? I prepare. Prepare for what? For most nights. And it goes uh. back and forth. It's just so. And like, then you go to these big panels because that that is a full page spread with all the things: gorilla, boss, ten eyed man, king snake. They're all there. Copperhead, yeah. werewolf fucking wrong turns there i like werewolf uh <laughs> but then you go and you see him fighting cavalier zebra man film freak and mad monk on the exact same roof exact same pose with catwoman as she tells a little fucking limerick and it's ridiculous it's not ridiculous even to even limerick. have this no it's not dirty <laughs> limerick it's just a limerick that does come back it might be close to one of those things that i like where it, it wraps around and comes oh, yeah, back bookends. you know and it's about you know there were two cats and kill kenny each thought there was one two cat too many i'm like okay whatever it's just like you it threw me off that everybody was in the same position like why are they showing up here to do this just to do like what this is so important deal? about this rooftop what's going on know. tonight yeah, what like, is this like? It's just like one of those things where they have where they have these fucking pieces of shit who don't pay their like child support and things, and they they send them an, a letter or a phone Free call. Pope. You you just won the lottery. Come and pick <laughs> up your your fucking prizes, and they all show up and then get arrested. Is this what Batman's done? He went on fucking Grinder and set up a goddamn date. These guys, because Cavalier might have been on Grinder. Eric, he's oh, yeah. a flamboyant fellow. He shows up with his goddamn rapier, and then no, no, and Zebra also Man might the, be on there too. Yeah, also to the point where they're not even looking half the time at batman he is like getting them from behind behind ah <laughs> grinder <laughs> uh yes mad monk grinder uh but yeah then there's kite man i'm just like i'm done i'm really done now you have given me three four pages of nothing and uh now you got kite man again that joke is so goddamn old and it continues because then he has to do the hell yeah like Tom King, you're better than this. You, you are. I, I go on and on, especially during the Grayson book of how Tom King isn't your in-your-face joke guy. He is the subtle jokes in the middle of a very serious thing, and I think he's trying this here. It, it failed. It really, to me, some people liked it. I saw, but yeah, it goes from here where Selena's then, hey, you know what? We're gonna do something that I want to do that you won't like, and she goes and she breaks into an apartment. And Batman's like, I don't like this. And I think this is where you were probably like, this is Oh, no, this Batman. is, I'm very disappointed in Batman. This is not I don't think he'd ever do this. Yeah, I and don't the, think. And honestly, too, this it just feels so weird. I, we know that Selena's a thief. But the idea where, all right, we're going to go back to an apartment that I happen to and we find out later. Yeah. They break into her house. And I want to know how the fuck Batman got into that tiny little hole she made in the goddamn window. I but know. they go in because there's this cat that has all this, like the stuffed cat that has It's the Victoria cat that was stolen from the Gotham Museum of Fine Arts. And yes. uh, it was stolen. It's just there, suspended in the air, and they're going to go get it. And you do. Up until this point, Batman can only think that she is going to steal it. And all he keeps saying is like, huh, I don't I don't agree with this. I don't like it because he's been looking for this cat as yeah. well. Uh, and Selena's there. Yeah, I know. Now you found it. And she, they trip a wire. There's a wire. She says, there's a wire here. I can't really... I can't do anything about it. We're going to have to go. Now let's jump. And the, the building blows up. You know, yeah. two floors of the building. I don't care what she says because she – what the, the trick of this is is that she owns the two floors of the building and this is her thing. Now, again, it's not. It was stolen. It, yeah. I don't care what you say. They, they make saying, it like, seem – This whole idea where she kind of wants to relive some of her glory days. But yeah. this, since it's her apartment, her trap that she set up – 
And now Batman is putting people's lives in danger. I don't care no. if she owns the top and bottom floor. Fucking firefighters are going to go there, put yeah. their goddamn lives this on. Is, he is creating she, chaos yeah, in God. I don't care what she says about, oh, you know what? I have a really good fire suppression system. It doesn't matter. She blew up two fucking floors of a building. People could get hurt. And yeah. like you said, there's property damage. There's all the shit. Well, the, the thing that I Falling go back debris. to. The worst, though, that I go back to is, and and basically it ends up that she has diamonds in there, and this is her like retirement fund. And now, but the problem, go back to this because people are like, oh, it's pretty cool because she steals from herself. No, she doesn't. This thing was stolen yes, four originally. years ago from the Gotham Museum of Fine Arts. I don't care if she stole it and now has it in her apartment. It's still stolen. Batman says he's been looking for it for four years. It's not Selena's. It belongs to the Gotham Museum of Fine Arts and probably some guy who donated it there to be there. In all in all, this should not be hers. The Batman should grab it and take it, but because she's like, oh, you know what? I the apartment's under Holly Robinson. That's what Batman says. Oh, that's me. Yeah, you know what, bitch? You still stole that four years ago. It's not that yours. Kind of, that kind but of pisses me off too, because that means in the future we won't have Holly Robinson, who was a previous yeah. friend of Catwoman, yep, who I, yeah. I would have liked to see again. Yep. Yeah, and and just that. Yeah, it, you're right. Uh, just the whole thing, though. And she has diamonds in it, but again. This is not. This is ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. Batman should be like, okay, now you're you're fucked more, you know. Yeah. But she gets these diamonds. She's like, this is my retirement fund. I have this in case something goes wrong. And I I do like the idea behind this is that here is Catwoman trying to have this one last hurrah this night. She realizes in her mind there's no way she's getting out of this. She is going to jail for life. And she's gone back to this thing and is like, fuck it. I don't need a retirement fund now. I'm in jail. Here, Batman, take this, you know, buy 12 orphanages, do all this, and then throws them in the air. Why does she throw these diamonds? I have no idea. Like, <sighs> I, I always wanted to fucking scratch my back up as I fucked on top of diamonds. Yeah, yeah, because she does that, and that's where they start kissing. And she's like, now we're going to do what we like to do. And then they start fucking. They fuck on the rooftop, and it ends. And then you see at the, the very the end, they're on top of the diamonds, and the bat signal has gone again. And that's the deal. And that's I called just have, blue balls. I have so many problems with this issue of nitpicking. Uh, but in general, I found it to be very, not boring, but almost. It verged on it, and it, yeah. because of the pattern. It was completely useless. Yeah, if I'm not, yeah, yeah, it, it was. Now, again, you come back the next issue where there's this one last issue, and you tell me why, what Catwoman really did. It doesn't really make up for this one and where you have gone from the I Am Suicide. And this the, was the, what I was hoping was no, going to no, convince we, me. We talked about an I Am Suicide when we had these letters, whether or not Bruce Wayne ever sent this letter yeah, to yeah, Selena. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, in this new continuity, I was never really sure if Selena knew who Batman was underneath the cow. Nope. You know, he takes his cow off here. I'm like, you're, you're just throwing diamonds at Bruce Wayne, the richest man in the goddamn world, to build yeah. orphanages. I'm like, yeah. you know it's Bruce Wayne. Why are you even doing and this? And you're just throwing them. I, yeah. I'm telling you, there's just there's a bunch of things, and it just I don't know. I I really like their like you said, I really like their relationship with these letters, and I don't even know if at this one point in this that um you'd have I, I'm looking at the thing you kind of see Bruce's butt cheeks in, in the last I'm panel. At it but, too. <laughs> uh, I I just I wonder if it would have been better for me for Catwoman to be like, you know what, let's do what we want to do, and Batman's like, you know what, no. Let's just sit and look at the sky or something like something a little more 
I don't know, meaningful. Like, this is just them fucking, and everybody's like, oh, my God, it's so great. They're on the rooftops again. It's just like it was, and this and yeah. that. And I, just like, no, I just I didn't like it. I didn't have fun. And for all the people who really like the art, I, I thought it was okay. I did not um, like it. There's parts too, that though, are like, very. Uh, there are parts that are very good, but in the beginning, when I'm looking at it, I like the idea that they're what they're trying to do with the stylized form and the yeah, moonlight yeah, and stuff yeah. like that and the shadows. But like, it made Selena come off really ugly to me at di- like different times. Her face just yeah. looked weird. So at sometimes it worked, other times it didn't. And then when we go to the fucking beating up of the goddamn villains, it definitely right, doesn't yeah. work. I, I'm telling you, to me, the worst where it gets is Batman. In uh, Holly Robinson's apartment, uh, right. he just looks off. They they just don't look great. Also, I want to know what happens after they jump out of that goddamn building. Too, <laughs> they're falling to their death. Uh, I right. guess, but yeah, but they're not, they don't show it. It's like again, it's it's just this one off story. Oh, that two off story. Two off, yeah. I gave it a six out of ten. I, I really didn't like it. I I was not impressed. I thought that it there was a lot of uh you know trying to fool me into liking it. Uh, you know, from some of the things and like I said. Oh. Catman and the stuff it didn't hit me it didn't make me laugh seeing condiment king because we had seen him in such a clever other way uh made me cringe actually when i saw yeah. him and kite man i was just like oh and like you said the weird thing about the whole thing with all-star batman and this is even like amygdala i'm like oh we yeah. saw amygdala already exactly and, and the thing is before that i had been freaking yelling at you when are we gonna see amygdala yeah. again like said nobody ever but eric shea was asking yeah, yeah we got to see him a little bit in all-star batman i'm like okay thank yeah. you scott said yeah and then we and- get a think of him here i'm like Eh, but you don't get anything. No, yeah, you, you know what I mean? There's, there's Gorilla punched. Boss, and you're like, oh, man, that's kind of funny there. You barely even see him. He's getting punched. You, know, you were showing me in the, the earlier yeah. today at work on your you phone. Even, and like, you couldn't even tell like, what you were looking at. I see teeth, and that's about it. I don't know what the yeah. fuck I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah, what but would you no, give I'm it? telling you, after coming off of I Am Suicide, though, where it was a very disappointing ending because all I wanted was some answers thing, like why Batman yeah. was acting the way he was. Like, we all, we also lost the whole thing where he's going there to save Gotham Girl, which kind of turned into Catwoman now. But yeah. this we're, this epilogue to this story here, we get nothing except for this yeah. Catwoman kind of love romance, which yeah. you know was implied before, and it's just them beating up villains. And, yeah, we see them fuck at the end, but... I'm not in this for that. Yeah, I I don't know if it would have been better. I I I would think it would have been if this epilogue would have been Batman. You can have the Selena bit as well, but have him go back to the Batcave. Ha- see the reaction yeah, that he you, has you know when Bat- he finds out Amanda Waller stole those goddamn files. Bat- see what he I'm says you, to Alfred. When he's like, "What what what do you do? What do you like to do?" I like to help people. He goes yeah. and saves Gotham Girl, whatever, however yeah. he's going to do with fucking Psycho Pie, whatever. He talks about Amanda Waller, and we also get this whole story about Selena Kyle without all the, with the nonsense cut out. Yeah, you can even have a thing where he like goes back to important. save – he takes her to go save you know, Gotham Girl, and – you, you have Catwoman almost like jealous, like, oh, this is what we did all for her. And he saves her. And, and then you no, see, awesome you see you. Duke. You see Duke come out and they huh and like, oh, it was for, you know what, you're just a good guy. And then you go from here. And then maybe you th- see them dropping off Wesker. Maybe this is boring. Maybe the thing that I want, I would have liked to have seen, you know, what's going on. I would have liked to have seen what Waller said to him about the sentence because that didn't make any sense to me and all this other stuff. But. I don't know. I don't I'm like telling it. you, I started out with this like at a six like you. I didn't know what you gave it actually, but yeah, I gave it a by six. the time I'm like, I'm not too hip on the art half the time and the story's not, I gotta give it a yeah. 5.5. I'm telling you. It's nothing is, to like follow up a, is like, it a possible that, that didn't give us anything. 
how how close I was to almost saying, you know what, fuck you five, and I like that can't happen. No, it can't happen to a Tom King book or a Batman book. It really shouldn't. But I, I got close that I was edging as well. But I actually this was an issue where I actually went back through to try to convince myself that I liked, you know, well, what course. I did like because I love the beginning. I think the beginning with Clock King, the beginning with him yeah. and Selena and the, the signal was enough for me to give it a six. Uh, but everything else, it's just padded. It's just padded nonsense. Hopefully like next I really issue went fucking... into this. I like you've been telling me how you've been down on it all week. Yeah. So when I went in this before the podcast and you I probably wanted I, to like I, I wanted to I wanted to find a reason that you missed yeah. somewhere that I could like say no. That's Jeff, how I do. I sit this, there. And... Uh, the next book I did the same thing that you were down on and I go in and I'm like, I'm gonna find I'm gonna find the missing element and I'm yeah. gonna, like I'm telling you, people think that this is bullshit. I think in my, oh, I think in my head that I'm gonna go like Boom! And you're gonna yeah. be like, "Holy shit! Wow. I gotta wait a minute. I got I gotta go change my fucking score." <laughs> because I just wowed Eric Shea. It rarely happens. It has happened to both of us at some point yeah. that we're like, "Oh no, this!" And you're like, "Holy shit! You're Ooh, right." Shit. Especially yeah. when you tell me like little nitpicks, and then right, I right. go to find like why you were wrong. But no, <laughs> usually it's been it, it's going to happen. Uh, I'm not going to be able to convince you of this next one. We might as well just jump to it now that everybody hates my guts. This is my Batman it's 44. My guts as well. yeah. I think this is bat my Batman 44 uh, because I think everybody seemed to have loved it, but me and you. I well, don't know, dude. We got over 50 goddamn comments of people fucking tell me how much of a piece of shit I yeah. am on Batman 44. Once you get that, that that's your true. Batman 44. Yeah, well, again, I I liked it enough to give it a six. If I would have given this a two. Uh, somehow the, somehow the final run of Lobo was your Batman 44. I don't know. Yeah, really. People were all fucking upset with me. <laughs> I don't know what the all fuck right. happened there. Next book, Green Lanterns, number 14, written by Sam Humphreys with art by Eduardo Pensica, Ronan Coquette, Julio Ferreira, Blonde, and Dave Sharp. Simon and Jessica finally bring Frank down, and it ends with a whimper instead of a bang, because when Frank finally transformed into one of the Indigo tribe, he realizes the error of his ways and simply takes the ring off where he then reverts back to himself and demands it back. It's here where Jessica puts the ring on and realizes that she was always meant to be a Green Lantern. And as we end this issue, it looks like Rami defeated Valthum, but what our heroes don't know is that Valthum actually took over the body of the exiled Ooh, Guardian. In Russia, Valthum takes over you. Guardian, this way I just described it in my mind is way more interesting than what we actually get in the book. Oh, look at you. I Are know, you I'm a performer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say in that intro that Jim Werner was right because I've been calling it since the minute that that goddamn fan. Now I I was wrong when the, the yeah. Phantom Ring was heading and I thought anxiety was there, but the minute I saw that it was gonna you could be anything you want and she was pushing it, I did. You you're my witness. I said oh, yep, yep. she is gonna put that fucking ring on and it's gonna show her that finally she deserves to be a Green Lantern. Though I have a little bit of a problem with it when, when we get to that. Uh, but it starts off, and we thought and that our man start- Frank Leminski had blown up. <laughs> it starts off, and I immediately have a problem because in the previous issue, uh, Rami was going on and on about how if Frank Leminski keeps using this Phantom Ring, it's gonna the, yep. the it's gonna build up and turn him into a bomb. It's gonna destroy the world. And then when we see him explode as the yeah, saw in the him issue, like yep. okay, shit's fucked up. We jump into this issue. There's barely an explosion because the goddamn nope. Lantern Monument at the freaking Memorial Park is still standing and our heroes are still alive. Everything is fine pretty much. It's so weird, much. though. They're underground for some yeah. reason. Like, e- e- even uh, Simon, I guess it's Simon's fist comes out like yeah. he's fucking Jason or something yeah. coming back from the dead. But, yeah, the, the monument's okay. 
And we were so, it was such a setup for him to blow up. I mean, it was really spelled out so much. And then he's just an indigo lantern. And it was just kind of like, okay, whatever. I do like the indigo lanterns, but there he is. Uh, he is an indigo, of course, is compassion. Yeah. And I, I even thought it was kind of funny where they're like, he's purple? No, he's indigo. No, indigo. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. But, but he's obviously, there. this was really the only place we could go with this and because it's the yeah. only transformation we have not seen yeah, him go yeah, through. Yeah. And now he's an indigo tribe. Yep. And then we have to spend a lot of the freaking page count with him just talking about he sees it now the error of his ways yes. i'm going to save the world with this i'm going to show yeah, that and, compassion and the weird, the weird part yep the weird part about this is you know and and there's other things that go back and forth because rami and Valthum kind of get mixed in with the story and I, I i'll tell you while i didn't like the issue in general i do like the pacing of going back and forth between what's going on uh but uh, the, the indigo deal with Frank Lemensky, it's, it's weird because you're getting this weird thing where he's like, he's compassionate. Oh my God, I realize that I should be saving everybody. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. That doesn't lead to taking the ring off. Uh, to me, that, that leads to you going, now I know the air of my ways. Let me help. Let me do this. And maybe yeah. as Which that goes, you'd almost turn the like blue. Yeah, and but it only just leads to him going, oh my God, I've hurt so many. I should take off the ring. And it just felt very forced for him to just get the ring off. Like you said, that's just how Frank Leminski ends pretty much right here yeah. is him just taking the ring off. Uh, in the meantime, I did say to you, because I didn't know, you're, you're more of the Green Lantern guy, and you have this whole thing where he's talking and he's going. And I know there's the whole knock, you know, yeah. and, and that sort of thing. But once you start giving us the translation and it does even say you know wow i feel infinite compassion for everyone even you too he's talking to simon and jessica and it says translated from the language of the indigo lanterns i hate when you have an issue like this where there's no reason we should even know what he's really saying no. i know it's kind of i know you could say to me well jim you have to i it seemed very lazy to have it like this for him to spell this out and we can me and you know what the indigo lanterns are I'm saying sorry, this is the most he has said in like yeah. five issues and it's all in a language that simon and jessica can't understand Yeah, they can't understand then that's what the, like i said it seemed very lazy to me that you're going to give us this exposition that our two main heroes can't understand and it just seemed more than now in the meantime they're like what is he saying and then simon's like let this play out like how do you know what to – he could be sitting there. Now, Simon, I wish that Simon knew more, like actually said to Jessica, listen, this has to be good. This is compassion. It's, they don't really go too much into it. And no. all of a sudden, he's just – he could be like, you know what? I see the air of my ways. I'm going to fucking behead both of you motherfuckers and shit down your throat. Oh, it'll be so fantastic. Oh, I'll be laughing the whole way. And they, they have no idea. And then at the one point, he says Volthoom, and then Jessica flips out. And she's like, stop, rewind. Did you say Volthoom? Answer me. I don't know. That's what threw me off there because to me, most of what they should be hearing is knock, knock, yeah, shit like that. 
I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but when you when you hear a name, the name would yeah, be. Yeah, I it's don't know that. Be. That's but that's the weird thing with the 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 Indigo Lanterns. I've never ever seen them actually say anything but that. At some point, they have to be saying like, "Oh yeah, oh Hal Jordan." And I've never seen it. Now I may be completely wrong, but the little stuff that I saw in the New Fifty Two, when you'd have the Indigo Tribe. They'd never say – there was never a name. Like it seemed like it was so far – I know what you're saying. You hear somebody speaking in French, oh, no, no, Jim Werner. And oh, oh. And and it's the oh, most George, is in Jim. like anime because the Japanese, when they don't have a word for something, yeah, yeah. it'll go. And it didn't – it just seemed weird to me. And it again, it seemed like a weird thing so that Sam Humphreys can tell us what he wants to tell us, but they can't know. It just seemed very lazy And I'm to me, telling you, yeah. from what – I'm like – now we have uh, Frank Kaminsky. He took the ring off. Simon friggin' tackles it, checks his yeah, ass, yep, and yep. the ring goes flying. Jessica quick puts it on before Frank can get it. Realizes, you know, she goes all through the spectrums like Simon yep. did when he tried the ring on in the beginning of the series. Yeah, yeah she goes through arc. that. And then, you know, she becomes a Green Lantern and instantly realizes, oh my god, this is what I'm supposed to be. This is what I can. I've been overcoming fear my entire life. Even though I succumb to it, but the whole point is I can overcome fear. And hey, guess what, everybody? Even though we saw this at the end of the fucking Red Planet arc, now, I can yeah, make constructs. Yeah. I can make constructs like, that seem very yeah, so, similar to the ones that I here. made at the end of the Red Lantern arc. And oh, the only other God. thing is that, uh, and I know that this was with Simon as well, uh, but it does seem weird to me that they're really spelling this out even though they still have the Green Lantern rings on. So yeah. the Green Lantern, the, the will that has to have a little bit of an advantage. You, it's I would like, think so. I always go back to thinking about uh, Guy with the Christmas Lantern. Like right. he put the red ring on that he became the Christmas Lantern. It was a combo. It wasn't just like, oh, my God, you know, the green has to win out or whatever. This seems she puts it on. Oh, I'm a great. I think that with the ring on, you kind of get that anyway. You right. know what I mean? It just that's what. And I don't know why like, it like meant the more green to me. Ring being on on top of the phantom ring is like yeah. influencing what it's yeah, going to be no matter like what. Yeah, it seems like that would be the, the so final takes, pick anyway. She takes the green lantern ring off, puts the phantom ring instantly yellow. You're telling yeah, me? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking that it's weird. And again, when Simon had it on, it was the same thing. Yeah, it's weird that this. It was spelled out a little more to me that she has both rings on. I don't know why. Maybe because they really showed it through that whole scene. Like she was holding it on that one page where she's going through yeah. all of them. It's really there. I don't. It, it just. It was weird. And and <laughs> the whole thing. But it's good. I told you this is what I wanted. At least this was yeah, a clever good. way it's, to have her. But it's been. We're now on issue it. fourteen. We've done it, and she has been worried about this for all this time. I think the better part is after this when she takes it off and says, I don't need this piece of shit now, and gives it to Simon, and Simon actually struggles and like – I really want to put this on. I could, you know, he's, I, I like that part because he's yeah. still struggling at least. And he, you know, he felt the power. He wants yeah. it. He's like fucking snap. He's got the power, Eric. And he's <laughs> going. And yeah, she makes the constructs and he's like, no, I better not. And I did like that. Yeah, uh, it was a, it was a good like, character yeah. development for Simon. Very casual. I like it. But yes, the problem I have with all this, she like, oh no, I, I'm a Green Lantern. Yep. Qu quickly subdues Frank Lominsky. I'm like, so we went through all of these issues yep, where they battled Frank Lominsky, ended up really doing nothing but battling him. And then, like, you know, there was nothing to those battles even. And mm -hmm. now he's just done. He's just done now. Yeah, he's done. He's just he's tied up yelling. 
ah, you son of a bitches. And there's an, there's a little aside that I didn't like. I do like, uh, Jessica and Simon finally like, you know what, Jay Bird? You're my partner. You're good. Yeah, well, I saved your ass when I made cookies. I'm like, okay, enough of this cookies. Yeah, but she does down, say, dude. I'm going to bring it up for years. So I'm like, I'll give you that. Okay. Hey, you, you're my partner, right? You want to be my partner? Yeah, you're better than Guy Gardner. I'm like, fuck you again, Simon, <laughs> you motherfucker. Everybody wants to throw fucking Guy Gardner under the fucking bus. He, they were friends. They were getting along in Lost Army and all that. Yep. They really were, you know, it's so off there. Sam Humphreys is going to continue with that joke. Uh, but yeah, all of a sudden then Landon show up because they did send out a distress signal. Uh, and this was weird too. The whole thing with what oh, we're saying, going Beth with. Oh, this is my call show up because they sent out this. I don't even remember them setting out an emergency beacon. Honestly, I no, just I don't either. But I'm here. sure that they did. Yeah, well, they could have done an off battle, whatever. They could have yeah, done yeah. an off battle. I just don't remember. But I, I they show up know. and they're like, "All right, we're here for the emergency." And oh, it's an Earth emergency. You guys need to learn how to protect your own sector. I'm like, these motherfuckers have not been trained. I actually got no. really angry yeah. at this part because they are stuck here on Earth while you go deal with their shit. You guys were trained. You had you went through yeah. all the goddamn drills right, yeah. and shit like yep. that to become Green Lanterns. These fuckers are just thrown on Earth and said, "Here, to protect your sector." I'm like, "This yeah. is nonsense." And it, it, to me, it was weird because I know that what you know, Jessica might, but I think the ring might have told them that Oa is no longer because she's like, "Oh, were you just at Oa?" And also, she's like, "Oh my God, I've never seen an alien Green Lantern." But then asked about Kilowog. The shit was really off to me as they interacted right. with what they say. Like, like I said, "Oh, uh, did you come from Oa?" Uh, don't say that. We got Mogo now, and whatever. And they do mention Mogo besides, later. Besides, for in um in uh, Dark Side, where there were Oa just showed up for no goddamn reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it just seemed weird. Like her whole interaction, they had to make it so that she was still like all excited. Oh, look at her. She's all excited to see this green See, I don't mind her, though. It's just the fucking douchebag. Yeah, I just, I'm telling you, I didn't like her back and forth, though, with her saying, oh, I've never seen it. Yeah, I've never seen an alien Green Lantern, but then asks about Kilowog. Like I'm saying, like, why does she know about Kilowog if she's never seen? I'm sure Simon told stories. Yeah, but he would have told stories about everything. She wouldn't be like, oh, he, I think he would have told her about Owa. If he's sitting there spinning yarns, he's going to say, you know what, the center of our whole goddamn thing is gone. Simon, I don't think, ever even been The ring would have told them. At some point, the ring is telling them shit. I think that they would have mentioned it at one point. Simon's just sitting around the campfire telling goddamn stories about killing Sitting around the cookies, Jim. Sitting around the cookies. It just, I'm telling you, it just seemed forced. It's not a big deal. And the thing Uh, is, too, again, she's never seen Alien Green Lantern. She's seen some fucking Alien Red Lantern, that's for sure. I know. It's very odd. It's very odd. But, yeah, uh, that's all basically of the Jessica and Simon stuff by themselves. In the meantime, all this time, you have Volthoom and Rami kind of battling it out with each other. You know, they're fucking trash talking. They're trash talking. They're like, oh, man, you were the worst. No, you were the worst. You you fucked me. No, you fucked me. And they go back and forth. You never think of stuff that you you don't understand because in your mind you've done it all. What about death? Have you ever died and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And you have Volthoom is basically, you you see, he's just, he thinks that he was betrayed by Rami and and they fucked him over. You were insane, Volthoom. Yeah, and the Guardian and, and Rami thinks and the rest of the Guardian's kind of thought as you well my like friend, you bastard yeah. i like that and, line. and says listen waltham you were nuts we should never have trusted you you were the fucking worst uh but the the worst part of this issue and the thing that really got me was when uh when rami shows up which it's not you find out later that this is yeah. a ruse that it's actually waltham but when waltham is mentioned 
Jessica says the worst thing ever, and you pointed out to me this week, and when I read it, I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I, this is the most interesting part of the story that could be told and yes. just thrown away. Dude, like they, When Rami mentions he defeated Valthum, like, Valthum, I, I knew Valthum, like, there is a connection here. Describe it, because it's not the same Valthum. Yes, that's Jessica, the problem. The way Jessica it's spelled out this, here. Though. Yep, the way that it's spelled out here. I think that uh, people who don't know how Jessica really got her ring or what the actual story is with the, the Dark Side War and all that and, like, are just going to think somehow like out of the blue that she knows Valthum. And I, I'm telling you, I think that they're going to play it bad, and I think that she's going to figure out that Rami isn't Rami because of this connection. It, there's no other reason to bring this up unless no. she starts. It's just weird. She's like, Rami captured by Valthum. You know, I have a past with him. And it just it doesn't make not sense. But yeah, Thum, you don't. no, it's not the same Valthum. It's a weird thing to have the same name, and yeah. it really was a problem we thought right away, and it hasn't been. But this might end up being a problem. But yeah, Jessica's like, hey, you know what happened? And he's like, oh, you know what? I was a friend of his. Uh, we go back way no, back. No. I know how to take care of him. And then you see, then they, they go back and they show you that Valthum pretty much uses the Malthusian, what was it? The Malthusian, the Malthusian switch. transfer. It, it sounds like some fucking sexual move to me. Uh, but yeah, it, it, he goes and he pretty much goes inside of Rami, which again nice. sounds a little sexual. But uh, he has taken over Rami. And, and he traps do that. Uh, Rami's essence in a, like an yeah. energy orb yeah. that he keeps around. This, oh, this, this is whole Valthum. Thing. I got him. Don't worry. This whole thing, Valthum was kind of stressing or, or going like he didn't have a material body the shit yeah had he was to a go. ghost yeah he had to do something like this now the problem is is now you're going to tell me we just went through all of these issues and really what we were waiting for was just for Valthum to possess or take the the body of rami where's the phantom lantern in all of this i'm telling you at one point it would have even made just as much sense for simon to go eh, fuck this ring and throw it in a sewer yeah I, I know that it may come back to that but i don't think it will i actually you want to you want what i think is going to happen is probably rami at some point will actually put on the the phantom ring himself and do something that that's what i would guess i don't know because all of this stuff with frank lemensky if you're trying to set up the only thing i could think of that you've set up is that the ring can't be controlled there's no fail safe and if you get too emotional you blow up uh is volthum gonna put the ring on now that he has a body and he can't control himself again and now we finally do get rid of the first lantern uh, again I, 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 can, I can kind of see him maybe putting the ring on it just be so weird to me because if he's in the guardian's body he has a lot of power himself i know i know I don't know what power he has once he inhabits a body. I don't know. We're going to have to see. Uh, yeah. But hopefully no, this, I'm telling you, this 18 whole, I fucking go... issues, it seems, that we've had of the Phantom Ring is going to lead into something because I, it, it, it we had nowhere. a lot. I'm telling you, I actually almost put Frank Lemensky as my goddamn villain of the fucking year uh, because I really thought that he was – fleshed he's out not, he's not, it he's made not big sense time, to me he's not big that, time he isn't now i thought that he was i thought that it was so <laughs> fleshed out like oh my god this is a guy who wanted to be a, a green lantern so much that it became a you know an obsession and it just was always out of his reach and then he got to be one and he couldn't control his emotions and he went nuts perfect that is a perfect setup to have him just take the ring off and go oh my god i want it back oh no what have i done that's basically what it was and it, now, it actually irritated me <clears throat> 
I, well, I want to go back to the whole Vault Doom connection as well again, just because like when they were talking about the like Rebirth coming out and they were showing a few things like the Green Lanterns and Jessica. Well, yeah, Cruz actually, stuff. even t- explain what actually did happen because we I've said this before. A lot of people like hear us say these things and we don't go into what oh, the well, actual thing is. Oh, well, during the dark side, I'm saying Jessica Cruz used to be the Power Ring. She was on the Justice League as Power Ring. She she had the the Power Ring of uh, which uh, she had the freaking ring of Power Ring from Earth Three. Which was the uh, it was the entity of Volthrum was controlled. It was pretty much it uses your fear to manipulate you and takes you yeah. over and shit like that. Jessica was able to overcome this a bit, and the Black Racer killed the freaking Vol. I can't even describe how this yeah, works I'm like, anymore. What the hell did I get myself I into here? Uh, but but anyway, no, but Vol- basically Volthrum that was, was how she got her ring. And then a, a Green Lantern ring came because she showed great courage to overcome fear, which you know Volthrum was the ultimate fear, fear at that point. Yes. But I would have loved because at the end of Green Lantern 20, when Jeff Johns ended his run, we had this whole epilogue about what was going to happen in the future and how, you know, this girl was going to become this, like a kind of a Green the Lantern most, with a different kind of ring. And, and the and most this, powerful Green Lantern of all time. They kind of spelled it out. Kind of, and, and then Simon Bass Simon was going to train her how to use her, her power. Train. And yep. So I was really hoping that we would have kept her as powering. So if we would have been in the series with her still as powering, you know, mastering the ring itself – and had this Vault Doom connection as well, it would have been even cooler in my mind. Yeah. Because that's what yeah. I thought we were going to get for where Jeff Johns left us off with his epilogue. Nope. And and the other thing is this this Vault Doom was the first Lantern story, and that yes. was Jeff Johns as well. And that, that was, was the Jeff ending Johns of Jeff Johns' well. run, yeah. And yeah, that was the whole thing. So this is kind of like a whole thing that ended way, way back in the New 52. And I can't, I didn't read much of the uh, the first Lantern story. Uh, not a lot of people loved it. It was not a well-loved it was story. Not a, it was not a great way to end his run, no, in my opinion. No, and There were so some cool you, moments, but overall, it was not a great story. Yeah, and now you get this, and you're kind of confusing the Volthums in here. Now, I don't know that they're going to, like Sam Humphreys is confusing them, but, but just throwing that line out there, it just seemed there to ripe to confuse people and to wonder what oh, I'm she's you, up to. My explanation of what just happened to Jessica Cruz, I think it's going to confuse a lot of people. I don't, I don't know, know yeah. what the fuck I, I just I, said. I, my head's spinning from <laughs> what the fuck you just said. I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, that, just the whole thing is though that she got her ring Read from the Power Ring and Volthoom was in there. <laughs> it's not the same Volthoom. That's basically yeah. the end of the the, the, the deal. The Volthoom we're dealing with here is the first Lantern. It's the the first Lantern. that originally Jessica dealt with was the Power Ring from Earth Three from the Crime Syndicate of America. Yes, see there you go, Eric. Now God, that was yeah. very good. You Thank did you. a very good job there. <laughs> you uh, did a yeah, and guy. basically the the whole thing at the end of this issue is. Rami being Volthoom. Yeah. It's so funny to me, too. Is it's so spelled out, right? At, at the point, you see the essence is going. And Sam Humphreys is like, we got to make sure these dumb motherfuckers oh, know in that last see, panel. It's like a dual thing. A flashback where Volthoom takes over his body. Then we go back to the present time where he's what? We see Rami and the energy thing. And then we have Volthoom's <laughs> and then the next thing, Rami. And they're saying the same thing. I'm like, yeah, I, I told you. I told you. I think these writers, when Rebirth happened, it's the Rebirth. But also they think everybody's become retarded. Every, <laughs> I'm telling you, even in that Batman, you had Condiment King and such a great thing in the beginning of the arc. Now you have to spell it out with a placard underneath sure that his joke was sold this but, time and here's the thing sam humphreys it. It, it actually if you want anything that this reminds me of uh, it reminds me of when the final fantasy games started coming from japan to the u.s right. and the japanese are like these motherfuckers are too fucking dumb for these games we gotta dumb them down i think that sam humphreys is like i don't think anybody's gonna get this let's spell it out in six straight panels Jesus it just Christ. goes like you said you see him 
in the fucking orb where we've already been and told. And then before that, a flashback where you see it happen. Yeah, you see that. And then before that, uh, Rami, who you think it's Rami, says like, oh, no, I have his spirit in this orb. So you know the orb holds spirits. It just goes – it just keeps going on like he – he really thinks that we're dumb. This, oh, this, this issue overall disappointed the fuck out of me. Yeah, I, I was, I was really too. interested in the Phantom Lantern arc when it started, and then it was padded the fuck out with these fights that went yeah. nowhere, and then Balthum and Rami just talking in a dank apartment. It did nothing for, what, five issues now? Yeah. And this ending, and even the art, if you see Rami and Balthum early on, it looks like art from the 90s, and even the, like, the way it looks like the page. Like, yeah. For some reason, the page would like feel the, different I didn't, to me. I didn't mind the art as as much as, as you're saying, but it wasn't the strongest this, this no, uh, sorry, has the, had. The, the art of that, the story is weak, and the art is probably the weakest yeah. we've seen it be yeah. so far because it goes back and forth, but... Overall, it was a big disappointment. I had to give it a 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'd give it a 6. Um, I'm looking forward. I, I actually think it's pretty cool for Volthoom to be in Rami. Uh, the problem is, is just how we got there. We and five the, issues to get even here. Even the, the other nothing. thing, too, is uh, the Lanterns are there, too, and they basically like, what well, happened if this whole thing starts the next issue where they're like, no, no. We, we don't think, because this is what happens. And Rami shows up, who is actually, as far as I could tell from what Sam Humphreys has showed me, it's actually Volthoom. I don't know <laughs> oh, that you got this. Oh, my. Volthoom is inside Rami. I, do you realize exactly. this? Is that something you didn't know? But yeah, I heard he, somewhere on the streets about that. Yes. He basically says to these lanterns, like, listen, you know, you let these. Actually, the, the person who's talking the most sense in this whole issue is Balthum at the end yeah. where he's like listen these lanterns you haven't trained don't fucking yell at them you, nobody's trained them not even Hal Jordan listen I'm gonna train them and now you're like oh no it's like the emperor the emperor's got Anakin oh, now, yeah, right? and, and I really I think that that's a pretty looks like emperor yeah he does and I think that that's a pretty cool setup for this next part of this arc well, it's I, just I'm we've already had so many like, issues go, that I go, didn't expect the setup here yeah, I mean, you know. not. It's a whole setup arc, but the freaking thing, these lanterns are told, go back to Mogo, and like, you know, I'm going to stay here and train yeah. these. Leave us yep. alone. And they said, look, we're going to go back and tell John Stewart. We're going to yeah, be back. Gonna we're going to set the situation. So yeah. hopefully we get more lanterns showing up. In yeah, showing up and uh, dealing and with John seeing them. Yeah, even at the point when the lanterns show up, and they're like, what the f- uh, Guardians on Earth? You, you yeah. didn't tell us? And that is big. Yeah, uh, the the problem I had is there. Talk to us, you pieces of and, shit. And Valthum has just kind of stalled this whole time to wait until this point to use the Malthusian transfer. <laughs> yeah. Transfer. It's it's just crazy. But yeah, I'd give it a six. But we're gonna move on to the last book of this section. This is the green section, Eric. By the way, sure I don't is. think we ever spelled it out. I'm telling well, you right it's now. It's hard to spell that out when we start out with Batman. Yeah, that's true. Well, this is the green section of the green section, but this is green arrow. Number 14, and it's weird for me to tell you that this is the most positive I'm going to be in this section. Oh, There's me as something's well. wrong. The world is turned upside down. Cats are, are kissing dogs now, Eric, and I don't know. Green Arrow, number 14. Bill Murray, by, you are not. <laughs> I know. I, I was trying to come up with a deal. Uh, <laughs> written by Ben Percy. Art by Eleonora Carlini, Carlos Rodriguez, Gus Vasquez, Hi-Fi, and Nate Picos. While this issue of Green Arrow wasn't as good as the last, I still had enough fun to cautiously recommend it. We find out who the Arrow Killer is, and while there isn't much to the actual story, it moved at a quick pace, and I enjoyed the art a lot. Hopefully the addition of Malcolm Merlin will keep Ben Percy and the Green Arrow uh, train rolling into the new year. 
That's it. I'm telling I, you, I you didn't spend that a lot as, of time as, on these. I'm saying you say it's not as good. I think I like this issue better than really. The I really, really enjoyed last issue. Uh, this issue, the the problem with me is that it's just a lot of a chase scene. You know, yeah. I but I said I like the pace. I had a lot of fun reading it. It was very quick. I mean, this issue like there's some like the fucking fall and rise of, of fucking Captain, Captain Adam, Adam that yeah. seemed to take me seven years to read. This was like <laughs> holy shit, I'm done already. It really was that quick. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. Now here's sorry, the thing. The only big real problem I have with this is the goddamn ruse of Black Canary being the officer yeah, it's, and it's so the freaking funny. you know chief not under, realizing something. I actually I actually thought that was kind of funny no, uh, the way that was. I just didn't think but it was it's realistic. ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. I'm telling you though, it just shows you. It proves everybody's point. Uh, a pretty face will get you everywhere, Eric. Damn I right. don't have that benefit in life. I got to work for my. I know shit. what it's like to be Eric Shea. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. How would I know? What? Just seeing, but, you know, it just you gets me more I mad. Know. I just get mad. <laughs> but yeah, at the beginning, the, uh, the Seattle police, they're being told to, uh, fucking, let's go. We're going over to Queen Stadium. Oliver Queen has killed fucking, you know, what's his name? Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, uh, Cy, I think. Cy Sampson is, is dead. I actually thought they were going to have him pull through. Uh, but yeah, it appears that he is dead. Everybody's going. In the meantime, Canary's there trying to get the murder weapon before. She's trying to get uh, one of the arrows to prove that it was not Green Arrow. I don't care what you say. This is not going to prove shit. It is going to. The thing gonna... is, too, honestly, I, I really thought she was going to go and take the evidence so they can yeah. actually really examine it. Like, she yeah. takes the picture. Oh, I'm going to run it yeah. through some Here's birds the problem, and prey though. goddamn shit. I'm like, no. Here's the thing, though. What's, what's weird is. At the beginning, last issue, when Oliver was going to grab that arrow out of a dying yeah, that woman. Ladies, yeah. Yeah. This was like, look, I'll prove to you it wasn't me. The, the, here's the problem with this, though. You, you can't say that isn't your arrow. I don't no. care if you go, whoo, you know what? That isn't my trademark Oliver Queen arrow. So like, listen, Mr. Queen. I don't give a shit. You could fire any arrows. This is like me saying, oh, those bullets are my." It's not like he, like, they grabbed the gun and looked at the bullets in the gun and, oh, it's not the same. He could shoot any arrows. But So True. in this, it actually turns into not really trying to prove his innocence. Now it seems like all along they were just trying to figure out who it was because right. that's what it leads to. She takes a picture. Look, hey, Diggle goes in later on. He says, listen, this is, Le- this is League of Assassins shit. This isn't Shadow. This isn't Emiko. This, and it doesn't appear to be Tommy Merlin because that's who Diggle spelled out. And it's funny to me. We were talking beforehand uh, because of who it ends up being. We're talking beforehand. It's so funny that because Diggle said, you know what? I know four archers. Here they yeah. are. You know, we have Amico, we have Shadow, we have Tommy Merlin and Roy Harper. Yeah. Why can't it be somebody else? And and it ends up being somebody else. It well, is a little is, tied too, in, it, but it is somebody else. The only thing is, who would want to like? Who has Oliver come across who would want to ruin him? Yeah, yeah. Who's but an archer? This could be. I'm telling you, you have anybody in the say because they do say Diggle's like, oh, this is League of Assassins. This could be somebody we've never seen before that just thinks they're better than Oliver, wants to bring yeah. him down. Or why couldn't this be somebody in the Inferno that might be good with arrows? I'm sure they and have that, some archer. Yeah. You, and you as know we what find I mean? out, he is hired by the burned. Yeah, yeah. You, you could have a lot of things. But I think that it's such a narrow 
story of it has to be this, it has to be that, because even or when that they go. that scumbag used to work with Yeah, Alan. yeah, when they say no. about Roy. And he's like, no, it's not him. Roy. So now, like I said, in that issue, we cut it down to three then. It, it, yeah. Because, and I said, Diggle spelled it out. So they're going with it. And, and they do. Uh, you know, at that point, it's Shadow, Emiko, or Tommy Merlin. And I said, that's a dude that was shooting those hours. So oh, oh, it's yeah, Tommy. And it doesn't end up being, but it's close. But the problem is, is here, Oliver there is in the stadium. He's in the cheap seats, Eric. I wrote my review. It's lucky he is not in Philadelphia. He's Seriously. in Seattle. They have the 12th man there. Fucking, <laughs> if Philadelphia has the 12 boots to the face. I mean, these Damn people right. would have went fucking nuts. Though, back in the day, maybe if they shot, you know, Donovan McNabb, some people would have been happy, Eric. They probably would have given him a fucking award. I like down. That's the thing too. If they were in Philly and shit goes down like this, you know, everybody's usually just cheering, and then somehow they yeah. pull out bows and arrows and start shooting them too. Oh yeah, yeah, and and even to the point where you know everybody says about the stupid goddamn throwing snowballs at, at the. Uh, that what was Santa. that, 65? The, it was. Over. It was God so long ago. People don't realize how long. No, the, the thing that I always go with is when Michael Irvin on the Cowboys looked right. like he was fucking crippled, and the, they gave him a standing I, ovation <laughs> before he got up. That's everybody right. thought he was dead, and that's everybody's right. cheering. I'm like, oh, you pieces of shit. And that's, it it just so reminds bad. me of that. Yeah, you'd have this, and like the, the quarterback would get killed, and depending on how the Eagles were doing that season, you don't know how the the crowd might react favorably. They'd take yeah. him on the shoulders and take him out of the stadium. Uh, but no, the whole stadium has turned on Oliver. He's in the cheap seat. All of a sudden, seats. everybody's thinking, because of this tragedy, we're going to get first draft pick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, really. They're like, they're going to have to do some good things. We're going to be good. But, yeah, of course, this is Cy Sampson, the, the well-known guy. The other thing that makes the me laugh. Cy this Sam. is the other shit that always makes me laugh in this shit. You see him. He's dead. You have him there, and the one guy turns, and he's like, get that bastard. That guy is number two. There's a good chance he's the kicker, Eric. Yeah. And I'm like, we're fucking trash-talking kicker. Shut your fucking face. But it also goes into the point where I told you where you have later on the, the, the thing where the actual football players start going into the stands <laughs> to go and nonsense. fight a killer. These guys would fucking get in their goddamn Mercedes, and they'd be fucking out. There'd they be would no way. drivers to bring their Mercedes yeah, around. They, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'd have their personal guards, their posse. They'd get the yeah. fuck out of there. They're not going because it's funny because the guys who end up doing that – one of the guys now is retired, Eric, because he's dead. The other guy looks like he got his leg broken. The other guy has an arrow in his eye. He's retired, too. These guys' careers are over. That's the best, too. When we get to that point where the freaking team comes out, they're trying to stop Green, like, uh, freaking uh, the killer, who will yeah. find out who it is later. But they're trying to stop the killer. They're standing there. It's like, uh, we hurt for a living. Yeah, and we then hurt he for freaking- a living. Hits the one guy in the balls. I'm like, okay. Yep. The next guy in the panel, his freaking knee is shattered. I'm like, all right, your career's over. He's done. That's then, all I kept saying. I, That's the I same thing. To... I'm like, you're done? You're... And yeah. yeah, the other guy gets an arrow then, into the he fucking eye. He's done. He's done. He's dead or done. In the meantime, this is another thing now. I, I will stress, I didn't mind this issue. I no, did like not. it. But this is why I didn't like it as much as last. Uh, at one point, it, it looks like a vendor. That that the guy. Now uh, we'll we'll get to that actually. We'll pause a little air, take yeah, a yeah. breather, because get at back. this point, what I thought was was a little forced was. Right now we have this thing going on. Oliver doesn't know. He can't. His comms are out, so he's not heard from Diggle. He doesn't know who this could be. He doesn't know League of Assassins stuff like that. Right away he starts with like, "Yep, me and Tommy Merlin used to play a game <laughs> called Hunter Hunted." And I'm like, "Why? Why are you going so far in?" 
that it's Tommy Merlin from where we left last issue. We did not know. You had no idea. Now, you tell me that he saw him and thinks he it resembles him. He doesn't. He It's not him. It no. ends up not being him. He, so he's just reminiscing about his time as Hunter me, Hunter as he goes th- after this, a bad guy. This is where I said that this is a very forced way that Ben Percy is trying to make you surprised when you find out who it is. Like, he is really trying to convince you that it's Tommy. Uh in a weird way. It's very forced that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's, he's it's like, yep, so me weird. and Tom used to do this. Me and Tom used to do that. As if he's like, yep, and I always caught up. So it's forced. He's saying, oh, it's Tommy. Well, he has you, no I, I evidence did a little bit, I did a little bit of research before this because we talked extensively about it because I could not remember him. Like, we were talking about the Zero issue and shit like that when we saw Tommy, you know, on the oil rig and shit like that. And he th- everybody thought he died. Yeah. But um, when I started reviewing Green Arrow on the site, it was during this friggin' um, – it was the Mia Dearden and the uh, Arthur King story. It showed yeah. that where they had Diggle. It was and the guys from the TV smoked. show. Yeah, the, they, the guys they from the TV on. show. They were writing yep. uh, an arc. And I completely forgot that Tommy Merlin was in that uh, story arc completely. So I'm looking this shit up, and I'm like, well, they're not showing who this guy is. I'm like, we've already, we already know Tommy Merlin in this then, if he's already been in the series. Yeah. Why would you hide it this whole time? Because Tommy Merlin is a character that Green Arrow knows as a bad yep. guy. He's a merc. Like, yeah, it's, and it's, it's funny not a we didn't even, anymore. Last issue, most of the people reading this, including myself, because I didn't realize I was not reading it with you at that point. Yeah. I read the Jeff Lemire stuff, and when he left, I gave the book to you, and I was out. Uh, when you hear Tommy, uh, even me, Mister Not Watch TV, I I just thought of the TV show, and I'm huh. like, okay, I get it. Uh, in this, at least they do say, you know, it's not that dirty Merc, Tommy Merlin. Like, okay, I guess he's doing something a little different and, and this or that. But it's just so forced into this uh, just to get the surprise of what and happens. I'm telling because you, that, that story arc that the freaking TV writers did was so weird because read. you had Tommy Merlin show up. He was a, a dark archer, but he was working for Arthur King, who was a Merlin at one point in yeah, the old continuity. Yeah, yep. And I'm saying like – well, I I don't know who the hell who's who's anybody anymore because I don't know what they're trying to do. But so I totally forgot about that going in. But Tommy, like this whole mystery about who the Dark Archer is here, the the Arrow Killer, the Arrow Killer, it, it would not make sense to me, Tommy, for how they're playing it with this whole mystery angle. Yeah, yeah, uh, but. But like I said, but with Oliver saying like me and Tommy, you say, you're like, okay, it's Tommy. Right. But it's more like I said, it's more Ben Percy saying, hey guys, it's Tommy. Whoop, it's not Tommy. Whoop, surprise. Yeah, it's like you're showing up at a surprise party that you fucking know is being held. You're going to have to pretend to be surprised because when it comes out, it's Malcolm uh, Merlin. I'll just tell you, that's what happens. He goes, he thinks it's Tommy. He's like, you got the right family, but the wrong guy. It's Malcolm Merlin. And he shows, I like that. I, I, I think talk- that's really good. I was I'm not gra- surprised, we, we, and I was just talk- like, okay, let's go. Uh, we, we talked about this before, how it seems like Ben Percy wants to bring a lot of the legacy yes. to Green Arrow. Yeah, I think that, that the he's really doing The problem with having Malcolm Merlin be the big reveal here is that we didn't set any of this up no, previously. No. Like Malcolm Merlin did not appear in the New 52. It's it's just Tommy's dad out of nowhere, and there's yeah. no connection for the reader to say, oh, no. my God, yep. Malcolm no. Merlin. You, like, I'm telling you. You want to read a crazy thing, you go back to the Jeff Lemire stuff in the New 52 that you weren't a huge fan. But the big thing there was Oliver's dad was alive. 
there's a fucking shock. Like, yeah, there's right. something you're like, holy shit, that, that threw everything. And I think that Ben Percy thinks that this is going to do the same kind of thing. It doesn't. Like you said, there's no connection. Only The only connection people will have is from the TV show. And yeah. go, okay, that's cool. And oh, my God. But it is a legacy deal. It just... But we don't it just have, isn't it's as a big. legacy it, character without any yes, of the freaking follow through to as, get us to that yeah, point. It's just this. not as big as what I think he he has. But in the meantime, right before that is when he kills, and it's not a vendor. Uh, Malcolm it's actually a fan, stabs right? a fan. That guy's dead, right? Oh yeah, he's dead. And it's weird because Oliver just keeps running by people that are either bleeding Malcolm, out. Malcolm is just running ahead of him, just murdering folks as Oliver yeah. tries to pay, play catch up and talk to himself about I like playing other hunted with Tommy when they're boys. You see these guys and the football players, and you're like, okay, that one guy's career might be over. With you know, he's got his knee ripped. Yeah, the other guy's he, he's dead. Done. The other guy just the got hit in the balls. Hit the, ball. the other yeah. guy's got a ball tap. And I'm like, that guy really, number 20, you got some lucky you the fucking. Lucky yeah, yes, you alive. rolled the dice right tonight, baby, because you just got hit in the balls. Yeah, it hurts. And it looks like he's like, yeah, you can imagine him moaning and then get up and see the one guy with an oh. arrow through his fucking oh. eye. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Like, I, I think I got it. In the meantime, uh, Canary's there with the chief. He, he, so, he doesn't care. He just has a hot day. Like, nobody knows that she's not a police officer yet. And she, he even says while they're driving there, like, you know what? There's regulations of hair length and, you know, this is no glamour shoot. Yeah. Uh, but, but they, the police finally do show up. And, and even even when she says like I just got out of freaking you know like uh, yeah, was yeah, it, yeah. the police I just yeah oh she starts to like, actually make the chief think different as they're going like I don't know if Green Arrow's uh, guilty what do you mean rookie well you know in the police academy we learn that it's a, you're like no, no in no. my mind if you just if you right there point out that you just got out of the police academy like. You are forced to these regulations. Like she would yeah. have had to have her hair cut to a certain no, length. Not like only that. just like, that, it'd just be like it would start the chief. Like, wait a second, we don't have any women that just got out of the police. We don't have she, any new recruits you know, in the station. I, I'll just tell you, she's Ray Delaney. This shit, she's going too far. <laughs> she's going way over the top with this thing. She's got to keep her mouth shut and get there because she, she does end up helping. Out. Just shut your mouth, Canary. Don't go with your, you know, she's really into this role. She is now the James Woods of the Seattle Police Department. She's going to fucking play this role. But they're on the roof. The police show up. Like, they're on the roof. The the blimp guy, he saw them, so they all go up to get it. Merlin, that's when he reveals. He's Malcolm Merlin, the original Dark Archer. He says that he looks just like Raja Ghul, which you said to me that's off air. It's like, oh, yeah, he's in the, he's in the League of Shadows. He's in the uh, League, League of, of Assassins. Assassins. But, so and he's he take looks Raja just like Raja Ghul. Yeah. He explains the whole thing at one point. It's almost like if you want to be in the Weird Science Get Fresh crew, Eric, you ask me how, you, you pass the test. Bam. If you're told to dig a grave and you dig a good grave, you just pass the test. You're in the you League of Assassins. there and you pass the yeah. test. Yeah, oh, my God, that's a good grave. Come on out. Give me a hug. You just pass the I, test, I've buddy. I've seen some tests, Rob. I think Roz was going easy on you. Yeah, yeah really. I, I think that I think it's because he saw a kindred spirit in the same hairdo. You think that? You don't think? You think that it's easier to get into the League of Assassins now than to get into the Get Fresh crew? Is that what you're telling me? It's like, you're hey, dig the hole and get inside. It's like, dig that hole. Huh, let me see. Yeah, you're in the League of Assassins, baby. Come on, let's fucking dance, baby. Let's go. League of Assassins. 
Yeah, it's fucking nonsense. <laughs> but it is funny because he does look just like I can rush around on a cigarette. I'm gonna choke death out. <laughs> like, come on out, baby, let's dance. It's dance party. League of Assassins now. All right. Ross Tiger comes out. He's got fucking a boombox. Next thing you know, the whole League of Assassins on the fucking Slack chat. They're fucking chatting it up, baby. They got an RPG group and a goddamn book club. <laughs> I want to get in that League of Assassins. League of Assassins, whoop whoop. Yeah, whoop whoop. League of Assassins. But yeah, they. <laughs> They go, and they're all on the rooftop then. And this is where Malcolm's kind of just like, you know what? I've won. Fuck you. Uh, Canary shows up with the chief, all the rest of the police. That's when uh, they give up. The the Oliver and Malcolm are like, okay, I give up. And then Oliver yells what? like, now? What, what does she really do? I, I was going to ask you, what was her purpose here with the Canary cry? I don't know. Because They're, it does nothing. No. It does nothing at all. All it does is allow Oliver to punch Malcolm, but it doesn't and matter. And the police open fire on them both. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But this is where I had the worst problem. Like up until this oh, point, this up until Canary. Yeah, this actually, this is why. This next part is why I couldn't give it as good a score as last issue because I do like what's going on. It is actually, I will tell you, Green it's goofy fun. Flash it's part. goofy fun up until now even. And even with, you know, guys getting kicked in the balls and stuff. It's kind of funny. It's like America's Home Videos. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, Arrow to the Eyes. I, you've seen that episode, right? The arrow yeah. right in the eye and kill Bob again. Bob Saget couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, so what happened is Oliver and Malcolm are now going to give up. They have their hands up. To me, you are now going to be able to see that Oliver is is innocent. innocent. Yep. Malcolm is guilty. He goes to jail. Oliver goes, Canary, you, you give us the cry. She yells, and then all shit breaks loose because all this allows is for Malcolm to get free and shoot an arrow. Oliver is, and I even looked at this panel oh, a I bunch at it of times, and I'm like trying desperately to explain this. Uh, that that would make sense. Malcolm loosens up a fucking, he lets go of an arrow towards the chief. It's going to kill the chief. Oliver now is the Flash. He runs what appears to he's be. He's behind yeah, Matt He's behind. Merlin. Yep. Is it 20 feet, 10 feet, whatever it is, he runs, and he makes it seem like he even says, while this is going, he oh, has this, this narration. This whole, this whole narration does not make it, sense. It doesn't make any overall. sense. Basically, the narration is, as this arrow is heading to kill the police chief, is Emmy moment. always gave me a hard time because she's a better shot than me. He shoots ex- instinctively, says Oliver. I don't, I don't calculate shit. I don't, that's Emiko. Emiko gets all the angles. She does that. I just shoot and see what happens. All this is, is, is narration. I'm like, yeah. All this is is narration for him to run and beat the arrow to the chief and, and takes jump in front the of arrow. It, yeah. And this is the hokey thing. And I even saw people with reviews saying, oh, it's great. No, no, this has happened. This happened in The Flash at the end of New 52. It happens in comics all the time where you have a hero that's looked at as a villain. This might even happen eventually in Aquaman where, oh, my God, 
you're the worst. Green Arrow, he's a killer. He's a killer. Somebody goes to kill the, the police, and the, and you jump in front of it, now everything's fine. He even says, huh, he's not so bad after all. It's such hokey deal. <laughs> Throw into the fact that there's no possible way that he could have beaten that arrow and jumped in front. And then you go to the next thing. At least have him have an arrow in him. You know what I mean? Have yeah. some damage. Nope. It, it broke his fucking bow. It hit the bow. And and broke it so the arrow didn't even go into him. In the meantime, and we have a quick joke as the villain gets away. And yeah, and you have that. In the meantime, Malcolm does the old Scooby Doo. You know, whoop, 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 not even that. It's it's like the fucking Three Stooges to me. He shoots his arrow with a rope onto the blimp. Now this does not mean he should get away, Eric. There nope. is a man driving the blimp. <laughs> he does not have to go anywhere. Now, you can tell me that Malcolm eventually will go up there, get in, control the blimp, swim whatever. Away. Yeah, at this point, just land. That's all you need to do. But it's funny because all Malcolm is doing is hanging on the rope as he goes away. This blimp at this whole point is not moving. The blimp is above the stadium, circling at the most. I think it's actually tethered there because it has been just sitting there this whole entire time. It Until didn't Malcolm fly away. Because then yeah. we do see that it's further away now. Yeah. Malcolm's still it hanging makes from it. No goddamn sense that why? And yeah, you see him still. Ha- <laughs> what is this blimp guy on the take? If he is, why did he report to the police that they were on the roof? I don't know. Makes no sense. Who was doing this? It was hanging there that entire time. Yeah, it was just there. It was just there at the stadium. And now because Malcolm Merlin grabbed the rope on it, it's got to take off. It's going off to fucking Dinosaur Island or something on a fucking vacation. As soon as this blimp driver realized that Malcolm Merlin showed there, he had a choice to make. He always wanted excitement in his life. Adventure, (laughs) Jim. This was his opportunity. If he had and, to go and, against the law, so be it. So, And you know what? He passed the test, Eric. <laughs> He's now a member of the League of Assassins. Here he is. He got in. He didn't have to dig a grave. He He's dug his own grave. <laughs> he dug his own grave financially because now he's fired. He's lost his job as Blimp Rider, Blimp Pilot. He's now become League of Assassins official Blimp Guy. I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on with this Blimp. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and at this point, that's where Oliver does the joke like, hey, better try mouth-to-mouth because uh, Black Canary thinks he's dead. And she's like, you're the bravest idiot I know. A lot of people just fucking died for you to get on this roof. Calm down with the jokes, buddy. Yeah, he's joking. As Malcolm at this point is still within he's reach on the blimp, somebody called this blimp pilot and asked him what he's doing. He's t- he took off. Living life. Why, why is he do? He grabbed John Madden and why is he? Why is this blimp guy going? It makes no sense. Oh my God! God darn it! Ah, uh, yes, but yeah, it ends with them in this, like, hero pose. <laughs> Look at it. This <laughs> little <laughs> figure drawing of Malcolm Rowan in the distance yeah, still hanging on. in the on. distance hanging on the flip. That guy is leaving. Nobody even cares. They're not even looking at the blimp no. either. What are they looking at? They're <laughs> the looking at us. Them. They're looking out at uh, us. God around, damn it. Why? Shoot the blimp. I don't care at this point. The guy's gone rogue. Fucking kill somebody. Take down that blimp. Uh, but yeah, he's like, hey, bows can be fixed. I'm not so certain about Seattle. 
I still can't. The blimp is right there. What are they doing? What are they doing? I don't understand. Get a plane up there. Shoot it down. Do something. Uh, uh, he's there on the it's so funny to see him too it looks like that blimp is moving at a, a fucking good rate too because oh, he's yeah. not down he's fucking flying oh nonsense such nonsense there he is but now even, even without this fucking of the bullshit of, it's, I, I still enjoyed of blimp myself assassins. Yeah, I, I had fun I'm telling you I had a lot more fun talking about it tonight because I didn't even think that much about yeah, the blimp either. until tonight uh, <laughs> nonsense I like to that nobody's looking behind them at this blimp <laughs> That's where your villain is. We saw that. The guy tried to at least, at least you know, as far as him trying to kill the thing. The the only thing that you needed really was him to fucking proclaim that he was the bad guy. Because really, yeah. Oliver should still be taken downtown now. But because he, it, it's that it's that trope that I do yeah. hate. He tried to save the life of the chiefs, and now he's fine. He's good to go. Uh, but I like having Malcolm you in there. You just passed the test. Yeah, yeah, really. Now you're an honorary police force member. <laughs> now, now he's part of the Seattle PD. Everybody's passing goddamn tests. The one guy wanted to be, he's like, hey, I always wanted to be in, like, the paraplegical. That, that guy has an arrow through his eye. He failed the test, Eric. He, he failed. It's just nonsense, this whole thing. Ay, ay, ay. But, yeah, uh, I did There's like it. There's a lot it, of though. tests Jim. <laughs> a lot there's a lot of tests going on i i like i said i did like it i like the art there's three artists oh, I, I believe really there's, enjoyed the art i think there's the three there. pencilers on it. i think they did a great job uh between them. even at the point where you no, do I'll, get a little bit good. of an art change when when malcolm exposes himself i, love I like it. that though i actually like that when he shows that it's him it kind of does change the tone of the book and i really like it and i thought that all the artists did a great job a uh, this book has had a lot of uh Great artist, Juan Ferreira, Otto Schmidt, and to have three people jump on to really kick ass, uh, I thought they did a great job. Uh, I gave it a 7-8. Uh, it's a positive 7-8. I like where the book's going. I gave the last issue an 8-5. This just had too many goofy moments for me to go that high. Um, but I like that Malcolm's in the book now. I think yeah. that actually, to me, get fuck the Inferno. You know what I mean? Get oh, that yeah. out here. God, get that shit out of there. League of Assassins. That's some big time shit, and that, I that, like now it. We're talking. And I, yeah, and I like having you know Canary Shadow will probably show back up with Emiko, and they're going to be going up against at I least at least a guy from the the, the you know League of Assassins. But it looks like that might involve a lot of stuff, and that's fucking exciting. I think that's awesome. And uh, you know when when Batman's fighting the League of Shadows, we'll do the League of Assassins here. We'll we'll yeah. have it all. Everybody's loving it. But yeah, seven eight for me. What would you give it? Yeah, overall, I enjoyed the art, but though, and uh, just the I wish they would have set up the reveal of Malcolm yeah, Merlin yeah. better because here it just I, I has no feeling for me at all. Like, yeah, I know this character, but for this story arc, I'm like, uh, it's me. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, but it, yeah. It didn't do it for me, and there was a lot of goofiness, which I like talking to you about, but it doesn't make a oh, great yeah. story all the time. I would give it a seven out of ten. Okay, yeah. I see. You, last issue, you gave an eight five, my friend. You said that you might like this more, so I told you you were gonna find I a don't little nitpick. I gave picking. last issue an eight five. Yeah, it was our. I didn't like issue. last issue. Oh uh, no, last issue. That, you're thinking of the issue before. Last issue, we both gave an eight five. We were both in uh, right along with it, and I it you're shocked me. Of flash. Nope. Oh, maybe I am. Maybe I am. Eric, you just passed the test, my friend. Now you're there. You're right. in the league of reviewers. 
I love I love passing the test. Uh, that's one of my favorite things ever. But yeah, that's it for this section. You might be right. It might be Flash, and I might be wrong. I, I think, think I maybe I'm even thinking. I think Arrow I gave. I think I gave an eight. I think I went positive because I did like the last issue. I thought that it was good. Six five. I think I, I did think last you're issue. Nonsense. Yeah. I don't even think you remember what happened last time. They were in the woods, Eric. They were yeah, enjoying it was bullshit. themselves. Maybe I'm confusing everything with fucking Flash anyway. Because these <laughs> that was a good issue of Flash last yeah, week. Yeah, it was. Maybe it got me so much that I liked it. But uh, yeah, uh, that's it for the section. Uh, we're yes, gonna go off to some mail. I gotta calm down. I gotta calm down, Eric. I'm having <laughs> yeah. too much fun now. See, we started off. I was so depressed. Now I'm having a bang up time. But let's go off to some mail and then come back with more books. Understand why you just can't admit Jim is the man. The time on the podcast is here, the voice that we all want to hear. So here we go. Section number three. You just passed the test, Eric. Did I? <laughs> you are now in the League of Assassins because every time you open your mouth, you dig your own grave. But boom. Is that a good one? I actually do like that one. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Right fucking snapping it out there. I, I, that was not planned. Not planned at all. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> no, know what the fuck you were there. talking about at first. We are on mail section number three. Here we go, Eric. I am tired. I feel drunk. I feel like a drunk fella. Hoo-wee. I don't even know what I'm saying. The first mail is from I really Andy. Just think like, uh, I just thought in my mind, like, he doesn't have this mail section up on his notes yet. No, I was kind of getting there. Mail <laughs> section number three. First one is Andy. Andy's uh, return mailer. Eric, we've heard from him already. Yes, Let's see. He, he The last mail to bring you up to speed here. Uh, he did not like you the no, last time, no, he did not. so let, let's see who he puts on blast now. He says, all right, all right, everyone calm the fuck down. Lord Andy is here with his brilliant opinions and women-wooing charm. It's really the least I could do. But if there's one group of no-good, worthless, shit-licking, goat-fucking, useless pieces of flesh I can find worthy of giving me some feedback of my reviews, they're yet to be born, Eric. So all I'll right. settle for you scumbags of the earth. All right, here we go, scumbags. 
even though I fight my gag reflex as I write this to you, such lowly racist and rape enthusiast, <laughs> enthusiastic trash, I remind myself true. it's the least I could do. Being the amazing person I am, I still like to give back to the little people. But enough about me. On to my reviews. Aquaman number 14. Mara proves why she's one of the more badass DC bombshells. Fun traditional art format. We're 14 issues in. Will we finally see art and B Manta Throwdown? 7.0. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what he's talking about. Batman number 14, a very hush-like reminder of why we love Catwoman and quality inking. And finally, some release of sexual tension filling every reader's loins these last few weeks. I suggest extra Kleenex this issue, my friends. 7.4 out of 10. I think if anybody has some tension, sexual tension, it's from seeing that Bane naked. Constantly. Maybe that's it's funny you can go <laughs> you can go that Batman left and he had been so sexually worked up by Bane. Plus I actually could you convince me otherwise of Batman liking to get beat up because I think he does. I think he likes the pain. It's the only time he, he feels alive. It, and it it gets him all fucking excited. He went, he dropped off those I, I'm telling you really a bronze tiger was supposed to go back to jail. He didn't even want to take that time, Eric. He's just, you were paroled. Get the fuck out of here. I got fucking fucking to do. Green Arrow number 14. Fast paced. Not as fast as Oliver's new ability to leap faster <laughs> than a speeding arrow. Other than that little nitpick, Canary's shared moment with the Seattle PD and Malcolm graphically disabling three football players makes it all yay. 7.0. Uh, 7 out of 10. The best is, uh, Andy, just please watch him going away in that blimp. Oh, it's the funniest <laughs> thing I ever saw. But yeah, you're Look right. Look behind the, you. The biggest, thing, the biggest thing in that the whole time when I was reading and reviewing that is him just being as fast as fucking lightning there. That and those Je fucking football players' fucking careers being over. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Justice League number 12. Sounds like Amanda and Max's mom should get together and go bowling. The covers don't lie, folks. This is a Max Lord feature. But I think it's a much-needed backstory issue, seeing we're three years into the main but I think it's a much needed backstory issue seeing we're three issues into the main event speaking of DC bombshells anybody else think Waller would clean up nice I don't know no. maybe Six no, don't. Jesus Christ you're racist 6.7 out of 10 I like I didn't even mention it in the review I love the the fucking uh, fat bashing that uh, Maxwell Lord gives like hey you know it's it's like the dig on how big she's into interrogating what is he his his comment is like man you didn't get that fat interrogating people this hard <laughs> uh, it made me laugh. I'm like, Justice, no, the way she got that fat was that goddamn secretary kept pushing the fast food on her back in the old that, just, uh, that, new yeah, Suicide Squad book. That girl died, Eric. Have sure some did. fucking respect. Justice League versus Suicide Squad number three. Some good chuckle moments like the squad talking shit to a Justice League behind bars. You guys called it on Soup's recognizing Max Lord from his past. The moment gave me chills. Well, my experience suggests that a six-issue event we're in for the most action these next two issues before the simmer down number six. Go Team Lobo, 7.5 out of 10. I have looked at the next issue, Eric. God damn it, it's action-packed. I'll just nice. say that. That's not really spoiler. Holy moly. Superman number 14, into the multiverse we go. And I originally wanted to score to 7-1, but the containment chamber of Superman, including Bizarro and Earth 2 Superman, piqued my interest in score. So he, he was going to give it a 7.1, Eric. That put it up to a 7.2. Bam. 
Finally, into the second edition of Amazing Andy's Amazing Bi-Weekly Tradeback Suggestion for your Amazement Part 2, The Suggestion Cometh. This bi-week, I suggest Supergirl Volume 1, The Girl of Steel. Main writer Jeff Loeb, Joe Kelly, Greg Rucka, main art by Ian Churchill, Norm Ratman, and David Moran. Uh, collecting Supergirl 0 to 10 and number 12, 2005 to 2006. What happened to uh, issue 11? It's like we're wrong no turn. It's like wrong turn putting a fucking wrong turn two on blast. This is an action-packed origin and beyond story arc. The mo the most readers, including myself, may find a little more fun and a little less complicated as the most current rendition of Superman's hot cousin. Yes, this is the short skirt and belly shirt era of Supergirl, like but watching Supergirl. Kara go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Outsiders, Teen Titans, JSA, JLA, and eventually the darkest version of herself is what this collection is really all about. Sounds awesome. The yeah. girl can dish it out, no doubt. Uh, I recommend this trade back to any fan of the Superman family or anybody looking for some good old DCU battle royale. 7.8 out of 10. He is a tough reviewer. I agree, but you know what? I might have to pick that trade up if I can it's, at that comic book shop. I'm telling you, tell, tell Jed, because that sounds fucking awesome, doesn't it? Does. it? I'm telling you, it's funny when I see at The Outsiders. Yeah, Teen Titans. Yeah, Jed. The Outsiders. Thank you, as always, guys, for your endless amazing work. I can't wait to crack one open, roll one up, rub one out, and lay back this Sunday the smooth-sounding sounds of Jay, racist Eric, the God regenerator, and the rest of the split-net do loop-loop. Love always, Lord Andy, and he's got a full love day the land of Cleve. What's that? I said he's got a that full day tomorrow. Full day? That's like a year for me. And and really, when you say rolling up, that's just uh, another analogy for jerking off. Blanket. To me. <laughs> yeah, roll me up in a blanket, rub one out. Oh yeah, that's like a scratch card, like one of those you know things where you you scratch it off, Eric, and you win money, right? That's what that yeah, means. Yeah, scratch it. Scratch card. Scratch card. <laughs> Next one's Simon. Simon says, hello, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop. Uh, wait, wait. Ooh, ooh, I like it. <laughs> Just imagine that. Dude, he's saying that as he's fucking forcing your face into a pillow. Oh, God. Hello, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew. I'm currently suffering from the allergy as well as using the downtime from work to catch up on some of my backlog. I thought I'd write in with some medicinally induced nonsense DC Universe speculation. Action Comics number 1000. When DC Rebirth relaunched, there was talk of a two-year plan for the universe, and with reverting Action Comics back to its original numbering and twice-monthly shipping, Action Comics is due to hit the milestone 1,000th issue shortly under the two years after DC Rebirth. Are DC going to make AC 1000 the focus point of the big event for 2018, or are we going to get a run-of-the-mill anthology issue? What's your guess? Honestly, I think we were talking about this on another week before another podcast, but like I think they are gonna like you know work work up to this big being a big deal with the action comics. It, it's 1, weird. That I do, but I think it's gonna be an anthology issue. I don't think it'd be the middle of an event that would throw off the whole concept of having this be a special issue that you would buy. You know, over and over, you're in the middle of an event. You you would want that thousandth issue to be a self-contained issue in my mind, so that people would always go back to buy it. Uh, if it's like part three of a big event, 
people it, it's not going to mean as much uh, down or it could the be the beginning or the conclusion of something yeah I, I know. know but even so you go to you want to make it collectible at all times you don't want to date it to, as part of a story especially you get like you have that Batman 27 or did, was it Batman 27 that was the detective comics kind of tribute there was detective that, comics number uh, was it detective yeah, yeah it was because it was when 27 they, it was when they, right yeah, it's when they were going to reach yeah. number uh, for some reason I, I, you know why numbers. I always think it's Batman it doesn't make sense why I said it but it always because that Scott Snyder story is the one I always remember but that yeah. was an anthology because they wanted to make it so that right now I would say, oh, if you like the, you know, that, go back and buy that because it's a self-contained thing with all these people with stories. I really do think that well, it's going to be One of those anthologies over- was a uh, continuation or the beginning of the Gothtopia. Yeah, but that was just, comic. like I said, that was just one story in there. Yeah. I think that that's what this would be. Plus then you also can do, you have it as a rebirth issue of an event. You kind of have a 21-page issue. You have an anthology that's 100 pages. You can now charge them 10 bucks. I'm sure uh, 1,000 will be an oversized issue no matter yeah, what. Yeah, but I'm saying if it's in the middle of an event, you're now you're making people spend money in an event and people will go fucking bonkers about it. I, I really do think it will be an anthology issue the, the way I that don't know. is. We'll see. Connor Hawk, where the fuck is he? One could argue that maybe he's in Mr. Oz's weird prison thing, but did he really have that much of a connection with people who weren't being locked up in there? Is Tim going to stumble over him and have a reconnection scene like Wally did with the Titans, or more likely are DC going to forget him completely from all of this? What do you? I think, think it's going to be forgotten just because Connor Hawk does not make sense for where we are in Ali's career. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Now again, that, I won't even. Go, I was going to go into some multiverse crazy things because just seeing that collectors with all those superman just that's yeah. that's actually what i pictured tim seeing like a whole wall of cells like that uh new 52 superman i've decided new 52 superman is going to be re revealed to be pre-flashpoint con l for no other reason than they both went through a jeans and t-shirt period and it would be interesting to see how many people it pisses off <laughs> That would piss me off. Yeah. As always, keep up the great work, Simon. P.S. Every time you guys talk about Teen Titans, you question why Starfire is on the team. Isn't it obvious? Damian Wayne is a 13-year-old boy going through puberty, has chosen who (laughs) gets put on this team. Why wouldn't he choose the half-naked alien chick with loose ideas about human sexuality? I agree. That's true. All right. Thanks. It's almost like weird science. Yeah, really. Uh, You mean this podcast that's awful? Yes. Yes. Jeremy's next. Jeremy says, hello, Weird Science and the Get Fresh crew. Oh, Jeremy. Whoop, whoop. I don't think Mike's whoop, whoop is going <laughs> to no. have a positive effect on people. Okay, you want to you wanna go back to the original? Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what's happened, but the podcast seems to be getting even better. Until now. Yeah. I honestly didn't think that was possible, but I'm halfway through episode 102 and I'm loving it. I started listening to this episode on the train. Normally I drive both, but both my wife's car and mine were getting uh, MOTD. Do you know what that means? I have no idea. Him and his wife's car are getting moted. 
I don't know what that did. These Brits with their fucking language here. <laughs> At the same time, so onto the train I had to go. I almost missed my stop. I blame John the Sexy Cattle Rustler personally. It's hard to come back things. to the real world when that guy's talking. This was my first day back at work, and I walked around half-dazed and feeling somewhat disconnected from what I was supposed to be doing. In this case, trying to prepare two-year 10 classes for an exam. They won't be taken for year another 10. year and a half. I, I know. <laughs> I gradually came to the conclusion that this was utter nonsense and that a world without John the Sexy Cattle Rustler must be some kind of holographic simulation, a pretty piss-poor half-ass holographic simulation at that. I need more John the Sexy Cattle Rustler in my life, Eric. <laughs> That's the thing is fucking Jeremy's going to have to go through a rebirth where Je Sexy John the Cattle Rustler is the hope that's yeah, been taken away is. from that's, his real that's world. That's the hope, really. <laughs> Hello! Yeah, he's retired right now. He just can't... I, sabbatical. Yeah, he, yes, I did say. He's on a sabbatical, Eric. He's on a sabbatical. John the Sexy Cattle Rustler has to have something important to talk about, right? Uh, I, I guess. I don't know what the qualifications of Sexy John the Cattle Rustler are for uh, these really, things. Really, my favorite John the Sexy Cattle Rustler ended up being his take on the books. I did, yeah. enjoy, I did enjoy that. He had a very old-school sensibility to him when it came to men dealing with women in the books. I believe. I don't even remember which issue that was. That Detective Comics? I, uh, no, I believe it was Superwoman when he was acting out That's as right. Steel and told Lana to shut her fucking mouth, bitch. <laughs> That's something I do not condone. Can't you can't change John the Sexy Cat Russell's ideas on no, life? He's stuck in his ways. Yeah, he is stuck in his ways. That's just how he is. I don't have much to say about comics at the moment. I've got a new Android phone, which, unlike my previous Windows phone, actually allowed me to download the Marvel Unlimited app. Nice. Still no DC app, Jim. Yeah, I know. I, I actually was on the uh, – it, it caused me problems, too. I was on the Marvel Unlimited app. For some reason, I, I came across an article that was telling – uh, you what everything that's going to be released on the unlimited app this month and i right. started looking at old fucking issues and things i'm like i got shit to do i gotta prepare hole. for this yeah i'm like i gotta prepare for this fucking thing i could wax lyrical about the david stroman stroman run i'm terrible with names the david stroman run on right. x factor issue 77 features a great fight between X-Factor and the MLF, which culminates in Strife being caught halfway through a portal, leading to a tug-of-war between the two teams with Strife on a as the rope. I kid you not. And oh. or, or give you my impressions of the very last issue of Daredevil. Pretty good, actually. Karen Page is described as the Nelson and Murdoch Law Office's most decorative accessory. <laughs> Casual misogamy for the win. But nobody wants that nonsense. This is a DC podcast after all. That's right, Eric. You know who would be very upset about that sort of talk? Rob Lewis? No, my dad. I mentioned on Twitter <laughs> that I'm going to try to teach you a broader range of British accents, but I'm probably the worst guy for this job because my ability to use different accents convincingly is limited at best. I might drop a rent and rave either this week or next and have a go, though. If nothing else, it should be amusing. Yeah, he, he, he's getting tired of, hello, love. Actually, he's not. I just said that that's what I imagine he would be. Hello, love. This is, <laughs> I'm trying to think what I said. It had to do with, about get? it had to do with Toby's, uh, the, uh, thing that he wants to do with the Wizard of Oz. And Jeremy's right. going to be the, uh, narrator. The and I said, he's, oh, no, hello, right. love. Yeah. This is the Wizards of Pods, you fucking git. There it is. There he is. <laughs> And he says, uh, 
Uh, I'm enjoy. I'm glad you're enjoying reading Red Hood and the Outlaws. I'll have to check it out. I read the first issue of the New 52 series a couple weeks back, and a couple of the pages made me feel like my younger teenage self, staring at, up at the top shelf at the magazine rack at my local news agents. One, so news I felt agents, too. News agents, Eric, wondering if I should reach up and take down one of those adult publications. I'm 46 years old now. I don't particularly want to be feeling like a horny, sweaty, pump teenager again. John, the sexy cattle rustler i need in my life but that i do not all the best and keep it weird love jeremy thank you jeremy uh thank you jeremy and i believe we have one last mail uh here hello hello <laughs> hello air listen here air I, I can't even do them right now I, i'm off <laughs> my game i haven't done them in a while i actually was gonna do some books he's on sabbatical for a reason Eric. He's on. I told you. What did I tell you this week? No fucking voices this week. I told you. You're Next thing I'm doing fucking tally. I don't even know what that voice is. Tally. Yeah, I told you. No voices. None of that. I said this week. No nonsense, Eric. We're not gonna hear what fucking uh, sexy John the Cattle Rustler thinks about that Batman issue at all. We're not gonna hear it, Eric. No, oh, no. Hello. What are you doing there, male robot? What the hell are you doing, you son of a bitch? You oh, give me that man. mail? You better take this here letter that I got from the court about that fucking alimony, and you get that the fuck out of here. <laughs> Actually, it was palimony, Eric. You know, it's it's a long time out on the range. You ever see that, that movie with that guy in there where they sniffing the shirts and he says, I can't quit you? Of course, who hasn't? You, you saw that? Weekend at Bernie's, it was called. I love that movie. Weekend what do you Bernie's think of that, Eric? Even better, huh? Huh? Weekend at Bernie's 2, even better, huh? Weekend at Bernie's 3. What do you think of that there? You, you read that Batman this week, Eric? Yeah, I read that Batman. <laughs> I'm starting to get Fred Sanford here. You read that, <laughs> dummy? What are you doing reading that comic book, dummy? Who doesn't read Batman? I told you, get that Rollo out of here. We, we're having a card game. It's it just morphs all over the place. I've lost it. More like Rolo. I've got what are you what are you doing there, Rolo? Rollo, man, Rollo. Did you ever see when uh who was it that BB King? Did I did I tell you when when he was on? Uh, it's the worst have. episode ever. Fucking worst episode of that show. Though I, I still do want to go back no, and I watch. I think the, the worst episode is when fucking uh, Red Fox showed up on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Then you have that bad split screen with fucking that's Sanford good and Red stuff. Fox. You mean Red Fox, the great comedian, showed up on Sanford and Son? And Were they excited to see him? Order and fucking uh, robe. Nice. John the Sexy Cal Wrestler is now retired, Eric. It's, it's no longer a uh, sabbatical. He's oh, retired. Shit. I'm out. Jo- Jolly Drew's next. Dear Jim, Eric, and the rest of the Get Fresh Girl. Uh, I also want to know when Jeremy gets to fucking, you know, fucking Gonorrhea Dave, he's going to fucking have a connection. <laughs> he's like, where is this going? Uh, Jolly Drew says, Dear Jim, Eric, and the rest of the Get Fresh Crew, I bought mm-hmm. five books this week, but the only one I can't get out of my head is Superman. He can't quit him, Eric. <laughs> it's hard to put into words how pleased I am with this creative team's take, not only on Superman, but his family as well. It's weird he says this in this week, right? Yeah. It didn't really seem... Is he talking to the Superman family? 
I just imagine so he's, in his mind he's thinking of action comics from last week where John and Kathy are just fucking ordering pizza and eating ice Maybe. cream. Maybe. That is the worst. That's that's bitchy Lois is at it again. If my song is any indication, that's the song at the beginning. I'm totally digging this issue. Yeah, the song was completely about it. I love multiverse stuff and all things Grant morrison I think the low point in the series was the Dinosaur Island issues. That, yeah, that, was, that was like, I, I'm telling you, the way I looked at that Dinosaur Island issues is how I'm still sort of peeking at that goddamn Catwoman and Batman thing. And I actually had fun with the Dinosaur Island stuff. The high point was issue 10 featuring the Smith family's trip to the fair. Clark and John Shore had fun on that roller that coaster. Issue. I also that that actual that issue now I think back reminded me so much of the uh, American Alien series. Yeah, it really had that vibe. I also loved issue number five of the many iconic Superman images, like the pose on the moon with the American flag. It was good too. I'm telling you, when you look back, you you seem to have a little bit more of a negative opinion of Superman. There has been some pretty cool. There has moments, been though, really right? good stuff, but I did not care for all of that Eradicator yeah. stuff. I thought it was nonsense. Frankenstein was it ex- filler. It went too far. And yeah, yeah. Frankenstein, you talk about the uh, whole dinosaur, dinosaur island. island. I think the Frankenstein stuff was worse. I, I think it was right at the same thing. I hope DC learned once and for all that people prefer this iteration of Superman instead of a pouty, gritty Superman who scowls all the time. I'm talking to you, Zack Snyder. Let some light shine in already. Jeez. Jeez. Let the light shine in Earth. That's a song I believe... Let the Sun Shine In was a song that Pebbles and Bam Bam sang in the Flintstones. What do you think of that? Now, were they uh, teenagers in that? No, they were kids. Ah. Do you it remember went, that Flintstones the when they were teenagers? Let the shine in, face it with a grin. Now, how are they Because Bam Bam just has Bam Bam. didn't make any sense. It was more Pebbles singing. She was singing it up here. I don't know. Maybe the Great Kazoo fucking was, you know, playing around. I can't remember. They were singing though. I believe it was them. It was in the it was in the show. Uh but I thought it was them. Thanks for all thanks for all your timestamps, the ends. I, I don't know why I don't end these things and then say <laughs> shit because I always come back to the one line. Thank you for the timestamps. Jolly Drew. Those timestamps oh my god. It takes a lot of fucking effort. I'm telling you, I'm fucking <laughs> searching through areas. And I go, when I look at, you know, I have the whole thing there and I'm editing. And I just, every time I edit, and this will be tomorrow when I'm doing this, and I sit there and I'm like, I don't shut the fuck up. I see my <laughs> fucking track and there's not a fucking space there. And then I see you and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'll see nothing, nothing, nothing. Then all of a sudden, a big section, I'm like, that's where Eric's book starts, because you have your fucking little blurb, and then oh, yeah. it's back to me fucking talking over you, like I always do. Like I always do, Eric. But that is the end of mail section number three. And off we go back to some books. Boom! Oh, sweetheart, 
that is what we're saying. America's sweetheart, here's an exchange. And we're back. Hey, Reggie. How you doing? Howdy. How's it going? How are you doing, my man? My main Excellent. man? Ah, oh, yes. Yes, this is the Reggie section of the podcast, and it's not going to be it's very a small long. Section, yeah. It's going to be very it's small, bit. kind of like Eric Shea, kind of like what? Eric Shea. What are you talking about? I just wanted you to talk. You, you get, went silent on us here. You're sleeping. Sleeping. I'm getting tired right it's now. It's late. It's twenty after eleven. You, it's tired. I don't. I do not feel well. I had a close talker right in my goddamn face today, <laughs> fucking telling me, uh, I got the head? worst chest cold. No, he just kept, he was right in my face. Sweaty and then the guy, that guy, Reggie. I'm telling you, Sweaty this guy, pop. he's retiring soon, actually. He keeps telling me this. And I do Does, think that when... Should start working before he retires? I, well, yeah. I think, and really, you could ask Eric. This but, guy uh, actually probably makes triple the money me and Eric make when he comes. I have to tell him how to do his fucking job, and it drives yes. me nuts. Uh, the, uh, but... I do think, and Eric would also agree, I think that by the time he retires, before that, I think he may ask me on a date at some yeah, yeah. point. Yeah. Oh, We're going to go and see a fucking Boston Red Sox game yeah. at some point with this guy for some I don't reason. know who this guy is. He's crazy. YOLO. You know what I mean? Yeah. YOLO. Maybe I'm he'll telling see you, YOLO is da- damn right. That's this also guy... why he doesn't give a shit if you get sick because he's like, what no. do I care? Yeah, I'm really. Like, I think he wants to cuddle with you. You are his only friend. I, I am. That's the thing. If everybody, like, I Seems do like try to be nice. Friend I try to be nice to people. I do. Uh, whether I hate them or not, I do try to be nice you to them. You almost punched a retard in the face this week. <sighs> yeah. With I was love. so angry. I was so angry. Just imagine, Reggie, you're in the bathroom, and you're just sitting in a stall. You're minding your own business. You may or may not be taking a crap at that moment because you ate at the buffet the day before and overate so much that it, you just can't get off the crapper. And you're sitting there. You're doing paperwork, as they say, at the office. And all of a sudden, this guy comes in. You have five fucking stalls in this bathroom. This guy comes in. He's got to sit right next to you in the next stall. I, he might as well open the stall and sit on my goddamn lap. So yeah. he comes in. First off, you see him walk in and peek through the stall so he knows uh, that it's you. Uh, uh, then he sits the down. Worst. And he sits down, and this is my impersonation of wrong turn in the stall. I'm going to get in the character. <sighs> He's in the stall next to me. <sighs> Woo! Ah! <laughs> 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 he does this. He does this. This is not a joke. He will, he will fake belch every second for minutes until, until you, you say, say something. something. And I'm sitting there. I have earphones in. I'm doing whatever. And you, then, uh, then it's this. It's the <coughs> woo. Ah, <laughs> uh, hey, woo. Ah, oh, uh, and it just continues. It goes on and on until you say something. Then you go. And this is me. What the fuck are you doing, Brian? Oh, is that you, Jim? You fucking asshole. I'm going to fucking kill you. And he does it all the time. I am telling you, I am running to the bathroom with a, a turd that's a scared turtle 
coming out. It, it wants to get the hell out of its prison. And I see Brian walk in, I'm done. I'll shit out back. I don't care. I'll join that fucking piece of shit and take a dump out back. It's so goddamn annoying. People don't like to get talked to when they're no, going to the bathroom. That. Some people do. Some people like to chat at the urinal. I'm like, this is not no, the time. You know what, you know what people want to do that? Are the people that nobody talks to and you are, you're a fucking prisoner. You're going to the bathroom. You can't move. And they start talking to you. Holding this guy though, hostage. Yeah, ask ask Eric though. He belches. Out, uh, it's the worst. Purposely, though, he swallows yes. air and burps. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, just God, sits God. there. He just like sits there. Like it's a red stick. It's like a yep. weird probably. And you you know what? And then here's what else happens because I'm telling you, if I sit here and I'll fake belch, you know, in a a minute going, then he starts gagging because he almost makes himself throw up. And then he oh, oh, and then he's yelling something, and he's fucking tapping on. And one time, Eric came in. I was in the stall. He was next to me. Eric came in, was washing his uh, fucking hands, and he thought that that Brian thought this was a glory hole, and he starts yelling, "Brian, what are you gonna tap your foot three times and fucking bang <laughs> on the wall?" Amazing. Now, tell, I'm telling you, last week, Reggie, I told you how I was like, uh, I snuck into the bathroom without him knowing. And I was in the last stall, yeah. and I was hiding behind the toilet. You scared him out in mid-shit. The thing is, he didn't know I was there. So he was, in his mind, there by himself. He was still doing stuff to amuse himself while he was taking shit. So he was actually, like, leaning behind him and banging on the wall behind the toilet, yeah. which is connected to the women's room. Like, eventually, I just had to pick up a roll of toilet paper and chuck it over top. And he, he, I did not hear any wiping. He just got up and ran away. He's wow. the worst. He's Amazing. the worst. And then he comes out, he, I'm telling you. He was just banging on the women's room on some porky shit? Was that what it was about? Or? I, know. I don't know what he was doing. He fucking sits yeah. there and just... Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> he just does that until you say something. And he doesn't care if you yell, whatever. I don't know why. Because every fucking break that the guy gets, if he gets three seconds, he's running back to talk to me and Eric. And, and his jokes are like, hey, girls, you're working? Yeah, we are. <laughs> gotcha. And then he walks away. Or he comes back, and we're in the warehouse. It's there, and he's like, what are you guys, cold? What? Gotcha. What? <laughs> he just walks away. Oh, I'm getting so sick of it. Yeah, well, the reason I almost punched him was he was making fucking nonsense noises to try to get me to help him do this thing that everybody can do on their own. And I had enough, and I started screaming at him. And then he's what like, kind oh, of noises? Uh, what, 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 what noises? Struggling like, noises. Yeah, like struggling noises. He's <clears throat> behind the thing, and he's like, ah, 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 I know exactly uh, what you're doing, and I wasn't fighting. <laughs> then I started yelling, and then I ended up helping him because I felt bad, and then he ran into this fucking bar and hurt himself. <laughs> oh, he's a fucking idiot. So, I, actually, I'm so lightheaded from doing those belches still. <laughs> it took it all out of me. Ah, oh, Reggie, what are your books? I, I just, I'm glad that at least you have two books this week. I'm telling you, both of those are, you know, pretty much better than anything I have. Yeah, they were mediocre. So. They were okay. not bad. Yeah. No, they're not bad. Although, I didn't get angry. I'll tell you, I'm going to be able to nitpick the shit out of both of them. But in the end, I, I was all right with them. But we'll go to the one I assume you want to do first, which would be yeah. Aquaman number That 14. would be Aquaman, yes. yes. Written by Dan Abnett, art by Philippe Briones and Gabe Altayeb. From the gentle shores it. of the Dead Sea to Rehoboth's crashing waves. <laughs> We are just like on you street sharks, right down to the dumb code names. Over sea and lakes and rivers, we're the best, most ugly team. 
We perform black ops for it's freedom. Funny, the U.S. <laughs> Aquamarines. Sliders. There we Very go. <laughs> I, I knew really it. appreciated the burp, the burp yes, box. Yes, did you like that? that burp box, right? Yeah, that was, that was the burp box. That was okay. Baby D's burp box. I learned that, that on a sweet. VHS tape. Uh, nice. Yeah. I, I I didn't mind this issue. Actually, I kind of liked it. Uh, for Did the I? stuff I had, this was you know pretty much pure out action. There is some this weird was stuff. A, over the top, not you know, and yeah. a lot of nonsense. You know, especially like the fact that you know we we've been waiting to have this second stage of the Aquamarines revealed now for I think two issues yeah. and. Yeah. The, the first page, there they are. There's all yeah. five of them with uh, their names and their code names, everything and about them. telling us that this is the second transformation. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just, yeah, shark up. Yeah, shark two. up. But the, the, fact, weird the thing. fact they were all these stupid, like the lionfish. Oh, that's what, that's what confused me. I, I actually so thought stupid. they were all sharks. And then all of a sudden so it starts. I'm like, we, and then also, you, you can't really have orca here. It throws or me off a little. Yeah, and yeah. Great White. The, those I'm are not good. These are my, these are my biggest right. problems. The Aquamarines like, why are you naming these all after villains that we already have? Yeah. Even if you go back to the old crime syndicate and old continuity, Barracuda was Aquaman's counterpart. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I'm telling you, I'm glad that I'm not the only dummy because I actually – I wasn't going to even mention it, but I really did. I'm like, why aren't they sharks? It, it kept saying like that they were <laughs> sharks, and, and most of them aren't. I'm like, what the hell? There's great white, but you got fucking Octo, and they look pretty cool, but they actually yeah. – anything that this reminds me of, this reminds me of a team that should have been that fucking piece of shit Aquaman and the Others book. This would have been a team that attacked them. <laughs> well, that that fucking piece actually, of crap. They would have fought, yeah, they would have fought the Others. They could have, yeah. This could have been their like evil – Evil mm-hmm. team, you know the bad guys. Yeah. But yeah, a, a little. I just I got a kick out of it, but it was a little silly, you know. Yeah, the thing is, as silly as it is, we've been waiting to see this. We kept talking about you this, have and it's instantly over. Yeah, it is, and they don't really do anything with it either. Like, no. like you would assume, for example, the specialist Gary Calejo, aka Lion, no, lion. Be a lion fish, and so he'd be poisonous, right? I think those yeah. fish are poisonous. Uh, that so. never so, comes into play. The, see, the octopus. All they do is shoot lasers. Fun. I yeah, wanted Puffer. Just, Where's Puffer? Yeah, I wanted Rockfish, Jim. Yeah. Do you know anything about Rockfish? Are they bad? Uh, or terrifying. I actually, I don't. The only thing I know about Rockfish is they're they're on there, and you you accidentally maybe step on them, but then they just like scuttle away. I thought, but yeah, no, I, no, that's one of the killer. reasons why Australia is terrifying. Really, I thought the yeah. Rockfish were just something. Maybe I didn't see them at, at some point. Well, if if you're that, you know, you look like a rock, so you don't get attacked. I I don't think you need that that much offensive abilities, but I, I guess I'm so, wrong. Yeah. I actually thought that uh, the one thing was Eric would get mad right away because it looks like they have the Japanese flag on their shoulder, and I know that he is against the Asians. So I no, thought, no, boy, thing, he's not going to like that. The thing that got me mad right away is not only do these characters you know, have the same name, names as other villains, they look like the other villains. Like Great yeah. White here, pretty much you put him in a goddamn suit. He is Great White. It's Great yeah, White. Except for the webbed fingers. But yeah, yeah. otherwise, even up to like the kind of weird person – but you know something is that you know that that great white came from that Dan Slott story, Living Hell, yeah. and Dan Slott is sort of a persona non grata around DC, so they've sort of not used him. They've been trying to, I think, well, we've had cover great up white that shark. character. We've had years. great white shark throughout All Star Batman and even Snyder's uh, Batman run. Also, oh, yeah. uh, great whites in um, what's it he's called? The, yeah, he's in that. All Star Batman. He's yeah, in the yeah. black and white guy with the, and freaking the black thing mask. that makes me laugh though, you have great white and orca here, and they seem to think like. 
okay, we'll just change them into male and female, reverse the sexes yeah, of each, and that doesn't matter. It's just I odd. I couldn't tell you what sex any of these people are. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. all yeah. fucking fish. Well, and humanoids. especially, it's just funny because fish hand jobs. two books from now, we'll be talking about Orca in Nightwing. It's just the worst timing to have <laughs> Orca be here that it's not the real, you know, it's yeah, not the same the Orca. Used to, you know, it's like Orca is out yeah. all the time. And then all of a sudden now, but I just, I... They were fun though. They were they were fun enough. But then you go, and now you're going to get our Joanna Stubbs deal, where she's going to find out her dad was killed. How does she know it's her dad? Tell uh, me. You see him? That guy's head was blown off. That is oh, a body right, yeah. without Coral a fucking head. How does she recognize him? She's like, oh my god, my dad. What she notices his fucking shoes. A, no, a no, name, no. Tag? name tag? On. No, they they don't know it's that. I'm telling you, it's so. I don't think they thought that because then they start talking like, "Who? What the hell happened? Oh, it was a signal. It was coral. That that guy's head was completely destroyed." And yeah. I don't. It's just weird. I think that they should have said, "Listen, we, we have this guy down here. We we were told he told us his name was Stubbs. Is there a relation?" And I, I still don't know that she would know it's him, though she knows he's part of Nemo. Uh, yeah, which she that's put how two she and two together, but yeah, you're I right. Guess, but its head looked like a yeah. pile of brown hamburger or something. Yeah. and also I like this. It's like, oh my God, my dad. How did he die? Well, I think he lost his head. That's how he died. His fucking head got blown off. Uh, but yeah, I actually thought this was going to be the deal where you know she was going to either reveal that she all along has been undercover Nemo or whatever, but it goes a weird way because she needs to be comforted. <laughs> Aquaman gets Merc to do it. He's yeah, a fucking no, piece of funny. shit. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it's and weird, though. This whole reveal, though, we don't do anything with Joanna Stubbs except for saying, no. hey, here's your father. He's dead now. Yep. Merc. Take care of her. It's that almost like it. you you have to, like we had said even about uh, in Green Lanterns with Sam Humphreys, it seems like in Rebirth they are really, like, they'll they'll do something clever and then spend another two issues explaining that thing that was clever before. Even like I said earlier when we were talking off the, the air about, uh, what's his name, about Condiment King. In the yeah, Batman. Yeah. Like, you, you never have a thing, because this, all this seems to me is to remind us that she had a dad in Nemo. We know yeah. this. We, we know this already, and I the reaction that we get is not connection. enough. She, but, she's the human yeah. connection, so like, you know, Atlantis is at war with America, with the land right now, yeah. because of this war orchestrated by Nemo. She's the human connection within the world of Atlantis, yeah. I think, yeah. just to give us that little touch that you know the that there can be a chord between these two totally well, different and races. her dad and also dead, for the comic relief of Merck being that's unable what i'm saying to, that that's or, what well, you're mainly getting here yeah. is this comic relief where he's like Merck's like huh you know life can be pretty brutal and then she yells you're a tower of strength like, <laughs> really <laughs> this is what lie. we got here really martin and weird. lewis they are not here uh, it's just crazy what if though. i play them off what if i go dun, 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 then, then that's okay if you go, <laughs> he's going, young, young, young with his collar. If you, see him, like, if you see him shrug and just smile like, oh, right. what are you yeah. going to do? He gives a shrug. Yep. Oh, and then it's like, that's so Merc. And then you go. <laughs> and I'm like, you just don't, you don't get much of a reaction with Joanna and, and her dad. Much anything. 
No, but the other thing that's funny Although to me. she is British, don't forget. That's she probably, is. She didn't no say emotions. crikey. I'm amazed she didn't say crikey when she saw her headless dad. Some things are too serious. <laughs> yes, that is true. Crikey is only for those lighthearted things like Ray Delane blowing up a fucking embassy. Uh, <laughs> the, they go then, and the other thing about this issue that, again, I will spell out. I actually like this issue. I yeah, like well. most of what happened, but the, there's just little things, like you said, Reggie, that you would nitpick. I have a problem. One of the problems is you keep getting these things aquamarines acquiring entry point estimated time and it, it meant nothing to me i'm like come on get the fuck to aquaman i want to see what's going on you're not building tension we know they're going to get there and and we'll see what happens uh in the meantime you have uh what's her name uh Car how do you say it karcher karcher uh, uh, you know, returns and she's all banged up. And even that, he's like, "Listen, you got to." Aquaman says, "You got to go get some, you know, R and R here. You got to get some medical attention." No, I need to fight. Yeah, Carcharador. Carcharador. It's funny. I look. I look at that name and I don't even want to spell it out. But yeah, she nope. was the one who was on the uh, the sea grave. And the thing, I hope Reggie, you were going to point this out that we did say she. They're they're Atlanteans. They're on. They're in a underwater vehicle. Uh -huh. It gets yeah. bombed, and she says, "Who? Luckily, some of us got out in life pods. Why? You breathe Why? underwater. That's all. I just sat down. I looked at that. I'm like, really, guys? You, you got think, out yeah. in life pods? You just yeah. swim out that hole? The, the rest of them died. That, that, the, that, the, that the interiors of these you know, craft are, are, have water in them. Water. I guess that's you not true. Assume. I guess it's ridiculous. You would yeah, assume. They should. Yep. Now I, I understand that you know the thing explodes. You're going to have some you know injuries and things like yeah. that. But to actually, you are in a le this would be like me and you in a car and we we hit a curb and then we bounce out in in life pods out of the yeah, car. Exactly. And then, cars, I, the, you know, yeah, like and then <laughs> the car, <laughs> and then cars. I open the door, and then I'm like gasping for air. <laughs> <gasps> oh, okay, oh. I can breathe. We're fine <laughs> now, Reggie. It's so ridiculous. It really is. Yeah, I'm like, really? Silly. I also like, so we also see the Aquamarines, you know, this black ops squad. They're coming to assassinate Aquaman, and they enter <laughs> Atlantis through this giant church window. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> could, could you be any more obvious? They're literally coming into the biggest stained glass window in the huh, middle of the You know, place. they're all for they, They've been practicing for their grand entrance. I yeah, know. They're, they're there for, like you said, they're black ops and they just they go through. They might well smashed in through the fucking yeah. window. I don't think they had any intel of how to get there. They just said <laughs> Aquamarines go, pointed in the direction. They went off because even the point before that, they're just going down Main Street Atlantis. Yeah. They're just they're swimming through. They're, they're just swimming right down you know yeah, i mean yeah. really the smartest way to do this would be to park right above atlantis right <laughs> yeah yeah and oh, then yeah. go down at the straightest line but yeah, it goes down straight no they go through they probably stop for fucking coffee <laughs> fucking you know <laughs> down main street they they heard yeah. that they have uh downtown promenades they wanted to check out sure, and yeah Yes, and the, the problem though is at this point Aquaman is talking to you know the leaders, the the other guys, and he he's told, listen, you know what, you're not a really good, you're not a strong leader, Aquaman, yeah. and he's like, oh, what do you what mean? Did you say? Yeah, and it didn't really get to go very far because that's when the Aquamarines show up. And to me, I wanted to see some kick-ass Aquamarine abilities. You're damn right. But they shoot lasers. That's yeah. what they do. Lasers. So and that's basically, the other thing too. again, black ops squads. And I mean, lasers. These look like more like concentrated fucking fire blasts. <laughs> yes. like, okay. like star not, fires it's, it's, on this. It's, it's not another, subtle. 
I say though, it's another nitpick, but they they shoot all these lasers and they kill this one higher up in Atlantis who pushes Aquaman out of the way. And when we see them come through, none of them are holding guns. No. No, oh, right. I don't know what's going on with them. And well, like you said, they have these really cool... I mean, cool... this thing on Orca's shoulder and then this thing on it... Uh, yeah, I, mean, is, I don't know what... Possibly? They seem to have shoulder guns. Okay, I can see what you're saying. The, there, the issue, though, like idea. we said, you have Orca. You're, you're already setting up. You have a pretty cool... Now we said it. It's Orca that you got some craziness. But you do have a pretty cool you know, character design. You have it... You know, these things could be pretty cool, like, side... Fucking imagine X if they came out. Eric would buy some of these. I don't know. No, but I'm not buying the Aquaman. I'm telling you though. But these guys are the the Star Wars cantina aliens. Oh, yeah. They're, they're yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you expect to see some yeah. really unique and and really cool abilities in they, play they, where they happen. Introduce every single one on that page. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I really expected each one of them was going to show why they're why they're named this. Why are they yeah. different? Yeah, only the, only the octopus really does anything yeah. of worth. Just the tentacle now, thing. again, why does Rock hit one of the Atlantean higher-ups, the guy, the guy who's in charge Shamu. of the monsters, and say, fuck you, Shamu? I'm like, but but Orca's over there. Why yeah, Orca's there. I actually Orca? thought that, too. You have a killer whale. You yeah, you have a killer whale. You have a killer whale there, and you, you trash talk. Fuck you, Shamu. I want Orca to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I can hear you over here, you son of a bitch. It's just weird. It, the whole thing seemed off with the, like, the Aquamarines were kind of forced into this, and Dan Abnett well, wasn't weird, that though. hip they were, on they were it. They forced in, but they've been setting them up for I two know. issues now, and I, I was really excited to see them. Yeah, and I did. we got nothing from it. We get a fucking brief fight, a brief fight scene where Mara comes in and pretty much just wrecks out well, fight over the locked up. Actually, gun. I like it even before because Aquaman's big ploy is to run. At one point, yeah. I'm like, you fucking pussy, Aquaman, because he just hightails it the fuck out of there. And then it's his thing to kind of narrow the deal down to fight them. But still, he hightails it out. He fucking his tail between his legs and goes off. But then, yeah, Mara shows up and, you know, I it's like okay. Sword, yeah. Yeah, when Mara shows up, though, it's pretty badass. Plus, she's been being so coy. I mean, she was even hiding in the other room in that other yeah. scene. Yeah, just like, eavesdropping. You know, eavesdropping yeah. on people. She's been so weird for the last few issues. She has, her, even like, in this, even in this issue, she seems a little weird, doesn't she? Like, yeah. maybe something else is going on. She seems a little off. But, yeah, uh, they're just fighting. Mara's and then all hell's breaking loose. And then Aquaman has to stop. Uh, and, I, again, I hate that I don't know these guys by name. But there's, the, you know, the uh, the monster handler. I forget his name, but he oh, has this uh, big. Uh, yeah, yeah. He has this big, you know, Biss. fucking. The Kraken is getting is unleashed on on Biss. Great White. Biss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Aquaman uses his, you know, telepathy to to call it off and says, "Listen, there's no more death. We're not going to do this." But still manages to punch fucking Great White right in the fucking now, face. When, when Great White has Aquaman and he's about to bite down on, did you have that recollection of the Justice League versus Suicide yeah, Squad when Krilla yeah. Croc did the same yep, thing and then same broke his deal. goddamn teeth? Yep, same I was deal. I for that, and yeah. then this monster showed up, and then we have to have the telepathy, which we have not seen Aquaman do in a long-ass no. time besides for the Justice League Suicide Squad. No, he hasn't Squad. done it as we much. We need to have it here for a force setup for what we're going to deal with yeah, later. Yeah, because then we go, and this is where Aquaman has this whole thing, too, that makes me laugh. He's like, well, it, they're... Everybody's gathered, like Merck's there, Mara, Mara's there, Mara, and uh, they're going. And then Aquaman's kind of like, well, you know what? 
This is what people do. They send black ops operations to kill the leaders. I can't blame them for this. Know. That was so silly, man. Yeah. It was just like, oh, we're good with that. That's yeah. fine. That's what, All's fair in love and war. Like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. he goes with that. <laughs> but this is fish one. monsters after you assassinate you, boy. Get out yeah, of really. God damn it. Maybe, yeah. he felt, maybe he felt like, you know, he was touched by their gesture. He was like, oh, they said, you know, fish monster. I'm, they even I'm they genetically monster. made an entire squad to yes, kill me. I, I mean think. something to them. I'm yeah. a big shot. Go maniac. I'm it. But, yeah, at, at this point, that's where you get the force thing. You had to remind everyone, you know, because nobody knows that Aquaman has telepathy with, with sea life. So you yeah. have to have that because that's what you see that Nemo uh has that that's how they use the coral yep. thing they they have weapons that can simulate aquaman's ability um i don't know how Aqua that's telepathic spelled. blast yeah. and the funny thing is this is where it starts to get where like one plus one isn't equaling two in my mind really you're like oh telepathy blast but what does this have to do with the coral? And what did it tell the coral? You know what I'm saying? There's there's weird things hey, with this. Good enough, you know. And then, well, I mean, good enough. And then it, all of a sudden, you can also, uh, you know, track it. You, you can go. It's it's See, so that was weird. Far fetched to me. I'm That's you, what I I'm saying. It starts Aquaman to go. Can use, like has this aqua telepathy. He can control. Since when is he able to track the same signal? Like, yeah, he he, he seems to be able to reverse engineer the yeah. signal and take it back to its source. I'm telling you, what are now, they saying you, that if, this? If you if you want to introduce that power, I'm all cool with it. Set the fucker up. Just yeah. don't throw it at you and say this oh, no, is how I just saw everything. He set this his like his uh, technology lady to do what the hell's her name? Yeah, he uh, he sends her off. She learns what it is, but then yeah. she says, "All right, we're gonna learn, we're gonna use your telepathy as a way to track." Oh, and she gets the data. And I see. And I, I looked at it like she went and processed the data, but I guess she just brings some yep. the data. He looks at it, and that's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay. telling you, and I, I, I really do. I hate the fact that I don't know all these people's names. These names are nonsense. They really are. You have all these fucking. Uh, yeah. I'm you, so, this is worse than trying to know all the Green Lanterns in the universe. It's Remember, like it's it's like learning my kids' names, Eric. I I can't do that. Sure, you know I get me. You. It is a chore. But, yeah, it, it's the whole thing. Then Aquaman goes on a big thing. He's like, hey, I'm going to talk to everybody in Atlantis. Hey, Atlantis, listen, I know we got attacked. I know that I've been promising you that we're going to have peace with the surface world, whatever. You know what? I'm going to make it right. If I don't, eh, I'm not king anymore. I like right well, this seems like help. something and that if, no. If you don't make it right, they might drop a fucking nuclear bomb yeah. on this yeah. city. You I'm know like, what I mean? like, well, that's that's what happens when you don't make it right. It uh, actually uh, seemed to me like before you uh, is that they would see this, and you'd have that moment like in a movie where everybody's like standing there watching somebody say, "Stay calm," and that the minute yeah. it's over, they all start fucking running like yeah. maniacs. I'd be out of there. I'd I'd be out of Atlantis right now. I'd be done. Well, I, I'm telling you, I'm reading this book. Aquaman goes on the live feed throughout Atlantis. He's telling all the Atlantis is this thing. I'm going to try to make this right. If I don't, I'm going to step down as king because maybe I am not strong enough to lead everybody. Mm -hmm. And everybody is shocked who's watching this. And now, do you see the scene in the book where everybody is like shocked when they're seeing this? Yep, yeah. I'm there right now. Looking at it right now. You got all this Atlantean garb. And there's one guy standing there in normal clothes in a backpack right up front. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> I oh, see man. him. Uh, <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> I'm just like, why He's is he dressed like a normal person? Everybody yeah. else got this fucking eccentric garb on. Everything. That's almost I'm, like I'm, Terry McGinnis or something, even you yeah. know. Come in from fucking I, I just stared at this guy. I'm like, why? He's are like you one of here? he's like one of those idiots that when you find out they were uh, backpacking and end up in Iran, 
and then yeah. get fucking arrested. He just happens to be it's backpacking. Like, He's finding himself. It's the summer between the, the ocean. It's the yeah. summer between freshman year and junior. Though he's just finding it. It's a sophomore year's coming, Eric. He's gonna go back to school. He flunked no, out no. though. I, I watched American Werewolf in London. You don't do that shit. Yeah, uh, I like the guy right behind him, the big fat guy with the fucking Bluetooth thing on. Him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks like he belongs. This guy just know. looks like Joe he does. Schmuck. You don't get the whole thing, but it looks like he's holding a shell. <laughs> Uh, it looks like a turtle shell. Or that's something. Atlantean yeah. currency, man. Come on. I don't know what he's doing, turtle shell. But yeah, that's when Mara's like, "Hey, listen, you can't do that, Arthur. You know what? You know, he's like, "Hey, I'm serious, almost as serious as when I asked you to marry me." And again, there's a lot of like callouts to remind you of what's going on. Uh, but yeah, he's gonna follow this signal, and he follows that motherfucker right back to Black Mana. And it, yeah. it is funny because at this point, it, Blackjack is is starting to. Uh, it have some doubts i think about about black manor like he's too into this a and too too yeah, yeah. yeah she's trying to control the world not destroy the yeah world. this actually reminds me of like you said like me and eric actually said like with a vampire invasion like they're not going to kill everybody because then you don't have anybody to Ooh, do anything yeah. with yeah. so yeah. this is what it seems like she's like jesus christ this guy's going to kill everyone and then what are we gonna we're going to rule each other and uh she's starting to get some doubts but yeah there he is and aquaman just comes fucking in pissed off and it looks like goddamn final page yeah yeah he he is pissed i like to as he jumps now this makes sense he's he's reasoning as he's going but it's awesome that last page is awesome i like the art throughout i think the art is very good it seems Uh, to pick up here at the end a lot yeah you know but yeah it is good throughout the whole thing and it's funny, we nitpick so much, uh, but I like it. I actually like it for, for just the action and, and that sort of thing that it's I just... just that, it's like we set up the... I'm telling you, the Aquamarines better have something to do later on in this arc because we spent like two issues setting them, them up to do nothing, yep. and then we just threw this goddamn like, you know, I don't backtracking aquatelepathy out of nowhere. So I would like to like leave some like setup for other things that will, than what we got. Yeah. We got too much set up for one thing and then not enough for another. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually thought if they would have actually developed the Aquamarines, maybe gave them a better name to the Aquamarines, <laughs> but if they would have developed them more so and actually like. the setup actually would have paid off towards what was going on, you know, what we got and whatnot, it would have been okay then. We could have had like, half of an issue with them. I would have loved to have seen are, are crazy abilities. Thinking, are we What's all thinking that? the Aquamarines are going to team up with Aquaman to stop Nemo at some point? Are we all the same thing that you think? It's uh, weird maybe, because maybe. I thought that somehow he was going to go talk to them in this issue, but him just leaving now, I don't know. It, it yeah, seems know. like maybe we Mara might never Joanna see them again. Goes to the American embassy and says, well, please help us. Well, like, yeah. This is the situation. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know if he's just going to fight Black Manna and then say, hey, the look, end. it was Black <laughs> Manna. The end. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then actually he'll step in front of Black Man of Blast. He'll save the president, and then everything's good there because we've That's learned yeah, if, if you save somebody, it doesn't matter what you did before. You're a good guy. <laughs> Freaking bravo! But yeah, what outlaw, did you give it? Outlaw, no more. No, no more outlaw. What, do, uh, what did you like give? Like I said, I, we, I nitpicked the crap out of it, and you know when I really when I looked at it I, and added it up, I felt like I didn't like this issue. But in the end, I thought it was all right, and I yeah, had a I good time. Yeah, and if this if, the, if this arc ends in like Two issue, two more issues tops. I think it's been well timed, well paced. Yeah. Really, nothing wrong with it. So I gave it a seven point five out of ten. Uh, I would give it a seven. I, I like the art, uh, the story. There is a lot of nonsense involved. 
but as a whole, I didn't mind because at the end, he's about to fight Black Mana. I've been wanting that for this yeah, whole right. time. And yeah. it's one of those two where most of the time when Aquaman and Black Mana are fighting, it's the opposite, where Black Mana shows up pissed off and, you know, yeah, oh, my dad right, and all right, this. Right away this, in disguise. Yeah, this is opposite. This is Aquaman showing up fucking ready to kick ass. And I do. Now, I will say... I hear other podcasts and, and I read other people talking, and boy, they put this book on a pedestal out of nowhere. Oh I don't understand. I've seen it. that too. That, uh, no. that I wouldn't do. It, it's no. cool. You know, it's, it's good. Cool book, okay, book. Yes, yeah. it's okay. It, it, I like it. It's okay to good. This is not a great book. Um, I do think that some of the people who didn't read um, the New 52 are trying to grab onto that whole thing of when Aquaman and Jeff Johns was doing it. They're like, oh, man, Aquaman's cool again. And Aquaman – I, I really do think they're trying to grab onto that like that sort of thing, that magic that went on. Uh, but it's not really here. It really isn't. And really, if you, you really want to nitpick – this story, besides Black Manor being involved, we saw three times during the New 52. Uh, but it's good. It's not great, well, though. We've been just, dealing with yeah. the story arc from the get-go. 14 yeah. issues already of the same story. Yeah. And we had the whole splinter groups, uh, you know, terrorist deal. We had all this in the New 52 when they were... They, Jeff Johns set out that whole thing. He had the throne of Atlantis. And really, for the rest of the New 52, after he left at issue 25... Uh, they kind of just tried to get their own way, but never did. It was still no. always relying back on that throne of Atlantis. This still is doing it. This still is. This is almost throne of Atlantis part two to me. And it just, it's not great, but it's good. I like the action. I love the art. So yeah, I'd give it a seven. What would you give it there? Uh, I was leading towards a seven, but like we're talking about it again. I probably You're going down, myself aren't down. You? I am going down, but not by much because I still did enjoy this issue. It's not a great book, though. It's still okay. I don't hate reading it. I give it a 6.8 out of 10. All right. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not not bad. bad. Well, the next book that you're going to talk about, Reggie, I kind of had the same idea about it. It yeah, was okay. Yeah, same kind of thing. I was yeah. annoyed by one major problem. Hey, but if uh, you overall. like Harley... Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know this one is one of those where I could legitimately say that if you love Harley, you'll love this book. It seems a little off on that deal, but seems to be like set for people who haven't been in the Harley to kind of jump in. I don't know, but go, Reggie. Because there was a lot of backstory. It was Harley yeah. Quinn number 11 written by Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, art by John Timms and Hi-Fi. Finally, the long-teased meeting between Harley Quinn and the Joker – who appears in one-fifth of the issue. The rest of it is a date with Red Tool, who acts like a spurned boyfriend while facing off against some underworld Lovecraftian evil. Also, the Joker has a weird limp haircut. I'm not sure how I feel about that. But since there wasn't a ton of development in regards to why he's come to Coney Island in the first place, I suppose we'll find out why later. Nice. Nice. And you know what's weird? On the cover, he doesn't have that weird haircut. So what the hell? No. I don't know what's going on. Just bugging yeah. me out. Uh, you you can talk about this issue. I was say, what, what, is, what is there to say? Sure. So yeah, uh, before you go, actually, before you go, I will say that I said to Eric, I started reading this, and it, it's not oversized, right? It's not an oversized no. issue, is no, it? No, no. Why is it? Why did it seem to take me forever to get through? Uh, I mean, I read I Aquaman. Really about it. So little happens, but there's, oh there's a lot of reading. There's, yeah, because so, Aquaman, so, so, I was I'll, done I'll in maybe two just seconds. Say at the outset. The hallmark thought... of this issue is that there's a lot of character development with Red Tool. Yeah, there and, is. Like a little bit with Harley, and you're really seeing what she's dealing with and whatever. And if, that, if that's what you want and need, I guess I like. I really like how Red Tool has gone from 
you know, we've said this before, but being from what I really thought was a one note joke that we'd never see again to being like a fairly yeah. decent character, yeah, you know, I like, that I, that I, I, I like reading about, you know, so it's, that's a cool transformation, but this book was kind of a slug, a lot of it. Yeah, you know what I mean? it, it just yeah, it took me forever. Did always have a robotic arm? Yeah, that was oh, so... Well, yeah, I thought no, he did, right? That's the arm. No, that's the arm that got sewed on from the... Really? No, no, I didn't, no, it's I, the other arm. Yeah, oh, I, I thought he had no, the other arm was robotic was the whole time. I was like, I never knew that until this issue when he got buck-ass yeah, naked as banana I hammock. Think, I actually think oh, that... Oh, right, we, right, there it is. Yeah, and then, oh, there's the jerk off arm. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that the jerk off arm. arm. I actually yeah. I mentioned it the one time because I thought it looked like a Winter Soldier's arm. I yeah, thought it was yeah. kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, Joker, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Mm. go on, Reggie. Go hey, on. Anyway, Joker, <laughs> Harley shows up at home. The Joker's waiting for her. He's being very weirdly polite. She tells him to leave. Yeah. He actually leaves. You know, he yeah. actually doesn't fuck around and says, "All right, well, meet me over by the Brooklyn, the uh, New York Aquarium, which is right down." The uh, boardwalk Ooh. at Brighton Look at Beach. Mr. New York over here. Is that an actual aquarium or is it fucking it a bunch of dioramas? Aquarium. They got dioramas there and fucking well, piss me off. I'll tell you something about, well, since, since you asked, and I did notice that you asked about it, the yes. aquarium used to be at the southern end of Manhattan. <laughs> oh. But, but Robert Moses, parks developer, moved it because he wanted to build a bridge that would have gone from the southern tip of Manhattan to Staten Island. Really? That. That I cannot believe it. it. <laughs> yeah, it would have been ridiculous. But, you know, people, people, you know, shouted that down. They protested. That was sort of the beginning of the end of him as a parks department guy. Why but everybody last... hates Staten Island? I mean, jeez. Well, that's sort of a crazy bridge to build, you know, and uh, very expensive. It would have obliterated downtown. There would have been no Broadway. But uh, he left that. He he wouldn't bring the uh, aquarium back was a, sort of his spiteful thing. It really is in the ass end. Any tourist to come to New York. It takes you hours to get there. No one would ever visit it. Well, I'm not going. Place. But yeah, it is here's the thing: Camden Aquarium in Camden, New Jersey. Yeah. I'm not going to Camden either. You don't, well, you don't go to Camden. I'll tell you two Absolutely things not. here. Now I have two things to tell you. Uh, the one is we, my wife's aunt and uncle used to live in New York, and we'd go there all the time. And not once did I ever hear anybody mention the aquarium. We went to every. I'm telling you, we went to the Natural History live? Museum tons of times, and uh, yeah. And it it, no matter where they lived in Manhattan, it would have taken them two, yeah. two and a half hours. To yeah, I, they so, never, sorry. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Now, the <laughs> other story I have is for years, uh, my family were members of the Camden Aquarium. Now, also, Ooh, I want to tell you is they, they play it smart, Reggie. It's not called the Camden Aquarium. Have you ever seen the, what it's actually called? It's well, called the Adventure called. Aquarium because uh, there's no fucking way they're going to put Camden in I that fucking name. But I remember the first year, we we ended up having a a membership and my wife was like oh it's gonna be so great the adventure aquarium I, I don't care what the fucking they're calling it or painting it this is Camden and the adventure we went is around the, is yes right on the oh street. it was an adventure like because adventure. here's the thing we went and where we used to go and Eric would hate it because we would go on holidays and we'd go on wow. say Easter and yeah. Eric would hate it because. A lot of Asians there then, and not a lot. We would go because it would be very you – know, we don't really celebrate Easter, so we would go to the aquarium. There weren't a lot of people there. Uh, that's what Eric would say because he doesn't consider them people. There would be a lot oh, of right. Asians that did not celebrate Easter. But we're mm-hmm. on the way, and I'm telling Tanya, I'm like, it's, I'm telling you, we're going to see some bad shit here. This is Easter Sunday at like, I don't know, at, at so 7 in the morning. What are those Asians doing? 
It's at 7 in the morning. We go through Camden to get there because it's in Camden. And we saw two separate people on the ground, guns drawn, fucking police with a gun wow. to their head, fucking getting cuffed. And my, she started crying. She was crying because it was so bad that my kids are like, what the fuck? Are we, yeah. What are we, in a war zone? It's one of the most what horrible this... places, definitely in the north. Oh, it was the worst. It was the worst. We got lost in Camden uh, one night late, like maybe oh, 1 a.m. Uh, when Ethan was born, my, my 15-year-old alive? son, and he was taken to the children's hospital. So we had to go there. And we, st- we went to drive home, and then we went to go back. Uh, and we got lost and ended up in Camden, and it was not good. It was not good at all. Yeah. I don't know why we're talking about this. That's why we're moving and... Weird Science Studios. Yes, anyway, so Camden. They make a date to meet there the next day at noon, and uh, Red Tool bumps into him outside. He acts all, hey, yo, I'm a, you know, I'm hey. a, a boyfriend over here. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, Joker's like, no, I love when Joker's backing away, too. He's, like, bumping into everybody. Yeah, everybody. He doesn't care. For the way he's acting in Harley's place, though, it seems that Arkham has finally done him some good because he's not fucking insane. He's pretty polite. And, you know, like, hey, I just want to talk. Meet me here, whatever. If you don't, I know it's over. And even she spells it out when Red Tool then goes from here and goes in and says, hey, what the fuck's going on with the Joker? I saw him. And she says, you know what? He was here. He could tell I was uncomfortable that he was in the house. So I'm like, what the fuck's going on with this guy? Uh, And then Red Tool takes his clothes off. Yeah, well, before that is... I'm telling you, I don't know what's sexier, either Red Tool and his undies or Harley eating a fucking banana. She's there eating a goddamn banana, and uh, Red Tool then, like, I like, she's like, I need to take my mind off of things, and he's like, okay, let's fuck. He just goes nude, yeah, ready, and she right just laughs point. at him. Yeah, yeah. Holy he has the, hoagie hammock. Holy hoagie yeah, hammock. She doesn't, at least she doesn't say his dick is small, right? It's a hoagie. That's well, a she dick. starts laughing then, so that I is well, true. I mean, it's, it is sort of funny. When well, you, he's in good shape. Right? He's yeah. in good shape, and his, his hoagie hammock in the front does have a hammer on it. I know. I know. Where, where do you get the hammer? Uh, the hammer's my penis. Yes. Awesome. The hammer is my penis. But yeah, then it goes on, and this is where you see the political side of it. And again, it's and okay. Gonna... It's okay. It reminds yeah. me a lot of when, when I took over the book from you, Eric, that it was a lot of this, and I think that's actually what they're hinting at when, later when the lady shows up. Yep. It's like, oh, you're, you know, the last guy, you, you were scot-free because you didn't, you know, get involved and shit like that. It's funny, though, because he won't get the hint that she's like, hey, you don't want to know about this. Oh, really? You know, I might want to know. Yeah, no, no, no. no. You don't want to know. Depressing. Yeah, but go on, Reggie. You, you talk about it. Uh, all right. Well, I guess when we get to the mayoral part, we kind of develop that a little more. And I liked it because now it's all sort of coming together where now he knows that the chief is working with Harley. He's going to obviously mm-hmm. exploit that. And you're right. This beef has been sort of lurking in the background the whole time I've been yeah. reviewing it, which now is like, God, almost you know, is it's it, a long time, a year and a Boy, half or yeah. something like that. And yep. uh, you had it before me. So this has just been sort of like New York City establishment is has always been against Harley. And that's the way it should be, you know. Agreed. That Plus, there's sort of a, uh, there's sort, yeah, that's right, and uh, you know, stuff the beavers, but uh, yeah, we sort of see a creepy meeting between these two also in the mayor's yeah, office. Yeah. Yep. Then they go back to Madame, whatever her name, Madame Macabre's wax house to go to the. And what's funny is I had kind of forgotten that they passed this door. Yeah. God, seven issues ago. Yeah, it was I mean, a while ago. This was the end of that, of that opening rebirth arc. Yeah. Yeah, and we. Yeah, and it was so funny because they went by that door, and 
we started yelling like we're never gonna fucking see this again. Like it was such an out of nowhere yeah, call out. They don't that... drop anything. These guys, I'm telling you. Like, no, I'm, as soon are we gonna see the because, shoes again? Because remember all those shoes when they went down here. But I'm telling you. Freaking uh, Harley just wants to get her mind off the Joker. Hey, let's go check out that chain door. I'm like, holy yeah. shit, really? There's also a yeah. weird thing. The, the whole scene where she says this and then says to the red tool, hey, what what can you get to, you know, what tool do you use to cut in chain? And he goes, two panels <laughs> explaining, oh my God, the, you know what? You can use this. You can use that. I'm like, well, really? He's a tool what? nerd. You know I know I mean? he is. Thing. I'm not. I don't know that yeah, many no. people that are. And it just, again, it was funny because it did show you that he is into tools like this. Like, it's not just a name that he is into them. But it was yeah. just a weird scene that you had to go that far into it. But they, they head down. Continue, my friend. They end, up, they end up using the tool of multiple grenades attached yeah. to a chain. Yeah. He does a cool thing with this uh, Phillips said where he throws it to pull the pin out. Yep. They blow the thing. I mean, it's not even the door isn't even off the hinges. I think it's just vanished. They go it's into gone. what's yeah, obviously a dank, horrible cavern of you know misery and evil. Uh, yeah. And there it is at the bottom. It's this weird uh, purple evil. That's the thing. Yeah. When, we first, when we first see the tentacles take Red Tool, I'm like, are we dealing with a ghost octopus? Yeah, down it in? looks it like a seems like see-through. Yeah, it's like a Cthulhu-type craziness thing. That's that, how yeah. I took it. And yeah. I guess, you know, when you think about it, underground where there's no light, uh, it yeah, probably I, would I have, it yeah. might be white, you know? Yeah. Uh, it throws them in like this gelatinous stomach. And then Harley, once again, Harley turns out to be an acrobat on par with Dick Grayson. I'm not, I feel like as the series has gone on, her acrobat, her yeah. acrobatics have gotten more and more pronounced. Where that's basically like one of her powers is she can, yeah, more or less yeah. fly, flip, do whatever the hell she do wants. whatever she wants. She, she uh, can do it. Yeah. You're crazy. Yeah, and then really. this this monster comes and goes fuck. so fast. It's like hard. I, I feel like the whole thing took them like thir- three minutes. You know, yep. she throws grenades in its face, worst, blows it up. They're done. All of a sudden, it's nine o'clock in the morning, though. Like, <laughs> what have we been doing? I guess yeah, the cavern is time. long. Maybe they had walked down this dead yeah. cavern. It, and they were fighting out. a jello monster. I mean, that takes a lot of time, right? I think it, it took was like almost, 120 It was over two seconds. pages. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, again, it, it's okay. Right? Yeah. It, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just, you know, kind of goofy. The time progression is all. Uh, I, the whole I know. thing seemed pointless except for the, like I say, the development of Red Tool. Yeah. And his feelings for Harley and like some of his demeanor and like his attitude and his protectiveness of her, you know. And, and for uh, when they eventually get back to this cavern in another seven issues. Yeah. yeah when I they know. go for yeah. the shoes at that point. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, basically up to this point is that we know that Red Tool had a crush on her, but he obviously feels something more deeply for her. And that's yeah. what this whole issue was meant to show. Also, you know, to just show that Joker is in town. Yeah, and then when it ends, Joker's waiting, and Joker looks like he legitimately is going to kind of try to make things right. Uh, where I don't like this at all is Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor at that one point where they did have, and they do have the editor's note here where it says, uh, and she keeps saying, I told you what I wanted at Arkham. And people did really like that, where she went back yeah. to Arkham and pretty much he beat the shit yeah, out of yeah. him. She beat the shit out of him like, fuck you. You fucking used and abused me all this time. I'm going to take it out on you. Don't you fucking get – it actually shocks me that they're going back. Now, it does – go in well with the rebirth legacy and things like that. It actually shocks me that they even went this way 
just because of where this Harley is. And But they end up okay because there's Joker, but he's got flowers there. He's waiting at the aquarium, and Red Tool shows up. And I do think that if – obviously, Red Tool and is – After he changes her alarm clock, that's yes. the thing, is that, yeah. that she's sleeping. He changes her. Yes. So she is – he cares He about makes her. her miss this meeting because yes. he wants to meet the Joker. And I don't know about you guys. Uh, obviously, Red Tool is an amalgam of Deadpool. This yeah, is the most Deadpool I think he he has ever been when he shows up with the Joker and starts talking like the, oh definitely the actual dialogue is pure yeah, no. it's pure I just Deadpool. Saw Deadpool here instead I'm of telling Red you Tool. because before it was just kind of like oh you know it, it's funny because it's like a parody and and yeah. whatnot but they were really pushing more even in this issue like you said where he was going about the ways to cut the the chain. They were really pushing him kind of away from that. Like, okay, he's his own guy. Yeah, he has this, you know, character development that you keep mentioning, Reggie. That, and then all of a sudden he goes here with the Joker, and he yeah. is pure Deadpool. And I liked it though. I thought it was funny, and I do I, like the fact that he is not afraid of Joker one goddamn bit. He really well, isn't. But I he's also, gonna... I don't know. I don't know if they if they meant to put this much into it. But I also look at it like he was putting on a little bit of a character face yeah, yeah, you know what I mean yeah. like to act more brave than Maybe. Oh, yeah. to come off more but, brave but than it's funny was, to but, me no. his acting brave is pure Deadpool it really yeah, is and yeah, just basically. reminds you of of what he is then now, I, I, I gotta I, ask you something guys if you if you were you know so you went to a crowded like say you went to a crowded boardwalk on the yeah. uh, you know southern end of Brooklyn right by outside of an aquarium hundreds of people around sunny I know what day, you're gonna say and what? uh, uh Joker is fucking sitting on a bench with a yeah. with a bouquet of flowers you don't think you're gonna Make note of that. You don't think you might alert somebody? Yeah, I yeah, mean, you might look at him. Mass murderer. No. I don't understand. Like, what's I'll going tell on you me? because the one guy there is having problems because looks like he's naked behind yeah. Red Tool. That There's one no guy looks nude. That guy. No, he does. Uh, yeah, I'm like looking that. at him. You almost see his ass crack. I'm like, this guy's nude. Nobody cares yeah. about that. There's the. That's but fine. yeah, the Joker. Now People again, in New York know how to mind their goddamn business. And I, I actually was going with almost the whole thing of like. New York, they they don't care. They think that they wouldn't even think that that's the real Joker or whatnot. Yeah. But I think that I they are pushing. Goddamn crowd performer. They are really pushing for Joker, like to go nuts now because now he's sitting there again. This might be something he's noticed as well. Nobody pays attention to him. Uh, at one point, he's backing in the people. They don't ap- ap- appear to be afraid. They're like, you know, yeah. b- you know, yeah. watch it, buddy. Hey, hey, and then. Uh, Red Tool comes down and just basically trash talks him. I think that the Joker. I just hope that actually the Joker just goes, uh, goes away, goes back to Gotham, and we we'll don't. See, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, who knows? Is this not the Joker? I don't know. Yeah. I think it is the Joker. It's but weird. It, they, there's I, so the many only... ways they could go. He could be on like Ritalin or you know yeah. some kind of. The the thing medicine. that gets we'll me. If anybody knows the Joker, it's Harley, and if he shows up there. Harley would know it's not him. Yeah. That's why if they go like, oh, you know what? And she's like, oh, you stupid tool. I knew all along. Holy cremoles. And yeah, it'll be ridiculous. Itself. She yeah. should know that that's him and even says, you know, the whole time, oh, he looks, you know, he seems to be different now. And I mean, that's I'm where. Spitballing, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. really, I'm really not sure where this is going to go. Although I did yeah. think it was funny in the beginning. He says to her, let's meet in front of the aquarium because it's a public place. 
When does that ever stop the Joker? Seriously, no, I know. Me. You know, it this hasn't. is a guy who'll fucking just like scythe down. Yeah, all that's where all that's where you don't want to go. Joker fished, you know. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to go to that aquarium at all. You, you set, keep him in in a room by himself. Jesus Christ! But yeah, the art's good. I liked it. I know you didn't yeah. like the Joker uh, per se, but I don't know if they're they're playing with that hair that he's been in Arkham all this time, and it's kind of a different style. Whatever. I'll say uh, the way the hair looks at the end, it's fine. I think. It was just matted down to the side with the hat on. He has his yeah. yeah. back right. without the hat. He looks fine. Yeah, it yeah. Look it's okay. Hat, but uh, I just, I really wonder. Way, you know, I was more nitpicking the hair because it looked more funny to me. But it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like I was hurting there. I thought it was a bad look. It was just kind of strange. I just uh, wonder what they're playing at with the Joker. There's no reason for this. And this, and also, this is really my only real problem with the book yeah. is they've been teasing this Joker yeah, thing for it's been five, forever. maybe six issues now. It was through the uh, whole entire punk rock arc that, that we, we dealt with that's it even before that soap, then. That soap yeah, thing yep, that, that, yeah. that, that one girl got was all part of that. So yeah. this is like this was supposed to be the big meeting, the big showdown. I mean, and we didn't, didn't really get, get much anything. of that. But no. ob- obviously, that's what's going to be happening now every yeah. other week. So I think if we yeah. hang in there, we'll have a decent story. So we'll uh, I gave we'll it a see. 7 out of 10. I'd actually give it a 6-5, uh, only because, like you said, uh, it's it's a lot of nonsense. I, I Actually, going through it with you guys, I, I will say it again then. It does fit. If you like Harley, you'll like yeah. this. Yeah, I yeah. just think – I actually think that uh, – now – before we would say, oh, they can do anything. They, the sa- the sales are actually dipping in all oh, really? of the Harley books. They're going down a bit. Uh, and I think that this is kind of let's grab that magic again, see what we can get, get some people on here. I also think that this is one of those books where you ha- I have not heard one person say to me, you know what? I have my five books that I have. I have Batman, Superman, right. Detective, Action, and Harley. Yeah. It just because of all the books starting the way they did again, and with the two ninety nine and all this sort of thing, I do think that Harley kind of got left in the dust. Also, it didn't start right away. It wasn't yeah. one of the the original it's ones. True. I do think it kind of has gotten left in the dust, I think we and might have it has Harley saturation. Yeah, I do think so as well. We had so much damn Harley. We had yeah. that little black book. We had the you know her yep. her holiday yeah. special. She was. It's just. And here's the thing: a lot of people, a lot of people will say, I hear people on on podcasts, I hear them talk about like their significant others, and they'll even when they do mention Harley, oh, you know, my wife always wants to get her Harley. That's the Suicide Squad now. It seems like once the movie came, that's where people are getting. It's it's a different Harley. It's not the same type of deal. You're not getting the same character. Now you know what I'm saying. It's a yes. dip, this is such a different type of book, but I think this one kind of got left in the dust a little. I do think that they're trying to get back that because even like you said, they have been pushing this story for so long that I think they had to make sure everybody knew it was coming. And now you're going to extend it so that you can get even more people maybe involved. But it really there was not a lot when Harley in the New Fifty Two went back to beat the shit out of the Joker. It actually. Made some, you know, I, I saw sites with things about it oh, yeah. and people yeah, talking about it. Nobody's that. talking about this right now. Nobody's no. really talking. I, I just, you I, know, think I, I didn't even think about that, about this being a different Harley than the Suicide Squad yeah. Harley. And also, I would definitely say that, I mean, you know, now I've been reading it, like I say, for a year and a half. You've, we've all been reading it for a while yeah. together it's new for the podcast. So I don't know what a new reader would think of it, but yeah. I think this this continuity is pretty dense. Yeah, you know what I mean? And they're constantly referring to things that happened yeah. 
uh, yeah. a few issues. This book and, and itself is really well done yeah. that it's, way. It's, but the continuity is contained within itself, but it's yeah. a very yeah. dense. I, I'm telling you, yeah. this issue itself calls back stuff when I was reviewing it. When you had yeah. the mayor that was bad so, and yeah, tried to get like, Harley, and had that bad assistant that was doing shit behind the scenes when they were, yeah. you know, the scat catapult all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and and then also if they they all mentioned... the Harley. You will become a total Harley expert, though. You know, yeah, it is yeah, all yeah. self-contained, but yeah, it, it's a lot of books now with all the it minis is. and all the fucking yep. extras, the annuals, whatever. It's so. crazy. What would you what what would you give it? Aaron? I I still maintain if you like Harley, you'll probably like this book. But reading this, though, is just so much fill. Like it's supposed to be the big, you know, Joker's back. It's the draw of the story, and we got so little of them, and just a whole book of nonsense trying to get and like from point A to point B. Yeah. It just took me a long time to read, and I was not enjoying myself as much as usual. But I like the art, and yeah, I, I, I always have to like give this book some kind of like leeway for some reason. But I give it a six point five out of ten. Yeah, that's that's the same as me. But yeah, six point five. Reggie gave it a seven. That's not bad. Yeah. It's if you like it, you like it. That's yeah, all yeah. I have to say. It's its but, own thing that I can't judge like a normal goddamn book for some reason or review yeah. even. But Reggie, that's your books. Two books. That's it's gonna be it. different I'm next off. year. No, next year. I'm off the hook, yeah. man. I'm going next away. week I'm going though. Cuba. Next week, me and you, Reggie, because I, yep. I don't know if we've mentioned it yet in the podcast because we record this crazy. But Eric Shea will not be around on Saturday next week he's going away for the weekend so there's going to be a bunch more books for me and you to talk about reggie me and eric are going to try to do most of his books at least before he goes snowstorm to come though and fuck up all my plans so i will have to be here oh well actually then you could just we'll we'll have a three-person squad then i don't know you're not gonna have any snow you're gonna be up isn't it upstate new york you have to go to Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, can, can you reveal what you're doing, or is it a Oh no, I was, I was just uh, <laughs> a black ops. He's Jess's in the Aquamarines. Called me up and actually guilted me into coming up to upstate New York for this whole Christmas family get together because I've only ever met this woman once in like nine years, and she's wow. like, you know, Eric, this might be my last Christmas, and I'd really like you to show. I'm like, God damn it, fine, I'm going. Maybe you'll get lucky. Know. She'll die tomorrow, Eric. How about that? Oh, God, be nice. Don't say that. <laughs> then I'd have nice. to deal with nonsense forever. Ooh, then you'd I'd have, have a funeral. A funeral? Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have to go run up there for a funeral. Well, yeah. maybe we can plan it out. She'll die, and the funeral will be midweek. And then, you know, we'll just record on the weekend. Maybe Perfect. If we're lucky, right? If, if we get lucky. I got work. I'm yeah. doing that. Yeah, hey, if we're right. lucky, maybe I'll die. Well, you'll, you know, I'm telling you, I, I'm... Uh, one of the things of my uh, th- this last couple weeks I'm, I've been so fucking miserable is I keep telling my kids. I said to Eric today, I- I'm starting to think about how much longer I have, and I'm like, I'm gonna die. I told him that it wasn't that today, Eric. I'm like, yeah. I'm not gonna last like ten more years. Why can't I be an 18 year old? We just get started on this podcast. I'm 18. I got fucking years ahead of me. My time, it's ticking. It is ticking. <sighs> God yep. damn it. Oh well. It'll be. I'll be done, and then my kids can play this podcast to their great grandkids and say, "Here is your piece of shit, great grandfather." You know, luckily he fucking died. He died like he lived at the buffet. That's yeah, what or sitting say. on the toilet. On the toilet. A lot of people do. It's a strain. Sometimes I have problems on the toilet. I'm telling you. Drinking more issues. water and less Mountain Dew. Don't we have issues? We all have issues. But yeah, that's that's it for your books, Reggie. But we will hear you a little later uh, with Chris with Shade. You'll be throwing that's shade right. at the whole podcast. Give me a little hint. G- give me a little eh, eh, woo, wee. Did you like Shade? We liked it a lot, yeah. Okay. 
And I, I did promise that myself, actually, by the time that we talked to you tonight on the podcast, I was going to have read those three issues of Doom right. Patrol. So, and yeah. I didn't. I, I just uh, didn't have the time. I, maybe I'll maybe I'll read them tomorrow. You'll probably have to be committed soon, and then you'll have plenty of time to read comics. That would be so don't great. Worry. That'll be great. That'd be yeah. so great. They give them to beautiful. me on uh, printed on rubber paper. Is that possible? Have, okay, they'll, they'll, give, they'll give you some super quaaludes. You'll just be yeah. socked out all day reading Doom Patrol. You'll be yeah. like, this is the greatest comic I've ever like, read. I, I understand it. I've <laughs> cracked the code. You 30 times. Yeah, you'll be like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> I'm on quaaludes. I'm like, why did Reggie ever say this was a weird book? I see inside <laughs> the pages. I see where the fucking, I see the gears turning here. Uh, but that would be funny. But I did tell Eric also that one of the things that you suggested is that I do go back on medication. And I said to Eric, I'll be on the podcast. I love this book, Reggie. I'm just going to be male robot from now. Speaking of, is male robot around, Eric? Has he been around lately with you? He hangs out now and again. Male, male robot has he? I, I'd really like to talk to him, say goodbye to him like real quick. I know this isn't the male, but I just wanted to see if he was around, male robot. <laughs> I thought you were going to yell at me that you were not going to allow me to make you into a dancing monkey. Has Mail Robot brought you a lot of goodies this week? Have you has yeah, has Mail Robot done that? Or Eric doesn't get mail. Nobody sends him anything. <laughs> How would Eric know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Mail Robot, we love you. But, Reggie, we're going to go off to uh, me and Eric talking Nightwing, and I'll tell you, beep-a-boop, things aren't going to change. The whole attitude of this podcast tonight is going to pretty much be, you know, meh. Meh. I don't even like that when people write that, but I like saying it. Meh. Meh. But we'll see. But this will be Nightwing. All right. Here we are, Eric. Here we are. And since we already segued into the book <laughs> that we can't remember, why don't you just go right into it? Nightwing number 12, written by Tim Seeley with art by Marcus II, Chris Sotomayor, and Carlos M. Manguel. Nightwing has entirely too much to do as he gets to the bottom of the runoffs conspiracy. He introduces himself to the police, arranges a meeting with the runoffs with Jim Nice, works his day job, talks to the tourist department, has the meeting with the runoffs, gets a suspect, and even fights Orca and the Whale's Enders gang before we're back to square one with no real leads. All that, and this only, and his only suspect is murdered by someone I can only imagine is the real Thrill Devil because he has Thrill Devil's bike and his mask is way more convincing on the devil level. Yeah, the devil I level. I, I just think he's the guy who's going around, and, and I think as he does these murders, he just dresses up as each of the characters. Like when he went to be Defacer. Oh, that's, that's not a bad idea. I didn't even put that together. You, know, you kind of have to do that. You show up, and somebody sees Defacer running out after you deface the walls. They go, yeah, I sold Defacer. But yeah, I think that's when they said, "Oh my God, my uh, you know my my motorcycle's gone." I think that this person, well, and that's why the like, next issue says false face, so it's kind of a yeah, play yeah. on the false face deal. But yeah, I, I think I, that it's. I, I just want to know what happened with Paterno in the first issue of Bloodhaven, where he like, did he dress up as a gorilla? I think he did. I think he might have. He had a gorilla suit on, and then the next thing you know, he grabbed them because really, if you're gonna play the game fully. If you don't dress up like a gorilla and somebody happens to be across the alley and see something, at least if you have your gorilla suit on, they could go, I don't know, look like a fucking gorilla. And then, yeah, fucking gorilla. Boom. 
You know, the yeah. Patterson Gimli footage of Bigfoot in the 60s? Yeah, it looked like that. Exactly, with that fucking jogging pose kind of deal, <laughs> looking over. But uh, it's weird. This is like a day in the life of Nightwing, uh, but it's a fucked up day in the life. It's a fucked up day. And also, you, you get two things from me here. You get the idea that, yes, indeed, which it is forced, and we already kind of thought this before, Dick Grayson's a run uh, runaway or whatever. What is it? Runoff. Run He's a runoff, Eric. He's um, a little runaway. But yes, but also I, I think it's funny because right away it starts, and you're supposed to get – to me, the idea that this is like, is it Earth-11 that it's the opposite? The yes. Fe- yeah, this is like Earth-11 Gotham because you have the female Harpy Bullock. <laughs> I have a like, put in my reveal. When we're introduced to Detective, I'm going to try this name out here. Detective yeah. Swoboda. Is that how you say it? Swoboda? Yeah, Swoboda. There's a couple hockey players with that same name. Okay. That's the only like, reason I, I know. It's Swoboda. I look at this, and for some reason, the exclamation points makes me want to put the goddamn L at the end of it for yes, some reason, no, or an I. No, it's but like, Swoboda. Like, I don't know how to so, Swoboda. All right. I'm know, not going to be able to Detective Swoboda. Yeah. yeah, you know. Anyway, I put in my review how, like, Harvey Bullock, I don't usually play matchmaker, but boy, do I have a girl <laughs> yes. for you. Those two should both be on Grinder, right? Because that's where all the straight people go, Grinder. Yeah, sure. Is that, is that true? Uh, yeah. But yeah, it starts off, and they're at the crime scene of where DeFacer supposedly had killed, uh, what's his name? I, I'm going through Chapman. This. Chapman. And uh, she's there, you know, spouting off. She's a tough cookie, Eric. And uh, Nightwing, he shows up well, behind her. You know how tough she is, how she chews on that cigar. Oh, yeah. Well, it makes me laugh because you have, you, you legitimately have a crime scene. She shows up. She's got a coffee in her hand. You shouldn't show up at the crime scene and have coffee while you're on the crime scene, number one. But then blames Nightwing for, you know, hey, you're fucking up the crime scene later because he scares her. She spills the coffee. One of the reasons why you should not have that with you, Eric. Then, because of that, she's probably like, eh, fuck it. It's already done. Lights up a cigar. There you go. What a crime now, scene investigator. Okay. You're going off on how she shouldn't be smoking, shouldn't have coffee or whatever. You know you shouldn't have? Vigilante showing up at crime scenes. Well, that to too. Happen. But, but the other thing, though, it makes me laugh because they so want to make this woman the female bullock that she oh, yeah, has definitely. to, like, she has a, she has a habit, Eric. She has a nicotine fit right here. She's got to smoke that cigar just so we're like, okay, this is like, this is like Gotham. That's like his version of Harvey Bullock. <laughs> it made me laugh. But yeah, uh, and really. Don't do anything here except for him to scare the no, shit out of her. Take that's a what look I'm saying. I, hey, look, I think this, this is, is pretty tagged up yeah. like the facer did it. I think this is just to set up this hard-nosed detective that he might go to again are, because nothing happens. Are you saying this is a setup issue, Jim? I think it might be. Don't tell <laughs> fucking repairman Jack because, yeah, <laughs> he goes in and, like you said, nothing happens except him saying, you know, just because a guy's dead, there is a fucking tagging all that. Like, it does really point. And he even says she doesn't say they have the facer – like, she's not on the electric chair right now. No. She is a suspect. I'm looking at the crime scene. I agree with her. Yeah, there there is no other reason. Yeah, this is why she is legitimately brought in as a suspect. Nothing wrong with it, except Nightwing says, yeah, it doesn't even say, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, you're wrong or whatever. He's, that, hey, uh, you know, yeah. you might be wrong about all this. Yeah, he's just checking out. Then he goes off to uh, Jim Nice's uh, house. And I don't know, are they playing that Jim Nice kind of has it in for, for Nightwing? He's got a little I, sexy talk. I don't because, know, because he's, he's got a freaking uh, I know. A, wife or a girlfriend I know. that died. A girlfriend like, that died. Hey, I didn't take you for a front door kind of guy. That was such a weird deal. After he already says Nightwing shows up and he's like. 
like, oh, hey, Nightwing, uh, you know, how do you know where I live? Oh, I found out, you know, hey, you want to go go to a bar or something? Right away, he's asking him on a date, I think. And he's like, hey, I'm in tights and masks. I didn't think you were a front door kind of guy. I'm like, I what don't do know we, what you're playing out there, buddy. Here, yeah. He's there in his robe. And, I'm and then they start I'm not talking. I'm intrigued, but I'm busy right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure that at some point Dick's got to be like, you know what? What is wrong? Not wrong with me, but why does my gaydar send out to everyone? Because in the time that, like, he sends out the wrong signals to everyone. You got freaking Midnighters showing up. They're all hitting on him. It's because he's too nice, I think. I just, everybody wants some piece that of dick. Fucking Juan and Jose. Yeah, really. He is a Them hot butt guy. Cheeks, man. But yeah, mm. even at the one point that uh, Jim Nice puts his hand on his shoulder, he's getting all sexy there. But yeah, it, it comes down to Jim Nice. Now, first off, anybody in a comic that's called Mr. Nice, he's got to be up to something. I think that he's what are you talking also about? Every a, time a bad we, guy. Every time we have like a, a name, like something like a terrible last name, they're always a villain. Why can't Jim Nice be a good I'm guy? I'm telling you, though, th- this name. isn't Jim Franklin. It's Jim Nice, and he gets a little bit dark here because he does say... It's not say, like Dr. Octavius or, you know, yeah, like yeah, uh, really. Eric Magnus, you know, yes. like, it's not one of these crazy names. It's Jim Nice. He could be a nice yeah, guy. Like, you grow up in uh, the DC or any of the comic universe, and your name is like Johnny Shock. Yeah, you're gonna, you know what power set you're gonna have the minute that you can fucking talk. You're like, yeah, I'm fucked. But, uh, yeah, he's talking to Jim Nice, and Jim Nice has to tell him, listen, you know when I said that I, I have been dealing with the runoff shit because of my dark past, and you, you find out what it is. Pretty much, he was a piece of shit. He was a yeah. drug addict. It was just a guy who partied a lot. And, and he, he had his wife girlfriend. Or girlfriend killed. Yeah, yeah, it was his girlfriend. He had her going, and yeah, he accidentally killed her, and the one thing he said, listen, uh, she put her trust in me, and I, I didn't do it. I, I ended up getting her killed because she trusted me. This is going to play out here because that's what it leads into Nightwing saying, listen, I want to help these runoffs uh, because I'm the only one who will trust them. I'm going to give them my trust. So it, it's a nice little scene, but again, really unnecessary. You really no, don't like, get you know, much except you get a little bit of Jim Nice's background. I don't know that we needed that, really. You know, we got the background. We got two pages of Nightwing asking Jim Nice to set up a meeting between him yeah, and the Ronalds. Yeah, he wants to meet them. Yeah, that's, and until that's that basically time, it. it. It's it's time for his day job where he freaking volunteers and helps abuse kids with their freaking you know tumbling acts. Yeah, yeah, right. that's what he's done. Well, that's what he does. He's a fucking you know acrobat. He's teaching us <laughs> some things. I'm telling you, this girl that's on the pummel horse, she's got some skills. I couldn't do that. I'm we saying, used to do the pummel horse in first school. Day. Yeah, I know. Freaking, I'm telling you, she's a natural. <laughs> This girl's ready. She's like, she's even the one that at the end, thanks, Mr. Grayson. Yeah, thanks a lot. She's going to the Olympics, sir. Thanks for showing me up on my first guy. I am proud of her. But yeah, then you have a scene with the uh, Cherry Annabelle, Eric. Cherry Cherry Annabelle. Annabelle, who's part of the PR thing for the the tourist department that we saw before. Now, the weird thing is, is before she, they were kind of making her playing off the mayor as being kind of a a good person. You know what I mean? She was being forced to do some things. Here she comes off as a real bitch. And it's funny because this is one of the scenes that I wanted before where at least somebody's calling Dick out like, you just showed up here. You're, you're fucking Dick Grayson. You know, uh, what about the Bruce Wayne money? It's okay. Yeah. I, I think I'm that this though, is we, – We talked about this when we first got to Bloodhaven in this yeah. article. I'm thinking to myself like – if there's ever a time to put two and two together about this guy yes. showing up yep. from Gotham and he was the like uh, the freaking ward of Bruce Wayne you and now we have Nightwing yes. You want to no, hear? You wanna, on. I have one note for this. Actually, I have two notes for this book. Mister Nice hitting on Dick. 
That was my question there. And then the next one, why the fuck aren't people putting things together that Nightwing is Dick Grayson? It makes no sense. All of a sudden, she's like, yep, Dick Grayson, you you just showed up, and Nightwing's here. Woo-wee, we're really having a great time. And I'm like, how can you not put that together? Even at the one point earlier, it's funny because the detective, Detective Sobota even says, like, I put A and B together. I'm like, nobody's putting this together, though. It's really odd. Uh, there is a thing where I said earlier too uh, uh at work we were arguing about not arguing we were talking about this and i'm like if i was dick grayson i'd be fucking wanting a paycheck i'd be paying my rent the way he said he was dipping into his savings i'd be yeah. paying with the money that they better give me for these fucking ads and stuff and dick actually seems like he's thinking that as well because he's hey Hey, did you get permission for Nightwing to put those ads? And she says, don't, don't be, be silly. silly. He's an illegal vigilante, not a private citizen. That doesn't matter. That really doesn't matter. You can't – I can't just go out and put the, hey, I'm going to start putting up shit or making you know, uh, shirts with serial killers or this guy. There's, it's still their likeness. You still have to – and he is not arrested yeah, for anything. I, I'm saying, it's though, bullshit. Like, somebody who has anonymity like that, I, they are not an actual person. They are going against the law and hiding their identity. They're yeah, like, it's no, like it's, still, it's still him. He could brand. still – that's what I'm saying is if somebody came up and became famous for – you know, it would be silly to make a, a T-shirt uh, for somebody who's running around it. It's them, though. They can still go, and I'm telling you, somewhere along the line, I think Batman's smart enough. He's trademarked. Uh, I think they to compare this to. I think she would. Well, what's that? I'm saying if I had Marilyn or not Marilyn Manson, uh, Charles Manson shirts, uh, he's a, a convicted yeah, but he's an you know, actual guy. person. Yeah, but she doesn't really say that. It, it doesn't matter. I really don't think it matters if he came out now. Uh, she could say, yeah. Let him go out and show who he is, because he—that's the—that's the thing of it. He would have yeah. to expose who he is. She just makes it seem like, eh, he's a legal vigilante. Uh, you know, he's not a private citizen. They—they they don't go into the. It just seemed weird, and and she just seemed like more of a bitch because of it. But if he came into my office, I'd offer him a job. Well, I think that Nightwing might be taking a, a little visit to the, uh, <laughs> the you know that the recreation. Saban's getting low. I do think that he's going to make a visit and tell him to knock it the fuck off, uh, you know, one of those things. But then he goes off from this uh, because she even showed up because DeFacer was part of this, you know, the haven. And she even showed up there because, you know, hey, you know, what's going on with here? These kids are in danger, stuff like that. And he's like, no, I got to go talk to Jim Nice. Yeah. And it's just it's still again, it's kind of a weird thing thing that really nothing happens here well, i'm telling uh, you we are deep in this conspiracy that you desperately want to know more about and we're taking time off to first set up a meeting then see yeah. his day job then talk about more stuff with the tourist department that might play out later it is set up but yeah if it's, it pays it's, off i'm happy yeah, to see that shit, yeah but, i don't mind it it's just and, and as you're going nothing's really happening yeah yeah you get to the meeting and this is going to be the meeting where uh if you haven't been reading it or whatever uh, this this whole runoffs they they don't trust him. He's no. one of the reasons they left Gotham to go to Bloodhaven in, in the first place. So they all they're scared of him. They don't trust him. But he's here to try to tell them. Listen, I don't think that Gorilla Grim or uh, Defacer uh, are what is it? Sean Sang is it Sean? Yeah. Uh, doesn't think that they're real guilty. And we have to find out. And you did mention something. Uh, you know, you guys were talking about things. There's also that Orca who left. There's all these things he wants to tie in, and he tries to figure out what's going on and they do have some leads uh stallion knows some some guys who are coming around for some muscle yeah, they're, these they're guys asking are for some muscle but like yeah. i'm telling you 
I actually had to read this a couple of times to get the full idea of what this was because they these guys came around. They wanted to do some illegal shipping through uh, yeah. Paterno's freaking shipping department. He's the first yep. guy who died, and his lawyer Chapman was involved, and this freaking like uh, real Carter estate Forsyth. mogul Forsyth. And I'm yeah. like, all right, we got these three characters and a secret, like, silent partner who is not happy because some of the shipments came up light, apparently. Yeah. And so yeah. they're scared. Yeah. And it seemed to me like at some point they were even going to use some of these guys as patsies to blame them, whatever. But they went to Gorilla Grimm, and he, he didn't want any parts of it. Once he heard what was going on, he's like, no, no. He backed away, and now obviously he got framed. And never anything here with DeFacer, really. No. Uh, but they did go to Stallion. He said, no, no, well, no. Who I, goes I'm to not DeFacer, a freaking you know, activist who spray paints his muscle? I don't know. I actually, it wasn't even just the muscle involved as well. I was getting the idea, too, that they were just trying to get people to set up. But, yeah, it wouldn't have made sense if yeah. they go to DeFacer. Well, hey, Stallion, bring those spray I, paint I cans. I understand. Gorilla Grimm, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, Stallion, he says, he, he didn't want in. He, something was weird. But then guys started showing up dead, and they think that it's, you know, partners trying to get each other out or whatever, which leads to them thinking it's foresight. So they, Dick Grayson says, I'm going to go fucking see what's going on. And and this is where this I think this is the best part of the book. It's where Stallion's like, listen, there's some pretty fucked up cats that are involved in this. Like guys I wouldn't fuck with. Look at yeah. you, you puny little fuck. You know, <laughs> you're going to get killed. I'm going to come with you. And that's when Mouse even's like, I'm coming with you as well. And I really like these characters. And this issue, yeah, the, I really the best thing working together yeah, like this. the best thing I like about this is. This meeting, and then when you go forward, you start to really get an idea for the characters. They're not yeah. just this, oh, the runoffs. Now I'm getting to know them a little more and to the point where I'm afraid now in two issues we're never going to see them again because I do like too. them. <laughs> yeah, I do like them. I, I really I like Mouse. Like, we're going off and talking about all these people getting framed and shit. I'm like, if yeah. I'm this false face guy who's you know hired to do this or whatever – I, I'm going stallion first. I'm putting on a goddamn yeah, like a, a vest and a cowboy hat. I'm going out there and like framing him first. No, the, the I gotta go out that, and buy a whole defacer costume. I'm saying the, costume. the one thing though is stallion really doesn't hide his face, so maybe no. that's the issue. The, the others, the others have at least masks and things, but oh, I, I'd like to see him try mask, to be. That, well, I'd like to see him try to be mouse. He's got yeah. like a, a puffy pom pom hair. It's <laughs> just some tall white dude walking around. <laughs> with puffs and goggles. I black face and fucking pom-pom hair. <laughs> no, it's the like, worst. You are he the worst false face. Oh, my face. God, he shows up, he takes a, a wrong turn, and next thing you know, he's in the middle of a neighborhood in blackface, and they beat the living shit out of him. Like, get here, you fucking that's asshole. That's a story I want to see. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a side story. That's an annual. I mean, like, you piece of shit. But, yeah, they all decide they're going to go with him. Uh, and then, you, then we go, uh, he, he decides he's going to continue, even though he just the shit beat out of him. So next one, he's going to frame or and it's just fucking Land Shark from the SNL. He's Land Candy Shark. Graham. It Candy doesn't Graham. even look right. He's just a guy in a fucking costume. Uh, even the gorilla costume is ridiculous. But a guy, I could see him on the bus. They like, what the fuck's going on? It's just some guy sitting there in a shark costume. Uh, I got shit to do. Hey, big old mouth up the top. Yes, oh, that'd be great. But they they end up going to uh, Foresight's deal. He is packing up and getting the fuck out. Now there is fuck a weird thing here. What's that? 
Fuck the blood, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, he wants to get out of the blood. The, the funny thing is, is when Stallion breaks down the door, they all go in. Forsyth tries to make it seem like it's obvious that he's not the killer because he's trying to get the fuck out of Bloodhaven. Well, wouldn't the killer try to do that at some point anyway? You know what Only I mean? Only if he's, he's like, finished. Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe he is. Maybe shit's maybe. going wrong. But he's like, look at me. And he's, he's a real pussy at that one point. He's like, listen, y- you can tell it's me. I'm shaking in my fucking designer pants. Like, <laughs> you are a pussy. <laughs> at one point, when Stallion knocks down the door, the guy falls almost under his fucking desk. And, and there's the thing where i'd fall <laughs> jorge's there is supposed to be this really badass guy he's in a suit and say he doesn't yeah. look badass right i don't know you go back to freaking uh what is it ugly Mannheim, and uh you know his that's guy that I mean. sits on yeah swim no suits. that's what i'm saying this guy is only set up he must be going swimming sometime soon eric he's in his three-piece swimsuit uh <laughs> but they bust in and want to know and foresight's like listen this is why i'm getting out obviously somebody else is targeting the the lot of them and he knows he's next he wants to get the fuck out and the you know then you go from here where this could be the end this could right be, you know, be the end of the issue where they're like, okay, we're going to figure shit out. That's when Orca shows up, and to me, the shit gets derailed. Though I do like the fight because you get to see the guys working together. Oh, yeah, I like but that. But there's too. no need for it. There no, is really it's just no the need. It's Ender showing up yeah. out of nowhere to and, cause and, a goddamn problem. And really, Repairman Jack, I'm talking to you, uh, this is not setup. This is filler. The, yeah. This whole fight. Now, again... I can't say fully because I do like to see the team and I like to see them going. But and this it's might really... even end up with us having Orca on our side. At yeah, some well, point. that's what I don't like because Orca now she's not a run. She's a runoff of the runoff, they say. But she's really beating she the shit out back. of them. She really seems to think that the the main reason she has pretty much gone bad and she is bad now. She's beating up Dick Grayson. She's beating up her old team with these other guys who have fucking machetes and guns. Uh, she thinks that she like oh you guys say that you look in the mirror for those monsters look at me i'm the real monster i'm like okay whatever and then then the whole thing comes down to her saying like oh you know what i wanted friends but she had friends it just it they're trying to she play it off better friends she's trying to play it off all the angles and then at yeah. the end she even makes fun of the whale what what is the gang the whale's enders yeah the whale's enders she's like oh the whale's enders the joke's on them i'm like what are you going you freaking you're going all directions here orca but she's fighting I, I uh you get her background though fucking uh when when we're still dealing with freaking foresight that his little trailer as he's packing up and leaving yeah. um when orca shows up and starts bad like beating the shit out of the trailer there's a point where I have no, I had no idea what was going on. I never noticed this until this issue, when that chipmunk just comes yeah, down, yeah. Yep. and I'm like, "The fuck is going on with this goddamn chipmunk?" I never realized that Giz had a fucking yeah, little Giz, and it's helper. goop. It's like goop. Yeah. It's like uh, if you did play Baldur's Gate, it's like uh, Boo, and now I can't even remember. God darn it, the the guy. I'll I'll remember it later. The uh, they're they're the best character in Baldur's Gate. It's okay. them with the chipmunk and uh, and it's awesome. So yeah, Goob. The chipmunk even is there. Like, you know, Goob comes by later on and even sets up these shock things on it's Orca Min- to save Minsk. the goddamn day. Minsk and Boo are the characters I, in Baldur's I, Gate too that people loved. I love them, but it's weird. It's like almost like it's like. It's just his partner there. Yeah, it's his helper. Though, I never noticed him have a goddamn yeah. chipmunk. No, I didn't either. That's something I would think would stick with me at some yeah, point. Yeah, I didn't either, no, except chipmunk that... Chipmunk out of nowhere. When you go back to the art in this, you see that chipmunk always on his shoulder, yeah. on his head, and I didn't even realize then. I, so I'm like, oh, he must have been sitting there. At one point, it's even like right in when he's talking about uh, what kind of superheroes they are, and Grimm says, you know, I'm not going to go into that racket. When he's talking about how they went to Gorilla Grimm, right. chipmunk right on his head. I didn't yeah. I, I must have thought it was a color. 
colored mohawk. I don't know. I I really didn't pay that much of attention to that. But yeah, the chipmunk comes into play. Goob comes into player uh, because Goob can run around with goddamn fucking earphones for some reason. But yeah, uh, that was a weird scene too uh, because they're fighting. Dick Grayson's going at one point. What's it called? Kill Thrill or what? What is Thrill Devil? <laughs> yeah, Thrill Devil. I'm the worst with names anymore. Thrill Devil's riding around and gives Dick a, a ride, like grabs him and helps him. He's like, "Hey, going my way," and he's like, "Listen, <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking play your games. Don't fucking banner with me." And then Dick's like, "Fair enough." It's the weirdest. <laughs> it's the most uncomfortable panel in comics. Uh, but yeah, Orca's going to town, and that's when Goob goes and puts the earphones into her ears. And then they play a sound, and it's kind of a, a weird deal because he's even like, oh, I got this sound off the internet, and I played it at 300 decibels, and then it's known to have whales beach and stuff. This is really explained yeah. uh, for this. But it, it does take her down, and she starts to explain, you know what, uh, the joke's on them, you know, shit like that. And also, I just wanted friends. I, I'm a monster, all that. You get all that. Uh, but then the issue ends then with him saying, uh, and what a thrill devil. I keep wanting to say thrill kill. Uh, thrill devil says, uh, oh, my God, my motorcycle's gone. Who, who and stole something my else. ride? <laughs> yeah. And then something else, and he's like, foresight. And it's weird because when I first read through it, I didn't realize. He's like, it, don't, it ain't only my bike that went away. And then they go to the next panel and it's carter foresight's gone i didn't even put those two together i thought that he was talking about a helmet or something and then i realized then carter foresight was a helmet yeah yeah i'm just saying because it goes (laughs) that next panel and shows orca doesn't show who's saying the carter foresight i know it's the dot 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 ellipsis but it just didn't play in my mind for some reason but then you see a false uh Thrill Devil running over Foresight, supposedly, I would think, With Thrill Devil's him. motorcycle, yeah, and Thrill he has a badass fucking devil mask on. Yeah, 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 setting him up. He's And the, the other thing is, the only thing that I can say is, where is that bodyguard? Because that guy on that with that fucking devil mask certainly has that suit on that looks just like that guy. And you can't see anything else about it. I think it might be that guy, Eric. I think he was fucking hired to kill him in the in You know, the first that's not place. bad. I actually, when I looked at this, even right now when I was looking at it, I still really thought that was like a leather jacket he was wearing. Yeah, I don't know, because you see the pants as well. It looks like, a you know, a suit. I don't right. know. We'll see. But, yeah, that's the only thing is through this whole thing, that, that fucking bodyguard seemed to have disappeared. He doesn't True. seem to be involved in shit. I'm, so. I'm paging back now. I'm like, where the fuck did that bodyguard yeah, go? Yeah, he just disappeared at one point. Like, he doesn't like, do anything. He's like, oh, no. hey, Randy. Yeah, hey, Randy. Orca shows up and he's gone. He is done. So we'll see what's going on. And really, it's funny, too. It doesn't really protect Foresight. No. <laughs> Dick Grayson has him by the fucking, you know, by the collar. Uh, but it, it, I like the art enough. No, and... I love the art of Marcus, too, in this. I'm going to be sad yeah. he's gone now, but yeah. like. Because in my mind, he revitalized this uh, series for me because Tim Seeley, you know, he's still writing the same way. I think now he's like having a little bit more fun with Bloodhaven. But yeah. the art really revitalized this series for me and really got me to like it again. Yeah. And I'm just really afraid I'm going to go back down the fucking like my hate for it I know. once we get the changed art and the pencil-heavy kind of style. Yeah. But I, I do like the runoffs. I like what Tim Seeley did with them and how they have taken a liking to Nightwing because I, I it's fine for Dick to be in Bloodhaven by himself, but I actually like him having a bunch of people around, something different. It mixes it up. It, yeah. It's something you don't get a lot, uh, and I do like it. Like Even when we were reading Grayson, the best part of that was when he was with Helena and Tiger. Oh, yeah. So I always like him playing Dick Grayson to get off. the full Dick effect. 
has to interact with people. Oh, and yeah, I love and, seeing it. and the best part of this is it's finally one of those things where he kind of is the mentor. He's like the Batman to these kids, and not all kids, but you know what I mean. He is the, the Batman for them, and I do like that, and I do hope they stick around uh, some more after this arc. We'll see what's going on. They might all be in jail, though. Who yeah, knows? who knows? That guy's already getting his blackface paint ready to go. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, what did you give it? Uh, because of how little that are in Saudi, there was so much jam packed in this issue that didn't really seem to serve a purpose and just kept us from like you no. know getting to our goddamn conspiracy and shit like this. I had to give a six point five out of ten okay. because of I'm gonna of- I'm gonna be I'm gonna be positive, Eric, and I'm gonna say that. I, I liked what we got. Nothing really, really upset me. Yes, I'm reading. I'm like, okay, nothing happened there, and we move on. But I'm going to give it a seven uh, just because I want to be on the positive tip. Nice. And I did like it. And this is starting to get to a Nightwing book that, that I wanted where well. he has some people. You're seeing how good a guy is and stuff I like that. I just thought this issue was a little down compared to what we got was. previously. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Next you know, issue, what goes on, and if they can figure out what the hell, you know, who's impersonating people or whatnot, if that's in case, you know, the case of what they're doing. I do want to find – they have to go to a warehouse and find a gorilla suit. They, they really have to, and it, it, it will make me laugh so much. Oh, it'll be so good. Oh, it'll be so good. Uh, but we're going to move on to the next bit of mail and then come back with some more books. Understand why you just can't admit Jim is the man. The time on the podcast is here, the voice that we all want to hear. So here we go. Section number four, Eric. Number four. Don't they say lucky number four? Isn't Man, that I'm trying to eat say? my bunch of crunch here. Calm down. Four to the floor. You're eating a bunch of crunch. Yeah, a bunch of crunch. You got me a big bunch old bag. of crunch. Why did I say bunch of crunch? No, it is bunch of crunch. I th- is it the the popcorn stuff? It's the freaking like the crunch bars shaped kind of like popcorn. Oh, uh, uh, the pop what? Popcorn? What? Are you calling it munch of crunch? Munch a bunch? Get it. Bunch of crunch, motherfucker. Yeah, I don't You've never had little kind of crunch bar fucking balls? No. They're delicious. I thought you were talking about, you said popcorn. They kind of shape like popcorn no, a bit. But, yeah, but the, the munch of crunch is popcorn, so you're no, no, throwing me off. No, bunch of crunch. That, but, no, but the munch of crunch is popcorn. They're so, so good and crunchy. Mm. No, you're, you're, you're fucking, you're twisting and turning me into a, a area that I don't want to be at. Munch of crunch, Aaron. No munch of crunch. No, bunch of crunch. 
know what the fuck you're talking about. I think you're talking some other goddamn language to me. You, you never got, got this movie theater candy. No. What the hell am I getting that? I, I get my you know standard. I get goddamn uh, Reese's Pieces. I usually now, uh, for the, probably the last ten times I've been at the theater, I just get a soda and popcorn. That, to me, is the theater. Not bunch you ever get, of you ever get the snow caps and put them on top of your popcorn? No, and I don't get that. There's the other people that use other candy. What do they use? It's more not the – actually, the snow caps would make no goddamn sense because the non-Perel shit on top would get all funky and all that shit. <laughs> I, no, what I always heard was people say that they get the popcorn and then put milk duds. On yeah, I don't like and then you get you things. get caramel and chocolate yeah. popcorn. The problem is, I don't know about you, but anytime I get the popcorn at the theater, it's not that fucking hot. It, it's not melding a whole goddamn box. You don't of go at the, the right time, apparently. No, there's no way. And what you get is just like <laughs> this fucking little bit of a gob of shit. It's bullshit. You know, you know what the worst part about it is? Fucking look at your goddamn hands after the fact that they're just covered yeah. in fucking grease yeah. and chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not a life hack to me. I like, I love life hacks and and fucking shit like that. That's not a life hack. That's a bullshit. I don't think it's a life hack. I think it's just a good time, Jim. It's bullshit. It's it's not hot enough to melt the whole thing. And don't you know if you do it at home and you have microwave popcorn, you can kind of you know work your magic there. Maybe. No, I, I air pop, man. Air pop all the way. Fuck, you're a fucking asshole. Air pop. What are you fucking Rockefeller? You fucking pull up with your goddamn rickshaw, get out and get your air pop popcorn. You got fancy air. You get that fucking air imported I'm sure from the Himalayas. Air pop at the Don't you do that? You get it from the Himalayas. That air, Himalayas. so it pops just perfect. <laughs> it's like you get the air pop. The air is a uh, fucking baby's last breaths before they're dead. That's the only way you'll eat it. It's fucking <laughs> it's tasty. It'd be so goddamn tasty. Ah, oh, mail number four, Eric. The first male and the dominant male of the section. I'd like to call this male number four, actually, I like to say. This is Taylor's male section because uh-huh. Taylor put out a question for everyone and people did respond. Taylor says, hey, guys, what's up? It's been a good two-week break, but unfortunately, back to school Monday. I spent a good amount of time reading, catching myself up to episode 102. Whitney has caught up quite a bit, too, but she just reads what books she wants and doesn't go weekly. She just Whitney only does what Whitney wants, Eric. She's not listening <laughs> to Taylor. Whitney is a goddamn trendsetter. She's she not listening follow. to anybody. Whitney does what Whitney wants, you know. And, and also, she goes down the, the street and she like does some weird move, and people go, "That is so Whitney." And, and everybody in town—that's all they want to do. They want to grab a piece of the Whitney magic, but they can't. They can, Eric. You never can. Whitney has caught up a quite a while. I started that again. She finished Night of the Monster Men and hated it. Of course yep. she did. She's Whitney. She did say she would rather read that uh, than Justice League. I got to say, I enjoyed Birds of Prey number five more than I thought. I don't mind this faux oracle and look forward to see what happens next. Flash number 12 was good, aside from the fist bump of Zeus or whatever the hell that was. If you remember that, that's the end of the shade deal. Uh, Looking forward to the return of the Rogue story. I, for one, could not stand Batman number 12. How do you go from being in the duck system right above Bane to having a fight from all over the island? I think that he went back to prove how badass he is now. That's what I think. Actually, he couldn't work the goddamn lever on the, the vent, Eric. And then the next thing you know, piranhas were after him in the vent. The vent piranhas, they're probably but there, this ain't right? Star Labs. Get the fuck out of uh, here. The letter was cool, but this story better have one hell of a payoff for me to say it was good. <laughs> Who oh, no. Tell you could be so upset. Oh, no. After reading How on the Green Lantern Corps more, I have to say Guy is officially no longer my least favorite Lantern. Good. 
John Stewart has never had personality, and now they decide to give him one. A dick. He's such an ass in the story. Somebody's got to be a dick. That's that's why I say I'm always miserable on the podcast, Eric. Somebody's got to be a dick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to explain it to yourself any way you can there. I will. I got to talk to Whitney. She'll, she'll hook me up with some new personality. Yeah, that's so Whitney, Eric. Like when he just randomly starts screaming at Sinestro's daughter for asking if lanterns can help with the injured people. Last but not least, Detective Comics continues to be my favorite book week in and week out. On one of the ep- last episodes I listened to, there was a big discussion about Star Wars. I just saw Rogue One and loved it. I wanted to try and do a ranking of the movies, but I just can't. I love them all pretty much equally. Yes, wow. Eric, even episode one. What about episode two? One. We we ended up one. We ended up watching episode one a couple weeks ago. I told you that my son Zach really thought that he he has an attitude like me. He thinks that he's going to watch it. He's going to crack that code, Eric, and, and be able to watch that and somehow convince me that it was good. So we're watching it, and of course I'm fucking pish poshing everything. Like of even before I'm like, here we go. Where do you see this? And by probably a half hour in, he's like, this is the biggest piece of shit I've ever fucking watched. He oh, no, hold on, Zach. we got to watch episode two then. Then you'll yeah, know the yeah. biggest no, piece of shit. No, we were going to watch the prequels. I was going to sit and watch with – we never got to two. They, they failed. <laughs> Even though I hate Jar Jar, I still enjoy the movie. Darth Maul is my favorite character of all Star Wars, and I still call bullshit that Obi-Wan killed him. Money don't work on me, Eric. Or no, your Jedi <laughs> tricks. I want cold hard cash. I'm Watto. I'm a very bad stereotype. It's true. How's that? Darth Maul should have cut in thirds by the time he landed that jump. So I tweeted you guys yesterday asking for your top ten list of favorite superheroes in DC. I also put it to, out to the Get Fresh crew doop, doop, and asked people to send in their list too. Here is Whitney's. Honorable mention, Hawkman. Nice. That is so Whitney, Eric. Number 10, <laughs> a tie between Shazam and Constantine. She has a uh, a dark uh, tinge to her list at the beginning. Because the number 9, Raven. Number 8, Zatanna. Number 7, Nightwing. Number 6, Green Arrow. Number 5, Flash. Number 4, Aquaman. Number 3, Hal Jordan. Number 2, Batman. Number 1, Wonder Woman, Eric. Nice. It's a good list. I, I don't see Superman there. No, Superman, Eric. That is so fucking Whitney. For my honorable mentions, this is Taylor, a tie between Martian Manhunter, Mara, and Raven. Number 10, Flash. Number 9, Wonder Woman. Number 8, Shazam. Number 7, Batwoman. Number 6, Batman. Number 5, Aquaman. Number 4, Damian Wayne. Number 3, Batgirl. Number 2, Nightwing. Number 1, Hal Jordan. Looking yeah. forward to hearing yours and everyone else's. Thank you guys for everything and have a great week. Now I'm gonna. There's a couple guys who did their list and then we'll give ours. We have first up is Carl. Carl says this Taylor challenge to get fresh crew. Here we go. Number ten, John Stewart. Number eight, Simon Bass. Number uh, number nine, Simon Bass. Number eight, Barry Allen Flash. Number seven, Hal Jordan. Number six, Wally West Flash. Number five, Aquaman. Number four, Dick Grayson. Number three, Wonder Woman. Number two, Batman. Number one, Guy. Gardner. It's a very Another. Green Lantern-heavy list. No Superman on that list either, Eric. I, I, there's a trend going on. This is nonsense. Uh, Matches says, sup, get fresh crew. Boop, boop. Taylor asked the crew's top 10 DC superheroes, so here's my list. It's in no particular order other than heroes coming in mind. First, although the first four are definitely my favorite characters. Number one, I'll go 10. Number 10, Deadman. 
Number nine, Green Arrow. Number eight, Shazam. Number seven, Etrigan. Number six, Blue Beetle. Number five, Plastic Man. Number four, Hal Jordan. Number three, Superman. Number two, Robin Dick Grayson. And number one, Batman, Eric. Boom. And he says, keep up the great work, you guys. Keep bringing the laughs all week. Segregation Reggie, he wants. Boom. And Segregation Reggie, he gets. Segregation Reggie! You don't have to ask me twice. Oh, God. Ryan is the last so one. Drunk. Ryan is the last one of the uh, the listeners who responded. He says, what's up, Weird Science and the Get Fresh crew? Doop, doop. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. <laughs> I think I'm the only one who's going to end up loving it. I love it so much. Um, I used it last night. I tried to get some action from my wife by doing that. She called the police. No Detective <laughs> Comics section this week, but hope you guys are enjoying uh, the rest of them. And he, uh, Ryan does the Detective Comics deal where he matches up to the, the yeah. episode number. I like it a lot. It's interesting to go back and see where those comics have come from. He says, wanted to share my top 10 DC heroes with everyone. Number 10, Cyborg, Teen Titans era. Number 9, Starman, Eric. Star. Man, we mentioned Starman this week. Sure did. And we said there's a lot of people who yell how much they love Starman. See, Ryan's saying it. Never hear anybody wanting the book, though. Yeah, I'm like, telling you. We hear about Shazam all the oh, time. Oh, I want this. I want yeah, this. Yeah. It's never really a Starman no, on anybody's no. list. And, but everybody and, always talks how much they love yeah, it. Yeah, it seems like he's got enough of a, a fan base that it might work out. Number eight, Cave Carson. All right. Casey Brink, Doom Patrol. Number six, Jay Garrick Flash, Eric. Jay uh-huh. Garrick. I thought about that myself. Really? Number five, Dick Grayson. Number four, Barry Allen Flash. Number three, Mr. Terrific. Number two, Robot Man from Doom Patrol. And number one, Batman, pre the rooftops fucking issue that we got this week. (laughs) He didn't like it, Eric. He says, before that, he's in. After that, who knows? Everything's up. And where is Superman on these people's lists? Uh, I want to hear your list now, Eric. All right. Well, I don't have a particular order. I just labeled these out because I couldn't decide, Jim. I love them all so much. I have mine. Mine's in fucking... Order. And I fucking pondered over this order, so let's hear your list. All right, ready? Firestorm. Yes. Uh-huh. Kyle what? Rayner. Uh-huh. <laughs> Superboy. Uh-huh. I like that. You know what? I have to change my list now. God damn it. <laughs> Go on. Now, I, I'm doing a Con L Superboy, fucking, you know, the clone okay. Superman. Yeah. Or Superboy. No, Superboy's but... not on my list. It made me think of somebody else. Oh, okay. Batman. Okay. Robin. What's it? Robin, you say? Which yeah, Robin? I, I was going to say Tim Drake, but just because You're of how just much going I love Robin him, in general? I am going Robin in general because I always love all the Robins. Okay. Blue Beetle. Okay. Shazam. Okay. Red Hood. Okay. Mr. Terrific. Okay. Wally West. All right. All right. Superman. That's pretty good. That's an okay list, I'll tell you. Uh, I'm changing mine right now because I, I had – He put a lot uh, of thought, but now he's changing it. I will admit I, I had some uh, uh, jokes at the beginning, and now I see people actually took t- their time to make these lists. But, yeah, uh, you want to hear mine now? <laughs> I did. Oh, man. I had some jokes. Serious, you know who so. my number 10 was? No. Maps Mizuguchi from Gotham Academy. It's not really a joke, <laughs> but I don't know if she's fully a hero, uh, but I'll give you my list. It's a hero number, to you, Jim. Yes, number 10. Superboy, Eric. All right. Yes. And I'll go honorable mention. Are you Max going John Mizuguchi. Kent? I'm going John Kent now. Okay. That's, that's my Superboy, Eric. I don't care what you say. Number nine, Supergirl. That was right. uh, the one that I had forgotten. When you said Superboy, I'm like, holy shit, I forgot Supergirl. Number eight, Guy 
Gardner. You're gonna right. the, in these next three, you're gonna see a trend of you know the type of characters I like. Number seven, Jason Todd. Number mm-hmm. six, Damian Wayne. And I like right. assholes. Number five, Batman. Eric, Batman. Number four, Wonder Woman. Number three, Superman. Any Superman. Number two, Barry Any Allen Superman. Flash. And number one. That detective in Nightwing this week. I like Detective Swoboda. She is a hero. No, Dick Grayson. I actually Bam. was going to play around and put Nightwing, Dick Grayson, Robin. I was going to go down the line. All of them. Dick uh, Grayson iteration of Di- I'm saying every Nightwing. iteration of Dick Grayson. Grayson? Nightwing? But no, Dick Grayson's my favorite. But yeah, I... When I was thinking of this, it just it gets me so angry because Flash is my second favorite guy, and I just haven't really been down with the book that much. And yeah, well, Aquaman was kind of on that list for a bit, but then he got knocked off and, and whatnot. But that is my list. I think it's impeccable, Eric. And as you can tell from better. that, no interest in the dark characters, and you know that is true. I, I really don't have that much interest in those characters. So everyone, Not at all. No, everyone. I'm telling you, the darkest character I think I have is Jason Todd there. Uh, but, yeah, and if I could have an honorable mention of characters I really hate, Tim Drake, Eric. I'm just joking. I just he's right. my he is my least favorite Robin. But I'm gonna buy you the freaking Robin trade back in the day in the nineties. Maybe I'd like that. He's just my least favorite Robin. He really is. And if you jumped on like people were jumping on with Rebirth, uh, may like him. I jumped on at New Fifty Two and boy, he was a dick the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it was hard yes. to like him there. Like yeah. I really started to rethink like has he always been like this? Am yep. I just wrong about how much I like him? No. Yeah, and it's all and really, too. if you want to go with that, like you can really see like Dick Grayson, great. Damien is my second favorite Robin, and he was awesome during the New 52. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, Jason Todd, like it goes down the line, and, and Tim is way in the back. He's just sitting there. Uh, but, yeah, well, that's it for this mail section. Thank you, Taylor, and everybody Thank else you. who responded. Thank you, Whitney. And we're going to go off to some more books. Just the League of America, The Adam Rebirth, number one, written by Steve Orlando with art by Andy McDonald, John Rauch, Rauch, and Clayton Cowles. To get us in line with the new JLA title coming out in February, DC has decided that you need to be brought up to speed with Ryan Choi and how he met his mentor and friend Ray Palmer. But pretty much it's just Ryan's early days in college, him being, you know, the eyes and ears of Ray when he's the Adam and eventually become the Adam himself when Ray gets trapped in the microverse. Yes. Yeah, uh... I'd like to be positive because I positively know this is a money grab, and this is the first one of these four that are going to be these preludes to these character, you know, character deals into the JLA. If yeah, this each is week the per- we have the we have yeah. the Adam this week, next week it's Vixen, the week after that it's yep. the Ray, and the week after that it's Killer Frost. Yes, yeah, so you have these, and to me. They are going to be very unnecessary because this is the first one. So you think that out of the gate you're going to give the fans something so that they are confident that these books are going to mean something and they have to read it. Now, number one, I am. you said earlier today you're looking forward to the Ray. Uh, actually, I hope that that's one that we actually do get some background of the character because not well, a lot of people know I'm the saying, character. Not a lot of, of people in my mind who've jumped on the Rebirth know anything about the characters that they are presenting or even most of the characters yeah, no. in the new JLA the problem title. Is, the problem to me is Killer Frost. They already We already had a backup no, thing, yeah, and she's going heavy fully in. She seems to be the star of oh, the yeah, Just League versus Suicide Squad. So all I think that is going to be is going to be her transition from one to the next. 
but we're going to get that. I don't and think I'll anything though, yeah, here. Exactly. In my mind, Killer Frost is going to be you know, Batman going to her after everything said and done with Justice League versus Suicide Squad and getting the team wrapped around with her as yes. the head pretty much. Now, the, the problem, though, with these sort of things is DC is a, you know, they're a company, Eric, and they have to play things smart. You're not ever going to get something in these books that you will not have at least briefly explained in that first couple JLA books. Uh, this is more to get number ones out, just like the Rebirth number ones. Really, if you go to all those Rebirth number ones, I think I was talking to Reggie about this one day, uh, you really don't have anything in any of those that was 100% necessary to go into the books uh, because they're not going to do that. They're not going to screw you out of things by jumping in to the actual series and then you're oh i'm lost uh, you know maybe you could say they can tell you oh well go back and read this but if this just this adam you know ryan Choi book here is any indication we got nothing in this book it wasn't no. bad this is the problem i'm gonna say this you know when we talk about later when we talk about uh, the captain adam book nothing is necessarily bad it's just unnecessary and and kind of boring uh, and that, that's, about, is, that's essentially what i said in my uh reviewer this yeah. is unnecessary because all the information you need going forward we already got in the dc universe rebirth special yeah that's basically this is an expanded version of what we already got in the rebirth special number one that when when rebirth first started because this is the one book of these four that does have a direct connection to what we saw in rebirth because you did see ryan Choi and ray palmer which you're going to get that scene again here uh because of that it almost makes it seem like when they had the flash book at the beginning of flash where you were seeing scenes again the problem or the better part for this though we we have some distance from agreed so to me it's more of a reminder it's it's not bad again it's only 299 that's the thing. It's, I, it's not horrible. Like, as I, I'm sorry. I put in my review, this is unnecessary, but I had yeah. to say, it's pretty well written. It's and I don't horrible. mind the art. Yeah, and Steve Orlando, the one thing that we have problem with him is dialogue. Nothing wrong at all with this no, dialogue. No, not at all. Hell, let's even one... start this issue off yeah. with a great scene where it's like getting rid of that Asian stereotype. Like, yeah, yeah. You doctor yet? Yeah. <laughs> it's, and basically, we'll go. It starts off. Uh, Ryan is, um, he's daydreaming and it is daydreaming that ends up kind of being what ends up at the end, whatever. But he goes, his parents are there to drop him off at college and they do, they go against the, you know, the Asian stereotype that we see basically in family guy all the time and things like that about the Asians. You doctor yet? This is actually the, we don't want to be doctor yet. I'm Our terrible. parents made us doctor. We want to yeah, be honest. Yeah. Be honest. And I like that. Uh, in the meantime, you do get the, the other thing where they're like, why are you going by Ryan? Why are you doing this? And, you know, he wants to fit in. You're, you're getting yeah. right away that he, it's not that he is, he's dissing his heritage because even when he meets his, his, uh, roommate, when he goes in and, Hey, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Hong Kong. He does, but he wants to fit in. He, you get right away. He is a kid who desperately just wants to fit in but has had problems probably throughout his life because he you know he's one of these smart guys he even says at one point you know he didn't party he's you know yeah. he is the smarter version of little jimmy werner little jimmy werner wasn't smart he just did he was, a little, he was allergic he was to just hops socially awkward he was allergic to hops my friend you no, couldn't go I told you today, it's like Ryan Choi's probably the guy of if somebody just said, you know what, I want to find somewhere to buy cigarettes. Yeah, okay, I'm out. That, that that's all it took for me. 
Uh, but yeah, he's an awkward kid, so he's going to go to college. Uh, but I do, I like him because it's not even like he, um, he's not faking the funk. You know what no, I mean? No, no. The he, Ryan, he his parents kind of call him, but he's going to be himself and he's going to go. We meet his roommate. Have no idea if his roommate, his roommate, it might be Matthew McConaughey here. The guy <laughs> does it. He's, right, never met right, a, right. he's never met a shirt that he likes, Eric. The guy's just hanging out shirtless. He loves rugby. How do you uh, hang out at home? Pantless. You yeah, he likes yeah. shirtless. Yeah, he's got some, you know, jogging pants on. But yeah, he's kind of there, it seems, that Ryan goes in after he says goodbye to his parents. And he goes in. And I think this guy is there as the, you know, the cool guy. He's there. He says he, he's a rich guy. His dad's a senator. He says, oh, why, why, what's your sentence here? Because I got to go here because my dad, when he's a senator, hey, the rugby's pretty good, but the rugby's better here. I'm like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> rugby, and, and then, <laughs> yeah. And then Ryan's just like, oh, man, you know, I'm here to learn, baby. And uh, he says he did not uh, do a lot of partying. He said, party, I read Judge D mysteries, listen to lectures, and it's a good idea to know right away. You get the hint. He is a Ryan, uh, Ray Palmer fucking fanboy right Definitely. away. I'm telling yeah, you, he has come here specifically because Ray Palmer teaches yep, here, and he wants yep. to be like around his mentor in his yeah, mind. Yeah, and know? even as his mom and dad say, he's been talking about this all his goddamn life. Like he's like, every I want to be a football player. He just wanted to go to Ivy University. That's all he's ever wanted. I to want do. to be Ray Palmer's shadow. Yes. Now, yeah, calm down, well, we, Ryan. And he, he becomes it because yeah. they go and there's a lecture, and it made me laugh because if you're reading all the books, this lecture business. Reminded me a lot of the Supergirl book when uh, when Cat Grant that, yeah, yeah, went yeah. in and did that you know gave the big presentation and Kara uh, was too afraid to join in but then afterwards it became a thing like R- Ray Palmer's there and actually of all these people seems to focus on him and I like the fact the way the art is I'm not a huge fan of the art in this book I'm telling you I'm not hip on the art a lot. I like that everybody else in this lecture is kind of washed out, yeah. and Ryan's there, very bright and orange jacket and stuff. And I like that it almost shows you because you are looking at it through Ray Palmer's point of view. So there's Ray Palmer. Ray Palmer in this whole thing seems and Ryan's to already stand been, out. Yeah, he's he is already focusing on Ryan in a not so creepy way, I guess. There, I'm no. saying I even put it in my review. It's like oh, fucking Ray Palmer. He has some great observation skills because. He's asking questions left and right. People are answering him. The entire time, Ryan Choi is mouthing the correct answer, yeah, but not yeah. raising his hand. And Ray notices this, which, you know, yeah. draws his attention to him. But in so my I mind, said it like, reminds if, me of the Cat Grant Supergirl thing, but yeah. yeah. Uh, in my knows. mind, though, if I'm the teacher, Ryan, I'm just thinking this, this layabout's going to slide. Yeah, look, at, look at this time. guy. Yeah, but I, I even, again, I'm going to keep saying one question. it's weird, too, because now I'm going to say the second reason or second thing I like about the art, Ken, I didn't really, I was not big on the art but i do like you can't have it's very hard to have art that mouths because he says oh i see you know you're mouthing the answers why don't you you answer but he does the art does a really good job of, of presenting him as a fidgety guy at one point yeah. he's there then he's got his hand up he well, he's very socially he's very socially awkward yes. yep. and like they let you know that he has these insecurities going in even yes. some allergies you know yep. he is yeah. pretty much the anti-superhero type that yeah, we're he used is. to DC he, comics he, he is definitely the least super heroic guy at the beginning here that it's you essentially would think. Ryan Choi in my mind is like you know early on you know Peter Parker to a degree yeah and, and I I like the fact that Ryan does, they present him, and Steve Orlando does a good job of showing him as a pretty, pretty good guy. 
He's a yeah. nice guy. He's not going to, you know, screw around and, and be a jerk or whatever. But yeah, he ends up, you know, answering this question, this final question that nobody knows the answer to. I kind of think that he's cheating a little because I'm sure he's heard seven <laughs> lectures on this that's already. That's cheating. Yeah, that's cheating. That's coming Or is that preparation? Damn right it yeah. is. But really, to me, like, as this is going on, it's not only a lecture that Ray Palmer is giving, but he is kind of almost, uh, you know, treating it as almost like an interview. You calling him cheating just makes me, for some reason, you put yourself in this book where you're yeah, in the class. That's what I would have done. This motherfucker. Yeah. Who does he think he is? I would have been the guy right next to him cheating right along and being pissed. I'm like, you fucking <laughs> fidgety motherfucker. But yeah, uh, like I said, Ray sees right away that there's something, and we jump a year ahead, so you don't know what's going on, but yeah, right we, away. We get some quick progressions, but we get these instances where we know that we can lead yeah. to this progression. He answers this question, yeah. impresses the teacher. We jumped a year ahead to his again, you know, first yeah, year review. And again, this is not, this is something where, uh, again, I'll give Steve Orlando full credit. Uh, the pacing of this is fine to me because you know, going in that Ray, uh, that Ray and, and Ryan are going to end up like this. They're going to yeah. be partners in this whole deal. So there's nothing rushed or forced. We, we no. are waiting for you, this you, right you away. You don't need to sit like, around through no, his, like all let's of get his to years it. of school. Yeah, yeah exactly. I like this. Let's get right to it. And he does. And that's where you see. We where, see the important, the parts that matter for their relationship. Yeah. There's only one thing, uh, and we'll get to it, but yeah, uh, they're there. And this is a year later, like you said, and he's working with Ray. And Ray's like, hey, you know what? We've been working all this time. You know, why do you do this? Why do you want to be, you know, what you're going on? Why, why do you want to be a scientist and things like that? And he gives this speech about how he wants, you know, he's always had problems. He's always been, you know, this and that. I have allergies. I have this. But he also, like, it's the little guy. He wants yeah. to, you know, prove that the little guy is good. And this hits Ray pretty good. Now, the only thing well, it's, that it's I more thought was weird. The little guy, it's just that the little things matter yeah, more than yeah. the big things sometimes. And talking to a guy who is actually secretly the Adam, yeah, you know, the, you, you just passed the test. Yeah, he did. He pa- the only thing that gets me is that you see Ryan come in. And it, and he's still fidgety. He's still oh, yeah. this awkward fidgety guy. But then Raven points out, look at this. Look at all these awards. It wasn't just me. It's you as well. And Ryan's on these awards. The prize for physics and chemistry points out Ryan's on there. This means that Ryan is pretty much a hot shot in the land of physics and chemistry oh, here. Yeah. But yet he's still coming off as like this just a student who's who's nervous and thinks – no, he's pretty much set now in in his field. I mean, he's still a student. It's only a year later. I'm saying but it's only the already, first year. I'm saying, yeah. But it doesn't matter. You, you even see something yet. above there. You see Ryan's name on something as well. Like, all these awards seem to have Ryan involved. He's set for life now. And, and it seems like Ray has to, like, almost say, oh, by the way, I didn't tell you this. You got all these awards. Look at these, buddy. Because it's just like almost like him like, hey, we have these awards. I just thought that Ryan be like, yeah, I, I fucking know this. I came in. I'm fidgety because I'm fidgety, not because of this. But it just was a little – that seemed to me a little bit forced. It, it did seem forced. Also, I, I've had some professors when I was in college. Now, I went for psychology and stuff, and I did for some of my graduate – 
things. You had to, you know, you write papers and you do things and you have professors that you work with. There's no fucking way anybody I met would ever have me on one of these awards. They fucking steal, they, they fucking steal the thunder any way they can. That's why they have students to help them to do the dirty work. You're not are, on any prize. Are you prizes. trying to tell us the professors in West Virginia aren't reputable? No. Well, they are. It's what everyone does. You have these students that are just trying to graduate. You know as a student that you're just yeah. doing this to help them. Yeah, you'll be in the, the end credit deal. Shut you're the not, hell up. You're not the star. And yeah. this is – but, yeah, he seemed – that to me, again, it seemed a little forced. You didn't need to have Ryan be told by Ray, like, look at baby. You're a star. You're the, <laughs> the greatest. But yet, like you said, though – it was the pass the test. He's like, you like the little things? I like, you know, you want to see a little thing? And he's going, whoa, 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 professor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Let's keep this and, professional. Instead of unzipping his pants, he he, he becomes small. He's the, obviously. Hey, Ryan, the don't make it obvious, all right? Yeah. And I think the only thing I can say is that uh, the stuff with the awards and stuff had to show you, like, okay, Ray thinks of them almost as an equal. Yeah, they've been working them. very you have close to have a together trust. for a year now. Yeah, the, the trust is there. And to me, yeah, that's where Ray's like, listen, you, you tr- your trust is there. Okay, here you go. Boom. I'm going to show you something. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a pretty cool moment. Again, it, it's just not that necessary. <laughs> like, nothing happens in this book that I said at all. Holy crap. I didn't think that was going to happen. Like you, if you would have asked me beforehand, what do you think this book's going to be about? Uh, and told me at least that the rebirth part's going to be in it. I think I could have told you exactly what was going to happen in here, but it's okay. It's yeah. not, it's not pissed. You get montages. I did not mind reading it. It's no. like, it's not a terrible read at all. It's just that I didn't need to have this with Ryan Choi personally. Mm. I'm saying, I'm thinking people that came on rebirth will like to have this. So like, you know, they they want to get to know the Adam. They don't know Ray Palmer. Yeah, then they don't I know actually, Ryan Choi. I, I think that people will read this and then just set it aside and never think of it again if they do buy it. Uh, but yeah, they go and you even have uh, you have a montage. You have Ryan and as Ryan is helping Ray become the Adam and get better at the Adam. You see in a very well laid out deal. That he's also getting confidence in his normal life. He's playing video games with his with his uh, roommate. He has a study group with a with a girl, and he's all happy. Like he's, this is you know, stuff. He's actually going to a bar and hanging out with Ray yes. and just having yeah. drinks yeah. and relaxing. Yeah. It's it's pretty good that him. Like I said, as Ray is becoming better at being the Adam with Ryan's help, Ryan is becoming more of an open guy and a bet. Now I can't say a better person. No, no, he's, he's just getting over person. his insecurities and his little, you know, stuff like that, which is good. Uh, but they do spell out that Ray really does say at a bunch of times, like, Jesus Christ, Ryan, you saved my goddamn life. Like, you're the superhero, which is a good setup of what's going to happen uh, eventually. Now, I will ask you right now, before we even go on further, uh, do you, going into this uh, JLA book, are you glad that it's Ryan, or would you rather have had Ray Palmer? I would have rather had Ray Palmer so personally, but the thing is, we had already set this up for Rebirth, yeah, I know. so you it know that been, Ray was gone. It, it would have been so, like, I think that as Rebirth went, like, as Rebirth hit, there's a couple books. You had a Shazam book right away, I think it would have been a hit. Oh, I yeah. actually think if they had an Adam book with Ryan and Ray, I think that could have, you know, as a like, monthly. Like kind of I a think better it, Blue Beetle? Yeah, I think it could have done okay. I'm not going to say it would be gangbusters, but this was something you ha- would have had to have gone right at Rebirth. Like hit that right away with those other monthlies. I think it would have done okay. And then maybe even that lead into Ryan going off 
onto the JLA that way. Uh, but this is kind of what you like. This would have been a decent rebirth issue of even the, the Adam, a solo book. Uh, it's weird though, because you know we're starting all the stuff. We you know we're going from the new fifty two to rebirth here, and like all the old continuity starting away. Where we started out with Ray Palmer, and like in Blue Beetle, we started out with Ted Cord, and we eventually yeah. you know moved on to the, the yeah, newer versions this, this of the does characters. Have, and you, you're right, this does have a very Blue Beetle esque feel because yeah, of Ray. But it's not and annoying Ryan. like Blue Beetle. No, is. no, I actually. And I guess it's yeah. just that like growing up you know ray palmer was the adam like i was never a big adam fan i knew he was there like i liked when he'd show up from time to time but when ryan Choi came in i wasn't really reading comics at that point in my life and i don't really care about the character because he wasn't my adam growing up yeah yeah i really care that much about ray and again like uh, we're we're dealing with this and and how it ends up like we said it's going to end up with the the thing that we saw in rebirth uh, when you get to the JLA book, I'm just I'm a little concerned too of how that book's going to kind of develop. Is it going to be like okay, we're going to do one arc for Ryan? We're gonna we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, yeah, because I'm this, you, you, you almost get the idea though from where we leave this that he'd want to go right into yes, the whole right you know, to we it. Need That's to find what I'm saying. Problem. And and if you find out that say Vixen has something that she has to, you're going to have a little suspension of disbelief at some point saying, because we like gonna, you we said we all going to go to the team like hey we all got important missions rock paper scissors this shit out it, it's going to be the wu-tang clan they're going to say <laughs> listen we have the wu-tang clan you all have to settle down we'll have our solo albums coming out but you got to trust me tight. we'll have these solo hang tight odb you shut your mouth <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it but yeah i think that's how it's going to be but uh it goes on there where they are drinking in a bar uh, there is, they're drinking this fancy French liqueur, Eric, and even Ryan, or Ray says to Ryan, like, hey, you know what? You, you've come a long way there, buddy. Uh, you know, you, who would have thought you'd be drinking this crazy, fantastic fucking French deal? But they do a good progression where it seems like they must meet doing this, or at least Ryan has gone to this bar again because he hasn't heard from Ray. And yeah, for like a week they've gone. We um, see he's actually gone a little stalkerish because he keeps calling Ray over yeah, and over again. Yeah, he keeps again. calling him. He has his and phone. The only pro- this is the only problem I have with yeah, the book. Yeah, I have a problem we, with this as well. But go because on, we, I'm sure we, we just have went through this whole progression to try to get Ryan to be this character that way. We now know that he has confidence that he yeah, can yeah, be yeah. this person who yep. steps up even out, outside of academics and all that. But um, as soon as Ray disappears, all that seems to be gone now. Like yeah, the, he the, is the, only this confident person around Ray. Yeah. And the idea of him, like, in my mind, like, we just got over all this stuff. And uh, when we go to the JLA book now, mm-hmm. it's yep. in my mind, he's going to go through these goddamn social anxieties because he's not used to working with a yeah. team and all these different people. And he's going to be – he's not going to have confidence in himself being the superhero character. Now, my problem is I think that Steve Orlando had a little bit of a problem because really the, the problem being is that Rebirth started – that not real. The rebirth part of this started where Ryan is going and finding out. Oh, Professor Palmer hasn't shown up to his class to do his yeah. lectures and things like that. To get to that though, I think they're missing a step. Something felt weird because really, to me, it seemed like Ray and Ryan were inseparable. Number one, and that they were doing Adam stuff every day. You didn't get this whole thing where I wish there was a point a little bit earlier, though this is very quick, so there's not a lot of time, where yeah. Ray said, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna be gone for a week. We'll do because it seems like he not just oh, I can't get a hold of him. He would have went to his office. Yeah. And at this point, because we saw this in rebirth, you have to have it where he shows up at the office and there's all this mail. And let to me that that couldn't have gathered like that because Ryan would have been there. 
he has the key to the office. I think that they, you know, he would have been there in a day. He would have been there the next day. Maybe, maybe it's the weekend. Shows up on Monday. Is it winter break and he just got back? That's what I'm saying. I wish that they would have had something to explain to me why it's a week later and he's just wondering where, like he's calling Ray. He would go to the office. Yeah. He would go to see him. They actually work together. They are part of the Adam team at this point as well. That I think that number one, he just saved Ray's ass. Now I wish Ray would have said, like, hey, you know what? That was a tough call. You saved my ass. You know what? Let's take a little break from the Adam stuff. You know, we're getting, because to me, the minute that I'm Brian and I'm like, oh, I can't get a hold of him. Oh shit. Something must have happened as the Adam and I would have rushed right there anyway. Brian's even, a needy girlfriend at this point. Yeah, but it's weird though that he just keeps calling and doesn't go to the office. What I'm saying is it's, it's a weird oh, way they have to go. And I think that Steve Orlando kind of had his hands tied because you did see that exact thing when he in the rebirth. So you saw, like, he goes and the dean's like, oh, my God, Ray, you know, Ray hasn't been to class. You better find your I, boss I, soon. How about and, this? And how about have... this? How about this? Fucking, since, you know, Ryan saved Ray's life and Ray's given him all these ac- like accolades about it and shit like that. Yeah. He's gotten so confident. Now he's going about <laughs> his day-to-day life and he's like, I'll check in with Ray when I have to. Yeah, you know, well, he's like yeah. bebopping along, going out yeah. with girls, having a good time. I don't know. When I, when I saw the um the Rebirth in the Rebirth special with that, it, for some reason in my mind, me just pretending that I knew what was going on or kind yeah. of saying, oh, I th- I actually thought Ryan was going to be so pompous here. He was going to start teaching the goddamn class, that it was going to be one of those almost like a secret of my success. Like right. there's the guy in the mailroom. Now he's doing this. I thought he was going to try to fake the funk so that Ray eventually doesn't get – uh you know, fired, but it doesn't go that far. He no. goes into the office then, uh, into the lab, and he's looking around. And that's where he gets the, you know, the call from Ray, which we did see already, though. Uh, didn't he call out? It, it's a little bit different. The dialogue is a little bit different than it was in the rebirth. Cause didn't yes. he say at one point that he thought that something was changed? Yes. And, there there uh, was something wrong with, uh, the timeline on a microscopic yeah, level or something yeah. like that. And like, well, you have to, like, he was going to warn him about something and then get the tape yes, got cut off. Yes, he was going to warn him at the last second he got cut off. And even to the point where, I, I'm, of course, I didn't look into it fully. But didn't he spell out who he thought it was? It was one of the the Adam's old villains, and he thought that that's who it was, but it wasn't. I don't remember if he putting out Kronos or not, yeah, but I'm not sure. That's what I think it was. I think it was Kronos because that's how the whole time thing said. He's right. like, oh, my God, there's a, a weird shift in time in the microverse. We, we saw him fight Kronos in one of those montages. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it it was weird. Like it was almost like that was even there before. So it could lead into that. And I do think that he said, uh, I thought it was Kronos, but something bigger. Oh my God. It's, and then it cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And like, like, you got to make sure you do this before. And then it gets cut off or something like that because there's a trap or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, you, yeah, you didn't know like, what was oh, going on. But, the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here they kind of go a little different. It's fine, I yeah. guess. I actually thought, why didn't they do it exact? But, uh, but he did point out, you got the size changing belt. You Come and meet me. Chest. The big thing is that this belt is tethered to, you know, Ray's belt. But I think that's going to be a, a major problem. Anyway, he's going to put it on and there's going to be no tether. So he's going to be very confused. Uh, I think that it, as points went on, I think we've even talked that we thought maybe Ray might even be like in a Mr. Oz type cell now. Could that be could at be this possible. Point, yeah. 
Uh, and that's why he'd be kind we of We don't know Mr. Ross's capabilities, so who knows? Yeah, so we don't know. And, you know, you, you can make all the guesses. But, in, in fact, this is going to be uh, Ryan just trying to find Ray, though he said once JLA starts, I hope that it doesn't get hokey with the, why is he waiting this long? This is something yeah. like, even if they're like, well, I guess Ray's going to be okay, so i got to do this first no. and, and stuff like that, but we'll see. But if this anybody, is your best friend in the entire world. You yes. get on that shit yeah. all yeah. immediately. And uh, hopefully he has a little of the confidence. He does look very, uh, you know, very happy when he puts the belt on, so maybe that will carry over. But I do think you're still going to get what you got here. You're going to get a little bit of in the JLA book. I, you I always believe so have as well. to. Uh, like I said, I don't mind the it's almost page like to page reading. Anxiety where we have yeah. to go over it over and over again yeah. for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Well, even that because you know you can't count on everybody buying the stuff, so you want the series to be full, especially with. I don't know if these will be in its own trade. It's going to be a very weird trade if you have yeah, four is. issues right away. Uh, but we'll see. That, that's down the line. I didn't mind this reading it. It's just through the whole thing. I thought, well, there's nothing mind-blowing here. No, there's not. It's not very necessary. I do think it's a way for them to try to do that rebirth freaking magic again where you have these number ones. They get four number ones in a month. That's, you know, that's solid gold. Good for you, DC. I will, I, I am very interested to see how this does sell. Uh, it'd be weird. It's even as I'm paging because Super Sons is coming up and there's an ad in there. And I'm like, this would be like a Damien Super Sons, Damien, number one rebirth. Yeah. And John, you know, it'd be ridiculous. But this actually, because the characters we don't mo- know much of, it's not, it doesn't feel ridiculous, just unnecessary. I'm telling um, you, the, the Ray, I can't tell you anything about off the top of my head. I remember when they had that, um, I want to say it was a one shot or it was a mini series earlier in the new 52. And I remember yeah. looking at him like, I'm not interested in this and never yep. picked it up. So I have no idea what's going on in the Ray in this continuity. Yeah. yeah. The Ray is weird. That's I the know. one that, that's the one that I actually, of all those, I was looking forward to. Like you said, yeah, I don't know anything about the Ray. And Vixen, Nothing we really haven't all. had anything with either yeah. in this. Yeah. It'll be, I don't, it'll be one that, that'll be the big thing. He'll, uh, Ryan will be like, I'm looking for Ray. And the Ray will think he, it'll be like, who's on first? Uh, that's ah. some humor. That's some humor there. Hey, I'm looking for Ray. That's I'm right here. What? Hold of. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. They'd love that. All the kids love who's on first, right? Everybody <laughs> loves that. You throwing shade at me or you throwing no, that shade? No, I, I would never do that. All right. Well, I don't mind. I don't like the art. In, I, I don't mind. I think it works for this college-like issue for some reason. It, did, I I, it works for me for this story because it's very low-key. It doesn't it need to be over very, the top. It seemed kind of rushed to me. I don't know why. The stuff with the Adam, I like. And But when he's just in class and just the normal you know, character work, I was not very impressed. I didn't like I'm it saying, at all. This is not a normal art style that I can usually get, yeah, it, like, get yeah. into. I did not mind it here, though. And That's I'm telling okay. you, the, the dialogue for, like, we usually have problems with Steve Orlando's dialogue here. It's yeah. very well done in my mind. And it's just an unnecessary story is the yeah. biggest problem I yeah, have. I think, I think looking at it, I think the problem I have, for some reason with dialogue, I, I like detailed backgrounds and this does not have it i think that's what throws me off there are panels with no backgrounds just a white deal and yeah you're if you tell me that's because they want to focus more on the characters i'll go with them. it just sure you my can tell eyes me whatever like you what want. my eyes see are, oh, okay and this is this is very average to me but what what would you give this issue or what did you give this issue i gave this a seven out of ten yeah i think i'd give it a six uh, right. i'm a little i told you earlier i said i'm gonna give it a two 
<laughs> I'm not as negative now. Just reading it. it. It's it's almost like I can't even it, I'm trying to explain. It's almost like you go and see a movie, you get done and you're like, "Okay, that wasn't a waste of money, but afterwards I'll you don't ever think it about again. it again." Yeah, you'll never watch it again, but you had a chuckle and you smiled once and, and it it's was enough worth the for ticket you. price okay and here's the other thing is like that sort of movie this is like something that you go to a movie because your buddy or your girlfriend or wife or whoever they they drag you there so you have no expectations you may even go in negative and yeah. when you come out you're more positive because you're like eh, i didn't hate it so yeah. you got that but yeah so i'll go with that but yeah a six is for me uh but now we're going to go on to the next book eric which I maybe it's because <laughs> going into this movie, I actually had some hopes that number one, I would learn more about the character, and number two, that it'd be something exciting. And to me, it was neither. But go on. The Fall and Rise of Captain Adam, number one, written by Kerry Bates and Greg Wiseman, with art by Will Conrad, Ivan Nunez, and Seda Temafante. It seems that back in 2012, Captain Adam went and got himself a fever. And while I'd like to make a cowboy joke that this shit, that shit yeah. is like 17 years old at this point. Yes, it is. I have a fever, and the only cure is more cowbell. Was, was more that a good walking? I have I mean, a fever, too. You know what I want? More Captain Adam, Eric. I can't do a walking. More Captain Adam. All right, all right. Hey, anyway, this, this I'm just like you. I just put on gold fucking item. <laughs> Anyway, with this fever, our hero finds himself erupting in quantum energy, which ends up destroying a part of a town before the big eruption hits, and it appears that our hero is dead. Only thing, though, it looks like Captain Adam's days of time travel aren't over because it looks like our hero wound up in 1994. Well, uh, what? what, Back with your joke? (laughs) I actually, when I I said that, when I had a fever, I wrote, I'm like, you know what? That does remind me of that. I had to look it up. Like, that came out in 2000. Can you believe that shit? Really? I was yeah. going to go, I almost said to you, 2003 just called, they want their joke back, and I didn't say it, because I didn't know the exact time, 2000. I looked huh? it up, 2000, I'm like, nice. it's almost, almost well, 17 years old now. Can I tell you one thing about this mini-series that might... I have a fever! God, I wish I could do a walk It might impress you, uh, but I do think that the guy who writes this writes another mini-series that we're not so big on. Uh, do you know who that might be? Now, I'm saying that, and I'm probably completely wrong, and I think I am now, so I'm not going to say it. Or, I'm not going to say it at all. Never Good. mind. Never mind what I was going to say. Uh, this book, I want. I you like Captain Adam. You're, yeah. you're a Captain Adam fan, I would say. Uh, this is something where... Is, I, I want to be a Captain Adam fan. I'm like, what we've gotten in the um, continuity up to this point, we had the Captain Adam series, which did not last long. We got the character showing up in Firestorm, where he was like, you know, he exploded out. He took on all this energy and exploded and wound up in, like, in the future in the 31st century and was part of the Legion Lost series before okay. going back in time at the end of that. We have not seen him at all except for at the freaking place where the New 52 Superman died. He just happened to be in the background at that spot. Yeah. Uh, here's the way – like we, we say uh, when we do the podcast or when we're going to pick books and stuff like that, like – uh there's Reggie type books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are Eric type books, and then there I don't really have a type, Eric. I'm not I, I'm open to everything. I'm colorblind when it comes to books. No, you're uh, negative to everything. But so this is actually this is actually an Eric book to me. Like this is a character. Not that you sit you know, you don't walk around and say you love Captain Adam. No, uh, no. But when these sort of things do come about, uh whether or not you think I am a negative guy, and so I'm looking now. 
Yeah, this whole thing that I, I was going to have with this other writer that they, it, it was completely wrong. <laughs> I just look. But when I said this, I can't remember what book. There is another book recently that I said the same thing with. Death of Hawkman. It might be. Uh, not, not just, I'm saying like personally, the, the other book that I'm thinking of, I wish I could remember because it's one of those where I want to love the book so that me and you can actually, oh man, you know, like I actually, people will think that I'm just Blue a guy Beetle. with no heart. I think it was, it was, it was Blue Beetle. They, they think that I'm a cold hearted snake, Eric. <laughs> That's what I think. Look into my eyes. But, uh, the problem is I always want to go into these books that you like because to me, if I like it, like we go, now I go to work, I'm like, you know what? I love Captain Adam. I love Blue Beetle. The the look on your face, it's like fucking Christmas morning. Like you're like, somebody else, finally, somebody else likes Blue Beetle. Somebody else likes Captain Adam. And I, I couldn't do it with this. I read it tonight. I was bored out of my fucking gourd. And the problem with me is I'm going into this without any prior knowledge, really, of Captain Adam. Uh, you know what I know of Captain Adam? He was flying around that rebirth issue over Superman's death. That's all I know of him. <laughs> Captain so, Adam is the basis for Dr. Yeah. Manhattan. So what the problem there is that the money grab here is to just go with it. You go, hey, everybody, we've hinted at the Watchmen and stuff. We can't do anything with them now. So actually, it's weird. It's a reverse. It's actually the reverse. Alan Moore was going to kill off these guys. You can't do it. Make up your own. They can't have a book with the Watchmen now because the shit that's going oh, yeah. on. So now let's have Captain Adam. And people will just they'll just grab onto this because well, oh my god that it's going to be something important. It's going to tell us. It's going to do this. Now we have also said we, we talked about this a lot going in because you know with this whole Watchmen mystery going on yes. in Rebirth right now. You need to get a character like Captain and back in the freaking spotlight so people know who he is. So when shit goes down, you have this powerhouse. Yeah, and that, that's what the weird thing is, is, you know, we could, we could have a whole podcast on our speculation and things oh, yeah. like that. Because the weird thing is, is like right away, people are assuming that when the Watchmen come out, when they step out of the fucking shadows, it's World War Eight, Eric. We skip every other war and go to eight. Yeah. And I don't know that that's going to be the, that's the how case. That's how it gets you. Yeah, yeah, really. I don't know if that's going to be fully the case because we've talked about it. Dr. Manhattan isn't that type of guy. No. Like, he's not a guy. Like, if anything, I think he might be somebody who's just sitting back while shit goes on and then eventually he's got to go in. But I do think that when they do have this big event, it's going to be one of those events where you have everybody involved. So, yes, it's nice that you're going to present Captain Adam so people don't like, holy shit, I don't even know who this is. You're going to go. But that's the problem with this one issue to me. Now, we've talked off the air about it. I'm mad, and I already said it tonight. I'm mad because I didn't get enough of what Captain Adam's all about. I want to right. know who he is. Now, you say your theory is the way it ends. Now we're going to get it. But the problem is you need to grab people. People are going to yeah, like grab the, this. And the again, idea in your mind is that you just started an album off with the worst yeah, song you, you have. You just started a, an album off with your worst song, but yet the next song's the, the best. The next That's song's going right to build. And even not even that, the next song's going to build to eventually the fourth song being the great <laughs> single. A lot of people aren't going to get that far. They're going to listen to the first. And I'm afraid that a lot of people are going to jump on this people book thinking. People don't even know this. They're like, they only listen to singles now. Get the I fuck know. out of here. Yeah, it's, it's not the, the building of an album. No. Yeah. But yeah, I think a lot of people are going to jump on this book. can't make a great mixtape anymore. No. No, that was the best. I know. Uh, 
But yeah, people are going to grab this thinking it's something important, and a lot of people don't last more than one issue if, if they're, you know, they're not given what they think is going on. And this book does not seem important after I read the first issue going into it. Even the, I mean, you even said it seems weird, the fall and rise, but that's intriguing. Yeah. And then you have it as a full, the fall and rise of Captain M. Jesus Christ, that seems epic. I mean, this seems like the crazy shit is going to well, go in on. In my mind, too, like, I want to know what the original friggin', like, title of this was, because before the um, Death of Hawkman, the death of Hawkman. Out, it was called, you know, uh, Hawkman and Adam Strange out of time. Out of time. And yeah, so that's such they, a generic right, term. Right before they came out, they changed the title of Death of Hawkman. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's a, that's a great title right there. That's going to get people in line. Yeah, to read I'm, this I'm shit. telling you, reading that, uh, that, uh, that Hawkman and Adam Strange, which it came out this week as well. Yeah. I, I think that that was the title because somebody grabbed it. Mr. DC is like, let me see what this is all about. <laughs> what the fuck this storytelling's out of time. Because it does <laughs> jump back and forth. They're like, oh, we'll, we'll go with that then, sir. And then he's like, oh, that's not going to sell. And somebody came to their senses. But, yeah, this is uh, – this is crazy because it starts off and you are already – and you are getting these um, kind of – you get a date, but you don't get the full date. Well, that's it's the thing. very you – get, You get this trope that we have where we start out at the – almost at the end of our story. We go back yeah. in time and we work our way back to where we started because when we start out, we all do have a date. We find out through the dialogue that this is 2012. Yeah, yeah. Which, you don't you even know, know that at first. You just have a time. Uh, Which I'll tell you, throw yeah. me off first because I'm thinking here because I want to deal with continuity. I love yeah. continuity. If I could put it together, it's the yeah, best so at thing first, in the world. Yeah, so at first, it had to have driven you nuts because it does start out the continuum somewhere in Kansas, December 19th, 839 CST, uh, yeah. you know, central time there in Kansas, obviously. And I'm looking here, that. I'm like, there's Dr. Yeah, like, Megalo. Last on? time I saw him, he was trying to take over Firestorm and like Captain went. Eventually, I find out we're in 2012, which yeah. I don't know if they're playing where this is like within the timeline yeah, of our know. Captain Adam series. But here's but the then, problem you know, is you, we, we you, leave time open, though, for the rest of events to oh, actually yeah. take place. But that, that's the weird thing, though. You're, you're playing with something that not, that most people aren't going to care about. You're, oh, I you're, know. you're Captain Continuity, the Continuity Kid, as Reggie said. But even you have to be, because it doesn't really spell it completely out. So you're kind of confused. I think people are going to be really confused when they see that 2013. And they're going to, when does this take place and what's going on? But like, like I said, you don't even get an idea of what makes Captain Adam, Captain Adam. It's very right. quick. It's very, this is, again, this is a, an issue that it starts off at the end, but it's also this issue, the way things work out may be the end of the story as well and the end, but then he doesn't go into rebirth. So what are they playing at? You know what I'm saying? Like this is, it, it's fucked up. It, it really <laughs> is to me, the whole thing, because it, if they're just playing that this is going to be a six-issue deal that does end in 2013, 2012, uh, that sort of thing. I'm telling you, you have no idea because I'm telling you, right now, like from what we had with Captain Adam before, he was constantly going back and forth throughout yeah, time. Yeah, so yeah. who knows by the time this ends if we don't yeah. go to the present time of Rebirth. But that's what I'm – it's so – yeah, they they may end with him hovering over the, the site of Superman's death. I don't know they because could. we did see him in the Rebirth special and then you go forward from there. Uh, but I don't think people are going to get a grip. People who don't know about – you know, Captain Adam get a grip of what he's about because it starts off with him pretty much going, uh, you know, uh, nuclear. And yeah. uh, then we go back in time. 
to see him, you know, 23 minutes earlier where you see. And that's the other thing that gets me is you're only dealing with 23 minutes, this this issue. So it's not something that you're getting a lot of background of. You're just going to lead up to when he goes nuclear and explodes. I'm telling you, I was getting so upset, too, because we spend like we actually stop our progression in the story. So that just so we could talk shit on him. Yeah, like, yeah. Guys, we only have 23 minutes. We yeah, got to move. Yeah. Not only even that, though, he's there and he is flying over the Pacific Ocean and um, he is now going to spend a page uh, pretty much at some point talking about why he, he can hear the comms in his ear. Yeah, yeah, you know, oh, we they, put the nanobites in yeah, there. Yeah. We did this, and the comms. I'm like, I, I don't want this. I want you to tell me how he was made, what he's, what happened, what the deal is, because I don't know you. What is the history of Captain Adam? How did he form into Captain Adam? He was in an experiment that went wrong and turned him into yeah. this walking nuclear reactor. Yeah, pretty much. That's all. I, there you go. That's all I need. I only need uh, Dr. Megla to say, hey, you know what? Ever since you did that. And See, they the thing really- is, though, that's what I, I don't remember exactly where it was. But in that, they didn't know that's <clears> – <throat> pardon me. Yeah. They didn't know that's what happened to him initially because he disappeared. Yeah, he yeah, showed yeah. up, I want to say, like 18 years later. It's just, um, like I said, it's and, so like, you know, weird. He reformed his body as okay. Captain Adam, and they realized but, what had happened to him. But this, this is, one, like, going so, like – freaking cold don't start quote me on that 18 years either. yeah, yeah I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not the continuity kid that's you i'd yeah, say it's 18 years you know actually it's 17 years be typing in your goddamn that's actually 17 years eight months you fucking down to the second I fucking that's why they kick you out of these fucking groups you're in that's why he kicks me out <laughs> but yeah it, talk to me. why why don't you get anything really because all this is this whole issue is it is it's so funny too. I have to say, I keep almost calling him Doctor Manhattan, and I know, that, I know that you know it, it's so weird uh, because that's all I can think of is that's what they're trying to grab at. But he's there, a um, a goddamn cruise ship is in trouble. It's capsizing. Doctor Mengele is like, hey, no, 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 come on, get back here. Shit's going wrong. We, we, we have your levels. We're noticing a change that, in your physiology. Yeah, your your quantum signature is going off the charts. Almost here. like we he has a virus. Back. He's got well, a virus. They, they tell him that he has a like an atomic. It's a, a quantum fever. fever. Yeah, he has a quantum fever. So they're like, you got to get back. Shit's gonna go bad. And he's like, no, no. And yes, you get the idea. Listen, he does. It, it's weird though because you're saying Adam's like a hero. He sees these people in trouble. He's gonna. That's stop the problem to me though, because if you really think about it. He might be a nuclear explosion. They are dead. So yeah. he does have to kind of figure out something quick. He tries to make uh, the ocean into a gelatinous deal, jello, yeah. uh, so that it doesn't sink. And then he can so go and somebody can save powers. him. It doesn't work at first because of this quantum fever. Then he tries again and it works. I'm like, yeah, really? I'm saying though, and that's the reason because he exerts himself to make it yeah. work. And, that, yeah. and like that really messes his body yeah. up where he now can't control goes. and starts. Yeah. Bursting out this quantum energy. It's just the problem is, is this is one, two, I'm counting the pages, three, four, five, six pages of this, of him saving a cruise ship just so that he can go nuclear. And he does blow. He does blow. In my mind, this is to get you an idea. A lot of these things were like later, when we start the issue, we see him back at the continuum, which was created to house him in case there is a problem. Which we saw him blow then. We saw him at the end of that. That's that's where we start out, though. 
and he's weary. All he wants to do, like, he does not want to be this weapon. He is only concerned if he yeah. hurt anybody for something we don't know about yet. But here, this, he is the, a character that doesn't say die. Later. He will do all that he I can know. no matter what the I'm hell. I'm just saying, there's, though. It's... In my mind, they're like, they're very, like, um, setting up the character in a yeah. quiet way. I'm just, I can't the, think of the word the I The weird thing now, is, but... is you're saying in a quiet way, this is only going to be six issues. We are actually halfway through. The, the issue at this point where all we saw him was be weary and blow up and then see him save a cruise ship and blow up. Pretty much yes. not blow up, but almost like a solar flare type deal. And then the rest of the issue is the new 52 Superman Cyborg and Hal Jordan Green Lantern show up and try to get him to Kansas so he can know. be in the containment of what we got at the beginning. I'm saying, though, yeah, that is what we're getting. But we're also getting stuff like how he – like General Eiling, who is in control of this continuum, he wants to use Nathaniel as a weapon for the yeah, military. But again, Dr. this Megala is – Dr. Megala seems to be generally concerned, which is kind of like – He's kind of I know he becomes kind of a bad People don't know on, him, though. Like I, know, I said, they we're, don't we're even know their – these characters up of how Captain Adam deals with them and how he th- thinks about yeah, them. But the other thing to me, though, he doesn't really think of them in my mind because he's pissed. He doesn't even want to talk to them. He hears them talk and they hear him. And he's like, why the hell do I have to hear you? Not that he's a bad guy. Just seems to be. And the the uh, general, to me, you can insert every goddamn generic general in any action movie from Dr. Strange to yesterday. I'm telling you, he does look like Keith David. I know, That's who he? It, he looks exactly like him. And I'll just, I will we'll tell you one thing. The art saves this book for me. The art I is very art good. Yeah, what's that? I love the art in this yeah, book. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Uh, and it does look like Keith David. But this is every generic general that is in a movie where you have a sympathetic character oh, it's, it's that the general, general wants to control. Like Incredible Hulk movie as yeah, well. I mean, it's everything. It's everyone that has somebody that can be a weapon and they don't care. The, you get the idea. He doesn't care about his humanity. He sees a weapon. He even says this oh, when yeah. at the end he blows and disappears. They think he's gone. He's like, you know what? It's a real shame. I have real big plans for that weapon. I'm like, really? This is so over-the-top generic. Uh, but I don't know. I, I was just going to say I guess that's what you're going to get, but you don't have to. This this issue is not getting you me excited to go forward any bit. It, it, it isn't confusing because nothing happens. They Because now the soup, the, the Just League show up, and like you Cyborg, said. Cyborg, Hal Jordan, Superman. Now they, yeah, now they show up, and you have them talking shit for three pages before uh, Dr. Megalib realizes, okay, wait a minute, I can tap into Cyborg's deal and, and talk to him. And explain and then they do the situation. That and yeah. explain it, but that's three pages. You go to get to there. This is the the most padded first issue of any series I've ever seen. I know I don't like an info dump, but boy, this does not give you any information going forward. Uh, because you get this, they're going to trash talk them. Uh, then like, they realize, like, you know, okay. They, they, this whole thing, we're also setting up the fact that, you know, they turned down uh, Captain Adam for membership. Yeah, yeah they say that because he was a little too dangerous. They see him as just dangerous. a danger, yeah. Yeah, that's okay, but even that, they, they don't throw a little seem to, in for they when don't the seem, Yeah, they don't seem to have much of a, it doesn't seem real. They don't have much chemistry with them. I, it doesn't even make sense in a comic like it would in a movie, but it's just like, it just seems like they just show up and he's there and, okay, we got to go. The other thing that I, I think is odd is I know the whole concept of what they're doing but there's superman they have him he is going to blow 
Superman takes him to Kansas as he is ready to blow. Doesn't seem right. I, I really do think Superman, now you'll laugh at me, right into the sun with him, Eric. You throw that, <laughs> I'm telling you, to me, he even says at one point that he was on the moon. This is yeah. it. He, le- he left Earth right Right back wild. to the moon, Alice. Yeah, yeah. Right to the moon. I would have taken him out if I'm Superman or Green Lantern or, or even Cyborg. He could do it too. Get him the fuck out. Get him near Jupiter. Get him in fucking space so he can blow up. I don't know. They're almost – because it doesn't even seem like they're taking him to get healed or taking no, no, him to help him. Taking they're him taking him to, him to contain him. They're exactly. going to contain yeah. him. Contain his ass in space. Go to fucking Pluto and contain his goddamn ass where he can't hurt anybody. They take him to Kansas, and yet they, they actually fail at one point because he does. He blows. He, yeah, they don't saying, get him like, there. Superman is speeding as fast as he can to yeah. get to Kansas. Green right. Lantern's right behind him with a freaking shield around him, hoping that he can contain him in case he does blow. Didn't he learn from he the does. Man of Steel movie, Eric? Take him away from population. Don't go right to it because they are taking him well, this right is the into the populated Superman, area. So he's still yeah. kind of young. I guess right in the space. I throw that ass right into the. I, I, the funniest is you throw him into the sun. Maybe he starts a chain reaction that fucks up the sun. You don't exactly. want that. So I'm telling you, don't, you don't even go to the moon. Go beyond. No, go that. beyond. Just go in an empty space. Just and let him blow up. And if he blows up, so be it. That's what's going to happen. Because again, they're only taking him to be contained. But they do. They do go that. I just. I think that that's just a hole in the story that just doesn't make sense to me. That they're going to take him towards population just to be in the containment but they don't make it they it blows and I'm then they're you, and the, the blowing up part is the worst part of the story to yeah, me just is. because now like quantum energy is just blasting out of them and now they have to try to stop this before it yeah. hurts anybody and it's the, the three of them top. that are going to have to actually and it's fine it's like there's quantum energy and superman just get, bounces it off his chest yeah it, but i'm it, saying it, for something like i don't mind that one it's flash with yeah. a freaking like a uh, baseball glove yeah it's it, a green and then green lantern yeah blasting it with one of his sonic yeah. like that doesn't seem right to me. Well, here's the worst part is, at least in the cyborg part where he's blasting it, people are running. The, the freaking Green Lantern, fucking Hal Jordan, catches it with a baseball mitt where these two old guys are feeding pigeons. Nobody reacts. The pigeons aren't even reacting to what's going on. That, they don't have they, their hearing aids on, man. That, the pigeons? No, They're no, fucking, the old man. <laughs> so stupid. I mean, it's like two feet away from that these one's people. that an old woman. <laughs> yeah, I think it is an old woman. Uh, they're there, and the pigeons aren't even flying. The pigeons like their crumbs, I guess. They're going to sit there. No, but they're flying away. No, they're flying at different spots. Some are flying away. Some are sitting there. It looks like, to me, that's you normal deal pigeon pigeon deal. Yeah, they're yeah, fucking no, cocky as shit. They, they don't um, Yeah, fuck. they're cocky. Not when this shit's going on. And the old people, they don't even turn. It, it's just a little weird because then you see, you know, shit went bad. It yeah. looks like the whole fucking town is destroyed. And uh, that's where, you know, Captain Adam gets and this is why he said, you know, did I hurt anybody? Oh, my God, I'm tired. I just want to end this. And then he blows. He, he goes fucking nuclear. He blows up. There's where, you know, uh, Keith Day, uh, what's his name? Keith David's like, yeah, he's like, hey, you know what? I, I There was untapped potential. What he could have become, the things I could have done with him, such a waste. I'm like, really? You were so over the top. And then Megla's <laughs> like, no, no, you know what? He was a you tortured down, soul. Keith, he was a tortured soul. And also, I like the dust to dust, atoms to atoms. Freaking, <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, but yeah, he thinks he's dead. And that's where, uh, again, that's the other thing. I'd very much like to believe Nathaniel Adam is in a better place now. I was like, huh, so that's his name. Uh, you get that far 
to the last goddamn page before you even know that any inkling that he had a life before there's there is no setup to this character here it is such a weird and to me weak starting issue because going out of this if you ask me i came into work tomorrow we didn't have a goddamn podcast that takes every goddamn hour of our life and i go into work and you say hey tell me what you know about captain adam i'd say well he he doesn't want to hurt people he blew up that's all I'd have. I'd have no background to the character. I'd say, well, I guess Dr. Megala, he has to have something involved. He seemed to be kind of caring. And there's this, you know, this general who's all, oh, he wants to make him a weapon. That's all I know. And I just don't think that that's enough going forward. Remember, I complained when Green Lantern started. And I thought that we didn't get enough of Simon and Jessica's background. And we got right. eight times more than this. It's just... This is not a thing for a slow burn. You were, this is the first of six issues. Uh, we need to go. We need to get shit going, especially to get people excited. But yeah, at the end, he's in a crater. Uh, it looks like what, what your, you tell people what your theory is. Well, I'm saying, I'm looking at it now. It looks to be almost like a, <clears throat> I keep fucking, my throat keeps fucking. It seems to be like a trash heap now, but from what I think, it, it looks like it's going to be the, the spot yeah, where I the think that's where the site will be. Yeah, continuum will one day be built, but we're, we're, and I do. I think that. I do think it is a trash heap. I think it yeah. is a trash heap. At some point, they're going to take this trash heap over. Now, I will also say that in this part where they do seem to go to the containment area where the, it is in a populated area. It's it's close to – why? Why wouldn't you have this in Death Valley, kind of like a, you know Amanda Waller's prison type thing? The catacombs, if you yeah. have a thing with a containment deal that is basically for a, a live atom bomb – don't don't put it downtown. You don't go downtown, Eric. Uh, but yeah, it's it's all part of it. Again, it'd be funny too because when uh, Captain Adam does explode, what happened if they try to tie this into why Superman died? This was like the beginning That'd be of crazy. him of him getting kind of that sickness and stuff like that. And you know what the thing is that we've stuff. already said it's because of his kryptonite poisoning, yeah, his fight yeah, with yeah. Ral and whatever else. Yeah, I know. Add this to it. Add it, Eric. But yeah, you but think no, that this we'll, is like, the future site? Saying, of though, the I have. I think it's the future side of the continuum, and with us traveling back. 14 uh, to 1994 I was about to say 14 yeah again years, but, and um, this does it does spell out that he went back in time uh to 1994 it says on the paper down on the corner uh and it makes sense like you said it makes sense for the character now the other thing that i find the one thing i find interesting is he's not laying there as captain adam no he he's lying a, there as nathaniel adam was the same thing yeah, happened to him when an, he was uh yeah he was transported the legion lost in the 31st century yeah. so basically like you're saying is your idea is that now we're going to get, you know, now that he's back in time, he is a man out of time anyway, yeah. but we're going to see maybe the progression of him trying to become Captain Adam again or it happens again, whatever, and we will maybe get his origin type deal here. I and who knows? I'm telling you, didn't... I have not read the solicits. I have no idea yeah, how yeah. big this story is supposed to be with what we're dealing with in yeah. Rebirth. I just get the idea because I'm a goddamn fanboy. Yeah, and that's I don't the other thing, too, is you got to point out, though, does not have the Rebirth brand on it. It does not. Uh, so like, that, like that's a big the whole, thing. The whole idea, though, since we're playing with I time know, travel. It's Captain and, Adam and stuff like that, too. Yeah, I'm saying with the whole idea, though, of playing with time travel, in my mind, we are going to almost do like a Marty McFly, and he's going to witness stuff like he's going to go yeah. back in time and see himself become Captain Adam. Or he might talk himself out of it. 
And that could create a paradox where, maybe, you know, maybe say Dr. Manhattan has to take issue. those 10 years yeah. out because I just, they're fucked up. I don't I know. I think that they're not going to be playing any of that. I think that people are going to be play thinking it was. I well, think too. they're going to play it completely the straight. Yeah, I, because – well, here's the thing. There's there's a couple issues of why they want to brand them uh, the rebirth. Number one yeah. would be you don't want to follow that two ninety nine cover price. This does. This yeah. is two ninety nine an issue, so that's not a step. You know, that's not a a speed bump here. Uh, it is two ninety nine an issue. So to me, it is a story that's not. It's not going to tie in, or else yeah, they, it's they like the have death it of as a rebirth. Now, also, you would say to me as well, well, if they put it rebirth, people are going to get confused and think that it's a continuing series, things like that. But I just think without that rebirth, Brent, I think this is going to end up more along the lines of your Metal Men story oh, that yeah. you had or your Firestorm story that we had in that Legends of Tomorrow anthology than something that's going to tie more in. I don't know. We're going to see. Uh, I think that it is just one of those, though. I think DC is keeping it close to the, to the, you know, the cuff there to try to get some sales of people thinking it's bigger than it is. Cause I, yeah. I just, this issue itself was disappointing to me, uh, only because I thought it was going to be bigger than it was as well. Right. But, uh, I love the art. I thought the art was incredible. I really did. See, I, I didn't thought expect the art much great. going on. I just wanted to get reacquainted with Captain Adam, see what happened. And like, we're dealing yeah. with the continuity we had before. And yeah. we're getting the same kind and of trips. It just problem. feels that's, like Captain Adam, though. Again, you like Captain Adam. You know his history. You know part of what the continuity you're talking about before. I think that I am in the majority. I don't right. think you are. I'm sure you I are. Think oh, yeah. I am that in book the, didn't sell. Yeah, I think that I'm in the way ahead I'll say majority. Though, every book that he showed up in, his own, and then Firestorm and the Legion yeah, Lost, yeah. all canceled. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think that – and and there are books that – if people jumped on a rebirth, there are, we talked to a lot of people that jump on a rebirth and they start reading other things that are like, Oh, you know what? I really like, uh, Aquaman. Oh, you got to read Jeff Johns. Exactly, yeah. Okay. I'll go grab that. Oh, you like Batman? Yeah. Oh, the court of the owls. Yeah. Nobody's saying you got to go read it. They, uh, Firestorm never leaves anybody's lips. Freaking Captain He's Adam fine. doesn't leave anybody's <laughs> lips. The, you know, it's not like anybody's hey, like, you got to see voodoo. I constantly tell people to go back and read the New 52 Blue Beetle series, even though it does no bearing yeah. on what's going on. You know on what the, the, the problem is, though, is you say that because you tell them, listen, Blue Beetle and the New 52 was better. Go yeah. read that. It's not like you think it's the best series. It's just you find it superior to what we're getting now. Definitely. So you're like, oh, don't badmouth Blue Beetle. You know, off, you know, there's no bad characters, Eric, only bad writers. Go yeah, back right. and read that. And it's just, it's just weird that they went this route. It really is. It, it actually upsets me a bit because I wanted to be able to to jump into this character. I didn't want it to just be Eric Shea book. I wanted it to be Eric Shea Jim Werner book, and Ooh. we could hold hands and skip through the goddamn skip yeah. to my loo through a goddamn field talking about Captain Adam. I have nothing to say about him because I really don't know anything about him still. But uh, what did you give it on the site? I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I really want to see where the story's going. I didn't mind this issue. I liked the art a lot, and it got me reacquainted with a character that I enjoy. Yeah, I will say I'm going to give it a 5.1. It's not a fuck you 5. Uh, the art's good enough to not be that. Uh, but I will say with a caveat to that, if you already know about the character, 
uh, like you or already know about his continuity going into this, if it in fact it matters, uh, I think that you might get more enjoyment. Right now, of this. it just it just seems that the continuity that matters going into this is the Captain Adam yeah, series yeah. itself. So uh, to me, if you're if you're familiar with that already, I think that you would probably be able to add a couple points to my score to get almost up to yours. I will say though, if you are looking for a book that's going to tell you who Captain Adam is, uh, what he's all about, that sort of thing, I think you got to hold off. I think you got to wait. And you know, if if this like, if we're your source, no, I'm saying if we're your source of info, well, yeah. I pity you. But if we are, uh, you know, I'll be your guide. Next issue, if they tell you that you know a little background, we find out, then I say, hey, you know what? Now I'm getting some info, then maybe jump on in and, and get it right, single issues. But I do think, wait for the trade. Wait until it's done to see yeah. if this is – because, again, they're they're playing I, I a little do, game I'm here, and I don't know how important this is. speculation on my part. I do believe they're going to give you a full story on Captain Adam. Just, yeah. You're just going to have to you know, go issue and, by and issue. Again, this is where I think this should be is a reintroduction of Captain Adam so people know who he is – for when he does show up later, I don't think that this is going to tie in anything to Rebirth or the Watchmen. It, it's definitely yeah. not going to be Watchmen uh, uh, tie-in. I think people are thinking that, but I, I do not think that. I'm myself. hoping that, honestly. Once in every lifetime, comes a love like this. Oh, I need you. This is the Young Animal section. Uh, my name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And uh, we're here on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast uh, every week, or, well, we are on every week, but on weeks that there is a Young Animal book, we talk about it. And this yes. week, we have a Young Animal book, don't we? Yes, and it's actually a good one. It's all right. Um, <laughs> we are talking about Shade the Changing Girl number four. Uh, the title is Earth Girl Made Easy, part four, All Apologies. Written by Cecil Castellucci, with art by Molly Zarcone, Andy Parks, and Kelly Fitzpatrick. So, we open up with uh, Shade. You know, like, uh, <laughs> she's kind of swimming. <laughs> or in floating. A, uh, or floating. Sure. Yeah. And uh, she's in, like, this sea of organisms. I mean, like, uh, we can see, like, there's, like, bacteria on her skin or something. And, mm-hmm. like, she's actually seeing or feeling the all the different kinds of bloods and different kinds of emotions and all that kind of stuff. All the critters on Earth here and how different it is from Meta. Uh, now, this all takes place while she's actually, you know, physically sitting on her bed. Um, now, she refers to herself as having been uncorked and uh, is currently experiencing a flood of disparate emotions. Uh, which all appear to kind of manifest in the form of a head on her shoulders. So she's got like, or like heads. six or yeah, yeah. She's got like six or seven heads on her shoulder. You know, she's got like, uh, you know, she's emoting like concern, some anger, some sadness, happiness, even insane happiness from one of them. Yeah, it looks uh, like deliriousness. She's like her her yes. head thrown back, like ah, you know. <laughs> no, it's quite the scene. It's it's pretty uh, pretty neat. And then we shift downstairs to a conversation between her parents. Uh, but before we get to that, we hear a yowie from her bedroom 
Not sure what that indicates, but I have a pretty good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I think she may she may have pleasured herself, uh, yes. but you know it's 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 implied. We you know you, it could be she's she just might ha- have stubbed her toe. <laughs> you don't think it was, she's ha- I get the impression she's having a ball. Whatever it is, she's yes. having quite a time up there. <laughs> her uh, parents uh they'd uh, they'd gotten the uh, the thing that scared uh, a young Chris most of all is a a phone call home from school. Uh, <laughs> they find out about the uh, the fist fight with her uh, swim teammate Seema. And, uh, you know, we uh, shift immediately to a scene with Seema and her mean girlfriends. And they mention, or one of them mentions, that Megan seems quite a bit scarier than she had been before. Yeah. So notices that there is a change. Even though she was kind of a, a jerk-ass before, she's scarier now. I, I think uh, I think it's the uncertainty, though. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you don't know which way she's going to jump or when she, when the other shoe's going to drop. But, uh, yeah. Exactly. Pe- people, she's acting weird. You know, the, a lot of this question has been, what do other people see and what do we yeah, see we, as We're not readers? totally clear, yeah. Uh, and, and right in the next panel, we see that the people are definitely seeing strange things because we see what yes. someone sees through their telescope. Yes, we get that panel with River, who is definitely not a pervert, right? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> he's watching Shade from his window via telescope. Uh, now, <laughs> we see the reflection in the telescope has Shade's multi-headedness. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, this is actually a physical manifestation, not just an artistic uh, device. And it was also something that River appears to be able to see. Mm-hmm. Um, back at the house, uh, the Boyer's ground shade for her fist fighting ways, which she initially is quite pleased with. She's like, oh, cool, I get to stay in my room forever. Mm-hmm. But uh, then she realizes that the grounding does not extend to school. She's still got to go there. Which I always thought it should, really. You know what I mean? Oh. If you're ground, you don't let, you don't let prisoners out to the you know supermarket, you know, come on. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for some, that might be more of a punishment. That's true. But, but uh, you got to... You got the, you know, she's. They're saying you got to go to school, but you can't. You can't have fun. Um, so Shade goes, well, you might as well just kill me. And the parents decide that, hey, maybe we should see a therapist about this. We don't know how long Shade's been home, but uh, you'd figure that this would have been like a, a instantaneous type thing. It's like, hey, you were brain dead for a little while. Maybe we should. Uh, yeah, maybe that maybe would we be get good. a professional. Yeah, you know, maybe someone should look at you, but no. Yeah, I'm not sure how how good the professional was, but we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> later. We join Shade in bed as she feels herself in the midst of something she calls metamorphose. Uh, she cannot feel her metan body anymore. Um, and so decides to dive back into whatever Megan memories she might. And that takes us to a memory from five months earlier. Megan is captain of the swim team and has assembled her crew out at the lake. Each member is holding a large stone over their head as they tread water. Seems safe, right? Wow. You know, that's, 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 that's is that a real training? I mean, that's insane. You know, I don't, that's I, how uh, Michael Phelps did it, right? Yeah, I'm sure. That's what, you know, that's why his legs can kick through a steel, you know, <laughs> steel casing. Like, geez. <laughs> now, I don't know if this is just to show just how cruel and demanding she was, or maybe to give an indication of why people react to her that way, but we're going to get more to that later. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, the memory gets murky pretty quick, just as uh, I think Teacup uh, shows up and she's about to go in. And uh, she's about to hoist that 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 big stone over her head, and you know the uh, the memory ends. 
Yeah, I, I really like the way it was done because it was sort of like a dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you get the, you get the, I got the feeling these are impressions of things. Some of these things might have happened, but not just this way. She does a sure. weird like flip off of her friends. Heads and shoulders that seems like that probably didn't really happen, you know, but it's all part of the dream state and it's like and it's like uh you know, with Megan is uh, Lomax is that just kind of behind her the whole time. So Yeah, it's kinda uh, like a waking dream where she's in it, kinda. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very it's very well done. I, mm-hmm. I like the uh, the device here. Um, we get to go to Meta, which if you've followed <laughs> if you followed any of our discussions on this book, uh, this is where the book starts to lack a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we meet up with our friend Lapuck. He's trying to figure out how to break Loma's body out of its glass tomb. Uh, he decides to meet up with Mrs. Ms. Deeps, who is that one that uh, we mentioned looks like she would be Hellboy's sister. Like it does, shit. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's got the sword-off horns, too. Um, still on meta, we check in with one of those authorities that's really, you know, on about getting the MVEST back. Uh, he's uh, waxing poetic about his feelings for Rack Shade. Yeah. Apparently, uh, they had a, either a relationship or a kerfuffle, and Rack promised that they would go mad together. And the fella's drinking. He's emotionally in tatters, and he's got a gun, so nothing can possibly go wrong here. Yeah, this is going to be bad <laughs> news. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all this stuff you're, you're talking about, and you know, there's a little more to come uh, a little later on. Sure. But it, it is definitely, it has been traditionally kind of like the deader part of the book but in the last two issues it's come more into focus yeah where it's like all right for a while i was like i don't even know what the hell this is about you know what i mean like the first couple issues what what is (laughs) what is i understand that that loma's an alien but what is all this all these other people what is their deal it's it's they're pulling it into focus and now you're like all right i do kind of want to see yeah definitely where the boyfriend thing is is going is is he going to show up or we'll see what happens Sure. Uh, now, the next day, we meet up with Shade as she meets up with River. Uh, it's here that she uh, spills the beans about her mer- Metan heritage. Um, he seems pretty excited and receptive to the whole thing. Uh, he's especially tickled to find out that she's in reality blue, the yeah. color, not the emotion. <laughs> uh, it isn't until the walk home that he considers that she's been screwing with him the whole day. Uh, you know, which kind of stands to reason, considering what a you know what a dick bag she's been to most people. Yeah. Uh, in 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 past. And this definitely sounds like a, a teenage lie. You know what I mean? Of like, course. Oh, I'm I'm possessed by a goddess or whatever. I remember hearing lots of stories when I was a young guy. <laughs> Other people telling me about in... <laughs> their special abilities. Like, right? Okay. We had a girl in our high school who uh, they said glowed in the dark. And uh, we said she was radioactive. I, I don't know that she really was, but that was the story. I don't know if I ever told you the story. There was one time I, I, I dated this girl named Christine. It was really a double date situation because a friend liked her friend. My friend liked her friend. We were 15. Anyway, I, I was over, I was over the house, but my friend wasn't one day, and they said, "Oh, let's play Ouija board." And I was like, "All right." So they didn't they didn't have one. They had to draw a Ouija board, and they. I the like two, where this is going. The two of them proceeded to sit. I was I literally stood and watched this, and I'd say all of this took like even ten minutes. So I basically got a a free show, a front stage to some insane show. They immediately went to act like they'd contacted a demon. You can imagine. They asked, you know, are you a demon? Yes. Are you going to kill the, you know. Then one of the girls went into automatic writing. And the other girl was just putting, pulling paper away from her while she was scribbling on paper and and moaning and stuff. And I was like, I really wanted to be like, come on. You know what? what, 
I know, I know I'm 15 years old, but this is ridiculous. Like, what do you think is happening here? You know, like, I fucking, the hoary spirits you pulling at me? Anyway, that's what this reminded me of. And uh, yes. the end of that story was I left that day and never saw them again. That's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, I was like, eh, that'll do. That's enough. <laughs> Next up, we joined the, uh, the elder boyers at therapy. And... You know, I, I don't have my degree yet, but she, they're they're told to just indulge our desires for now. Yeah, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Please kill me. Oh, okay. Sure. Why not? Um, uh, back with Shade, we get uh, Loma trying to depart the human body and leave Earth. Uh, she finds herself slamming into an invisible wall somewhere in the atmosphere. And from the way she speaks, we get the feeling that this is not the first time she's tried to abandon the planet. Mm. Uh, she deduces here and then and there that there's a choice to be made. It's either her, Megan's life, or her, Loma's death. She chooses the former. She chooses Megan's life. Uh, we head back to Meta, and we see Lepuck and Deeps. They head to the archives to dig up some dirt on the madness. They're met by our drunken, lovelorn pal from earlier, and Lepuck gets shot. Mm. But it looks like a zap shot. Yeah, a he's stun. probably going to be in stasis or yeah, something. Yeah, kind of a paralyzing shot. So don't 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 worry, all you big uh, fans of uh, her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, to, to, yeah sa- save the hate mail. Uh, <laughs> I think he's going to be okay. He might just pull through. Mm. Uh, back with Shade, she's watching some either classic television or an old movie. It's in black and white, whatever it is. Uh, in it, a woman is apologizing to everything. She feels like she's hurt the house plants, the oven, the table, her husband, everything. Mm. Uh, Loma gets it in her head that apologizing to everyone that Megan hurt might be the best way to go about starting this new life. She heads downstairs and apologizes to what she calls her assigned adoptive parents. Mm-hmm. While they watch a zombified president-elect on TV. No, they're, you know what they're watching? They're watching They Live. By is that John what Carpenter. it is? That's what that is, yeah. Like it's, I it's a it was scene. It, it kind of, you know, I'll tell you, it <laughs> might be, there might be a little uh, double thing, but that, yes. that's definitely like a, it's definitely a scene rem- reminiscent of They Live, for sure. I'm, I'm positive of it. They might be giving Trump the They Live makeover, but whatever. I think that's probably <laughs> what they're <laughs> Because that's what we do in comics. Sure. Well. Uh, <laughs> now, the next day, she begins her pol- apology tour proper. She gives Teacup a bird's nest. I don't know why, right but so. it's funny. Sure. I like it a lot. Uh, she gives the girls from the swim team some pebbles. So I guess instead of those stones, she's got pebbles. Ah, uh, I see. There you go. Maybe. Reduce, reduce your burden, <laughs> met- metaphorically. Yes, uh. I think you're right. She gives Wes, her ex-boyfriend, a note. And she gives Seema... Nothing, but still apologizes. And, she, I don't but, know and, she and Seema doesn't seem to take it. Seema's not no. into it at all. We don't, we don't really know. Everyone else seems confused, and that seems to be the best reaction. But Seema definitely think, is not. She's not gonna. She's not gonna budge. She hates no. uh, Megan or what well, you know, Shade, whoever you want to be. Yeah. You want her to be. And I think this is the only the only f bomb in the book, which is you know kind of the way you do it. Yeah, it, it had a little bit of a of an impact. Well, I think there are a couple of s bombs, but uh, there are. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. But it's not like uh, not like that book we read last week. You no. Know. <laughs> <laughs> now that night, Wes sneaks up to her bedroom window. He asks to come in, and he begins to apologize himself. Uh, he starts going on about how he should have jumped in sooner. Shade kind of waves it away. Doesn't doesn't seem to get the gravity of what he's saying. She's like, well, you, t- you told me how to swim. It's all good. So she doesn't really get it. Uh, he asks if he can stay over like, like they used to, and she's cool with it. 
but but definitely just sleep. Yes, just sleep. Just sleep, maybe some spooning. Yeah. Uh, definitely not a pervert river is watching this by telescope. Yeah. He even okay. questions himself. He's like, uh, look at the stars, not at the neighbor, you know, but he, yes. he can't help himself. Yes, and we don't see his hands, so we don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, now, while the two lay side by side spooning, we get a flashback of that fateful night. Uh, we get Teacup and Wes, uh, they're, they're standing by the water, and they're expecting, quote-unquote, her to surface at any time. She's going to pop up whenever, soon. Uh, Shade wakes up. Uh, next to her, Wes is talking in his sleep, most likely about that night. He's saying, oh, look, there she is, but he's sleeping. Uh, suddenly, it seems like Shade might be, be starting to remember everything, and uh, she starts to understand why folks fear her like they do. So we're kind of like on the cusp of everything kind of making sense, maybe, coming out. Possibly. I mean, next year she'll be five, right? Yes. In my mind, I mean, this is definitely, you know, comic book conditioning, but I feel It'll like... It'll go to issue six. They're yeah. going to gonna wrap up this arc issue six. It'll make a nice yeah. trade, whatever. But but uh, it's still moving. It's still pretty well paced so far. It is. I think it's it's unre- it's revealing itself. And like, like I said, uh, you know, the stuff that was seemed... A little more tiresome or a little a little more confusing and boring before is more in, engaging now yeah it's 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 pulling into the focus and uh it's having more of an impact where it's like all right i do kind of want to see where this is like I, I i'm interested to see the you know what happened to that uh guy that got shocked her, well, her yeah. yeah her boyfriend and what's going to go on there uh, although i'm i'm much more invested in the earth stuff obviously mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And then, of course, that backup that we need in all the young animal books, right? Yes. Vital, vital backup that that is can't be left out of the story. Yes, I. Uh, it's about Element Woman, and in the notes that I wrote, I'm not sure I spelt it right, but it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not really anything. Uh, we say this about all these backups. This. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll say that I don't think this backup is very good. No. But again. It's three pages. Of course, it's it, not, it doesn't hurt the score. It, it's yeah, it's not, and it, and it, it, it was it wasn't very good, but it wasn't like, you know, offensive. It was just kind of like no. boring, and I guess it was the sadness. The idea is Element Woman, you know, using her powers to create as the semblance of a normal life. Surprise! It does, life doesn't work that way, and uh, yeah. Element Woman is doomed to be alone, I guess, or. Uh, Basically, go go to Deviant Art and look at any comic strip. Yeah, yeah. There's and a you got to back like up that. for a young animal book. Um, but so, it's again, it didn't not Doesn't necessarily not really hurting the score or the story either, and no. and and uh, has nothing to do with the shade story. Even oh, know, absolutely. Sometimes a backup, you know, gives you a little extra story, gives you a little, you know. Two, these two things are totally separate, and they they don't need to be read. So, uh, no. whatever. But uh, you liked this one a lot. I did. I think it was the best issue of the series so far. I gave it a nine out of ten. Wow. I mean, that is a high score, especially coming from uh, Chris. Uh, you know, you, <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't, I'm not I don't, fast I don't and see, loose. Well, yeah, I don't see you as being as too harsh, but you're definitely, you know what I mean. Definitely, I know that you agonized over a score like this a little bit. You know, you were like, I oh did. man, nine, and you start to think of all the other books you would give a nine, and be like, does this stand with it? Well, you know, you know, I, I always say. You know, when you really judge things, it has to be after the fact. So sure. we'll we'll really see how good this run is 
in a year months. or two, you know what I mean? Or, you know, <laughs> like in a while. Yeah. We'll look, well, you'll look back, you'll say, like, all right, that all wrapped up well. I mean, if this ends horribly, we're not going to give a crap about how good issue number four was. No. But uh, taken up front, taken as it was as an issue, you know, the the pacing, the storytelling is not... I, I don't know whether they're, they've retrained my brain to understand Shade or whether mm. I'm just getting into it, you know, more as we go along, getting more used to it. But I feel like it's pretty upfront now. It's not so esoteric, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, also, this issue, too, was less as esoteric, less about her powers and more about her self-discovery. Her yeah. um, I think I would give it definitely, you know, like I said to you earlier, a strong eight and a half. I yeah. probably would go nine, but I'd be nine a little more trepidatious about it. Like, that's, it's a, but it's damn great. And it's, uh, yeah. you so I see a nine as an A minus. I think that's you fair, know, that, yeah. Yeah, I figure B plus A minus is probably where I'd stick this. We all know the pluses and minuses are just put there to annoy the students. They don't actually mean anything. So they're basically the same <laughs> score, you know what I mean? We're on the same place. And uh, I see you You have a uh, snarky tagline that might, they might, maybe they'll pick this one up for the ads. What do you want to tell I, them? I'm waiting for, yeah, this is going to actually go on the uh, the trade paperback. Uh-huh. It's going to say, uh, Chris and Reggie, we had science, or just Chris, if you don't want to be that's on here. That's fine. Yeah. It'll say, uh, this is the best regularly published young animal book yeah and with an emphasis on regularly published because <laughs> yes. uh doom patrol was resolved <laughs> at the end of this month uh and it's that's really it's gutting me i gotta say because it's funny because I'm, I'm doing these I'm, uh i'm still not sure we're gonna see it then i know i know i i really i want to keep up hope but when things are resolicited twice that quickly yeah. tells me that something Something's calamity has a, a, a happened foot. yeah an issue died for some reason or whatever maybe in the issue they had uh Something, you know, they, they put Carrie Fisher in, now she died, they gotta redo the whole thing. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, some some current events happened that ruined everything, but it definitely, yes. it definitely makes me worried for that series. But this series has been cranking along and uh, building it must have been issue. the It must have been the Hillary inauguration issue. I was thinking, I was thinking, I was gonna say something like that, but whatever it was, you know what I mean? Like, it was something, something they had planned maybe didn't happen, or it really could be a million things. I have no information. Sure. I haven't seen a word about it online, or, you know, and I have no and special dude's information. And he's a busy dude, so I'm sure... Yeah. Well, he's you know, co-writing like any... this, right? Or is am yeah, I wrong about uh, that? Cave Carson. He's co-writing Cave Carson, and he's, co he's writing Doom Patrol, and he's essentially, as far as understand kind of curating overseeing the whole thing so mm -hmm. uh maybe you know in order to get mother panic out but whatever it is uh it could be an art thing but i really hope yeah, i'm that not that... sure if he's still doing his music and you know the, whenever we see someone step into comics from outside it is always the the possibility for a delay yeah it's, I mean, uh... we're still waiting for that uh, issue number two of uh, daredevil the target right <laughs> <laughs> what issue one came out in 2002? We're still waiting for issue number two. Uh, you, you have a space set for it? Are you, are you leaving? I, I've got a whole, uh, yeah, I've got a whole, uh, like a, a, a separator in my long box. Right. Just, just issue number two, you know? That's oh, it. I, can't, I can't put any more comics in there. I only have room for one more issue and I got this space it. set up. Yeah, I know. Uh, and and I, can't, I can't lie, it makes me concerned for this for this thing but yeah uh, whatever we can only read the comics that exist so uh, I mean I'm actually looking at next week's comics and they still have it solicited uh, Doom Patrol 5 on Comicsology, but we know that ain't happening so mm -hmm. uh, yeah that's too bad uh, as far as other stuff for the next week I don't see any young animal at all shocking uh, yeah which I, I mean they only have four titles so if they're gonna miss one it's pretty much <laughs> gonna leave a gap um, yeah no young animal next week and the week after I'm betting we do have cave Carson 
But uh, I think that's going to do us for this week. I think we young animal them out. Uh, gave I some good so. props to Shade. If you're not reading Shade, if you like Doom Patrol and you miss it and you haven't been reading Shade, pick up Shade. Shade, yeah. Shade will help scratch that itch. Uh, yes, it and it, it's a it's a great comic by itself. It's um, great. It's beautiful. I mean, the art is something really. It's, it's very it's nice. Really, it's a great blend of something very clean and simple, but still able to do these psychedelic, a bit twisted yeah. scenes that, that are necessary. You know, these are these are vital to the story. You couldn't just, you know, this couldn't be told in a straightforward nine-panel grid. That wouldn't work for this. Yeah, this isn't the John Romita Senior uh, type yeah. of comic. Yeah, we call those classic comics. All right, you know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that's it. Now, Next week we will probably talk about a year in comics. I don't know what year mm-hmm. it will be. We'll we'll figure it out when we get there. And the week after we do have at least a Cave Carson, so there's more young animal on the horizon. But until then, I think that's all we got. You got anything else for him, Chris? Not that, but that'll do it. Well, until next week, I want you to keep it young and animalistic. See ya. All the waiters in your grand cafe leave their tables when you blink. Dog must have his every day. Every drunk must have his drink. Don't wait for answers. Just take your chances. Don't ask me why. Mail number five. Five, five, five. Give me five, Eric. You got okay. five on that? You gonna give me five? I got five on You got five it. on it? You got five on that mail? Oh. It, it took me till my 40s to know what that fucking meant. That, that shows you how good a guy I am there. I don't get involved in that fucking nonsense. I have enough troubles in my fucking head than to get in trouble. You know, that sort of crap. Hey, I've that never sort of trouble. crap. You shut up. I'm and I was actually bu- thinking about it today, too. The one bit of trouble I ever got into, I got caught shoplifting at Kmart when I was 12. Yep. And I was at that shopping center. Broke your yesterday. mom's heart. Broke your mom's broke, heart, Eric. Broke my mother's heart. That's why I never shoplifted again. Yep. But I was at that shopping center today, and they have totally gutted Kmart there. Yep. It is pretty much essentially gone. So now, that means that you've negate, never been in trouble. Exactly. Does that negate <laughs> I, what I did because that no. store no longer is there? I'm telling you, that, that does that. But also, you could go there and spit on the pile of rubble there and then say, who won Kmart? You well, and your fucking policies. I guess technically, though, I'm still banned from going to Kmart, but I, you mm. know, I think I was. But there's gone. hardly a Kmart to be banned from. Exactly. So you're you. like, you're shoplifting. If you shoplift in the woods and nobody's left, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, at one time, I ended up coming out of Gennardi's, a local grocery store that was near our house where both of us grew up. And I went out and in a one of those uh, machines where you you know you put a quarter in, yeah, like a bubble gum whatever. Machine. And it wasn't bubble gum though. It was one of those where you get the little container and it has a little toy in it. Yeah. And I went out and there was one. Somebody didn't take it. It was in the machine. I don't know. Nice. I, I always at that point didn't have a lot of money, Eric. So that was something point? you'd go by and check the change and shit to <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. see if you get lucky. And there was this this little toy thing. So I took it home and then I sat there. For probably a half hour or so, thinking that I stole it, and then I went back, I walked back to Gennardi's, and it get, went to the manager and gave it to him and said, I found this out there, I didn't pay for it, and they just looked at me like I was a fucking asshole, and then I went home. That's, I was, I felt so guilty. Also, it's not even just like, if you're hearing this and you're like, oh man, he's a good, no, I was just petrified that I was in trouble. Somehow there might have been cameras that saw me. Oh, Eric. I, I was always running scared. 
When I got caught shoplifting, though, do you know how much of a dork I am? Do you know what I shoplifted? What? These Marvel trading cards. They're called Marvel yeah. Metal, and some of them had hologram, hologram kind of shit okay, going on. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. I got caught stealing fucking superhero trading cards. I that did. goes that that goes to my big joke is when everybody was downloading the songs and my my thing and I'm sure this was a joke with a lot of people but you if you were going to get caught and get arrested because at one point they were pushing that like oh, yeah. oh if you download these songs you're going to go to jail like you're in jail and like what are you in for murder what are you in for hey, I downloaded this Taylor Swift song the other day <laughs> but yeah uh, that was one of my deals but yeah uh, it's weird. Though. So uh, afterwards, like after that whole thing as a youth, I did not have any problems getting songs or movies online. Yeah, that's a victimless crime, Eric. Somewhere out there, there was a kid who wanted that toy and I took it from him somehow. I was so upset. I ran back there later on in, in my life. They were the ones who would not allow me to use the bathroom and I shit my pants because of them. And that really, that's what you get. Uh, speaking of cards though, my one buddy, Jamie, you know, I've talked about him a bunch of times. He's a real piece of shit. We were walking to go. We used to go play tennis and we had our tennis rackets. Oh yeah. You used to go play tennis. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were going to the country club. We were going downtown, going downtown to play tennis. And we'd go and how we'd cut off. You can, you can imagine this, how our town's laid out. I would cross 309, the big street there, and uh, the highway, and go into the Wawa area where it used to be, that yeah. Wawa right there. And we would go in, and little did I know, the, for the longest time, I was running distraction without ever knowing because Janie would go with me. I'd get a soda, something like that, and I'd go up. And as I paid, he would run and get baseball cards and shove it into his tennis racket because it had like a cover, you know, right, this right. tennis racket. Cover. And he'd shove them into his tennis racket and then zip it up, and then we'd leave. And then when we get to the tennis court, I still would – I never knew this for probably six months that he was doing this the whole time. And uh, then I finally saw him, and I was pissed. I thought, you know, I could have been in trouble because of that fucking asshole. I wanted to play some tennis eric tennis i, I was big on tennis my, my buddy bruno did that every day coming back home from school or like stop at the house and get a snack or something like that yeah. he would steal a bunch of stuff every goddamn day yeah yeah that's bullshit i really that upsets me uh my one friend would get a did i ever tell you the guy who would always get a hundred dollar bill and pay Maybe. for his lunch. Oh, I don't yeah, know why yeah, this came up, this piece of shit. He'd pay for his lunch at school with a $100 bill. And at that point, I'm telling you, lunch might have been 80 cents. So he'd get all this change, and then he'd go get another 80 cents and go to the bank and keep getting $100 bills for every day. This was his thing, and he was a dick. I didn't like him. Uh, but this is the mail, Eric. Mail section number five. J-Man from San Mateo is the first mail, and he says, Hey, Jim. Sup, Eric? Sup, J-Man? Sup. Now that the I Am Suicide arc is done, I wanted to reflect on Tom King as a writer. The Batman Rebirth series so far in DC's push to make everything seem like it's in the same universe. Ooh, this might be something I was yelling at earlier. Yeah. I thought that Batman issue for this week was very good in terms of art, setting, and tone going forward. Continued character development between Bruce and Selina. I think this issue and the next issue will serve as a good setup filler arc before the next big arc, I Am Bane, begins. However, this issue makes me hate the I Am Suicide arc even more. <laughs> to me, the I Am Suicide arc was a waste of a good premise and could have saved itself if Batman issue 13 would have made better use of Batman's squad of rogues and somehow better justified his ham-fisted idiotic plan to 
bring back Psycho Pirate. But I do not blame Tom King for this. If I looked at my crystal ball and read the tea leaves on the inner workings of DC Comics, I can see a writer, a great writer pressured by DC Editorial and Dan motherfucking DeDio to connect several storylines and plot points going forward in the larger DC universe at the expense of telling an intelligent Ocean's Eleven-style heist that would have once again shown how badass Batman is mentally as well as physically. Remember, in my review, I said this is less Ocean's Eleven and more Ocean's One and a Half era. Boom! That's a zinger. You've been Werner. You've been Werner, Tom King. You watch out. Is that a thing we're doing now? You've been Werner. <laughs> You've been Werner, baby. You've been weird scienced. How about that? Yeah, I like it. I like Werner. Uh, that's my new thing. I'm You've just going to walk around out. town. You've just been Werner. That's all I'm going to say. They're like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, it, actually, J-Man's right. I hadn't read this this thing, and I agree completely. I say it earlier in the podcast, I believe. Was that this episode? It's yeah, such a so. fucking long episode that I think that trying to tie in everything really hurts some of these stories. You end up trying to piece things together that you really shouldn't even have to fucking bother with. It gets on my nerves. Bubblegum raft. What's that? Bubblegum raft. Bubblegum raft, Derek. You know what? That That's a bunch of... I'm trying to think of something. That's that's somebody who's a candy ass. You've been Werner, Derek. Boom! I don't like it. Hello? I got to come up with better <laughs> ones, but I, I'm just working this in. I got to practice it up. DC Editorial tells King that he has to have a reason for Amanda Waller to go into the Batcave unencumbered. King says, well, I guess I can work that in, but since I'm including this Waller scene, that means I can have Batman put together the ultimate group of badasses in the Suicide Squad for an unlikely team-up, right? Right. Dan DiDio steps in with his best impression of Vince Vaughn and says, I can't do a Vince Vaughn. Tom, baby. I, to me, Dan DiDio's like, hey! Tom, baby, I'm going to stop you right there. Since we have this big JL versus SS event coming up, here's a list of Suicide Squad members you can use. Am I right? How's that one? That sounds like Don De- Dan DiDio, right? That sounds more King like reads, Don DiDio. King, <laughs> King reads this list aloud. Hmm, Albert Wesker, a.k.a. Scarface, cool, but without the creepy Scarface doll. Okay, Bronze Tiger. I think I saw him in an episode of Arrow. Punch and Julie, who the fuck are they? So DiDio <laughs> asked King, so what do you have planned for this arc besides Batman's team taking on Bane and his soldiers? Tom King might say nothing. Well, I'm looking forward to having a knockdown dragout fight between Batman and a venomless Bane, now wearing armor similar to Batman's Batsuit and using Batarang-like weapons from a utility belt similar to Batman's. The deal stops King Midsons. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We had Bane butt-ass naked in the epic story Night of the Monster Men written by the, his illegitimate son, Steve Orlando, whom I abandoned many years ago. So for the entirety of the arc, Bane has to be butt-ass naked with no weapons other than his muscles and a tool between his legs. Bam. And King King looks at him very frustrated and says, I guess I can work that in as long as I can put in this amazing soliloquy I created for each of my main characters, Batman, Catwoman, Bane, as they are fighting. And then editorial comes back, Eric. This is a back and forth. Well, we are thinking that in one of more of the middle issues, you could have Batman repeatedly say to Bane that he's going to break his goddamn back. We would like you to have Bruce say this one or more of the issues at least 15 times. <laughs> as Tom King is ready to lash out at the deal, an editorial the deal immediately hands King a very large check and a contract signed by Michael Yen and promising to work with King on his arc. And at the least two at least two more arcs in the near future, King relaxes, re-engages the safety on his hidden Beretta in his ankle holster, puts a fake shit-eating grin on, and reluctantly shakes to Dio's hand. So you see that none of this is Tom King's fault. Let's oh. hope that if Bruce can't prove Selena's innocence, at least well, he'll give her some regular conjugal visits as matches Malone. Okay, I kind of went off the tangent there, but I have faith in Tom King. As for editorial and the Dio, the less effort they put in 
in their jobs, the better the stories are. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you in 14. J-Man from San Mateo. And then he continues, hey, Eric. He says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? I forgot Seven. to mention how awesome the Cosmic Treadmill was this week with Reggie and Chris. I've always been a follower of most of Grant Morrison's work, and the guys did a great job of covering most of Grant Morrison's comic book career up to his Batman run. I also have to give Reggie and Chris props for being able to touch on and get through all of the high and low points of Grant Morrison's Batman run and the time it takes Jim and Eric to discuss one of the comics they are reviewing for the week. All right, pack up shop, Eric. Right. Pack it up. That's it. From now on, J-Man just told us he wants to hear two minutes of comics. Reggie, Uh, could you do the same kind of cosmic treadmill in Scott Snyder's early Detective Comics run and maybe speak about his path from there, or even from American Vampire, as a lesser-known writer becoming a rock star that created arguably one of the top five greatest Batman runs of all time? Yes, I have my problems with Scott Snyder, but I have to give him credit and a lot of respect for the quality, detail, and level of character building in his writing during his entire Batman run, even during the shitty soupy super heavy arc uh, i have a little uh, surprise about uh i don't know if i should say about no something. you should not at this point i forgot to ask a question in my previous email on rebirth does selena kyle know that bruce is batman because if she does it's pointless to give batman any money to start an orphanage and if she doesn't know don't you think she would know once the cow comes off while they are fucking as a jewel thief it's probably good to know all the super rich big wigs in gotham Cl- uh, city at first glance as my dad used to always say to me after a long one-sided discussion he would have with me i'm done preaching J-Man from San Mateo, and yeah, I think Selena knows that that's Bruce. Yeah. I don't think that she is giving him those diamonds as something that he needs. I think it's just a fucking... Sem- and it's uh, just a, something to have sex on top of, because yeah, he doesn't have sex it, on it, jagged it's diamonds. Just, it's a symbol that she knows that she's heading off for life. You know, that's the whole thing. That was supposed to be her retirement fund. Who needs a retirement fund when you're arrested for life, Eric? Nobody. Nobody. You know? I don't know. You might want to be save some of that, get some cash, be able to get some commissary shit. She, she probably has enough to buy like a TV, stuff like that. <laughs> Cigarettes, they're, they're not allowed anymore. No, no, no fucking, more. You know, I don't know what she would get. Oh, stuff, that was the kittens. worst. I'm telling you, I actually walked into a prison one time visiting a friend, not thinking that I had cigarettes in my pocket, and that's contraband. Yeah. So when I walked in, like, hey, do you have anything in your pockets? No, I just have this. I oh. swear to God, the guy was about to throw me up against a yeah, goddamn wall. He started yelling no at me. Good. I was terrified. They, they attacked you like they attacked freaking Poison Ivy for putting that plant on that plane, right? Sure. Wait a minute. They didn't attack sure. her. <laughs> sure. I'm going to put a holes in my mouth because my throat's killing me. Travis says, he's the next email. Hello again, my get fresh friends. Just a quick note to have my two cents worth about the sum of the various books this week. So let me first say, there is no Justice League in this week's Justice League book. And it takes, it takes place before a book that comes out weeks ago. This could be a Marvel book, Eric. Nightwing is getting dropped from my reading list. Just too boring. Nothing to care about. The art isn't my style. There's a Michael Jackson Superman on the cover of Superman. Fourth from the left. Oh, my God. The bunny Superman. Must know more. Have there been stories of this guy? Eric, Captain Carrot? Oh, yes. That's Captain Carrot. Captain Carrot and the Zoo Crew. Mm -hmm. I bought Jim the first issue of that book. I have it. Aquaman was my book of the week. I really enjoyed it, but often I'm bored enough with uh, Aquaman that I forget to ask a question that I've been doing, dying to ask so far. Why is no one asking why Black Mana would go bad so soon after her, having turned down the opportunity to kill Aquaman in the first place? I mean, wasn't it the case when he and Aquaman fought that Aquaman gave him the opportunity to win and he gave himself up? It seemed to me he had realized the futility of his war against Aquaman and then he got captured by Nemo and became their leader and went right back to attacking Aquaman. What the hell? It, to me, yeah. it's more of, it, to me, it's more of that whole, uh, cliche thing of, 
almost you see it like on the Flash. We saw this. Is you're not gonna you you kill Aquaman, he becomes a martyr. You fucking frame him, and, and it's better. You, you tear him down beforehand. Yeah, you tear down the myth before you tear down the man, Eric. And that's but also it doesn't make any sense for where we left uh, like uh, Black Man and the new Suicide Squad after Forever Evil. But yeah. we're not dealing with that right now. This is all new, all different Black Manna. Yep. Bla- Which the is more thing the is, same. You would hope. I'd say to Black Manna, hey, Black Manna, there's other fish in the sea. You've been wernered. <laughs> I just did it again, Eric. I'm like Rick Capullo. I keep getting it out there. Overall, a good but not great week. I gave nothing higher than an 8 rating. Boy, I wish... <laughs> <laughs> wish that was like my fucking judging of things i didn't give anything i, I want a week where i don't give anything under a seven that'd yeah. be the best huh, but at least i didn't have a batgirl book to complain about and then he continues eric he has another one i realize now that there are two reasons that maybe i shouldn't be sending in these marvel mentions this is his next email first you have the marvel minute section that usually takes at least 10 minutes it seems you've been <laughs> traversed <laughs> Second, there is a reason this is a DC podcast. There just isn't that much great going on at Marvel these days. That's why it's a DC podcast. That's exactly why. Who cares about Marvel? This goes back to the guy who said on Twitter, he, oh, man, it's a shame you don't talk about anything else. And I really did sit there. I'm like, I, I know that he must mean Marvel, but also, you know, the other companies. And I just, I don't, I hate. I hate the roulette wheel that you have in some of these podcasts where you're like, okay, I really like this book. I hope to God they talk about it in their six books they talk about, maybe four. You're like, oh, they pick four. God damn it. Please be one I like. And when they show up and you're like, I don't like any of these fucking books. I'm out. Yeah. At least, at least here, if you're a DC fan, focus. you're gonna get, you're gonna get something. You're gonna get something out of this podcast, whether it be, you know, the books. You might get Wernered sometime during the podcast. Everybody loves that. Everybody loves it. I just wanted That's to contribute classic, in yeah, some you've way. Been you've been Wernered. I just wanted to contribute in some way, other than complaining about Batgirl all the time. Let me know if I should stop sending these anyway onto the Marvel mentions. No, you, you shouldn't stop sending them, or then you might get Wernered. How about that? You think get, you got Wernered will trend? You think that's a trending statement? I, I really don't think it is, but what's we'll what <laughs> It isn't. We don't have that sort of clout that no. I could, you know, I just make up something and it trends. God damn, that, that's the goal, right? That's the goal for, for us. We're just sitting there and we make up a fucking phrase that makes no sense and then it trends boosh. and then we laugh. Yeah, boosh. Clearly, there was one book absolutely worth mentioning this week from Marvel, The Unworthy Thor. That's the one that they did the Marvel Minute with. This book is really heating up. I'm not a big fan of the art, but the story is exactly what I want. I think he's doing – he's really going to make an impact next issue, and there's a Thor dog. Can't wait. The Champions book was a dog. Yeah. The Champions book was a bit of a letdown from the previous level of awesome. They are still debating who should be the leader, and the actual story was kind of stupid. They are captured, but we don't see how. Then the Hulk wants to break out, but he's told that if he does, then the others will drown, so he doesn't. Then in the very next panel, Nova decides to do it anyway, and then they don't drown, and then they'll fight. No explanation given for how or why the battle goes differently this time, just kind of stupid. And the next issue will bring Gwenpool to the team. It might be over for Champions. <laughs> You've been Travis. <laughs> Gwenpool's one of Brandon's favorite characters. He loves Gwenpool, so I'm sure that he's just like, I fucking can't wait. So there, now you've been Brandon. I really wanted to read the Wasp new book, but I'm not reading anything with this cartoony art. Batgirl is bad enough. You've been Travis. 
thick. Until next week, stay fresh. All right. Now the last email, I believe. Hey, yep, last email of the night is Repairman Jack. And uh, hopefully this isn't part two of putting us on blast, Aaron. Hopefully. Repairman Jack says, what's up, guys? The talk of Star Wars lately and my relative apathy towards that series had me, had made me think more about the series than I consider my, that I consider my first Star Wars, Fast and the Furious. Uh-huh. Yes, you read that right. I'm a huge fan of the Fast and Furious movies. I consider them to be on the level of Star Wars uh, fans that disagree that I like them. I watch the entire series except for one, but I'll get to that pretty regularly and at the very least once a year don't feel like you need to read this if you don't think it really fits but been thinking about the series a bit lately and felt like sharing now i will say before i even go into this i do have to admit i'm not a fan but they are probably one of the only series of movies that gets stronger with each one it, oh, it, yeah. it is uncanny how that movie series has improved uh from the beginning because i've seen like Dribs and drabs. I've seen number one, I've seen Tokyo Drift, and I saw the last two. Oh, you uh, just put Too Fast, Too Furious on blast? That's right. I didn't see it. Is that Too Fast, Too Furious is, uh, what, the second one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I never saw that. I never saw it. That's, t- you know. You just that. made me think of Wrong Turn is all. I like, just, I like Fast and <laughs> Furious 3. Yeah. I like Fast and Furious 1. I, I was actually just trying to come up with a thing that I could get you wernered, but I couldn't. Let me just say <laughs> that I know these movies aren't particularly good. They are absolutely dumb and over the top, and I love the whole feeling They're of these fun. movies. Outside from the first and fourth movies, which have a bit of a different tone, all of these movies have friendship and fun as their core concept. It's probably why I don't like them. And there is just something about them that resonates with me so well. So I I've just felt like I would do a little uh, list of how I rank the Fast and Furious movies. And I, I, I'm not a car guy, and I think that that was the problem is that I went, heard about them, and I thought you had to be a car guy. Little did I know it's about familia. Eric, I, I thought you just familia. had to be a fan of Point Break, and then you were in. Well, that was my big joke. That, that definitely is. And when I saw the first one, the, I, what the fuck is this Point Break? <laughs> okay, number one, Fast Five. This movie is probably the one of the series that you can actually call a good movie on a wide variety of standards. It changed the series in a way that it will never come back from, and it's so great because of that. Number two, The Fast and the Furious, first one, the original. This movie definitely has a different tone than all the rest of the series, but it still taps in a little bit into what makes the series what it is. These, there are two, there are parts where it gets that friendship and fun aspect that the series will eventually delve uh, wholesale into. Guy named Johnny Utah on that one, former quarterback. Sure Hurt his knee. That was a shame, Johnny Utah. Number three, Furious 7. This movie isn't perfect, but it is where the characters actually go full superhero. Vin Diesel's character literally stomps his foot down and makes a floor collapse and then drives <laughs> a car up a ramp to attack, attach grenades to a helicopter. This movie was stupid in an amazing way and just so happened to have a most perfect send-off to a character, better than a movie of this degree ever deserves. Number four, Eric, Tokyo Drift, which was the third one. Hey, fuck the haters. M- me and you, I think this is no, our favorite, right? It's my favorite in the yeah, series. it's my too. <laughs> fuck the haters. The acting sucks. It doesn't star any of the main actors. But if this movie wasn't called Fast and Furious, the movie would have done so much better and got a lot more love. It also has the best character of the series and the entire reason the series has such an insane timeline, just so they can get that character and the rest. Oh, yeah. Uh, Odd yeah. was my favorite character and all that. Yep. Number five, Fast Six. This was a letdown compared to five, but it's still great and continues the fun and stupid that makes uh, the standard in the fifth installment. Number six, Too Fast, Too Furious, Eric. 
I think this movie gets way too much hate. Tyrese's character. Tyrese! Isn't he hungry? I'm hungry. His character gets shit on from this movie, but now he's now become a staple of the series. I actually say this movie does a better job of capturing the feeling of the series than most of the rest because from beginning to end, the movie is just fun. Yes, it's stupid. Yes, the dialogue's horrible and hilarious and infinitely quotable, but this movie's actually good and gets way too much hate. Number seven, Fast and Furious, the fourth one. Fuck this movie. Oh, he's putting on blast air. This movie gets absolutely everything wrong, and it's an absolute miracle that Five actually came out of this piece of shit, seeing as it had kept a lot of the production team intact. I don't understand what happened with this movie. It's overly serious. It spends an entire race by showing us what is happening on a GPS system and another race taking place in a dark tunnel with nothing but CGI. It's a horrible movie, and a horrible Fast and Furious movie. I watched the movie one time and refused to ever watch it again. This movie is dog shit. That seemed like it was a script for another movie and just got pieced together into a fast movie. Cue point break jokes, he says. <laughs> Too late. You've been murdered here. Yeah, I, I remember when I saw the first one, I just sat there. And me and my wife were watching it with my son, Alex. This seems Alex, familiar. Alex loves the Fast and Furious movies. And I think since... Since the fourth one, I think almost my entire family goes to the – this is the one thing that they do without me. I just sit at home. I'm like, I don't need that. But we were watching Point Break. They had already – Point Break, <laughs> fucking Fast and the Furious. They had seen it a million times. I'm like, okay, I'll fucking bite. I'll watch it. And I'm telling you, within 20 minutes, I'm like, this is Point Break. What's going on? <laughs> now, my wife, huge fan of Point Break, is like – Holy shit, it is. You no, didn't even think of it before. She's like, God damn it. Then, then Fast and the Furious, uh, Two Fast and Furious came on. I said, wait a second. This is Weekend at Bernie's. That, yes, you no, are right. No, no, yes, no. Weekend at Bernie's, right? And then no. the, the, uh, Tokyo Drift. I'm like, this is Adventures in Babysitting. I'm right every time. They're like, you are so right. I, it's I'm, funny to me, though. It's like after we get Tokyo Drift, though, which I just watched on a whim because I wasn't a huge fan of these movies when they came out. I just watched Tokyo Drift on a whim. Ended up really enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. But after that, when the series actually came back the, to the main story, I guess. You didn't like it all- as much? No, no, they're okay. They all run together for me, though. I have no idea which movie is which off the top of my head. Yeah, Especially yeah. Well, it's because weird with the names. I'm yeah, saying, the we names. Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, and then Fast and Furious. I'm like, get the yeah. fuck out of here! Yeah. You can't do that. You what know you, what Final I really love? I love, I love the trailer for uh, uh, what's it called, Tokyo Drift. I love yeah. it. I, I love that trailer. I watch, and I just love when they explain what drifting is. I, I get so into it. And I love seeing that drifting going on in that fucking parking garage thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's been a while. That is in the movie, right? Where they're yeah. going down the levels here. Yeah. It's been a while since I saw that one. But yeah, when I think back, that definitely was, that was my favorite. That was probably the first Fast and Furious movie that I owned. Yeah? Yeah. I, I do have to admit, though, because Ben, that we used to work with, fucking huge fan, and would sit there and oh, talk yeah. to me about the Fast and Furious, and I did have to admit that they do get better, it seems, except, I guess, for her. Was it four? The uh, he doesn't like four. Yeah. He, you've been repaired, Eric. He ends Bam. with, and that is the end of the mail sections for the night. Congratulations, Eric. We made it through. We only have a couple more books left. Then we can go See, home. I'm going to take I, I, J Man's deal, and these books are going to take us three minutes. I just realized. Did you steal Repairman Jack Steel? You just been repaired? Maybe. It's possible. He, no, I just said that's his. Now you've been warned. That's nothing to do with you've been repaired, right? I think that doesn't you stole sound, his bit. Doesn't sound the same to me. 
It's the same thing. You replace repaired with Werner. No, you've been Werner. That's different. That means a lot different things than you've been repaired. Oh. <laughs> you shut your Hat. mouth. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the fucking Carlos Mencia of catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. But we're going to be back with more books. I'm Spoon James, and I came to say... Fuck Spoon James, we all about that shit. Coming straight out of Quaker Town with reviews for that ass. Check him out on Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Quick with a quip and on point like Deadshot. He could give a fuck less if you like him or not. With a voice that makes the ladies go weak at the knees. Jim, please, milk and cheese, you can suck these. If it wasn't for dancing, Mikey wouldn't have no fame. We all know that news with Jim would come off weak and lame. And without your soundboard to blow that foghorn shit, the only thing that you'd be blowing would be Reggie's fuck stick. Speaking on him, I guess you're grave robbing now. Did a Michael Clark Duncan die in 2012? Opinions out your ass like a colonoscopy. Make way for MC Clifton with his brother Robin Asadi. From the hottest next parts for the Get Fresh crew. Word to Eric, Jim, and Reggie for all you guys do. On behalf of all the fans who hear the part every day, we love you motherfuckers, but mostly Eric Shea. Just a man. And a man knows a man uh-huh. Don't you know he's the man He is the And man. you know he never fails No one but the pure at heart May smell just stinky farts Sing it, Dustin Oh, last Eric Shea Y'all And maybe we're going to go five minutes on each, Eric Five minutes Good. on each In, out, boom, bang, bing, bada boom, bada bing Thank you, ma'am Bang, bang, thank you, ma'am Thing, game, burn, da doom Like You're that? Right all right, yeah. I don't <laughs> think we should ever do anything like that. We shouldn't do then. Bing bang a boom a ding a dong. Bang uh, bang bang a ding a ding dong dong. Bang bang bang. We have three books. Usually the last section of books is kind of reserved for the the shite. I can't say that is the case fully. No. Because just the books that didn't really have a place anywhere else. Yeah, that's that's actually what it somewhat ends up being is that it's like these books don't fit with the others we like to have the themes, runoffs eric themes oh they're the runoffs are they speaking of which nightwing almost made it to this section because we, we didn't know how to go about that but it did not but we're going to start with one of my favorite books of the week midnighter and apollo number four written by steve orlando art by fernando blanco romalo Hardo jr and josh reed Steve Orlando keeps surprising me with this book. He's actually being a bit subtle with the dialogue, letting the book focus on Midnighter desperately trying to get Apollo out of the clutches of Neron and Hell itself. We see how badass Midnighter is, and also how fucked up Apollo is. Don't worry, though. Mid- or how fucked Apollo is. I didn't say fucked up. Midnighter always gets his man, Eric. I stepped on my own fucking lead. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Now, the thing that made me laugh in this book after uh, talking to you about it and then reading it, I saw some people online and they were getting very upset that the term of Apollo being quote unquote Midnighter's lover and people were going, His you know, lover. I'll say they're social justice warriors even, uh, going like, listen, he's more than a lover. You wouldn't call your wife a lover. You'd say wife. You know, he's his partner. He's his this. He's his hu-. whatever case may be. Unfortunately, when I went back, because I, I read the book, I reviewed it, then I heard this. Then I go back to read it for the podcast. I'm like, God damn it, Steve Orlando calls him his lover like seven times in this I know. book. I'm like, why are these people getting upset? It's spelled out in the book. Poor some of the poor people. They're they're just trying to write a review. They're not trying to change the fucking world here. And the next thing that you know, they're getting guffed because they call fucking Apollo Midnighter's lover. God 
damn it when I read it. I'm like, you fucking as as before I reread it, I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't want to cause people any sort of, you know, troubles or anything. I I went back and I'm like, thank God I didn't put that. I always say partner anyway. Uh, But boy. It's said in this book a million times. He actually, Steve Orlando dropped a bit of the flight computer talk to just throw Lover in. I do like this issue though. We still got the flight computer though. Yeah, we do one time. It's mentioned by Mauser, but it is funny that you have to throw it in. You cannot go an issue without at least mentioning it once. At least it's a little more subtle here. And it actually is thrown in like, it's not working now. Kind of a a trash talk. I'm telling you, the way he spells it out does not make sense to me. I know. It doesn't to me either. So, But we'll go with it. Who cares? It really doesn't have anything to do with it because, as he says it, he ends up going down. But we start off with Neron. Neron. Why do I keep saying Neron? I have no idea. Ah, Neron and Apollo, they're, they're there. Neron likes to drink. He likes to fucking boast. That's basically his whole deal. He likes to trash talk, and he likes to drink. But at this hey, point... Hey, I like trash talk, drinking, and taking souls, yeah. yo. Hey, and, and I'm all out of trash talking. Where's my fucking wine? He's got that jagged cup, too, that fucking throws me every time. Uh, That's funny. But, Actually, I'm looking at it now for some reason. I don't know why. Forgot it was a jagged cup. So yeah. when I saw that thing there, I thought he had some cream on top of whatever he was drinking. No, no. Like it always throws drink. me off. I'm like, who I cut myself on that? It, it actually, seeing him holding that cup reminds me of any time I see a pirate with a fucking knife in their mouth, I get scared. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I like, that, that shit's going to fucking go back. You're going to be the joker, my friend. You're going to jump off that mast into the fucking sea. You're done. Don't fucking hold them there's a lot of other places there's a lot of other places to hold a knife (laughs) why in your mouth because you're a badass pirate i guess that's a bad that is a badass pirate move it just always threw me off but uh this beginning actually uh makes me think that what he's playing at is apollo's desperate at this point he knows he is fucked he he really we talked about this i don't think he knows that Midnighter's on his way to get him. He no. thinks he's done, so he's going to try anything, including just blowing up, it seems, because Neron's he's talking about He's a loser. Like, he just yeah, lost the game of life. They're talking about and, the game. Yeah. And like any guy who is a sore loser, he's going to claim that the game was pointless. Yeah. And uh, Neron's like, no, no, no. You're supposed to be here. You're, you belong here. You just accept it. Accept it now, because all this is leading to, and even Apollo says at this one point, like, do you want me to give up? Do you want to just take my soul? And he's like, no, no, no. That's the easy way to go about it. No, you're going to give me your soul. And I think that's pretty badass. It but at this badass. point, Apollo's just like, fuck you, and tries to seems to think he can blow up hell. And he just blows. Uh, and then you cut back to Midnighter and Mauser. And it's pretty good. At the Vascular Gardens. Yeah, and it's pretty good because this is where you're getting full-out fight dialogue what happened to Steve Orlando? He he actually is not playing games here. This no, is actually very good dialogue. It's straight to the point. You don't have crazy things. And even and it the explains where, the whole thing where that whole Ace of Winchesters was yes. the payment to yeah. kill Apollo because yep. it's the only thing that can kill Mazer in the goddamn universe. I'm I'm telling you right now, to well me, this is the best written uh issue that he has ever done i really do think that now because of how it ends up it kind of is i i hate to say it but it is a lot of setup for what's going to be coming down the line so it's not like everything hits all the marks and this is a 10 out of 10 but as a written 
issue and what it's going on in the dialogue. It's very, very good. Yeah. And even to the point where you usually have Midnighters saying crazy stuff, Mauser actually throws it back at him because it starts off and he's like, hey, Midnighter, like you used to say, I'm what children see when the, they first imagine what death is like. And I'm like, that's pretty good. And there also <laughs> shows, too, also that – fucked up line. Who says yes. that? I know. Why would Midnighter want that? It did, <laughs> did seem weird. Uh, but it also, to me, shows that even if we don't know it fully or you didn't know it, they have a background. They, yeah. they have a history together, whether we know it or not. If you're just jumping into this issue, you may be a little confused. There's enough going on that I think that you could follow it. I, I really like it. But, yeah, we know now, like you said, that the Winchester, the Ace of Winchesters, was what the payment was. Now, unfortunately for Midnighter, it's one of those things. It's also the only thing that can kill Mauser. So it's a great deal. He and did this to get it to destroy issue. it. Mauser destroyed that gun and threw the pieces at yeah. freaking Midnighter's yeah. feet. Basically, to me, it's like that was the payment so he could destroy it and not fucking – he can't be killed now in yeah. his mind. Uh, in the meantime, later on in the issue, you do find out as well that Mauser is kind of the you know the right-hand man of the, the Lord of the Guns. Oh, yeah. And uh, because of that, we find out also that to be that, you have to kill the guy who was that. So obviously, he wants to do things to get an insurance policy. Kind of like policy. a Sith Lord. Yeah, he wants to be the Sith Lord forever. So that's why he's done that. It's not personal, and really it shouldn't be. You didn't have a connection. It was He killed fucking uh, Apollo so that he could get this gun, destroy it, and be invincible in his mind. But the problem is, what we found out, Midnighter had a bullet. He had one of the bullets of the guns, uh, of the gun. And I think that the way this plays out is really good uh, because they start fighting. Mauser actually sees the bullet, you know, goes ham on America, as they say, and starts fucking going. I also like at the one point, Midnighter's not saying a thing and he's miserable. He's fucking pissed. They're talking about Apollo. That's where fucking Mauser calls him his lover. Uh, but they go and as it's going on and he's trash talking, Midnighter starts getting a smile and it's a panel progression. I really like it because it is. Yeah. Midnighter's crazy. He's fucking crazy because he's like nope i have one bit of hope and he's got that bullet and that's where they start fighting not and, quite you bastard yes there's and one it's hope awesome. left and then you you go back to neron and apollo and this is where you have the whole thing where he spells it out listen i i don't want to take your soul i'm gonna fucking do it the hard way and you're gonna give it to me instead and it, it's badass and it just ju it jumps back and forth and Midnighter's fighting Mauser there, and you see he gets away from him, throws the bullet at Mauser, and Mauser catches it right before it goes into his skull. Now, that's the only thing that I have a problem with. Oh, you told think you. that I've never caught a bullet before? Yeah. yeah, he caught the bullet. Why doesn't he take it away from his face? <laughs> he just keeps he's it trash right talking. Of his face. Yep, he's trash talking with a bullet at his face, but Midnighter does fucking badass shit. He leaps and headbutts that motherfucking bullet right through his skull. It's great. It it's really is. It's a great is. goddamn uh, spread page. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it as well. And Freaking everything is here just... this angle with the profile shot. looks a lot like Pumpkinhead to me, too. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it does. Cool. He, he, it's fucked up. But, yeah, it's gory and it's gritty. And this is where I said before where you had the first series where you had uh, Aiko during the, uh, doing the art. Fernando Blanco's done this. Uh, the, the series of panels where it shows you how the bullet goes through Mauser's head is yeah. so well the done. The x-ray shots. To the point where – 
it's not confusing. I had a problem. Maybe I was the only one, but the Midnighter series in the New 52, I had a problem because a lot of times Aiko would do these shots, but things would be all over the place. Like this would have been a shot with 18 different little panels yeah. showing this, and you'd see yeah, – at one point you'd see some little guy standing on the corner dancing or something in one of them. You wouldn't <laughs> know what's going on. This is clear. It's you know right in a linear fashion to see what happened. It's awesome. It's really good. And he kills Mouser. Yeah, Mouser's dead. Blanco's really doing a great – Great job yeah. on this. Like, you he, really he enjoyed awesome. Aiko's art for the most part because he did interesting things with the way the page layout. Yeah. Yep. Overall, I like this way better than I did because I, I, I'm too. not confused by what we're no. getting at all. It's it's clever the way he does it. It's gritty and bloody, but it's not confusing. That's really all I want. Yeah. Uh, but Midnighter's worse for wear. He, he has done this, but boy, he had the shit kicked out of him. He's and just that's covered where... in blood. Yep, yeah. You go back to uh, Neron and Apollo, and this is where Apollo is so desperate at this point. He basically says, listen, let's let's play another game. You like fucking games. We're going to yeah, play a game. You'll game How about on, you tell me why I picked the name Apollo? If you're right, you get my soul. Done. You have it. If you're wrong, I get to leave. And he said, fucking, you know, Neron's not going to fucking, you know, uh, back off for this. Also, no, no. the guy is the prince of lies. Like, to him, this is a game Apollo has set up to fail. There's no way he could ever be, you know, wrong on this. He's so pompous. But you go off, and from there, you go back to Midnighter, and Midnighter's approached by the Lord of the Guns. Uh, and they say, hey, listen, he was our. I, do they have. I think they had a name for Mauser, right? Uh, the elite agent. I thought they had a name for it, uh, but that he. I'm looking is, right now. Sorry, I don't mean. To yeah, I'm, I'm looking. And I, I don't know if they do. It. But uh, if you find it anyway, but they say you killed you, our elite agent. Yeah, That's it's the elite agent. You would think they'd have a, a title, uh, but he killed him. And they say I kind of like sent a saint of all killers. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But they said we sent something in you. Uh, we think that you could be special. Why don't you do this? We, we'd grant you some special abilities. You just end up being the, you know, the prince of guns then, Eric, for the Lord of Guns, whatever <laughs> it could be. Uh, Midnighter, that's, it's good. He's not there for that. He's like, nope. you know, you could take this and shove it up your ass. It's almost like at the end of Bad News Bears. Hey, Yankees, take your trophy and shove it up your ass. And no. he says, listen, I want you to tell me what's going on. And he says, you'll tell me where to find Apollo and the one who has him. And then it's weird because from there he just yells, I want Neron. Did they tell him? I don't know because I'm <laughs> telling you. It's weird. We just got done talking about how nothing's confusing. It's pretty straightforward and yeah, we really like this it. This is very confusing. This man. last panel is right. I want Neron, but his eyes are glowing yellow. Does this have yeah. something to do with the, like they sent something special in yeah. him? Is this something but that we don't know thing. about? Here's the thing. The only thing I can seeing? think of. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is their eyes are yellow. And this is how they gave him the information that there's he's seeing. It's very it's very okay. confusing. If you uh, know, I that only, sounds pretty cool. I dig that. I, but it, it is kind of confusing. But they really do have those yellow eyes, so maybe they're just putting the vision in his in his head of what's going on. You go back. Uh, this is where again there's this whole thing with Apollo. Hey, tell me why I picked Apollo, and he says. Now we've seen this before. This was in like issue two where he says, try says to Apollo, God damn it, the only reason you picked the name Apollo, you think you're a god, you're a pompous ass, you, you're not that good, all that, and he says it again. Hey, I told you when you arrived here, Apollo. 
Apollo is a god. You, with your small story of human struggle, think you've earned his name. Like Lucifer before you, you think you deserve more. And then Apollo just seems like he is beaten. And you go from there. And he doesn't say anything, though. No. He does start to get a little grim. He doesn't say grim. anything to the point where Neron is fucking furious. No, he's fucking furious. Speak. But at that last panel, he has a bit of a grin. Started. Yes, he does. And But you don't know what it is. So you go back. And here's the other thing about this. Never thought that after uh, Mauser was dead, for me, I thought that now he's going to find out where Neron is and just be able to walk there and, yeah. and no trouble. No, this is where the fighting now begins. And he has to go through fight after fight. I said it's like Dante's goddamn Inferno, the level of fighting. Or that he has I am to go suicide. Through. Yeah, and he yeah really, and he is just covered in blood and guts. I'm and telling you, I really thought like awesome. man, he was covered in blood before. Now it's just fucking ridiculous. Oh my god, it is so. He is his mask is just completely covered in blood, <laughs> and he is fighting everybody. And I like that in this whole thing. You know, these guys even try welcome Midnighter, and they're attacking him. But he says the only thing he says nearly there, Apollo. And I'm like, that's that's fucking great. Yeah. And he gets there, and Neron's there drinking his jagged wine, and he has Apollo in a big jar with a cork top. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And uh, that's where Neron's like, hey, I've been waiting for a long time, Apollo and I. And the whole thing is Midnighter's there to fight. He's going to fucking go, and he wants to fight. He puts his dukes up. Uh, but, yeah, who knows if that is, in fact, really apollo if apollo won if the game i don't know the way to me you've already seen neuron does not play by the rules anyway why would no. you play any games and if it is you know what i'm saying like if it is not apollo like why why would he ever let apollo go the only thing i can think of is he knows that midnighter's coming and would rather have midnighter's soul i don't know well the so, one thing too that like up until this point we've pretty much seen that apollo is glowing here yeah. he is not glowing no, at all in this freaking glowing. glass jar. Uh, but is that because that's his soul? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, the one thing I will say, Apollo, because he's the quote-unquote light of the whole deal, he, he probably doesn't belong in hell. No. Midnighter does. If Midnighter, <laughs> like, if he would have, if Neron would have actually killed Midnighter, there's no getting him out. He, no. he would, and to me, Midnighter would be like, fuck it, you're right, I'm done. But I do love the fact that it's Midnighter who has done such bad things that's going to get this back. But he just, he wants to, he's going to fight for him. And I think that at your, at this point in the series, you really are getting to the point where Apollo's very desperate. Midnighter's desperate too. And this really pushes the fact at the end, it's like, if I don't get him out of hell, I'm going to die trying. And if I die, fuck it. I, I yeah. don't care anymore. This is all I want to do. It's really good. I really, really like it. And I pretty much liked every issue. I have not had an issue that I really hated yet. No, neither have and I. As a full story, you know, we're four of six in. It's one of the better minis I think it gets that better we have issues. had. What's that? I think it gets better each issue. Yes. It's like Fast and the Furious, Eric. It just keeps getting better. But I, I'm telling you, this, of all of these minis that they keep throwing at us out of nowhere, this is the best one to me. This is by far oh, the best one. And I really like it. I love the art. I actually, on the side, I gave it an 8. I'm fucking going up to an 8.5. I liked nice. it so much, uh, just looking at it again and talking to you, that it really is a well-laid-out issue. Uh, and I can't wait for the next one. I really can. Just I don't remember if we mentioned it on the podcast. You actually said at some point 
you might have this in your $25 pull list at the moment. Yeah. That, that's how good it is. It's really good. And I hope that people out there for all the shit that we got and I got for not liking the other, uh, you know, the other series, series, that people realize that this has to be good. Because I did not like the other one. I got shit. Stop giving me shit and fucking come over here. <laughs> Sit down with me. Get Wernered. Little fucking hug. Let's read Midnighter, Eric. I like it. But uh, what would you give it? I would give it an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed yeah. the art and I like the progression. It's just little, stuff was kind of slow at times. It, like, you Because well, we are constantly um, you know, fighting our way through hell to get yeah. to where we're going. But well, again, this I, I is... enjoyed the dialogue, though. Yeah, I did, Steve too. Orlando seems to be getting better from where we started yeah. with the uh, original yeah. Midnighter series. Yeah, he he's it's less full out '90s action dialogue and just it's regular dialogue. It just goes and it makes sense. And, and again, I just love the whole progression. I'm telling you, this is all for the love. You know, he's going to hell and back to get his love back, and I really yeah. like that tale. His love. I like seeing Neron yeah. back. His lover. All right, we'll move on to the next issue. And the next issue, the last two issues are yours. And the first one is another one of these. Uh, uh, mini series, and while I like it enough, I'm telling you, it's not as good as Midnighter and Apollo. It just no, kind of seems to tread water. But go on. Death of Hawkman number four, written by Mark Andrake with art by Aaron Rep- A. A. Ron Lopresti, A. A. Ron, Rodney Buscemi, John Livesay, Norm Buscemi. Ratman, Steve Buscemi, <laughs> Norm Ratman, Sean Parsons, Blonde, and Josh Reed. Our heroes in this issue find out everything that we learned in the previous issue about Despero's takeover of his home planet and its raising of an army. And while this part of the book is a bit disappointing, we see the stakes of the series as they get high as hell. On top yeah. of getting Ron and Thanagar to start warring again, we see that Sardath is still alive and being controlled by Despero to Super Zeta Beam, a new reservoir of Nth Metal from the Thanagarian Moon, so that he can become all-powerful, while also raining down the hell of Thanagar, raining down hell on Thanagar from the now-destroyed moon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get a yeah. lot of answers here. You find out what the big bad, you know, is up to and whatnot. I just, I don't know if I'm the only one, but going into this, I don't know because of the monthly deal. I, I was kind of confused at points and kind of like, it, it's one of those, this is your book. These are your characters mainly. Uh, it's something that I read for the podcast. So I don't know. I just read it. And some of the things I didn't even try to put one and one together to make two. I'm, well, I'm I, had, going I had some issues in the series as well. But like the whole thing, I think they want to do. They reveal that Sardeth, Alana Strange's father, is still alive. Yeah, the whole that's, thing was supposed to be how, yeah, how yep. he died in this freaking Thanagarian yep. suicide bombing. But he is still alive and being controlled by Despero. Now, the big thing I have a problem with that could be just explained away with that, but when Hawkman and Al, uh, Adam Strange get yeah. the freaking uh, Kalidor and find out that Despero was there, he killed all the elders and freaking, yep. you know, raised an army of his people. And the thing is, how did he get off planet then? Because they say that it would need a super Zeta beam in order to get like an, like, that must be his plan. He wants to take an army through a super Zeta beam. He can conquer anything he wants at once. Mm-hmm. But how did we get to that point? Because we know that he is on Thanagar. No, I'm sorry. He's on Ron, and he's freaking trying to get the Super he's Zeta beam built. Yes. He's building it. I then. don't That's, know how he yeah. got off of Calador to get to this point yeah. to build yeah, it. Yeah, it's weird because the, with the timing of this, and really, like we said, the stuff now, like it starts off on Ran now, that's the stuff we love. 
Like we really enjoy that. And yeah, it opens up seeing them see Despero building this huge, you know, Stargate, Eric. I like to call that's it. That's what I call it in my review, like, Stargate. Yeah, and he's building this. And that's where Hawkman and Adam Strange are like, holy shit, if he builds this, he, he could just have armies show up out of nowhere. It's almost like what they well, were doing like, in Cyborg. In Cyborg, with the boom exactly, tubes, yeah. yeah. And, and how they were trying to get the boom tube technology is basically what he's doing. Uh, but yeah, it's weird because how did he get off? But you just kind of go with it. But the I, like, big did Sarnap this... have something up his sleeve where he was able to Zeta beam a goddamn army off for like a one shot deal I to guess, get to where they're going? Yeah. I don't know. And he did it, and then it gave him the idea to build this really huge one. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and I go on though. You're going to have to do beam. most of the tit for tat here because well, I, I'm said, telling you, tit for tat. Like I like where we go in the story, but a lot of it in the beginning is just catching our heroes up to what we knew in the previous issue with what Despero has done, and then we need to get caught up with how Alana Strange is feeling because she's pissed off. She's ready to yeah, war with Thanagar because of she this. Wants war. And I'm right here. I'm like, I, I don't care about this part because it has to be displayed on Ron today, a talk oh, show Ron on today. the planet Ron, where she goes yeah, on funny. and flips the fuck out. I'm like, I'm telling you though, Ron today, they tell, they ask the tough questions, Eric. Sure it's not, it, this is not a fluff piece. They have and Ron, like, and Ron they are combative like, right away. Yeah, yeah, they they are right away giving her the business, which seemed weird from where it seemed all of Ron was going with. You know yeah, what I mean? They like, seem to be all on board with Thanagar. Yes, it seemed like a hundred percent on board. Well, now you see that Ron today, they're not going to go with that, Eric. They're they're asking the tough questions. Fight devil's advocate. Yeah, they they did. Uh, it's a funny thing to me is that that the whole this whole program's being shown even on the mining outpost on Rangar. And these two guys are sitting there. I want more of these guys. I wish they had a little more humor going, these guys, these minor guys. They're just out of nowhere like, hey, but you know what? I didn't think they had it in them. I'm like, why are we talking to these guys? And, and then that's where we, you we see just, the Zeta we beam. We just have to know about the moon of Rhyngor. I know. Because there's it's an so metal mining that these are the there. guys. Yeah, but yeah, these guys. But then freaking, you know, some of the freaking Caledorians show up. Yeah, the Caledorians the show up. They Zeta beam in, and they're gonna, you know, wreck house because that's what they want. They want to get the mind. They want to get the nth metal. Is what ends up happening. And uh, and but it's yeah. weird. Though, I don't know if they really need to be there for what we get. Well, you know, I they, guess they maybe they're just out... getting the exact coordinates because of I how guess. they do that. Maybe it, they have to get the exact deal. I don't know. But, yeah, the whole plan is Despero pretty much wants to be fucking coded in nth metal. And I, the <laughs> thing that makes me laugh when this happens, it, these people seem so happy for him. They're like, oh, my Lord. Uh, ah, they get fucking dead. They're getting skewered. <laughs> that was a crazy thing because they finally build the Stargate of the Super Zeta Beam. And you're wondering the whole time, like, oh, fuck, they could just like set an army wherever they want but then we yeah. find out that about this new reservoir that's found on this moon yep. that they're digging for nth metal which are in short supply of on freaking thanagar all we have yeah. is pretty much hawkman who has the nth metal so they're digging for this nth metal despero wants it and he he freaking straps himself in the middle of the zeta beam and this yeah. turns it on and it just pulls out like the entire middle section in my mind yeah. of this moon just and this liquid metal just pours out of nowhere on top of there's killing a shitload of these fucking Caledorians oh, yeah. in the process. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Yep. And then he goes all <laughs> T-1000 on them and fucking starts skewering them and shit when he, you know. And it's pretty cool. But like you said, one of the like, biggest guy, things. Guy, don't do that. Like, yeah. you don't have to yeah. kill your own guys no, to point they about were, how badass they you are. They seemed so fucking happy for him, too. They were very <laughs> happy. He he don't play that. But, yeah, one of the biggest things was to show that Sardath is alive. Uh, yes. I thought that they... 
played it a little too subtly, though. Actually, they did. yeah, they you know only what I mean. It like one goddamn yeah, time. It, it's like. actually two panels. You see him, but the problem is, I don't recognize him for not being a huge. You know, Adam Strange slash, you know, Hawkman fan, but I don't know Alana's dad's look. So all yeah. of a sudden this guy's like, all should be ready within a lot of time. And the Rand's greatest mind bent to my will. I'm like, huh, who's that? And then he says, excellent, Sardath, excellent. And then just says how sad that his death pushed his daughter into menace. That's it. That's it. And, yep. and I'm like, boy, this is huge. This is oh, like a that's huge a game changer part. in my mind that he's still yeah. alive. I'm telling you, that right there could have been a cliffhanger if the if the issue went a different way and they're like wait a minute let me go talk to that stupid scientist come in here and then sardath shows up and he's like what can you tell me sardath you know holy shit he's alive we, we talked about this off air where it seemed like there was a lot of like cliffhanger oh endings to this yes, and it just there are so going, many though. yeah there's so many cliffhangers in this like, that especially end up, like, when despero is coded in yep, metal and comes out it's the with best a big thing. metal hawk body yeah. and like he's talking about i am a turtle i'm like and he's just laughing. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, that is a great cliffhanger. Holy oh, shit, awesome. the book's not done. Yeah. And I will tell you, like, uh, through points, the art to me was good. At points, it was great. Yeah. And it was weird. Like, it was like almost like Aaron, Lep- Aaron Lepresti hey, hey, really concentrated on a couple of the big things because those are really, really good. Some of the other things seemed a little bit rushed. But, yeah, you go to this part where they even have uh, – Hawkman's partner, you got all that. You got you, you got, got a Green people. Lantern of Fanny. Yeah, yeah, you got the Green Lantern there and they're all gonna you know, they're there to help. But yeah, the whole thing is just to lead up to uh freaking Despero strapping himself in to the front of this goddamn fucking Stargate and then the nth metal just pouring out of the <laughs> gate onto him. And it's and pretty all great. I can think about, like I'm trying to think, like, could they still use this on Thanagar after we're all said done because you just wasted all this death metal yep. on yourself. Yeah, you just and it's that funny too because it's almost like getting a gallon cup for coffee and spilling half of it all over the place. You're only getting <laughs> like there is so much wasted. Like you said, it's just flowing through him. Like he couldn't get this and have a pool and jump in and then use the rest later. He does not go greener. He but he doesn't care. I do like this issue, too, because it does really up the stakes. Not only do we get Despero with the Nth Metal, and now I am Eternal and all that shit, yeah. but we see a big-ass destruction of Thanagar as the uh, the freaking moon yeah. pieces well, as crash go, down the on moon's, the planet. Yeah, I the love moon's this just ripping like, apart. The, this couple, the Thanagarian couple, is sitting there. Is Ryan Gore glowing? Is that possible? I think you're – and then all of a sudden, yep. hell just rains Shit's down on them. Just like going wrong. Thanagar yeah. City, population rapidly declining. Yep. Yeah. Like, that is badass. That is badass. I'm looking at the part where the nth metal is going on him, and he's yelling, the pain, it's glorious. And now yep. he's, he's encased in it. He's fucking swamped in it. And then there's a couple guys, and the one guy goes up. He's like, Lord Despero, do you still live? Ah, he gets your fucking word. killed. I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. That guy was so concerned. He was so upset. But yeah, the, the page when he's like, the nth metal is mine. And now I am eternal. I'm like, all oh, right. And he's laughing. I'm like, wait a minute. Where's the next? Because that's an awesome cliffhanger. You still have four pages left. And it goes with, you know, then you have Hawkman. And then he's pissed. And then he yells out, now we're going to Ran. And I'm going to put Despero's head on a spike. Yes. Now we have the full up. As he's I... smashing fucking the, the controls. I've been so worried in this series, though, because 
we have Despero show up, and on top of him being a big badass villain that he is, yeah. we have Ryan and Thanagar fucking warring. Then like Despero goes and gets a Caldorian army on his side, yeah. and then he goes and gets this Enth. And I'm like, shit just keeps going more and more yeah. wrong. Oh. And all we have on our side of the, like the universe it is is Adam Strange Adam and Hawkman. Strange I'm like, and we Hawkman. get two backup. We get Hawkman's partner and the freaking Thanagarian Green Lantern. I'm like, yep. I still don't think this is enough, guys. No. And I just, yeah, this is World War Twelve happening here. <laughs> now it is funny because you do have that whole Thanagarian and Rand, uh, you know, fight. Uh, the Thanagar and Ran, and they do with that morning time Ran fucking TV show almost is a way that it seems like they're trying to back off from that a little to show you that not everybody not backing off. Like I'm telling you, uh, yeah, Alana doesn't want it, but it's almost like a setup for her when she finds out when Adam comes and explains everything that she could just go boom and. It stops because we see that not everybody's into it because it has to stop soon. Like well, at some okay, point, all it's, all it's going to take in my mind is her to see Sarah. Oh, thank God, my dad's yeah. alive. Oh, I, what I, have yeah. I been? Thinking? I'm saying the whole planet. Like if you right. if you go into that and you think the whole planet is ready for war, just because she sees her dad and Despero doesn't mean that she could stop everybody. I think that's set up to show that she's like this warmonger that nobody is really actually following full out. So when this does happen, she. Can can go back on that goddamn television show and say, listen, you know what, people? We all have to live, you know, we have to join up. And that's what seems what's going to happen. The two planets that are always warring that it was set up to do, that's what's going. I still don't know why they were set up to war anyway. It seems pretty stupid in the, it, in the it long seems run. Just, in the long run, it just seems to get Sardeth, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, it seems weird. Like, you could just have gone there and grabbed Sardeth. You yeah. didn't have to go through this whole thing. Them warring, it doesn't seem to me. Yeah, again, you uh, could say that. That Despero's just wants, fucked yeah. up. That he's just fucked up and wants to play around. But it really doesn't help his end game to me at all. Uh, but and and actually, it's going to bite him in the ass because now they're going to be really upset that he set them up. They're probably going to come together as two warring nations that always hate each other to fight a common enemy. And then at the end, they'll say, "You know what? We still hate you, motherfuckers." And, uh, but we'll go our own way. But Jim, what about the ending where Hawkman has to die? Yeah, well, I, I think the death of Hawkman is because now he's going to be Hawk Dude. That's it. it. It seems to me it's going to one of those where he's going to denounce the name Hawkman and go by a different name. That's the, It's the not. death of the name. Who knows? Or he'll die and be brought back, and now his life sentence is over, Eric, because if you have a life sentence and die, it's over, right? When you're no, that's that, not how it works anymore. That doesn't happen? All right. What did you give this? I gave it a 7 out of 10, and it's mostly that score because I still enjoyed this issue, but the time we had to take the recap what us as readers yeah. already had to know just to get our heroes like up on the trolley with it, well, it just kind of took away from the story for it, me. Yeah, I'll tell you. This goes on, and again, oh, I, I was today. talking to Repairman Jack uh yesterday i think it was where i was saying you know hey i i kind of like next week's books and then he said ah fuck you you told me that last week and now you're all negative and i said whoa 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 i was negative on my books you know you don't know what i think about eric's and, and reggie's this continues the thing and i said it's so weird to me maybe it's because i'm not that invested in any of this that it ends yourself? up seeing huge and it's fun like i'm yeah. telling you there are explosions going i'm a moron you can you can 
distract me a lot with explosions. Entertain me, Michael Bay. It is. This is a Michael Bay fucking story. And I really, really enjoyed it to a point where I think I'm giving it a 7-8. I can't give it an 8 fully. It's close, though. I really enjoy this issue just because it was fun. And you see, you know, fucking Alana's dad's alive and shit like that. And Despero's just badass. And the stakes have never been higher, Jim. They haven't been higher. World War (laughs) 20. But yeah, we're going to go on to the last book of the night, and unfortunately, I think I'm going to be right in line with you for this one. All right, Cyborg number eight, written by John Semper Jr., with art by Paul Pelletier, Will Conrad, Tony Cordos, Guy Majors, and Rob Lee. In this issue, we've in- we're introduced to a thief named Exy, who has been blackmailed by Cyborg to break into Star Labs. And after a bit of nonsense, we find out that the whole point of this was to get Exy into the Red Room so that he could turn our hero back on, since apparently he spent the whole issue only talking to a hologram with Cyborg's AI. All in all, we're back where we left the story at the end of the previous issue with Cyborg squaring off against the villain of the story, whose name we finally learned, Otak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a weird issue to me. Uh, it's a first very off, weird issue. It seems like Cyborg uh, really sets up Exy a couple times, he, <laughs> even to the point where it seems like he knows about Exy and he wanted to get his help, but waits until he's getting the shit kicked out of him by police to actually show up. And then we find out later, and I'm telling you, it's one of those things where there is a sixth sense, mo- sixth sense moment in this where you find out what's really going on. And instead of going back to the beginning and going, oh, my God, I didn't realize that, almost like the movie, yeah. it's opposite where you find out later that this isn't really cyborg. It's more of a hologram, and it's going on. And some of the things don't play out very well because of that because even at the beginning, he's like leaning against he's the like, car. He's like kind of sitting on the hood sitting of a police on the car. Hood. It doesn't make sense. I know that like a hologram a can do all these things, but it, he does spell out later like he can't touch anything. He can't do any of this stuff. Uh, it just seems odd well, to me. Even that, the thing is, like, when we first meet out, Exy is running from the police. It seems like he just did some kind of theft, and the police yeah. are after him. And when they go overboard, and they're going to kick the shit out of him to make sure that he can never do this shit again, just, you know, prove a point because these are asshole cops. Yeah, they're going to cripple him. They, they kind of say, freaking, like, you know, hey, I know. social a, justice warrior kind yeah. of moment in the story. Yeah, it is. Just because we did this previously in the arc, we even had the same thing where Cyborg like zeroes in on the fucking face and has yep. a whole description same, about same their, guys. who These they are. are the same, yeah, same guys, guys as before, and he's had is, his eye on them. I understand this is Cyborg's AI, but finding out this is a hologram that's a little ball, kind of like what Luke was training with in New Hope, yeah. you know, that shot yep. the lasers out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would it have this whole thing where yeah. it actually scanned their faces and was gave the same readout as Cyborg yeah, the, himself? The it thing seems is, weird. it's it's almost as if. This AI, if it went rogue, it could just find another physical body and just be cyborg. It, yeah. it doesn't seem like what he spells it out to be. That's what I'm saying. You go back, and there's nothing like, oh, my God, he does do that because of this and all that. No, he acts just like cyborg to kind of confuse us all. Uh, but, yeah, it starts off. I didn't even – I forgot that he had been turned off the, the last <laughs> well, deal. So I, we're I'm going. You, I'm like, yeah. I, I did not. So when I jumped in, I was very confused. Like, yeah. wait a minute. We did ended you with think cyborg this was a flashback off. maybe because I, you I got thought, those cops again? And No, no. I actually thought that this somehow was not cyborg. Like okay. it was somehow like his body taken over by Otak. Yes. Well, by the end, when he went and they saw the body, I'm like, holy shit, I forgot. Uh, that's when I thought, yes, that this Exy has been led by the uh, the fake Silas somehow to get there because he wanted to use him for something. It doesn't end up that way. Uh, but it's just the whole thing is, first off, it starts off with Exy, who legitimately 
is pretty much admitting that he yeah, just robbed some place. He's running, and he's like, you know, a good thief knows where to go and whatever. So he is a thief. You know, it, it's it's one of those. This actually the best reminds damn me a bit. Thief in Detroit. Yeah, it actually reminds me a bit of the Green Arrow when you had uh, fucking Nodding, uh, Sergeant Nodding, when he was about to beat the shit, or he was beating the shit out of that drug dealer guy, and and you're like, I don't know which guy's good or bad, you know? (laughs) The police are awful. They are pieces of shit. But this kid seems to have done some bad stuff. And done a lot of stuff in the past, too. Yeah, even at at one point, Cyber's like, where'd you get that? And I stole it. I made shit out of stuff I stole. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, I don't, I, I know maybe I'm just a fuddy-duddy, Eric, and I don't, I don't like my heroes consorting with thieves, Eric. Thieves! I just think back, like, when you and your family watched Man of Steel for the first time, your youngest son was just all upset because he saw yeah. Superman drink a beer. Superman drank a beer. He was upset. And stole some clothes. Yep, and then stole some clothes. I had a problem with Superman stealing those clothes. <laughs> Tell you, I want my superheroes. This is why. I'm a piece of shit. I need my superheroes to be above that. Uh, but, yeah, this whole thing is pretty much getting Exy to break into Star Labs. And even he... He seems like a smart enough kid, and it does yeah. lead later to Cyborg even saying, like, why the fuck did you become a thief? You're so smart. Eh, you know, this is how you get cash and I stuff don't like, like that. paying for things. Oh, I'm yeah. here to why. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, he says, but he's going to break into Star Labs. Throughout this whole thing, but the worst seems part to is, think it's a, a setup. It is, in my yeah, mind, kind of a setup because kind of Cyborg is. says, hey, look, I got these blueprints. You're going to break into Star Labs. And if you don't, I'm going to alert the police to where yeah. you're at. And you're going. I'm yeah, like, the, he's not really being nice about it. It isn't no. like, listen, um, I need this your is help, what we're going to do. You help me. We're going to break into Star Labs. I need you to do this for me. It's a very important task. I want you to do it. What we're going to do then is this is your last job. You're two weeks till retirement, which means Exy will die. But he says, you're two weeks to retirement. What I'm going to do, and this goes back to actually the Suicide Squad Justice League book. He says, I am going to wipe out your whole record. I can do this. I can take your record. You get a clean start, and then it's up to you after that. If you want to be a good guy or a bad guy, I might even be able to set you up with a job at Star Labs or something or pay for college do something that you're going to better xc's situation not just hey break into star labs and if you don't i'm going to get those police and let them take the take it out on you they're going to beat the shit out of you it really comes off as really petty and and narrow-sighted for cyborg and not good Uh, where is the part where he says to him i'm going to better your life because this because i know you're good yeah, there's no hero aspect, but they do break into Star Labs. He cuts and through this, a fence. This is where it gets crazy for me because he cuts through a fence. He has this whole plan laid out by Cyborg, how he's going to get in there, like what second of what time the fucking cameras won't be where he needs to be so he can get past and get into the air vents. And as soon as we get into the air vents, I was just kind of done with this issue because while I know we are dealing with superheroes and supervillains that yeah, a lot of times yeah. use crazy gimmicks and silly things, yeah. for some reason I put Star Labs. This is supposed to be a realistic, in my mind at least, research facility. Yeah, yeah a the realistic, guy a comic shit. book realistic thing. Exactly. I mean, they have some crazy shit, but so, this is supposed to be a lab where people are, you know, the brightest minds yeah. and things like that. So, so tell them, what do they have? going through the air vent, first off, it's a it like it comes off very silly because out of nowhere, Cyborg just pops his head around. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? I'm like, hey, how's it going? What are you doing in the air vent, Cyborg? Does, why, why are you that doesn't doing make this? any sense. Hey, you might want to watch out for the robotic piranha that are a thing that actually happens in Star Labs. They go through the air vents and take care of anything that's yes. not supposed to be there. I'm like, yep. Really? The, they have robotic piranhas that go through almost like white blood cells that that keep traveling through the vents, and if anything that's not supposed to be there is there, they they destroy it. 
It is the craziest thing. You could have him going through lasers. You yeah. could have a lot of other things. You can have motion sensors even just to say, hey, we got to do this or that. You have robotic, robotic piranhas only sold to me so that Exy can have this EMP deal that he made to throw out and, and destroy them. And like everything the thing, to me. He has this EMP. He throws behind him. It looks like it takes care of him. But then the next panel, it looks like they're right on top yeah, there's of him. Some on, there's some like, biting the onto him. It's like remains. And then they go. And then they, right after that, they just go down through the vent like Batman should have in I Am Suicide and go down. And then Cyborg, because of this crazy thing, Cyborg even has to explain, hey, listen, these things go off if they go into the regular Star Labs building because we don't want people to get hurt or whatever. This seems like Star Labs is playing a very, very dangerous game here. <laughs> if shit goes wrong, everybody in Star Labs is going to be dead because these – I could just see you're working. All of a sudden you hear fucking banging and shit above you in the vent. Is it fucking distracting? All these goddamn piranha robots going around. It would be just I – would, I would be my first day. I'd go, who the fuck came up with that? Who's playing games? Yeah, yeah. Click, just just stuff normal. Going back to the whole hologram thing, which we don't know to the end of the issue, but Exy is still in the air vents. We see Cyborg up there. He's like, hey, we're going to go down here. And then Exy jumps down. I'm saying, though, but Cyborg's already down. Did he open the grate? Because he couldn't have. And why isn't Exy saying, how the hell did you get down here? I have a huge problem because we can even get to that. At the end, when they do show uh, Cyborg's body, that's when. Cyber goes, oh, by the way, I'm a hologram. You didn't notice this artificial intelligence ball that I have that shoots my 3D holographic image. XE, number one, is a thief. He would notice that just then. Also, he's a tech guy. guy. He is a huge tech guy. This would be something that he would have noticed immediately and been fucking like, oh my god, what's that? And even if they did that and Cyborg said, oh, you know what, that's my little helper. He, you know, he does this or that and kind of there's no way that Exy would not have seen this gizmo that well, he says. That, oh, when real? Cyborg actually reveals it, you can see the light shining yeah, down you see from the, the shining. All of a sudden up. it's there. Yeah, all of a sudden because they do show his body. Exy's like, hey, what's, what's going on? What's this going? And he's like, oh, you know what, I need you to start me up. Now, I will say also, I don't want to sound horrible. I don't want to sound like like a racist. I really don't. Oh, here we but, go. No, I'm but. just saying the 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 talk. How Exy talks like he's quote unquote from the streets. Eric is so over the top. Oh, it, I, it didn't is. bother me, but it just every I it almost made me cringe at points. Like really, you got to go there. It just seems way. It actually reminds us of the old with David F. Walker when Cyborg was like, "Hey, look at me. I'm not a rapper." I'm like, really? You, you got to go this route, but it, it really real? seemed—it just really seemed too over the top for me. I, it may be, maybe I am a, a fucking white bread buddy, fucking buddy. piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I am, but I'm telling you, after a while, I, I just yeah, fucking I just, piece of shit. Fucking piece of shit. I just after a while, I was just like, this is so over the top. You, you, I get it. I get what's going on. This kid's from the streets. Uh, but yeah, you find out then that uh, Silas. The fake Silas is on to his game. Uh, he kind of presents himself there, and they have like this whole thing where it's like, "Listen, son, you you're not my daddy," and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, where did we, did we like, say that Xy turned him back on yet? 
I think, yeah, yeah, I said, okay. XE turns it back on. He goes and does the, you know, hits the computer keys a couple times, and he does come on, and it's great when he comes on and starts strangling XE. But then <laughs> the AI holographic image then uploads the, you know, all of his info he had. It's so hokey. Uh, the thing that goes from this, though, that you have to, if you really, some people really love this issue, they said. We are now on, I think, page about 15. So it's more than, you know, about three quarters done. Nothing really has happened. Like no. from the last issue, all you're getting is Cyborg being turned back on. That's all you're getting this whole time, and you get this X. And then fighting kid. his way out of Star Labs because, yeah. like, for some reason, Silas is able to tell everybody, attack Cyborg. Yeah. And, you know, they go after him. It yeah. doesn't make sense to me because it's Cyborg. He's, you know, here all the time. Yeah. yeah. Even at know. the point where he told Exy about breaking in and that when Exy – now he might be boasting or, or lying, but Exy's like, man, I'll get in trouble. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm a big shot there. I, it's not a problem. I'll be able to get you out of it. And no, it seems like Silas – you know, fake Silas can just order people to just attack anyone. And even to the point where I'd be like, y- you want us to kill your son? Like this is fucked up, buddy. Yeah. But yeah, you, they go and a- as they're running out, they don't go right to escape. Uh, Cyborg's like, no, 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 I got a friend I have to go. And then X, he has to keep like, yeah, your friend better be special. And I'm like, this is really filler. And they go to Variant. No, they, the whole there thing she is. is filler because we get the Variant and then freaking, you know, the doppelganger of Silas shows up and we get back to the fight. Oh, that's, my, my. I thought that was Doc Ock, Eric. He has but, Doc Ock arms now. But, uh, but yeah, it's crazy. In my mind, when we get to this point where they're fighting, we pretty much could have gotten rid of all of this issue, and even the point where the doppelganger of Silas turned him off last time, get rid of all of that, and just been here. Him being turned off doesn't do anything, no. because now now no. it's not going to happen yeah. again. Well, and the, the other thing about this is is when the fake Silas comes, he even says, oh, you can't take her. I need her and you. I have a lot of experiments to run. That's all you needed. All you needed for this scene, take everything away and just have this fake Silas in a room and activates both of them because he wants to do these experiments. Somehow Cyborg breaks out and they start fighting. And you are exactly at this exact moment in the comic with nothing, you know, no harm, no foul. No. Eric, because just all this freaking just blackmail of Exy is all it is. Yeah. It's all we yeah. get rid of. Yep. And they're fighting, and then I'm telling you, where is Exy then? He kind of disappears. Yeah. He's there. And he next was thing flung you know, away. Yeah, he flung him away. And he's, he was actually, at the one point, Silas has him wrapped in his fucking octagon deal and throws him. But where, where did he end? <laughs> Doc Ock, I meant. And <laughs> really, you don't have anything else, and the whole thing is is Silas then all revealing right. that hold it's on, him. Hold on. I, I got a thing here because tell me if this is such a bad nitpick because Silas, the doppelganger of Silas and Cyborg are fighting and then he reveals, hey, I got your father. And yep. we see Silas on screen like we have many times throughout the series. But Cyborg and Silas are now talking to each other. And the thing in the nitpick about it is a couple issues ago, it said that we they went couldn't out hear of our way to say to that say the speed is way. only one way. We yep, went it was out of our to way to say way. this. Yeah, unless Silas wants him to hear it, uh, but he would have heard it. He, it's yeah, I don't know. It was because at the one point, Silas, the real Silas, was yelling, and that fucking mutant fucking cyborg was yelling. Oh, it's one way. You, he can't no, he hear did, you. Freaking, you know, this guy didn't want to take up the bandwidth and get caught. I'm like, now the yeah. cyborg's like out of the way. Did he like bandwidth you know, down. create he the bandwidth for a double? He has like, no n- no qualms about it now, Eric. It's full out bandwidth. He's I grabbing there, bandwidth. Like, this sounds like a big nitpick, but why did we go out of our way to I say know. this previously? I know. 
It was just, I, I don't know, because there, Silas is like, you know what, you're going to learn the truth of who I am, yeah, I'm a monster like you, and I was created the same way by your fucking insane dad, and uh, then he's, you know, no, no, he's the one who's insane, I didn't do this, and it's weird, too, at this point, Silas still can't, it's almost like he's the goddamn first victim, he's like, <laughs> I don't remember this, like, it, he's been strapped up to the fucking, you know, tangled up there all this time, you think that the whole time he's been thinking what the fuck is going on oh it must be this because he's like i've never seen him before he's lying and he goes maybe you remember me with my other name otak and then that's when silas otak good god God, no no, it can't can't be be. and then it says next the origin of anomaly and we're gonna see who otak might be it's weird because I had said all along that my whole theory way back when the first issue of this started was that this was an AI he created to be able to try to heal his wife while he was sleeping. Like it was something that could be going 24 hours yeah, a day because the they were desperately trying to do that. It seems like something different now. I have to say I don't think it's that because of the fact that he – it's not like he thinks like, oh, no, what – you know, that's odd. Or, hey, what this is like something that he created that, holy shit, like this must be a weapon of some sort. I don't know because just the reaction is, is way over the top. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This isn't like, oh – Oh, you were that helper AI? Boy, you you really fucking grew. Oh, I feel like a proud daddy. <laughs> no, this is like, holy shit. Oh, no, it wasn't supposed to happen. And we'll see. I do still... It, it, this issue is a bit of nonsense. I still like the series as a whole. It's weird. I think I said this the last time, that I think that I like this book better than you. I think you just, do. Yeah, and it's just, I really do. It's, I think at parts, again, I think the art... And this was really, really good. There is a panel where it's, where it's Exy and Cyborg, where they're close up. It's fucking awesome. It looks really, really good. Uh, when uh, they're running away and Cyborg's, or Exy's like, never mind, we tight, we tight. That's part of my thing that I had problems with. And Cyborg's actually shooting like almost like the POV at us. That is yeah. an awesome panel. It's really good. We tight, Eric. Uh, but yeah, I, I like it enough, but this issue is kind of nonsense. And really, from the beginning it to end, so not much happens to go it forward. It's so yeah. out there. We're at issue eight now, the imitation of life story, and not much has gone down. And we're still in the dark about what this freaking doppelganger, Otak, really wants to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, we just spent issues with him taking over Silas's life and really yep. have, like, and just introducing new things. Like, oh, here's Variant. And, like, you know, we had some uh, other freaking guys show up, and yep. here's some villains here. We're not really getting a lot. And he had yeah, this weird filler. Like, all we but, have at this issue that was, like, you know, we could have had four extra pages previously, and the only thing we're missing is the introduction of Exy into the story. Yeah. Like, at the beginning, if you remember, at the beginning of the whole thing, and I think it's going to finally kind of get back to it, at the beginning, it seems like this fake Silas, his whole thing was he was going to get all the discarded tech, all these discarded machines that that man decided they didn't want any parts of, and almost make an army out of them to take over the humans that, you know, threw them on the junk heap. We're kind of away from that now. And and, and then you get the idea at one point that it was full out just revenge on Silas. That seems to be where we are right now. Uh, But really, I'm telling you, at the beginning, when you had that mutant guy that's guarding Silas, that was part of the, like, we were the, almost like the the fucking island of the misfit toys. They were the old, like, I'm telling you, at one point, there might have been a toaster there that was pissed off that no Nobody wanted it anymore, and that's where we were going to go with. And why it did doesn't you give see- me feelings? Yeah, and it, <laughs> why did you make me feel toaster? 
but yeah, it doesn't seem to be that way now. It seems like hey, just hey, the thing hey, where don't it's look going. at me like that, male robot. Yeah, really. Hey, see, male robot, we still love you. You have a purpose. You have a purpose. Yes, you might serve man, but we still love you, okay? How to serve man. <laughs> oh, no, he's going to eat us. That is a cookbook. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, we're going to end up finding, uh, finally, it looks like next issue, we're going to find out exactly what's going on and Hopefully. even the, the whole thing i just want to point out too like the whole thing with variant getting thrown in there is such a forced way in there for him to get a mother box and to learn some test about how you know forced. to make that it right now it just seems so much nonsense you know what i mean it's like such a little bit of the story and nothing came about except to make this fake sound otak and, and of I, course I they're swear. saying otak which is supposed to make you think of omac and yeah. get all fucking nervous and jerky uh but yeah what were you I gonna swear say though we better somehow jump back to that freaking world like digital world that cyborg can encompass like inside yeah. of his mind because because yes. that, if we don't, that scene was for nothing. I'd yep, be very upset. Did, did, I don't think. Did you say what you gave it? Not yet. I gave it a okay. 5.5 5 out of 10. 5.5. 5. I actually will go um, 6.5. I actually like it enough. It's just there's a lot of nonsense, though. Uh, but I do like the series. Robot I do. Piranha. Robot Piranha. Does, uh, has the male robot ever dealt with a robot piranha? Has he ever done that? I only deal with male. <laughs> I love male robots so much. Male robot never, never raise, uh, you know, arms against man. We love you. You are one of the most beloved characters ever. Just please. I love you. Hello? I wanted him to respond. Jesus Christ, fuck you, male robot. All I wanted was a little acceptance from... <laughs> All right, that is the podcast. Thank you, Mel. I had that space there because I'm like, if I I don't say anything, he's going to get angry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm like, God damn it, Mel Robot. I just, he left me hanging. That fucking male robot left me hanging. Now that, I don't give a shit about you. Jim is to anger. If you don't yeah, respond, fuck you, male robot. He is fuck done you. With I you. laid it all out on the line to male <laughs> robot. I told him I loved him, and then he fucking dissed me. He's gonna get Werner next. He's done. <laughs> fuck him. That's it, Eric. That's the podcast. Ah, uh, that is it. Fucking six days of work done. We can now relax, except tomorrow me and you are probably going to have to start recording again because I'd like to tell everybody. Uh, I think we mentioned it on the the uh, spotlight, spotlight this week. You will not be around next week uh, on the day that we normally record the bulk of the podcast. Right. So I will have Reggie with me. We're still trying to figure out how we're going to do this. I actually thought that maybe this was a week where we, we'd still have a podcast, but we'd kind of dial it back a little and have like an abbreviated one. And while I mean abbreviated, I mean like five hours. Yeah. Reggie called bullshit on that. He he says you go all out or nothing <laughs> at all. And then I said nothing at all. And then he said no. So we'll see what's going on. We're going to have a regular podcast. Me and you will be recording at least all of your books, yeah. which you have a lot, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, during the week. So it's not like when you have the weekend off. It's not like you're not going to hear America's Sweetheart, Eric. That's you'll, right. You'll still hear. I'll still be here in full effect. And we may even get a little male robot. Oosh. Male robot, are you going away next weekend, or are you going to be here with us? I go where the mail goes. <laughs> That's right. That's all he does. He only cares. He doesn't care about America's Sweetheart. Absolutely he only not. cares about the mail. Hey, male robot, I love you, buddy. You fucking asshole. I'm beep, fucking beep. No, don't give me your fucking binary code. <laughs> I'm not talking by. I'm talking feelings here. 
you ass. But yeah, we'll be you doing. You never program male robot to have feelings. I did program him to have feelings. He's just not using them. He actually, I programmed him to have feelings, and one of the feelings is spite. He seems to have against me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking jerk. Uh, but yeah, next week we will have a lot of books. I will tell you what they are now. Uh, Action Comics 971 here. All-Star right. Batman number six. That is the start of the Mr. Freeze All-Star Batman arc. Also includes like Ivy and Mad Hatter. There's a lot involved there. Yeah. Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number six. Deathstroke number 10. Detective Comics number 948. Earth 2 Society number 20. Gotham Academy second semester number five. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 12. Let me take a drink, Eric, because this keeps going. Here, I need a drink. <laughs> Male robot, how many books are you going to deliver to us? Jesus Christ, you're overworked and underpaid. What do you think of that? <laughs> oh, so he answers then. There's no hesitation there when I talk. No fucking jerk. Let me take a drink. Mm. Ah, My wife uh, delivered a coffee mid-podcast tonight. Nice. Uh, so, yes, I got that. I have to drink it before it gets cold. Here is another big book this week, Justice League Power Rangers number one, which I'll be probably soloing with Brandon. Uh, we so also have Jeff. I, I guess hmm? you won't be soloing. Well, I'm saying you will not be with me. Right. So it's our part soloing. I'm I'm soloing as a duo. Does that make sense? <laughs> let, male robot, does that make sense in your robotic world? You are the Lone Ranger. <laughs> You're my Tonto, though, and you diss me. Justice League of America, Vixen, number one. Justice League versus Suicide Squad, number four. New Superman, number seven. Red Hood and the Outlaws, number six. Suicide Squad, number nine. Supergirl, number five. Superwoman, number six. The Flash, number 14. Titans, number seven. And Wonder Woman, number 14, which is Nicholas Scott's last issue before she leaves the book. There's a lot of goddamn books there. A Hell lot yeah. of fucking books. And the not fucking being on one the podcast week. for your b- books, I'm really going to have to make sure I catch up and not, like, you know, I don't put anything up. Yeah. I don't well, here's the story. thing. You have, what did you say? You had seven. Yes. And I have six, I believe. I think that it's going to run into us maybe doing the most important books of mine as well. I think that you will probably be doing with me Detective and that's probably it actually All maybe right. red hood and the outlaws but we'll figure it out because we're going to have a couple days now also the, while this is probably personal talk but are you leaving friday night or saturday morning i was thinking about this i have no idea what okay, I'm, i would that's, think that's saturday big. morning okay well here's the thing if anything goes down i may have to ask somebody to do my mixler show so that me and you can actually do a couple extra things i'm not going right. to have you up until 2 a.m if you're i just leaving. really really hope that there's like a fucking snowstorm comes out of there oh we can't go too bad yeah yeah you will not be around there you are dissing us i i think that at some I don't point go. at some point i'm gonna take a week off you fucking I'm, yeah i'm gonna go to the I, shore why can't I do something I want to do and take a week off? I know. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, Eric. Maybe in a couple of weeks, me and you will take a vacation. Me and you will head to Virginia because it is for lovers. Me, you, right. male robot. It's it's a, it, That is me going solo with you two. <laughs> yes. What do you think, male robot? Me, you, Eric, go to Virginia? Oh, he left. Oh, really? He left, yeah, huh? he, he I was him. just going, I only go where the mail goes. That that would have been the response. <laughs> I know it would have been. Uh, but that's it. Also, I do want to mention, if anybody really cares, um, 
We haven't put the end of year awards up yet. That's actually going to go up this week as the spotlight on on Thursday night. I figured nice. because of your craziness and and leaving for this weekend, we'll just do that. We don't have to worry about a, a fucking spotlight. So we can just each night we can record a bunch of books. Because if anybody wants to know, we will be recording Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday probably, and then Saturday. Takes a lot. Takes yeah. a lot to give you a twelve hour podcast. I don't know. I don't think this one is going to be as long. Uh, but boy, it it's still a long one, right? It sure felt it, like it. It takes a lot. Yeah. It's like every day we have more recording and stuff like that, but I, I don't know. I enjoy talking to you, Eric. And so Mel Robot, even though he disses me. He leaves me hanging all the time, that fucking Mel Robot. Also, what's your pick of the week? We never did My that. My pick of the week is Superman number 14. So is mine. Mine, actually, the way it goes, I almost want to give Midnighter an Apollo. If that if it had I a think little it was more a to do with the end. It was a tie for me, but... All in all, I have to give it to Superman. I, I really like that whole multiversity thing, and I love Atomic Knight. Batman, Eric, even though he really threw the whole thing. Not, he was dissed. It's weird that they never even said his name at all. There wasn't even a point where they're like, hey, Batman, what are you looking at? He seems well, like he is I'm everybody's that, least we, favorite we character know, in that. We know that he's Atomic Knight Batman. Do you want Calvin Ellis to say, hey, this is Atomic Knight Batman? He's just Batman. Yeah, I, I want them to say it, though, because everyone else was. This is... This is Earth 11's Aqua Woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? They really spelled out what they were. If this they, could if be. They spelled oh, it this... out, though. I, I can't think of the fucking Earth and Atomic Knight Batman's from off the top of my head, but. At least would you would have gotten that, this too. This is Earth so and so Batman. And then he went, I go by Atomic Knight Batman. And they're like, this is why we don't ever introduce you, you <laughs> fucking pain in the ass. But yeah, that's about it, Eric. I'm going to get this soundbite ready because we got to wrap this up and get the hell out of here so I can edit it so people can get it on Sunday night and Monday morning. What do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Great week. Keep it weird. Keep it and weird. we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, Eric.